That's the late Glenn Fry, who passed away a few days ago. To many people's shock, a lot of people kind of still saw Glenn Fry as not that old. And he wasn't that old. He was 67. Much like David Bowie, just a surprising passing of a well-known musician. That was You Belong to the City from 1985. This song was actually made specifically for the episode for an episode of Miami Vice called Prodigal Son. It was the first episode in the second season of Miami Vice, which is the 1985-1986 season, and it was a 2-hour episode featuring among others Penn Jillette. And Glenn Fry was actually a guest star in a different episode of Miami Vice called Smuggler's Blues, and that episode which also fe- featured a song by Glenn Fry called Smuggler's Blues. That episode was pretty much remade into the Miami Vice movie in 2006. A, a movie I didn't like because they they pretty much tried to make the movie as different as possible from the show and they ruined everything that was good about the show by making the movie that way. So I did not like the Miami Vice movie, but I was a big fan of Miami Vice itself. And Glenn Fry had a very... Uh, well-known association with Miami Vice, especially in the first two years of the show. His songs appeared in four different episodes. He guest-starred in one episode, and his music was featured prominently in each episode it was in. For those of you that don't know, who either are too young to have watched Miami Vice or just didn't watch it, Miami Vice was different from other cop shows in that the scene and the style was just as important as the plot to the show. The show was kind of an audio-visual experience, not just a traditional cop drama. So the music was really a big factor in the show. It wasn't like in other shows where you hear a song playing in the background that you know, and you go, okay, I know that song. It's not like that. This was like each song really set the mood In fact, when they conceived Miami Vice, they originally gave it the working title of MTV Cops. That wasn't going to be the actual title, but that was how it was conceived. Pretty much a cop show that was to be like an hour-long music video. And it wasn't quite like that, but it, it resembled it. Miami Vice was actually a very influential show in the mid-1980s. Not only did it influence... 1980s clothing styles very much, but it revived the South Beach area of Miami. The South Beach area of Miami was a slum all the way up through the mid-80s, and no one wanted to go there. And then Miami Vice changed the whole thing. Because of that show, South Beach is now a major tourist destination. So Glenn Fry passed away at the age of 67, the cause of death was kind of weird. I, I don't even remember specifically what it was, but it wasn't like a heart attack or cancer or a stroke. It was a a lesser known sort of cause of death. Like I understood what it was when I read it, but I was like, oh, wow, that's that's kind of a, an odd thing to die from. So I don't know if he was sick for a while. I didn't get the details on his death, but I'll tell you, I was actually a bigger fan of Glenn Fry than I was David Bowie, even though David Bowie was the much more famous and influential musician. 
because I was such a big Miami Vice fan and because I like uh, 1980s music in general, uh, I was actually more saddened to hear about the passing of Glenn Fry than David Bowie. And I did something that I usually don't do. I actually posted something about Glenn Fry on my Facebook, which I, I hate jumping on the Facebook bandwagon when a celebrity passes because like there's like 50 messages from your friends on your Facebook feed. Oh my God, this person died. Oh, so sad. Oh, so depressing. This guy died. Like it's all the same thing for everyone. It's so annoying. Like when I hear a celebrity has died, I'm like, Oh my God, Facebook's going to be terrible today. And I know that sounds kind of like a selfish thing to think, but that's, that's one of my reactions is that my Facebook feed is going to be unreadable with the same thing over and over and over. But I jumped on that bandwagon with Glenn Fry, which I did not do with David Bowie and posted a little-known commercial, a Pepsi commercial from 1985, which had a Miami Vice theme to it, featuring Don Johnson and Glenn Fry. And you can find that if you go to YouTube and just type in Glenn Fry Pepsi or Pepsi commercial, you'll see it come up. And it's like a two-minute, 15-second-long commercial, which was edited down to 30 seconds most of the time it aired in the mid-'80s, but they did air the full version of it. I'm not sure if it was the Super Bowl or some other time, but they did air the whole two-plus-minute commercial. And it's kind of a funny commercial because it's, it's kind of a mixture between the characters that Don Johnson and Glenn Fry played on Miami Vice and the actual actors who played them. It was kind of a mixture of both, as you'll see when you watch the commercial. But if you if you like Miami Vice, then you probably like Glenn Fry also. Anyway, welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio. I am Todd Dandruff with Telus. This is being broadcast on January twentieth, two thousand sixteen. And if you remember last week, we had a lot of internet problems that was it was affecting both the ability to connect to co-hosts and also just to broadcast the show. The show cut out probably about six times which I had to piece back together for the archives. So if you're listening to the archives and it just like jumped where I was saying something and then it just ended and I was saying something else, that's why. So I hope it is not going to happen today. The internet is, I describe as partially fixed and I'll describe later in the show. I don't want to bore you all with my customer service and tech support battles of which there were many this past week. I don't want to bore you guys with it, but it's been partially fixed is a short answer. And it still has a way to go. It's not perfect, but I think it's good enough to try this broadcast. So I, I had announced a few days ago I may cancel the show. And if the Internet was anything like it was two, three days ago, I would have canceled the show because it would have just not been viable. Tonight it's viable, but it's not going to be perfect. I hope it will be, but uh, there's a good chance it won't be. So if we have trouble hearing callers or co-hosts or the show disconnects, then you'll understand why. Uh, it is an issue on the Internet provider's end, not on my end. That has been proven, thankfully. And I'll explain all that when I get into the segment near the end of the show about my battles with Verizon Fios, my Internet provider. This week we do have a co-host who hopefully will be able to hear with my various Internet issues. I see he's online, which is always a good sign. I have to connect him via Skype because he's nowhere near me. He's in Canada. And here he is. Here he is. Daredevil, welcome to the show. <laughs> Please tell me you're joking. I can't hear you. Just kidding. Okay, I, don't do this to me. 
<laughs> Come on, I'm almost 44 years old. I'm going to have a heart attack here. I'm, g- I'm going to be the next one that uh, people are memorializing. At least I hope so. Uh, next week on this show, seems like someone new is dying every week here. I know, especially in music. Actually, yeah, it is in m- music. It's like uh, they- they're losing them quickly here in 2016, even though the year is only 20 days old so far. So, Daredevil, welcome to the show, and uh, I know you are currently experiencing rapidly deteriorating currency there in Canada. Yeah. So every every day, how does it feel that every day the money that you have saved is worth less, at least compared to the U.S. dollar? It sucks, especially how much I go to Vegas. Yeah, that, it, it hurts. Yeah, it that's hurts. that's that's the tough thing when you travel to another country and you're you're just paying more for the same thing because of currency exchanges. And I mean, I mean it's it's like to the point now where I'm going to have to vacation in Canada, and that's just <laughs> that's not good. Well, it's funny because I'm, I've been vacationing in Canada once a year pretty much for the last, I think, four years. And now this year, probably because of this exchange rate situation, I'm going to go again in the summer. So Yeah, live like a king up here, huh? Yeah, well, it's, it's, I can't believe that I can go to Canada and some things can seem cheap. I, Canada always came off to me as somewhere that was expensive to go. I know some areas are more expensive than others, but uh, it always seemed like an expensive place where you're just going to – just like many other times when you – travel as a U.S. citizen to other first world countries, the uh, usually the exchange rate is pretty bad and things are just very expensive. So I was surprised back in September when I was in Canada and restaurants were cheap, rental cars were cheap, uh, hotels were cheap, not super cheap, but they were actually cheaper than their counterparts in the U.S. The only thing that really wasn't was gasoline. So, right. Yeah, no, it's it's going down every day. It's depressing. And then I, I just took a look at the, the rundown for the show here, Todd. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't see something else, something on the rundown that also depressed me today, which was, uh, you, you know, we, we got shut out. Yeah, I, you know, I meant to add and that, too. Uh, I, I noticed that minutes before the show. I noticed minutes before the show that I shut out the topic of being shut out. So I was like, oh, no, yeah. we got we got to talk about that for sure. And then I – just got in the rush to get the show to be not as late as it already was. I just forgot to add that to the agenda, but we'll, we'll do it tonight. We will definitely talk about it. It's a topic that we need to discuss. Yeah, so, it hurts, but you know it's good to talk about these it, things. It so. is. It is. Yeah. So uh, we, we just uh, – like Rodney Dangerfield, we don't get no respect. <laughs> so, okay. So uh, we have a free roll tonight, uh, which starts in six minutes, but don't panic because if you're late – you can register late, up to 25 minutes past the registration time, which is 8.10 Pacific time. This is an $85 free roll on the No Fraud Online Poker Room, which you can find near the top of the screen. If you want to read the rules as to whether or not you qualify and other pertinent information, go to PokerFraudAlert.com slash free roll. PokerFraudAlert.com slash free roll, all lowercase. And... Make sure you familiarize yourself with that because if you are not and then you don't qualify, it's tough luck on you. I'm not going to pay you, but it's it's not that hard to qualify for. Just make sure you understand how you do so. And the $85 this week came from various sources. It did not come from me. It didn't come from Daredevil. It came from various listeners to the show. SMI Florida gave $21. He likes to donate often, and I appreciate that. He's, he sends me Bitcoin. So when SMI Florida donates, you, you can usually assume I have at least some Bitcoin. Slow roll donated fifty dollars. He may slow roll people, but at least he's generous with the free roll. Snow tracks gave six dollars. 
Shiz Money gave $3, and Hoser11, which should not be confused with longtime user FU Hoser. There's a different guy, Hoser11. He gave $5. That adds up to 85 bucks. I have not forgotten about you, Handicap Me, and the $60 you gave. I will use that next week. So the prizes are as follows. First place is $40. Second place is $20. Third place is 12 Fourth place is 8 Fifth place is 5 So we pay five spots this week. Last week, because it was a $200 free roll, a number of people came out of the woodwork to play that who hadn't played in a while. So I, I wonder if some of these people, and including one who finished in the money, I sometimes wonder if these people who come out of the woodwork when the free roll is big, do they really listen to the show a lot and just make an attempt to play the free roll when it's big, or do they just read something about it being big and go, oh, I'm just going to play this? <laughs> I mean, they, they qualify because they've been around. They're, they're not lurkers. I mean, they may be lurkers, but they, they register. They've been around for years, so fine. But what do you think? Well, I guess they're reading the form, at least. How else would they know? Yeah, I mean, they could be so, seen by Twitter, but whatever. Like, they qualify. It's fine. I just, uh, I, To be honest, I'd prefer that the winners of the free roll would be either a participant of the forum or a listener to the show. Uh, a lurker of the forum's fine, too. But uh, I'd really rather it be one of those two. But you can still qualify as long as you met the other requirements. I'm not going to enforce that other stuff. I'm just telling you like what my ideal is. When I see who wins it, that I'm happy if it's a listener or a, a forum poster. That's what makes me happy. When it's someone who I don't really know, who I think just registered years ago and doesn't listen, then I think, eh, well, that kind of sucks. But I, I pay him anyway. Uh, you will be paid, by the way, in one of various ways. PayPal is the preferred way, but I will also do a bank transfer if you want. That takes some days, but it, it'll come through. Bitcoin, which I probably have now. Cash, which I don't guarantee. Someone actually just requested a payment in cash, and I'm going to send it to him. But I told him, if it doesn't get there, you don't get it. I'm not sending another one. <laughs> and check. So you can pick any of those options, and I will pay you. It's It's not like one of these crappy free rolls where you get money on an online site that you don't want and it's tough to cash out. This is real cash. And we have it every week. It's usually a minimum of $50 and often it's uh, more than that. Sometimes even more than 100 Sometimes even 200 So that's going to happen now. Uh, here's how to contact me during the show. The phone number is 775-FRAUD-55 775-372-8355 You can also call the Mount Charleston line. That's an old 70s rotary phone that's sitting on top of Mount Charleston. I went to a different mountain, by the way, on Monday, a mountain in California, and I have to say the snow was better there than at Mount Charleston. At Mount Charleston, when I went, the snow was pretty lousy. and I didn't ski in either place. I'm just talking about uh, taking Benjamin to play in the snow. The snow was much softer, and you could do a lot more with it, and it was deeper at this mountain I went to in California which isn't even like a, a well-known large mountain. This isn't like Mammoth Mountain or anything. I went to a smaller mountain, but it was, it was nice. But anyway, Mount, Mount Charleston, 702-430-1808. 702-430-1808 is the Mount Charleston line. And if you want to text me during the show, you can. You can text me actually anytime, before, after, or during the show. Same number as the main number, 775-372-8355. Don't text the Mount Charleston line. It will not get, not get through. And Daredevil, you sound like you want to say something. Hmm? No. Oh, okay. I, I just uh, – do you have some kind of like – are you on the board of some like small mountain committee? 
<laughs> no. Like, why are you always going to these random mountains? Well, also, because of convenience. Because the the good mountains. I don't know how much you know about the geography in California and Nevada, but mm, the, almost the, nothing. Okay, but... the good mountains in this area of the country are not very close to anything or anyone. I, I guess if you live in Sacramento, then you can get to Tahoe fairly quickly. But uh, if you live in L.A. or even San Francisco, it's a drive. Even Las Vegas, it's a drive to get to any good mountain, which is a uh, a large mountain that uh, has very good skiing and, and a whole lot of snow. The, the mountains that rise up to like 11,000 feet, 10,000 feet, get a lot of precipitation, uh, those are all pretty far. So if you just want to go for like a snow day, then you go to just the closest mountain that has snow. So there's uh, one I go to in California. There's Mount Charleston, of course, in Las Vegas. And, I see. Yeah, that's, that's why I go. Now, Mount Charleston is a nice place to escape to in the summer if you're just sick of the Vegas heat and the desert scene. You go there, and it's a mountain scene, and it's it's 75 degrees instead of 110, and it, it could be a peaceful place to go that's very, very different and not that far from Las Vegas. So that's a – I even heard some dealers talking about it when I was on break. They're like, you know where you should go? Mount Charleston. I'm like, yeah. Someone's been listening to me. So they should pay me, though. I, I always promote Mount Charleston so much. I should I should ask the Chamber of Commerce there if they want to pay me to promote them here since I do it anyway. So – uh, here is the agenda tonight. And by the way, if you want to chat during the show, if you're listening live, you can go to the chat room. Just click on the chat button near the top of the screen. You have to have a flash-enabled device, meaning no iPhones or iPads. Oh, and one other thing before we get to the agenda. The call-to-listen line. If you do not have an Internet connection, if you don't want to waste your data allotment to listen to this show, if you're somewhere where it's just not feasible to use data or Internet to listen to the show live, don't worry, you still can. You can listen the old-fashioned way, by phone. If you have a phone that can dial, you can call up 712-775-8162. 712-775-8162. Go to the radio page. If you forget that number, it's right up there. I know it's not an easy number to remember. But that is the call-to-listen line, and no app required, no internet required, no smartphone required. Any phone, even the old Mount Charleston 70s rotary phone, can call and hear the show live. And we stream reruns of this show when we're not live. We're streaming 24-hour-a-day random reruns as if they're live. Random over the last four years that we've had this show. And those also stream on that phone number, 712-775-8162. Or you can just go to the radio page and listen that way. So a lot of ways to listen to Poker Fraud Alert Radio. Of course, in the archives, you can always listen through the TuneIn app, through Stitcher, through iTunes, or even just through an RSS feed or just directly clicking on the MP3 file that I post every time shortly after the show on the Poker Fraud Alert server. All that can be found through the radio tab on PokerFraudAlert.com near the top of the screen. So that's the end of that intro there. Now just here's the topics and we'll get going. MGM Properties are going to charge for parking in Las Vegas. You may say, wait a minute, we already discussed this back in October. Well, yes, we did. And people didn't believe us. And Mm -hmm. Daredevil, our esteemed co-host here, the permanent guest host of Poker Fraud Alert Radio. By the way, I've been considering Daredevil. I thought about this today when I was driving. 
Mm. I've been considering. I was going to just tell you this privately, but screw it. I'll just say it on the air. Uh, I, I've been considering maybe it's time for Daredevil to, to get an upgrade of his status of permanent <laughs> uh, guest host because he's he's been here so reliably, except last week he missed it. and I, He missed one back in December, but no big deal. Uh, he's been here very reliably recently since his return to the show. And I say, well, I don't know. Maybe he deserves more than permanent guest host status. So I'm, I'm exploring that possibility of, of giving him an upgrade. It's kind of like, wow, up, upgrading you to poker fraud alert seven star status. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, Daredevil's the one who brought the story of the MGM parking charge to poker fraud alert. Uh, the, the fact that it's really going to happen now. I'm actually the one who posted about it in October, but. Nevertheless, it is going to happen, and we'll talk all about that and whether it's a good idea, a bad idea, whether it's going to hurt Vegas, help Vegas, hurt MGM, help MGM, all that stuff. Remember that crazy woman who drove her car on the sidewalk and killed someone and hurt many other people, and she did it intentionally and then turned herself in, strangely enough? Uh, She is facing a possible very long prison sentence that I I don't think she's going to outlive. Uh, she is facing a potential sentence of 1,000 years in prison. <laughs> Just in case modern medicine improves to the point where people live 1,000 years. No, there's actually a reason for this. It's a little bit overkill, but there's actually a reason why they hand down sentences like this, and we'll discuss that and the 1,000-year sentence that she might get in that segment. Here's something that has not been talked about much, but I bet Daredevil knows about it because... Uh, he always knows about this Vegas stuff. In fact, we may have talked about it when we just hit on all these Vegas topics a few weeks ago with Daredevil and Brandon. Uh, did we talk about the $4 billion casino, the new casino coming to Vegas near where the Riviera was? So are, are you referring to Resorts World? I am, yes. Okay, yeah, we did. Okay, I thought we may have. Well, we're going to talk about it again. Okay. Uh, Matt Marifiati, also known on Twitter as AdZizzy, the ADZ, uh, he is melting down worse than usual. He's he's either full-blown insane or he's faking it or maybe a combination of both. But he, he released a 40-something minute video, which I'm going to play in its entirety. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to play in its entirety or, or even close to that. But uh, uh, he released a 40-something minute video ranting about how the mob is after him and his parents are conspiring to cover up what the mob is doing. His parents are on the mob side. I, I used to have some nightmares back when I was a kid uh, about uh, – this uh, gorilla that uh, that used to always try to get me. And uh, once in a while, my parents would conspire with the gorilla to help him get me. But not usually. Usually my parents would try to defend me. Yeah, seriously. But like, usually my parents would try to defend me. So I don't want to make my parents sound bad here because like, in most of the dreams where my parents were involved and most of the time my parents just either kind of fell in the background when this thing went after me or – uh, or, or they tried to defend me, and, and they were harmed themselves. But usually they just either weren't there or fell in the background. But once in a while, I'd have a variation of this dream where my parents would be helping this man-eating gorilla to get me. And this is like when I was between like four and ten years old. I was having these, these nightmares a lot. So uh, Matt Marifiati thinks he's having the same real-life nightmare that his parents are helping the mafia get him, and they're just, they're trying to cover up what the mafia is doing. So I'll play little clips of Matt Marifiati melting down, and uh, we'll discuss whether this is 
actually legitimate with – well, not about the the mob after him. I guess we'll discuss that too, but we'll discuss uh, what he's claiming and whether he really is as crazy as it seems. A few poker star stories this week. By the way, notice we haven't gotten to Daily Fantasy Sports yet. I, I buried it at the bottom of the agenda because I know how much you love it. Thank God. <laughs> so, so I know Daredevil hates the Daily Fantasy Sports, and we have a listener named Mr. Tickle uh, who's in the U.K., I believe, and he, uh, he complained he doesn't want to hear about Daily Fantasy Sports. So I've, I've buried it at the bottom where it's not going to get much time, and most of the show will have passed by the time we get to it. It's down there with Bitcoin, right? Because that's my other... Yeah, it is. The, yeah, they're in okay. Bitcoin, like the way down All there. Right. Okay, so poker stars. We have a number of poker stars topics. Uh, they are demanding that certain high-limit players, or at least one, they claim... I, I shouldn't say certain high-limit players, because it may only be one, but the claim is it's, it's a few, To pre- that they have to present videos of themselves playing poker with a 360-degree shot of the whole room, and if these players don't do this... And if they don't play the exact same way that they did before when they're on this video, that they will be kicked off Poker Stars and their money confiscated. But believe it or not, I actually am on Poker Poker Stars' side on this one. Another Poker Stars controversy involving a high-limit player being suspended. Jason Moe has been suspended from Poker Stars for threatening to have Lee Jones kicked in the balls. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. He tweeted that he would pay someone to go up and kick Lee Jones in the balls and say it came from him. So he got suspended for it, and he's currently complaining about that, and there's a debate whether Poker Stars should have suspended Jason Moe for doing this. I will say for this one that Jason Moe's money, he has a lot of money on the site, but PokerStars has already acknowledged that his money will be paid to him no matter what happens. So they're not going to take his money, but he may be kicked off the site. Donnie Stern and other Supernova elites who had those silly strikes against PokerStars that did nothing, and in fact the CEO mocked them in a press release after that, that the strike was ineffective. The Supernova elites who are very unhappy about the changes to the VIP program, uh, they, they are in the right as far as the changes that occurred in 2016, that they should have been delayed one year. But uh, everything else I felt PokerStars was in the right. But the, I understand why these players are irritated. Uh, but it's very clear PokerStars doesn't care about that. Well, in an effort to make it look like they kind of care, PokerStars has a new thing where certain representatives of the poker community meet with them and they discuss things together and they give their input and this supposedly influences what Poker Stars does. <laughs> so Donnie Stern and the others who were given the big middle finger by Poker Stars were now invited on Friday, past Friday, the 17th, to meet with Poker Stars and discuss things with them. So I'll tell you a bit about that and how this meeting went. Finally, Poker Stars reaches a settlement with Italy regarding the $300 million tax bill that Italy claimed they owed. Oh, and also Amaya's stock is in the toilet. We'll talk about that too. In other news, a phony casino game expert, this is a guy who claims he can beat negative expectation casino games, 
including ones that don't have a hole in them. Like uh, I'm not talking about blackjack where you can count cards. I'm talking about ones like a like craps and roulette that uh, this guy can beat them not just overall, but in every session that he plays. <laughs> uh, he has been indicted, but he's hiding. They can't find him. We'll talk about this guy's scam, how much money he made from the scam, and how ridiculous some of his claims were. WSEX, the World Sports Exchange, which is now gone, uh, fugitive Hayden Ware, who stole over a million dollars from WSEX, has made a plea for zero to 12 months in prison. So he's getting off as easy as Mycon did. So, well, and he did much worse stuff than Mycon did. So we'll talk about Hayden Ware and the slap on the wrist he got. Daredevil's favorite topic, daily fantasy sports. The Texas Attorney General is the latest Attorney General to jump on the bandwagon saying that daily fantasy sports is illegal by his state's laws. So there's an attempt to outlaw daily fantasy sports in another big state. First New York and now Texas, though New York's been delayed for a while. Also, Illinois, another big state. Just waiting for the hammer to fall in California. So that's like the last big state they have. I guess Florida, too. Other than that, they're going to be out from every single big state, population-wise. A player at Valley View Casino in California claims that he was banned from playing any further casino games there for the horrible crime of hitting two royal flushes. Not that he cheated to hit them. He just hit two royal flushes in a relatively short time, and they decided he's not allowed to play anymore. This is a Poker Fraud Alert exclusive story that has been covered very little elsewhere on the web. I shouldn't say nowhere, but very little attention to this story, and I think it's interesting. That's an Indian casino in the San Diego area, Valley View Casino. General topics... We'll talk about Bitcoin. Is the end really near? Something caused Bitcoin to fall, and now inexplicably it's rising back up. But some people are very concerned, including some Bitcoin proponents, are concerned now that uh, the end might be coming for Bitcoin. And I'll tell you the tale of my struggles to get back a working internet connection. And you may say, okay, I was successful because we're broadcasting here fine so far, but no. It's still not running the way it should. It, just, it may be acceptable for radio at the moment. We'll see. But it's still not where it should be. And I've had a nightmare getting as far as I have already. Like, a, if it wasn't me and my persistence, my Jewish persistence, uh, this would have never been solved. I would have either been stuck with the way it was and not be able to broadcast radio, or I would have had to switch providers. And the other provider I could switch to sucks too, so that's why I wasn't uh, itching to go do that. Those are the topics tonight. Again, you can text me anytime during the show, 775-372-8355. You can call up. You can chat in the chat room. I don't read it very much, but Daredevil does. Here are some texts we receive tonight. Uh, Miami Vice was great, but it underplayed the level of violence of the drug trade killings. I wouldn't say that. This is in the 915. One thing Miami Vice did not do was underplay violence. There was a very, very violent show. Hmm, never seen it. Yeah, it's well. You're yeah. You're a bit, little bit out of the age range for it. It was a mid '80s show, so uh, you were very, very young when it was on. But uh, I was kind of just 
at the age that, uh, like, among the youngest people watching it? Because you're not going to have, like, eight-year-olds watching it, because, as I said, it was a very violent and adult-themed show. Uh, he says, speaking of heart attacks, Druff, is your brother or cousin a cardiologist? Well, my cousin definitely is not a cardiologist because I have zero cousins. I do not have a single cousin. Do you have any cousins? Yeah, I have three. Yeah, I have zero. I don't know what it's like to have a cousin. Now, Be- Benjamin has six cousins, so he has plenty, but I-, I have zero. So definitely not my cousin. My brother is a cardiologist at Stanford, and I'm willing to say this on the air because if you Google Wittellis, then you'll find that pretty quickly anyway. There's not many Wittelluses out there, and you will see that he is a he's a professor of cardiology at Stanford. So... Uh, that's, uh, that's what he is. And whenever I have, uh, questions about medical issues, I go to him, especially if it has to do with anything with, uh, cardiology. Any, now I don't have many cardiology questions these days for myself because, uh, I don't have heart problems, but anything that has like a relation where I've heard like something can, is possibly indicative of a heart problem, whatever I go to him. And also he's just generally knowledgeable about medical issues, which is good to have in the family. I, I've noticed in certain things, he's better than others, as as you'd say for all doctors. You have, the doctors they they have their specialty, and they as long as it's a good doctor, they tend to be very knowledgeable in their specialty. And and my brother's a, a very very good cardiologist and very well respected. And does he listen to the show? No, no, he doesn't listen to the show. But uh, he's aware of it. He just doesn't listen to it. But uh, he actually he used to play poker, but he's he's out of that now, and. Uh, part of the reason he's out of poker, strangely enough, it's not because – I mean he'll play occasionally cash games when he goes to Vegas. But part of the reason he's out of poker, like he doesn't play the World Series anymore, is uh, he's a little concerned that if if he were to do very well in an event and win or come close to winning, that that would show up for Google results. And he doesn't want like people who are Googling him to consult with him about major heart issues to see stuff about – about uh, being a poker player, they don't want to. He doesn't want to be seen as a degenerate gambler. Uh, he doesn't want to be like reported as the unsavory blank with Yeah, like, yeah. He doesn't want that. Yeah. And say so he's not ashamed of poker. Like before this, he didn't care about being associated with poker. He's just because of the career. He because cardiology. It's, it's if you're seeing a cardiologist, usually it's a serious matter because it's your heart. It's a life or death situation. Sometimes he doesn't want the patients worrying about you know, whether this is some degenerate gambler who is staying up all night uh, playing poker and is, you know not going to be paying attention to his medical practice properly. So, so that's that's why he quit. He doesn't want the uh, direct association with poker. He still plays sometimes when he comes to Vegas, and uh, he's also a limit hold'em player. In fact, he played limit hold'em before I did, even though he's four years younger than me. So. <laughs> Uh, he he's cashed a few times. You, you can see in the not, nothing spectacular, but he's cashed a few times at the, the limit events of the World Series. I think once or twice. So uh, let's see what else we have here. From the nine oh four, Todd is God. Also complete donk bag, aka side kish, side dish the king. Holla at that player when you see him next in the streets. NWP for life. I think that might be Michael who just returned to the forum. Forum legend Michael. From the 979 area, Jesus fucking Christ, stop the intro. <laughs> does, this count, does this count as the intro? This is just reading text. This isn't really the intro anymore. Uh, someone saying from the 619, perfect timing 811. I don't know what that means. We, we didn't start at 811. We stopped, started way before that. Uh, this, 
from the two four eight, someone keeps saying Mycon back, Mycon back. Tide is God and Mycon is back. Stephen Avery is innocent. Would you spin a seat cover? Mycon back. Okay, that speaks for itself. Uh, from the five one zero, this guy's still bragging about the Golden State Warriors. Told you about them, Dubs, homie. Ye. Well, the Golden State Warriors, they they. They've lost some recently. They lost to Detroit. They, they had lost two on the road. They were straight, two straight on the road. And sadly, I was, speaking of the mountains, I was in the mountains the day they played the Cavaliers, and for the first time this season, were an underdog. And I got, I got back, and I saw this, and they destroyed the Cavaliers in Cleveland. And I was like, oh, my God, they were at a three-and-a-half-point underdog, and I didn't, this is like the one day I didn't get to check the lines. I would have totally gone with that. Totally. So then they went by like 34 points. Jeez. Then I bet on something else yesterday and lost, of course. I was going to ask how your uh, basketball betting is going. I'm not doing it much, but every time I bet, I lose now. So that's why it was especially painful that, uh, <laughs> that I couldn't get that. I probably would have just gone for the money line on that one. And uh, Okay, so that's the text tonight we've gotten. And 775-372-8355 is the number to call or text. Let's get going. So the MGM Properties have announced that there's going to be a $10 charge for parking in Las Vegas. And that's a, a huge departure. And when I say Las Vegas, I mean their properties. Now, some people who are not as knowledgeable about this think that this means that there's going to be a $10 charge just at the MGM Grand. They go, well, I don't ever go to the MGM Grand, so who cares? Wrong. This is at all MGM properties, and MGM has a number of properties in Las Vegas. And let's see if I can even name them all. I'm sure you can. It's mm-hmm. uh, MGM, of course. Yeah. They have uh, Mandalay Bay. Yes. They have Excalibur. Correct. Luxor. Yeah. Uh, Bellagio. Okay. Monte Carlo. Yeah. Aria. Yeah. And now I'm running a bit short here. Uh, is there one I'm missing? Yep, there's two, actually. What are they? Uh, New York, New York. Oh, I, yeah, that's right. And technically, Circus Circus. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm not sure because that's not an M-Life property. They kind of treat that like a bastard stepchild, so <laughs> I don't know if they're going to charge for parking at Circus Circus. Not not 100% on that. but Yeah. So, okay, so that's a lot of properties and a lot of major properties. These aren't just crap properties, and a few of them are crap properties, but these are all major, some are uh, upper echelon major, some are lower echelon major, but still major properties. Uh, parking has been free on the Las Vegas Strip for a very long time. Uh, I don't know if they ever charge. Do you know if they ever charge on the Strip for parking? Uh, ever? I don't know. I mean, not as long as I've been going there. Yeah, I, but, I've, but... I've never seen it either. Now, downtown technically charges for parking, but you can get it validated. And uh, you know, so there's there's ways to get free parking over there. Here, uh, on the Strip, they are now just going to be charging for parking at all MGM properties, the ones we just named. Now, it hasn't started yet, but supposedly it's going to begin sometime around the spring of this year. And... They said they will be charging $10 for overnight self-parking at most of their strip properties. So I don't know what most means. Maybe some of the lower properties, they won't do it. I don't know. Uh, Starting the spring, probably when that uh, T-Mobile arena opens in April. So I I think they also don't want people uh, 
coming for the arena and just parking at their lots. But they, they could have prevented that on the days of uh, – there's other ways to prevent that on the days the arena is going to have a lot of people. Yeah. Also, I don't know when it's going to be finished, but they announced they're also building a separate lot for that arena. Yeah, that's true. But uh, that, uh, that won't be done by the time it's open. But Now, to show you how many rooms we're talking about in these different hotels, uh, there's 35,310 rooms at these resorts combined and 37,000 parking spots. So here's the list of properties where they're going to charge for parking. So I guess we have our answer of where they will and will not charge. You're right about Circus Circus. They're not going to charge there. That makes sense. Uh, but they will be charging at Mandalay Bay, Delano, or Delano. That's the second hotel at Mandalay Bay. It's really the same thing. Excalibur, Monte Carlo, New York, New York, Vidara, which is not really a hotel. It's more condos that are rented out sometimes. Uh, Aria, Bellagio, Mirage, and the MGM Grand. So those are the properties that will be charging $10. It's not clear to me if they're going to collect it upon entry, upon exit, and if it's going to be nightly or just one time to get in the lot. Do you know about this? From the way I read it, it was nightly. Yeah, that's what it seems like to me. They said overnight self-parking. and Also, when they say overnight, what does that mean? Does that mean if you came just for the day? Like let's say you pulled in at 3 p.m. and left at 9 p.m. Does that mean you're not going to be charged? Yeah, I saw that too. Again, the way I understood it was it, it was just $10 flat to park there. because, yeah. And it has to be because if you think about what I just said, that the um, that big lot for the arena is not going to be there yet. There's no way they're just going to let all those people park for an event and yeah, that's not pay. A good point. That's a good point. So I, I think, the, I think the article is just wrong when it says that overnight. I think they just threw that word in there and they shouldn't have. Uh, valet parking apparently is going to be even more. <laughs> so yeah. if you want a valet park, which I never do anyway, if you want a valet park, it's going to cost even more. It's not said how much more. And right now, no other properties in Vegas are going to be charging that parking fee. And I, I stress right now, this might change, especially the Caesars properties. They own a number of properties on the Strip. They might follow and charge as well as might uh, other properties such as the Wynn and the Venetian and uh, things like the Tropicana. So we'll see if this becomes the new normal on the Las Vegas Strip, something that seemed inconceivable before. And uh, now I think this is a mistake. I think this is something that's going to backfire on MGM. And the thing people seem to be bringing up of why this is not going to end up being a mistake for MGM and why it's going to just generate revenue and people are just going to accept it. They bring up the resort fee. The MGM properties were the first to introduce the resort fee on the Las Vegas trip. Now, the resort fee has been around a long time before it was introduced in Las Vegas. So they didn't invent the resort fee, but they were the first ones to apply the resort fee to their hotels. And at the time, there was a lot of teeth gnashing about that and people were saying oh this is going to kill the MGM hotels everyone's going to run over to Caesars and other properties because they're not going to want to pay resort fees in fact Caesars tried to combat this by having a very uh, prolific ad campaign that they do not charge resort fees in fact even when you would call up to book a Caesars room or call up any Caesars property when you'd be put on hold you'd hear and all Caesars properties have no resort fees you'll never pay a resort fee well that ended up not being true so 
Yeah, what, and their reason for reversing it was completely hilarious. They said that their customers demanded resort fees. <laughs> it was a fucking joke. <laughs> the customer said, we want resort fees. We want resort fees. And they're like, okay, okay. Like, I guess. <laughs> okay, so, so Caesars added them, and now resort fees are so standard in Vegas that pretty much every property charges them except the real dumps that you probably wouldn't want to stay at anyway. Now, the reason I say this is different is that the resort fees, the reason Caesars backtracked on this wasn't because the public was demanding this in outrage. Uh, The reason Caesars backtracked and added the resort fees was because they realized they were at a competitive disadvantage in the Internet age as far as their bookings went. Because think if you want to book a hotel in Vegas, what do you do? Unless you have a specific property in mind that you definitely want to stay at. If If you have several in mind that you think you may want to stay at, you go on a site like kayak.com or trivago.com, and then it lists for you all the different prices of all the hotels in Vegas, and you can sort them by, uh, by in a lot of different ways, including a popular sorting method is by price, where it starts at the lowest price and goes up, or you can start at the highest price and go down. But wherever, whatever, you can see them listed in order of price. So, of course, the very cheapest ones you probably don't want because they're, they're terrible. But you get up to the mid-level properties and you start to say, okay, well, these are kind of the same to me. I just want something that's okay but not terrible and it's on the strip. Let's see what we've got here. So the problem was MGM properties were charging the resort fee and that is not listed on the internet as far as uh, when it ranks them. It, It lists just the room charge before tax and before resort fees. So let's say a room at uh, MGM Grand is $80. Uh, they may list it as th- – what they do then is the resort fee – I don't know what it is now. Let's just say it's $30. They can list the room as $50, which seems like a bargain, whereas a room at Planet Hollywood, if it's $80, back before they had the resort fee, would just be listed as $80. So you would see that MGM Grand is $50, Planet Hollywood's $80, and you go, well, screw that. I'm not staying at Planet Hollywood. I want to stay at MGM Grand, which is 50 when in reality they're the same. It's just you don't see the resort fee until near the end when you're going to put the booking through. They have to state it to you before you pay because uh, that's required by law. They have to state that charge. Otherwise, you have a right to refuse it. Uh, And back in the early days of resort fees, not in Vegas, but in the early days, just when they were coming out around uh, about 10 years ago, a lot of hotels didn't realize that, and I was jewing my way out of resort fees that way. I would get there. They'd tell me to pay the resort fee. I'd pull out the confirmation email and say, nope, nothing about a resort fee here. <laughs> and uh, and I'd, I'd show them. They have, And I'd get some weak arguments, but they'd have to back down because legally they have to honor whatever they promise you. So yep. now now no places make that mistake. And, and Vegas, by the time they introduced resort fees, were familiar enough with them to where this mistake was not happening either. So, so basically, listing online by price... MGM Properties had a huge advantage at that point because the resort fee was rolled in to the Caesars price, whereas MGM Properties separated. See, Caesars wasn't doing you a favor. They weren't uh, giving you – they weren't just letting you off for free. They were just uh, not breaking it down the same way that uh, MGM was doing. MGM breaks a small portion off the price, and then when they're listed, they come up cheaper when they're really not. So if Caesars like, crap, MGM keeps beating us. For the same fees, right, for the same price for the properties because uh, people don't understand the resort fee thing when they're searching. So we have to do what they're doing. Otherwise, they're going to have a huge advantage. So that's why they did it. So- well, you're half right. 
And the reason that I actually brought up resort fees as sort of semi-analogous to this is, yeah, you're right about the search thing. Okay, but Caesars knew that already. It's not like they didn't understand why MGM was doing it. But the other reason that they didn't do it was they said, okay, well, you know, let's market this and see if the PR is going to balance out, you know, what we're losing in the searches. They also thought, well, let's see how bad this pisses people off. Let's say people are outraged and boycott MGM and they're not going to pay it and this causes a huge kerfuffle. Then they saw it, they're losing on both fronts. They're losing on the the sword ability for the Expedias and all that, and people paid it. You know, the the stay in those MGM hotels did not drastically decline. So then they thought, okay, well now we're higher in the search and people are willing to pay this. So they reversed it. Yeah, that's all true. And by, so by the way, I, I think the same thing is going to happen with the parking. They're going to say. Okay, let's take a wait-and-see approach. Let's see if this really just super offends people to the point where MGM's business goes way down. They're going to see that it probably doesn't, and then they're going to look and see, oh, well, look at all this money we're missing out on. Let's start charging 10 bucks ahead and you know make a ton more money. Yeah, and uh, well, okay, I, I, I have a different feeling on that, but I just want to point out one other thing with the resort fee. Uh, I remember checking into Caesars when it was first – coming out the the resort fees people were kind of surprised by it uh, it was so funny to watch how pissed off everyone was i would have hated to be a desk agent in those days like i'm talking about like 2012 or whenever they brought it up because i i watched one person after another get pissed argue 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 and the desk agents were told absolutely n- never to w- to wave that no matter how angry people get do not wave it so people would argue and argue and argue and be so pissed and they'd say they're being cheated, they're being scammed, and the desk agent had to just stand firm on it. And it must have been an awful job. Yeah, it's going to be even worse now in a way with the parking because they already have the resort fee. So yeah, what is the resort fee for? It doesn't cover the parking. That's like, true. Yeah, a lot of times, a lot of times the resort fee does cover parking. So I think this is going to backfire, though. I think it's different in that since the resort fee was kind of broken out of the hotel price – I think people more understood it. Of, of I think with the parking, it's a different story because this is just an extraneous fee, and it's not just for the hotel guests. It's for everybody who comes in. And I think the big problem here is that there's a lot of people who end up spending money at a Vegas hotel casino that don't initially plan to spend what they do. They just say, oh, let's go to this property, and they drive in. And by the way, it's not that easy to walk from property to property on this trip. You can, but because there's such large properties, it takes a while. And it, and it's also to cross the street in Vegas is a pain in the ass because you don't just cross on a crosswalk. You go on this like a overpass crosswalk. It's the whole thing's a pain in the ass to walk around in Vegas. You can do it, but it's a it's a pain. So people usually drive directly to the property they want to go to and park in that lot, and then go to that property. And some just are browsing around, walking around, seeing if they like the machines, the table games. Uh, if they see a restaurant they like, they, they go. Sometimes even a show that suddenly appeals to them, they will go uh, buy a ticket for. There are some people that come with specific purpose. Of course, hotel guests, uh, they're coming to stay there. But uh, pe- non-guests, sometimes they come for a specific reason. They want to play a specific game or they want to eat a specific restaurant, whatever. But there are a lot of browsers that do end up spending a lot of money. Yes, you have the people that just walk around and spend nothing or almost nothing, but you have a lot that intend to show up and just walk around or or are not sure if they want to spend money that do, that are taken in by the allure 
of whatever casino they're visiting and end up spending money. And this is going to prevent that, in my opinion, that people are going to say, oh, it's $10 to park here? Screw it. I'm going to go down the street where it's not $10. And I don't think we're going to have a lot of people going like to Caesars and walking to Bellagio because, again, it's a pain in the ass. And unless there's a specific thing you're going for, a casino is a casino. So I don't see, other than people who have their hearts set of going to Bellagio, for example, I don't see we're going to have mass numbers of people parking at Caesars where it's free and doing this long walk all the way through the big Caesars property to get to Bellagio just to save $10. I don't see it. I just see people will go there and they go, well, we're here anyway at Caesars. Let's just stay here. And I, I think there will be enough of a backlash of this to where it's not going to work. They, they will gain money, obviously, with this $10 that they're charging, but I don't think it's going to be enough to offset the business they're going to lose. And clearly, uh, just like with the resort fees, Caesars is taking a wait-and-see attitude to see if there is a backlash to this and to see if they'll gain customers from, from what's going on here. And I don't even think Caesars minds if people park at their properties and walk over with a plan to walk over to MGM properties because usually to do that you have to walk through the casino anyway. Well, it depends, but see the problem with that argument is okay. In certain cases it'll be true, but in certain cases it won't. Because if you think of something like the Bellagio, yeah, you know what? The people going there are probably not going to care about ten dollars. But then Caesar's is going to see that. I mean, do you really think someone's going to switch from Bellagio to Caesars, who's a Bellagio customer, for $10? Probably not. It'll be the smaller properties that are more affected because that's a bigger percentage of, you know, whatever they're planning to spend there. So I wouldn't – so, you know, then if they see, well, next door, they're getting 10 bucks a head. I don't think it's going to drive them next door in, in a high-end property like that. It's just too small of an amount. Yeah, I don't think it's going to do that either. Plus, the other thing is they've talked about it's certain uh, card levels you won't have to pay for parking. So none of the whales are going to have to pay it. The other interesting thing, I wish Brandon was on for this, but um, you know, he said too that and, – and this is another reason I don't think MGM is going to reverse it anytime soon – is they're going to have to build infrastructure for this. Because, I, I mean, I never drive down there, so maybe you could tell me, Todd, but he said, like, look, they don't have booths and, uh, you know, the arms that go down and, and little places for people to take the money. So they're going to have to build those. Yes, yes, it's going to be So <laughs> that means they're going to at least have to pay for them. So this is not going to go away anytime soon. Yeah, well, that's the other thing I wanted to bring up is this is going to create, I believe, a massive traffic problem exiting during peak times. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. th- these are there's a lot of people that come in and out of these parking lots. These are very big properties, not just with number of hotel rooms, which are huge, but also very big properties as far as uh, other things to do that the people who are not staying at the hotel come to. This is not like a hotel in, in downtown Los Angeles where most of the people coming there are staying there and it doesn't have as many rooms as, as a place like MGM or Bellagio. So you're going to have, especially at times when people are typically exiting, a massive line there. And I think it's going to be very frustrating uh, when you're ready to leave the casino that you get in your car and provided they're charging on the way out, which it seems like they're going to, that you're going to wait in a long line to get out of there. Imagine if you just lost a lot of money in the casino – and you're just ready to go. You just want to leave and go. And then you, you got to sit in line. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so <laughs> tilting. There's a car in front of you. Some guy's fumbling with his change or his credit cards. Like, yeah, it's going to piss people off. I, I would think they'd have to charge coming in. Yeah. But, so, but, but if they charge coming in, then they 
can only do it once. They can't do it per night. Yeah, that's true. It's weird. So I, they, they, I guess they can do a thing where I, I've seen this. Actually, I saw this in Canada, Niagara Falls, where you have to buy a ticket for the number of days you're there, and then they can give you like equivalent of right. a parking ticket or tow you yeah. if you're there for longer. But yeah. I don't think they're going to do that. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what happens with it. I, th- I think it's going to backfire, and I think that it will eventually – I hope so. I, I think it's going to eventually be reversed, but maybe I'll be wrong about this. I'm not 100% sure on this. I, this is just my prediction that uh, they believe this is going to drive revenue. They believe it's going to be like the resort fee where they just make more money and people accept it and eventually the industry adopts it. But I don't think so. And one other thing I want to say is that parking charges make more sense in places where people are likely to park and then just leave and go elsewhere, where they're pretty much using the lot as a free place to park. Right, which is why they do it downtown. Yes. And and, uh, Vegas is different in that way. Most people who park in a lot of a Vegas hotel casino are going to that Vegas hotel casino. There's very few that are parking there and going elsewhere and not spending any time where they're parking. There's a few, but a very small percentage. And part of it is because it's uh, it, it's so it takes so much time to walk out of there and, and get onto the street. And, and another reason is there's so much parking on the strip that you can park where you're intending to go for free. So why why would you park at a different property if you can park at the place that you intend to go for free. So uh, they just don't have this problem here. There's, there's no reason to have to make the revenue on parking when they're already making the revenue on what people do in the place they're parking at. So I, I think it's just going to piss people off. It's going to backfire. And uh, uh, now Anchor Draw is pointing out, Harris New Orleans charges like $25, but you get validated with one hour of play. Yeah, that's true. And I, I, you know, I didn't have to pay that being a seven stars, but... This is, again, different because Harris New Orleans is located in a place that uh, where parking is at a premium and that people would use the lot to park there for free to go do other things and never bother with Harris. You'd have a lot of non-gamblers parking there just to get the free parking. So that's why it makes yeah. sense. Also, the MGM has not talked at all about validation, which – I mean I, I wouldn't love it, but that would be fair. Like you have to do something there to get it validated. That yeah. wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I'm wondering like at the restaurants, for example, the restaurants, especially the higher end ones, are they going to be validating? If you have an expensive meal, can you at least get free parking? Or... I don't know. It hasn't been stated yeah, yet. Yeah, it hasn't been stated so, yet. I'm wondering that too. I wouldn't think it would. So be, but... we'll, we'll see what's going to happen here. And uh, uh, this is, this may seem like a stupid thing we're talking about for $10, but it, it's an annoyance. Like, Who wants to – you go to a casino, you're already playing games that are stacked against you. The restaurants are, are overpriced. Uh, the hotel, obviously, they're, uh, they're not cheap these days. It's not like the old days where you get super cheap hotel rooms. So they make plenty of money on you in various ways, and you're probably not parking there just to use them for free parking and not using their business. So I, I don't understand. This is like uh, this really is like a money grab. It's kind of offensive to me. Yeah, and I mean, think like you stayed at the Monte Carlo, right, Todd? Yeah, I stayed there. So they have like a $30 resort fee for their like wired internet. Yes, it's horrible. So someone's going to go there and they're going to be like, yeah, $30 resort fee. Oh, and $10 for parking. <laughs> oh, well, what does a resort fee include? Oh, a hard line for your like computer that doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, a really, like, slow, really just... uh, slow wired internet you have to be in the corner of the room to use. That's why it's even more egregious. Like, oh, wait, but you get local phone calls too. 
Well, you the, get a free copy of the newspaper, or whatever. The yeah, fuck a local like phone. That. All the local phone calls you want within Vegas. If you uh, <laughs> if you want to call up uh, various escort services and send a hooker to your room, now it's not going to cost you a dollar per call. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know nobody has cell phones these days to make free calls, so it's important to have free local calls. All right, moving on. Some people in the chat room didn't like this topic, but I, I thought it was important to discuss. Yeah, it's big. It's huge news for Vegas. I mean, yeah, it's... it is. Okay, so uh, that crazy woman who drove her car on the sidewalk that uh, killed one person, intended to kill a lot more than that, but she ended up killing one, and several others uh, got injured there. I think 20 people got injured. She is facing now 71 charges, according to Time.com, Time Magazine's website. Her name is Lakeisha Holloway. We've talked about her before. She's 24 years old. Uh, She is being charged with uh, reflecting her uh, intentional injury of 35 people, including, I think, 11 who suffered substantial bodily harm. Chief Deputy District Attorney Mark Giacomo said in a statement that she could be sentenced to over a thousand years in prison if convicted on all these charges. Now that's the the maximum sentence. She probably you know they have to convict her on every single one of these counts. It probably won't happen. Uh, he said these charges will ensure the protection of our community from the defendant for a very long time. I would say that a very long time. I mean, like, okay, so why would you? Make a thousand-year sentence. So I, I want to also point out she's going to face child abuse charges because she struck an 11-year-old with her vehicle while her three-year-old daughter was sitting in the back seat. Jesus. She was previously charged with murder, child abuse, and felony hit and run. So they added these other charges on top of it for 71 total. Of, could be sentenced up to a th- over a thousand years in prison. Uh, now I, I saw people mocking this on Twitter, saying, "Ah, oh, thousand years! Come on!" And the, you know, people are making fun of that. Now, yes, it's true that. Human beings will not live a thousand years, uh, maybe ever, and and probably not for a very, very, very long time. I'd actually have to go with ever. I don't think humans will ever make a thousand years. Uh, maybe very, very deep into the future, they'll find ways to extend the lifespan by uh, replacing things in the body that that uh, go bad. But uh, I can't, the hardest thing is your brain. How's your brain? Your brain's not going to live that long any, either. So I don't know how that'll ever be managed, but. Uh, anyway, why why give a thousand years then? Well, let's say I did this, and uh, let's say I did exactly what she did, and let's say I was sentenced to one hundred years in prison. Well, you'd say, okay, that's a that's a lifetime sentence because uh, I'm almost forty four years old. No one's ever lived to one hundred forty four anywhere close to it, so that would be a life sentence. Well, probably, but. Sometimes, through good behavior and other factors, you can serve only like 30% of the sentence which you got, especially if you can prove to the parole board that uh, you're not dangerous anymore. So it would be possible, if I got a 100-year sentence, that I could get out in something like 30 or 35 years. And in 30 or 35 years, I could very well be alive. In fact, the the averages would say, by the U.S. life expectancy, that, that I would be alive in 30 to 35 years. So that's why you have to give someone a lot more than their natural lifespan. Uh, also, you don't want things like if prisons are overcrowded and they start cutting sentences down 
or, or any other legal development in subsequent years that shave years off of people's sentences. You want to make sure that they have such a long sentence that there's no way, no matter what happens, that they're going to be able to get out during their life. And a 1,000 is overkill. Uh, usually you see sentences like 400 years to ensure that. But that's why they give sentences like that, in case you're wondering. Oh, see, I thought it was just because there were so many counts. That, that, well, each count carried X amount of years, so the math just worked out, too. That, that can happen, too. That can happen, too. But sometimes people really do get 400-something years and things like that. For, like, one crime? Uh, yes. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and, and this is also why they uh, – you're also going to have it where that you're serving – when you have these multiple counts, you can end up serving them concurrently or consecutively. So the concurrently is kind of BS because it, it's like you're serving two sentences or three sentences or five sentences at once, which – you can't, you can't be in jail five times in one day. If you're in jail one day, it's one day. It's not five days. But this would count as like five days. So uh, that's also in the sentencing, whether it's consecutively or concurrently. So they, they haven't said which way they would do it with her. Uh, definitely what they're going to be shooting for here. I, I think she should get the death penalty. I don't think she should even get a life sentence. I think she should be death penalty because she intended to do this. She just decided she's going to kill people with her car and did. But uh, it looks like they're going instead for the life sentence, and that's uh, – I'm sure she's going to get it. Uh, it's very clear she did it. She admitted she did it. She, after she did it, she drove to another casino and said, yeah, I just ran over a bunch of people with my car. Uh, <laughs> Call the police. Yeah. Doesn't Nevada have the death penalty? They do. So I'm surprised they're not pursuing it with her. I'm, I'm yeah, surprised. Yeah, I don't I – don't. Especially in this case, because there's multiple witnesses and she admitted it. Yeah, she turned herself like, in. Admitted where's it. the? Yeah, they, they, they're afraid they're going to lose. Like, I don't get it. I don't it's get an it. An airtight case. Yeah, it is a very airtight case. So uh, they still haven't said her reason. Remember, if the the police were stating that they are not comfortable sharing the reason. Yeah, you know, I wasn't on that show, but I heard you say that. It's weird when that story first broke. I read, and I can't remember where. But I read that it was a targeted attack, that she was targeting one person in that crowd, and then that story got deleted. Huh. So I don't know if that was a false report or if that they that the cops said, we don't want you telling people this. So you would think if it was just one person she's targeting, they'd be comfortable saying that. It's, to me, it's yeah, like something they, they wouldn't want uh, inciting – a lot of other problems, like like she meant to kill white people or things like that. They they don't want maybe they don't want a, a white person then retaliating by killing black people or like maybe yeah. they they don't want to spark racial tension, so they just uh, don't want to. Say, that's what I'm picturing. It's got to be something like that. Probably uh, it it could be. I mean, there's there's some rumors also that it, it could have had to do with uh, some kind of terrorist belief she had uh, with with some kind of sympathies towards ISIS. There was no. No, nothing stated about that, but that was also assumed that that's a possibility, and they don't want to say that either. Maybe, like, okay, so if, if it's a crazy woman who just drives her car on the sidewalk and kills kills someone and injures a bunch of people, that sucks. And but but you're not going to be that scared to come back to Vegas, knowing that she's going to be in prison the rest of her life, and that it's unlikely you're going to see this again, like someone else going to do this. Uh, but if you thought it was a terrorist attack on Vegas, even if it's just a person who just decided. You know why I sympathize with ISIS? I'm going to do this for them uh, without any kind of planning. Uh, this might scare people, and maybe that's the reason. Maybe they don't want. To, maybe she made some statements of doing this for uh, uh, terrorist reasons, and they didn't want people afraid to come to Vegas like terrorists are after Vegas. So I thought that might be a reason too. 
It could be because yeah, it was weird that they wouldn't say why. Yeah, I've never seen this before where they will not give a motive. Now this yeah. might come out. This might come out in in the trial. So, mm. Yeah, so true. We will we will see. But so far, it is, as far as I know, this has not been released by the cops. If it really is something like uh, you're just going after one person there, I'm really surprised they wouldn't say it. And it may have to do with the Paris Hotel, strangely enough, because she had she changed her name to Paris something something like two months before it happened. Oh yeah, Paris Paradise, right? Which yeah, in yeah. Paris is in the city of Paradise. Yeah, so. and then she she had a picture of her on her Facebook from back in 2012 at the exact spot where she ended up going up on the sidewalk. What what a weird thing to be obsessed with. Like I can see being obsessed with actual Paris. Yeah. But like you're obsessed with the fake Eiffel Tower in like Las Vegas. It's just so weird. Yeah, by the way, I want to give congratulations to this guy in the 510, one of our few black listeners. He said, please read on air. So he really wants me to read this. Found out I'm going to be a father today. Can't wait. Oh, it's our congrats. first. Shout out to my future child listening to the PFA archives. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the, the best decision as a father to have your son influenced by this show. But but uh, congratulations to you. I remember when I found this out, and I was actually kind of in disbelief, even though I was trying to make it happen. Uh, I was in disbelief because I just kind of just didn't believe it, that it had actually occurred. So Benjamin's mom came to me and woke me up and showed me a pregnancy test that was positive. And my first, that is like, she woke me up out of sleep, too. So that's another reason I said this. But I said, how do we know that's accurate? <laughs> that's the first thing I said. You and, said, are you in league with the bear that's chasing me? <laughs> as a gorilla. Oh, but gorilla. Uh, I, I said, how do we know that's accurate? It could be, it could be wrong. And then uh, she was irritated by that response. And then the, the, I, I – now, when I woke up, I was a little less skeptical, but I was still a little skeptical to where I, I went and got a second pregnancy test, which she took the next day. Because, like, the one she showed me, it wasn't, like, totally, totally positive-looking. Uh, so I wasn't 100% sure, but the next day it was super positive-looking. And uh, so – and as you see, we have uh, the child who resulted from that uh, who's now over five years old. Well, congrats to that listener, whoever yeah. he is. Congrats to you. And uh, from the 505, I was getting texted uh, referring to the woman who drove up on the sidewalk. If she were white, she'd get off on insanity or affluenza. Well, I, I don't think, you know, I don't think anybody would get off for this. I, I, no. And, and by the way, I, I want to say, even though I'm white, I support the same penalty for all races. You know, I, I only look at the crime. And and if someone commits a heinous crime, I want them to get the death penalty. And I don't care what color they are. I don't care if they're white, they're black, Hispanic, Asian, whatever. If they did something that deserves the death penalty, in my opinion, they should get it. I, I totally don't look at race when these things happen. I look at the crime, and it, it disgusts me when people get off easy for it or semi-easy. And that's that's what really gets – and that's the truth. That's uh, that's I, I never like when people sympathize with someone who has committed a very – terrible crime just because they're the same race as they are. They, they shouldn't. They should say we're going to support the good people in our race and, and any unfair situations they get, protest against that, but not, not people who are bad that happen to be in the, your same race. They should be punished. And I, I, you know, believe me, when I see white people committing bad crimes, I want them punished severely. So, oh, Yeah, I would think so. I'm not even a death penalty guy in general, but for cases like this, where there's no ambiguity, I mean... Uh, don't even take the trial. Just <laughs> don't take the trial. Don't waste the bullet. Just drive her out to the Hoover Dam and push her off. Like maybe just leave her on the sidewalk and have a car hit her. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All 
Uh, so uh, here's a text from the 916. Being charged to park at a hotel is bullshit. MGM is going to burn down again. <laughs> That's. Uh, <laughs> I hope this isn't taken as a terrorist threat against the MGM hotel. By the way, this uh, is not for me. This is from a listener, just to make it clear to the FBI who uh, used to listen to the other show. that the, They listened to the Donk Down show, so... Uh, but also the MGM moved, so yeah, and the MGM the 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 fire wasn't intentional. Also, even though like eighty people died, it was not an intentional fire. And that's now Bally's, but yep, that's right. So it should be Bally's burning down again. It should be accurate. So, <laughs> well, so, maybe that Grand Bazaar will go up. Yeah. What what if someone who's mad about this burns down Bally's and oh, like, great, <laughs> that's all I needed. And then Bally's is like, wait, we're not charging you for parking. They go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me extinguish the fire. Uh, then I get uh, extradited to Gitmo or something. Now this is this is from the eight one six. This is from Jay Searles. He says Jay Searles is God. I hate when people do this and they like they they say that about themselves. Like you uh-huh. want to say it about someone else, fine. Don't say it about yourself. That's tacky. And he says Royals, poor man's Dodgers. And I, I'm going to explain that comment. I've made a comment on the forum before referring to the Kansas City Royals as the uh, as the poor man's Dodgers. And uh, I say this only because. Of the uniform, that if you look at the uniform without looking too closely, it actually looks a lot like the Dodgers uniform. It's the same colors. Uh-huh. It has a lot of similarities. So actually, I call them the fake Dodgers, not the poor man's Dodgers. They, they kind of were the poor man's Dodgers, too, because they have a much lower budget. Uh, now, they've been more successful in recent years than the Dodgers have been. The, the Royals have done a, a great job with the resources they have and, and put together a team of some great players who have uh, uh, done extremely well and they won a World Series, but uh, still... Oh, by the way, we have uh, Adam Schwartz in the chat, I see. He says, how long was the agenda tonight? Thought I was going to catch the start of the show at 9 p.m. <laughs> now, I love it when, when, when people from other radio shows come into the chat for this one and, and talk trash about our show. That's, <laughs> see, I, I, I bet he's like all feeling proud of himself. Oh, and the 2 plus 2 poker cast, we don't have a long agenda. We just get right to it. You mean, Me and Terrence just get right to the meat of things. And you guys, you guys wait, wait an hour and a half. But you know what? I, didn't he get snubbed, too, on these uh, awards? Yeah, as yeah, far as I, I saw. I think he did. So he's in the same boat as us. That's good. I, f- I feel better. Misery loves company. All right. So let's let's move on here to the third topic here, Adam. So we're we're moving along here. The third topic by 9.07 p.m. is that's blazing fast for this show. A new $4 billion casino is coming to Vegas. It's going to be across the street from where the old Riviera Hotel was. Yeah, well, more accurately, it's on the site of the old Stardust. Yes, yes. And it's called Resorts World. And uh, actually, maybe Daredevil wants to tell us, since uh, you you know a lot about this topic. What, What would you like to tell us about Resorts World? I don't know what you're planning to talk I know we did talk about this before. Basically, that's, like I said, it's the old Stardust. Boyd Gaming actually bought um, the land, and they demolished the Stardust. And they started building this giant mega resort. You can still see the bones of it, like the concrete uh, on the strip, and it was supposed to be huge. And then, of course, the big uh, recession came. Boyd said, look, we're just going to stop construction you know, until the market picks back up. Then they decided to sell it. Resorts World bought it, and it's going to be this giant four billion dollar themed resort. Which is so that's something. It's the first themed resort in a long time. It's going to be Asian themed, hmm. 
and uh, they're going to have all these, it's going to be all these like red pagodas out front and then, you know, dragons wrapped around poles, that kind of thing. <laughs> There's supposed to be this big paper lantern that goes up and down, kind of like the Arya sign. You, th- you think that's really going to attract the Asian, you think that they're going to see this as like pandering? <laughs> you think they're going to go, oh, cool, know. this is our culture. Like, a, like, what if they have like a Jewish themed resort and they have like, like, like stars of David all over? I, I would think it's kind of tacky. I think they're just like pandering to me. Like, I, I thought about that too. Like, if they, what if they had a Vancouver or Canadian themed casino? Like, why would I go there? I live here. Yeah. But the funny thing is, I've stayed at the Paris more than once, and I've been in the Paris lots of times, and I hear people speaking French. Yeah, I've heard about so, that. I've heard that. I've heard that French people go to the Paris. Yeah, it's a train. Yeah, so maybe that's. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't do it, but I maybe they have some research that proves that they would. Yeah. So the new piece of news here, by the way, is that, and this this news just came out today, that Clark County commissioners gave the developers of Resorts World the go-ahead to move forward with it because the uh, the zoning commission was uh, still deciding on this one. So it was possible that it was not going to happen. But now now it's going to go forward. Now the zoning commission said, fine, go ahead, do it. And uh, they're going to – the plans are for 7,000 hotel rooms, actually more than 7,000, uh, with suites and villas. The, and there will be four high-rise hotels – and an arena slash conference center. Yeah, they're they're planning on building it in stages, though. So, like those four high rise hotels, seven thousand rooms, da da da. Like it's not going to open like that. Yeah, it'll be de- developed in phases. And and this is by by Genting is the company that's uh, behind this. But it's going to be developed in phases. And uh, let's see, I lost the. Uh... See, I was about to read that, and then it, it fell off. Let me just... I'm having trouble getting to it. The other sort of ironic thing is <laughs> the way that they're funding this is through the very controversial I – th- I think it's called IB-8 program, where basically foreign investors, if they invest enough money, get U.S. citizenship. Mm. And so most of this money is coming from Asians. Interesting. To build the Asian-themed casino. Well – I don't see a big deal with that. <laughs> think no, of, it's just kind of interesting. Think of oh, hold on. I, I have a call. I'm gonna put someone on here. Hang on. H- hang on a second. You may know who this might be. Someone calling my cell phone. And we're gonna put them on here. Just one second. Master Scaler, hello. Oh, I forgot you're doing that show. Yeah, well, now here you are. People have been clamoring for you. People have wanted you on this show, so here you are. You're, you're so hard to reach. Someone, in fact, they wanted me to call you last week, and I tried, and I said, I know we're going to get his first ring voicemail, and we called last week, and we got your first ring voicemail. So just like in the old payphone days, even though Ken does have a cell phone now, uh, I can't Yeah, I'm not at a payphone. I'm actually on a bus right now. Oh, uh, you're on a bus. Right. He, Ken is the king of the bus. Like, uh, Ken can get faster to places. He can get to places faster in the San Fernando Valley of Los Angeles on the bus than most people can in their car. It's amazing. Oh, I beat cars all the time. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> How's it going, Ken? Oh, I'm just, you know, I don't know how to play poker, but um, <laughs> I, heard I, Phil Ivey still, I heard Phil Ivey is not getting remarried so far. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, that's that's true. Thanks, I just thanks. I just know I just know like I just know like personal lives of people. I don't know like how to you know 
do a flush hand on the deck or whatever, you know? Yeah, now, now right. Ken, why, why don't you tell people here, you know, there's, there's some private, there's some stuff going on with you that I won't discuss out here. But uh, why, why don't you tell some people, uh, what's the new job you got recently? Oh, I'm a, I'm a sign waver. Yeah, Ken, Ken spins signs. He wears a costume and he spins a sign. You wear like the Statue of Liberty or something, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to say where because no, no, I don't want we're, people we're driving. Not, no, well, no, I don't think anyone. We're not going to say you know, where. But, we're not going to say where. But the, that, he wears yeah. a Statue of Liberty, and that doesn't give away much, Ken, because there's I've seen a number of those Statues of Liberty people like spinning signs around. Yeah, I for a tax preparation service called Liberty Tax. I'm not going to say what location. They're the third largest tax preparation company behind H and R Block and uh, Jackson Hewitt. But yeah, yeah. So so Ken uh, spins signs now. And, yeah, and uh, that, that's one of two jobs he has. The other is a telemarketing job. So, uh, and how has it been so yeah. far? And I know it's kind of cool in LA uh, during the day. And I know uh, it's you unbearably cold. Uh, cool, cool is well, cold's not okay. But I like hot weather. When it's like Vegas in like August, that's like dream weather to me. Okay, so so what? Can you wear a jacket under the the Statue of Liberty suit when you're? Oh, I have to. I I absolutely have to. It's yeah. Now, I'm you... really good at spinning the sign now. I'm very proud of my sign spinning skills. I'm, I'm trying to catch the sign. That's a little harder. I don't want to hurt my thumb or something. <laughs> so, so you're good at spinning it in the air, but then do you ever drop it because you can't catch it because it's spinning quickly? I, I, I've never, I've not dropped. I, I never drop it spinning. I have to be really careful because if I'm at a corner and I'm spinning, I don't want to hit somebody trying to cross the street. So, you know, okay. I got to be really careful about that. Some people honk at me. I mean, you know. <laughs> dope, you know. When they when they honk, are, you think they're honking in approval or or just uh, in solidarity? Why do you think they're honking at you? I heard like in I heard like in poor neighborhoods, people appreciate that people are like trying to make an extra buck. But I heard like in richer areas at their locations, they like clown them and you know say it's pathetic and whatever, you know. Yeah. So now, do you think there's many people with uh, several college degrees spinning these signs? Do you think you're the only one? Uh, I think I speak. More of the Queen's English than almost any spinner in that company. <laughs> so, so Ken, now, if I had to speak the Queen's Spanish, I would lose. Now, but, now okay, here, here's a question. A here's a question. Do you, do you find it boring to be out there spinning the sign, or, or do you rather that than an office environment? I just, I just like, I listen to music in my head. You know, I mean, I've been listening to a lot of David Bowie in my head because he just died. Not, not Glenn Fry. Who cares about him? But, you know. Hey, hey, hey. Um, so are are you not allowed to use like an actual iPod or? Wait, what? So no, I, no, I don't think the, I don't think the Statue of Liberty is allowed to to listen to, to an iPod. <laughs> well, I see some of those guys listening. As I don't think they're supposed to. I think they have Liberty Tax in Vegas. I know they have the spinner. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them. I've seen them in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're all over the country, you know, and in Canada. And, and Canada. Uh, mm. yeah, but I'm not. I'm not. Ascertaining that the best tax preparation service is just is just a job. Well, you know, here's a question. I, I, -April. I, I know you get your taxes. Right. You get your taxes done by a third party. Do they at least do your taxes for free as a fringe benefit of working there? Uh, they said if I do my taxes with them, I'll get an employee discount. Ugh. I didn't ask what to do. I'm still waiting for a W two, so I haven't prepared my taxes yet. Yeah. Well, uh, but so I, I look forward to getting a refund. I got. I got to pay off the rest of Coachella and, you know, a lot of stuff going on, you know? Yeah. So, so Ken... Uh, Coachella's a music festival for those that have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. So, so Ken, when... Uh, so, again, about spending the signs, I picture, like, if I was doing this, 
I, I think that I would I, I would start getting very bored after a short time just being out there spin spin spin. Uh, like I know office jobs can be boring too. Especially... I, I walk around, I switch corners. <laughs> I get a ten minute break every hour. Like let's say I spin from nine to one. I get a break at nine fifty, ten fifty, eleven fifteen, twelve fifty in the back out on that uh, hour. Okay, so okay, so, so, that's, so, so that's actually better than a regular job. You get more breaks. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get. I five six to the hour. I'm spinning one six to the hour. I'm decompressing or chilling or however you want to phrase it. You know. Yeah. As far as I know, I don't know if the, you, you may know this better than I do. In, at least in California, the state law was that uh, employees are required a break of at least ten minutes every two hours. Uh, is it still like that? Yeah. Yeah. So so, so I, they're being more generous, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a I'm physical saying, job. There's a lot of physicality and a lot of athleticism in what I do. Well, so, you yeah, know. Maybe, maybe you're going to end up with, uh, you know, big uh, bulging muscles in your arms from all the spinning. <laughs> I don't want to be skinny. I don't want to be, I don't want to be muscular. I want to be skinny. Uh, okay. Well, Ken, are you allowed to just talk to people or are you like supposed to be mute? Oh, I mean, I'll hand out like a brochure. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, but you're, okay. you're allowed so, to talk. So, you, you can talk I'm though, right? social. I'm friendly, you know, Okay, so, so I mean, how, how do the ladies react to the costume? You think maybe it would help hurt? Um, in the area I am, it's mostly people like driving by. It's not really people, not many people walking by. Done. And a lot of people walking by don't really speak uh, the same language I do. So I see. it's kind of a lot more body language and, and gesticulations and inferences, you know? Okay, we have, we have a new caller on the line. Hello? Yeah, we have a caller. Yeah, hey. Yeah, who are you? So you the one who hit my car? Oh no 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 no! I have not. No, the last I, time I hit a car was when I was a car attendant at Target. Yeah, that, 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 that was, was in nineteen eighty nine. That was some caller who said that and hung up. So, I, <laughs> okay. So, all right, Ken. Uh, what was I going to ask? This guy distracted me. Oh yeah, I, I want to mention that. Oh, it's okay. I mean, I'm doing better than Jim Gilmore's presidential campaign. He can't even get into kitty debate. <laughs> you know, hey, oh. I, I want. I want to say that. Ken actually once benefited from being in a costume. Didn't you once meet a girl that you ended up having sex with? I think she was even your girlfriend for a little time, that you met her wearing a Reagan mask at a Halloween party? She wasn't my girlfriend. Oh, her name was Arlene Garcia, yeah. one of the few uh, 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 Hispanics I've ever been with. Yeah, so <laughs> Hispanic. So, yeah, Ken, Ken was with this girl named Arlene. You had sex with her, though, right? Yeah, she did cocaine in my house. I didn't do it. I just saw her do it. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so but he. I met, met her, her when she was. Uh, I think she was nineteen. I met her in ninety-eight. Yeah. She was born seventy-nine. So back then she was, you know, prime. You yeah, know, yeah. She was. She was one of these. Uh, I met girls. her at K Rock. Uh, she... uh, uh, Kevin and Bing singles party for Halloween, which is good because I got to dress up. Cause I didn't want them to see I'm the guy that keeps. Showing up at their singles party, so you know. Yeah, and and uh, uh, yeah, she, I was she Reagan, had like a she know? had like a like a Betty Page haircut, kind of that look. And, yeah, you met her once. Yeah, I, I, met her, I, met her, I met her. I met her more than once. Yeah. But she ended up having sex with the freak of nature. Who yeah. Todd also knows. Not yeah, she, she, that, that was the worst thing. Was that? Uh, yeah, she, Ken was seeing her. I guess she wasn't a girlfriend, but Ken was seeing her. And then uh, Ken had a party at his house for like like for party line people. And one of the guys who called himself the freak of nature, his name was James. Uh, she took a liking to James and just ditched Ken and started you know having sex with James and started being with him. I think they even she even became James' girlfriend. And and she really liked James because she I guess she was obsessed with guys with red hair. And even though James is mostly bald, you could still see some red hair. So 
she just yeah. instantly was fell. Like, he was a weirdo. Yeah, she like instantly fell for James because he he had red hair. Hmm. Yeah, yeah kind of like uh, some people instantly fall for people like one of your ex girlfriends at my Long Beach dorm. You know about that story? Yeah. All right. Well, she started walking next to you the second she saw you. Yep. Yeah, a lot instant, instant coffee. Instant can be good for coffee, but bad if you lose out to somebody. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here, Team MLK wants to say something to you. I've been yes. I've been uh, a little afraid to take this call. Okay, Team MLK, go oh, ahead. On, Show some respect. Uh, hey, Ken, Wait, what's up? Martin Luther King is calling. No, Are you no, serious? No. Chocolate milk. T M M L K, not just M L K. Go, go, go. Oh, I thought you meant like chocolate MLK because he's black. So no, I call him chocolate no, milk. We, we think, I'm we, sorry. We think he's Asian, but go, go ahead, Team MLK. Ken, how are hey, you? Um, Ken, you are a fucking legend, sir. You are God. Oh, thank you. Oh, okay, I was going to make an Asian joke, but I'll be polite now. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I've watched all your, like racism. Yeah, go on. I watched, I watched all your blind date episodes. I'm just wondering why you turned down... Uh, no, all three. I'm just wondering why you turned down five. that Asian... Oh, there was five? Okay, well... I, yeah, I he wants to know, why, why did you turn down the Asian girl, he's asking. Because she was 15 years older than me. But that doesn't matter. She was cute. I'd fucking give her a squeeze, you know? Like, what are you thinking? I mean, I, maybe I, maybe I should have, like, pounded that, 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 uh, pounded that pussy pavement, but, you know, uh... Uh, I don't know. I I I I kind of wanted to like go back on the show again with someone younger, which did happen, although she was a bitch. But well, no, I she was a nice girl, but she was just she was just. I was kind of pissed at the producers for giving me someone like way. I don't like when she when I'm X and she's X plus fifteen. I mean X minus fifteen. Okay. X well, you did you did get five. No cha- you got five chances on the show. No, nobody else got that. So at least you got five different dates. No, no. Me. Actually, there was somebody after me who actually went to high school with a friend of mine who I never told you about. A girl who was on the show five times. I was the first person on five times, not the only person. By the way, every show I've ever been on gets canceled within a year after I've been on it. Yeah, you're you're the. The jinx for the show. If I shows. go on your show, it's going to be canceled. Yeah, you're the jinx. Well, either okay, that. I've got a couple questions for you, sir. Like, uh, I know that you live in the uh, L.A. area. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, more about. You know, I'm in an area that tried to secede from L.A. in 2002, but it was defeated. It was called Proposition F. Go on. Now, what do you actually do during your free time at in the day at night? Because I know that you do work at some sort of uh, marketing agency, and uh, yeah, what is, I, have, what, I have a couple of jobs. You know, I talked about one. The other is a desk job. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's asking. And what I take do, classes at. You take classes and what else? Well, what do you do with your spare? Your I spare take time? classes at community college. Well, I like to. I, I mean, I like I go to a lot of like concerts in the Los Angeles area. I like to see certain bands. You know. And I, I just go out, you know, I go out to eat it fast. It, it huh? just, can I have to admit, and I, I have to tell you, I, I know you better than anyone, I think, but I think that uh, even I'm confused about what you do with your time on the average day. I, I just, I would love to have like a camera on the life of Ken Scaler. <laughs> I'd uh, pay for it. Yeah, w- without you knowing the camera's there. Like if the camera, if you knew it was there, then you would act differently. If the but... camera was there, I couldn't masturbate. Well, okay. We, I, how about we we or had shooting blank for no pun intended? But I yeah. will arrange. I will arrange with the gods I know on the form to have you paid <laughs> to fucking have a camera on you twenty four seven. Not not when you're showering and whatnot, but I will make it so. But that then, you are paid. Well, you know what the problem is, is though. Like, is this like that show Big Brother but a lower budget? Or, or, or kind of like uh, the well, Truman story also? Well, what's that or the Truman called? show. Uh, 
Yeah, the Truman Show, yeah. The Ken Scaler Show. The Truman we'll Show. I, I don't know if people would want to watch me that long. I'm kind of polarizing and off-putting. I, but, I, I, actually th- you know. I actually think that uh, a camera on you like all day and all night, I think that would actually be uh, fascinating TV to many people. I, I'll say that the audience of the show. I guarantee that Todd's ex-girlfriend before the one he's with now would never watch it. Never would watch it. Like, I would love to watch you and like re- you reunite with like Colleen and all them. And just uh, fucking have it Colleen, out. and I'm not supposed to mention her name on this show. And that's did. the one that wanted to burn the the kite in the oven. Is that her? Oh no, 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 no. She has. Uh, uh, well, I don't want to. She has a. She she was diagnosed with a, a, a DSM illness called borderline personality disorder. So that caused yeah. that temper. But she's not racist or anti-Semitic at all. She's actually a very good person, and her paintings, to what I understand, are selling very well. Mm. Well. All right. Well, uh, Ken, is there anything else uh, you'd like to talk about before we move on here? I know pe- people. I have... one more question uh, for Ken. Oh, that means the anyway part. Okay. Uh, Wait. Hold on. Hold on. There's one more, I, I, one more question. That, for, um, hold on. Hold on. That Bernie Sanders is going to win New Hampshire and lose Iowa. I think. So. I, I, I think Bernie is going to win Iowa and Donald Trump's going to win New Hampshire. But I, I think Jeb Bush is going to be the Republican nominee. Jeb no. Bush is going to make a comeback. <laughs> no, no, not, not going to happen. No, Just I'm done. serious. He's going to be like McCain. People forgot McCain in 08. No, it's then different. Then all of a sudden no. he's a nom. I think Bush is just going to somehow be the nominee. It's different. He won't win, but he'll be the nominee. Things are a lot different now than eight years ago. Hey, Team MLK. Okay. I just want to say, I just want to go out on a limb and make a prediction that nobody expects Jeb Bush to be the Republican nominee in 2016. I won't bet on it, but I, I just I think that's my upset prediction. Bad decision. Ken. And I can't Listen. hear you because there's a bunch of motorcycles going by and I don't even know if you heard me, but literally about a hundred motorcycles. Wait, what? Hi Ken. Ken, I got a question for you. I'm in a situation where I like do you think that the election could fall under blackmail? Like do you think anybody could get um, you know, bribed or blackmailed for something? I think there's always, with computers and, you know, without a paper trail, there's always a possibility of fraud in, in yeah. voting in elections. So there needs to be, like, a voter fraud alert show. I mean, we have a poker fraud alert show. Maybe we need a voter fraud alert show. I wonder, show, I wonder, you know? I wonder if voter have, have fraud alert.com is... fraud before or like blackmail, Ken, at all in your, in your lifespan? Wait, what I don't Have know. It's just, I, I, anything can happen. That's my. That's my. That's how I live my life. Anything can happen. Just be prepared, like the Boy Scouts say. Have you been blackmailed at all, or do I get blackmailed for what? Like personal reasons, money reasons. You well, know, like, I mean, I, I, had a, a, a full, a, I had a former coworker tried to blackmail. Well, not really blackmail, but extort and loan shark money out of me. But I think I got it under control. There was some help of one person on this show. Hmm. Oh, I thought, oh, oh, Todd saved you? No, Todd, I always save him. I always save Ken from himself. Well, I, thought, I thought that you weren't saving him from the previous podcast. Well, if I, I remember. I, I, I sort of did. I I, uh, I gave some assistance. This, is a, this didn't cost money to save me. This is just about <laughs> how to word something to get out of it, to, to extricate myself from a very bad, possibly violent, dangerous situation. They actually save me from probable, if not possible, violence. Yep. Like if you give a mouse a cookie, Ken, they'll want a glass of milk. You got to stop with your bad decisions. I mean, yeah, I like, know. I'm trying. This 2015 was a terrible year. I'm determined 
that 2016 will be, if not my year, at least a better year than last year. At, you at, know? at least you're going for an average year. Greater than 15, not just numerically, but personal life. Greater meaning better, you know? And you it's only want, January at, 20th. At the, so at the I, very least, you, you know, want it to be uh, average. I mean, 344 days to really improve my, my life, you know? Yeah, is it possible that I get your number from Todd at all? I'd love to have a chat with you. Like, <laughs> What do you want to talk to Ken about? What do you want to talk to him about? I would just like to have a general conversation with the man. The guy is a legend. Like, I mean, I know there's people on the forums that claim that I'm a legend, but this guy is like fucking tenfold above me. He's God. I don't know if I'm a legend. I, I, I have had a very interesting life, you know, I... But, uh, Todd, am I a legend? I mean, I almost was a Bill Clinton delegate when I was 22, but, you know. That's true. And or, you were almost, yeah. almost mayor of Long Beach, too. Yeah, like I, a, I, I've had an like interesting life. But, can? but that like doesn't get me laid, you know. I mean, unless I go on back page, there's no guarantee I'll get laid. And even they have the right to refuse service, so. Ken, any port in the sea reminds me of you. Okay, okay. It's any port any in what? the storm. Okay, Damn, I'm okay. Well, that works, too. Okay, uh, we're going to move on here. Thank you, thank you, Team MLK. Thank you, Ken. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Oh, all tomorrow. right. I'm sorry. Just nothing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nothing insightful uh, to say about poker. Um, shout out to everybody who loves me and and to the haters. All right, I've heard enough. Oh, all right. I, I was I was I was resisting that for a long time, and my my finger just couldn't stand it anymore. My finger just slipped thanks on the button. For, thanks for allowing me to to call, even though I forgot there was a show on right now. That's okay. It's it's. Always, I actually prefer that because then you call and I get you on here. So, even better. Okay. okay. Call me tomorrow, Ken. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh-huh. All right. See all you, right. Ken. So that's Ken. Ken is gone now too, and we're back to the regular scheduled show. So yeah, we have to interrupt everything for Ken because you can't really reach him. He reaches you. So it's either you just drop everything and talk to him or nothing. And uh, sometimes it sucks. Like if I need to talk to him about something and he calls it a really inconvenient time, it's a tough decision for me of what to do. If like, if I should uh, just drop everything and talk to him. And uh, like, like last night he called on, I was playing three tables on Bodog and I, I tried to talk for a little bit. And then I was like, no, this is too distracting. I can't. And then I started to lose. It wasn't a good situation. So, well, it's always good to take his call on the show. Yeah. That's and TMMLK. I know you, you, you have your problems with him, Todd, but well, at least we got he's a, gold. He's we, radio gold. We killed gold uh, two birds with one stone on that one, so at least we got them both in. <laughs> All right, so Matt Marafiati, move on to that topic. And by the way, Ken is uh, he's pretty well liked by most of the listeners. Most of the listeners tell me that uh, that they uh, enjoy Ken. By the way, Bobby Orr was messaged me. Does Ken know Rudy Krause? Rudy Krause was a, a a weird guy who was a guest on the Wally George show, and Ken doesn't know him personally, but Ken watched him a lot. Ken used to be a big fan of that show in the eighties. There's your answer there. Anyway, uh, Matt Marafiati is back in the news with what appears to be a meltdown on video. And uh, he's also been saying really weird things on his Twitter, saying weird things to people privately. But this is the first time he released like a, a statement. And uh, th- this is the summary of his, I think, 41-minute statement, video statement that he took in a hotel room. So what hotel was this? I think it was the Aria or something. It's, it's something facing Planet Hollywood. He's, he's, he's using Planet Hollywood out the window. Could be Cosmo. Yeah, so he's. I, I guess could this even be? Uh, you know, this might be that. Uh, what's the name of that place? 
where all the poker players stay with all the condos. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm something forgetting. towers, whatever. Yeah, that. something. I someone tell me the chat room. Forgetting <laughs> what it is. Something towers, like all the young poker players had condos. What is it? Oh, now it's bugging me. Panorama. Panorama. There you go. Panorama Towers. And uh, it might be that. I think he may have had a condo there. But uh, the description of this video. Actually, I guess this is for, this is the description of the video, the title of the video on YouTube. Marafiati Twitter. At A.D. Zizzy gets framed by the Illuminati, Italian and Jewish mobs because of Drake. <laughs> Who's Canadian, see, it all ties in. Yeah, and, and by the way, he mentioned Seriously Serious also at one point in the video. Uh, he was very unhappy that Seriously Serious made those parody videos of him. But uh, here's, here's the beginning. I'll, I'll jump around. We're not going to play all 41 minutes of this, but here's the beginning. All right. Well, hello world. The reason I'm here to talk to you today is because I am in a very bad situation and the only people that can help me are the public. What's happened here is in January of this year, uh, you know, basically a little background on the story would be before January, uh, you know, my manager, Carl Silverstone, who's from Regent Park, introduced me to a guy named Emil at his brother Ben Silverstone's baby shower. I was trying to help their family out in whatever way I could. Now, this is already confusing. <laughs> this is 37 seconds in, and he's, he's not even, like, uh, giving much context here. He's just talking. It's already, it's already making no sense. Including giving them money, employing Carl, bringing him to L.A. with me, you know, paying 3500 for his flight out there while covering 50000 in hotel bills along with other expenses at fine restaurants on top of paying him over $5,000 while I was making nothing after expenses. But basically, what's happened is his brother Ben introduced me to someone named Emil, who's part of Reps Up XO. And Emil, a.k.a. Dream, came over to arbitrate uh, Spin and Go for me after uh, I already had an issue with Lost and Found Nightclub where Mickey Manish's friends... Uh, including Baron Ha and Ellis Plenner, set me up inside their own nightclub to get robbed. So after that, um, you know, when they stole my jacket, uh, basically I punched a hole in the wall because I was pretty drunk at the time. And from there, I went back to the club days later to look at the surveillance footage, which showed them setting me up on camera, creating a diversion, uh, then stealing my jacket, when the girl that I was dating at the time was actually a girl who works for them named Cindy Killian. So from there, after they stole my jacket, um, you know, I went to the club, I looked at the surveillance, and got the jacket back. Uh, this is already weird. So uh, <laughs> yeah, what, what was in the jacket? Why, why would okay, so why would they do all this to steal his jacket? Was there a lot of money in the jacket? I don't even get why they would do all this to get a jacket. It must have been a nice jacket. <laughs> That's a lot of trouble. I'll tell you what I, I already believe a little bit, though. Uh, through all the rambling, it, it sounds like generally he's talking about some people he got mixed up with that he was paying all kinds of money for them to, to do various things on his dime, uh, pay for the hotel rooms, give them cash, and you know some kind of business deal. I can totally believe that because you have a kid who's who's kind of naive, kind of crazy, 
seems to want to get involved with a lot of shady people, which he has a history with that. He just seems to be attracted to this sort of crowd. And uh, and when you are that type, when when you try to get in with a crowd like that and they smell that you're vulnerable and that you have money, they'll find a way to extract it from you. So it doesn't surprise me, nor do I think he is even lying, that these people may have stolen or tricked him uh, and, and gotten a lot of money out of him. That that I can believe. Uh, this other yeah. stuff about the about the jacket and <laughs> being set up. I mean, who knows about this stuff? There's a lot of weird well, stuff. And the other reason they might have done this is because they know this is how he presents himself. So they think, well, we're going to screw this guy, and no one's going to believe him because he's just. You know, kind of out there. Yeah, can you imagine? Like he goes in the police station and he he tells this story. We're only two minutes and five seconds in. Yeah, and it, he's given so many intricate details that without giving any context, no one has any clue what's going on here. So uh, something about a jacket, or he was he was framed to, to have it stolen and uh, distracted by the that frame, but uh, distracted by the people at the clubs and set up, and something about these names that who borrowed money from him or got money from him through basically realizing that my own friends, quote-unquote, had stolen this jacket from me, who I'll link back to Bobby Lang, who introduced me to this group of people. Bobby Lang is a massive drug dealer in a triad from Toronto. A triad? Uh, who connects to Photo Will. Photo Will? <laughs> you know what would be hilarious? <laughs> is if there's, if there's nothing in this jacket, he just liked it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like nothing of value. What if Photo Will like, is like, ooh, that's a nice jacket. Well, I want it. But how are we going to get it from him? Maybe we'll take him out to dinner and then when he goes to the bathroom, we'll swipe it. No, no, too obvious. We need to stage a whole fight in a club. Wait till he gets drunk, punches a hole in the wall, then we'll steal that jacket. Okay, Photo Will, we're on it. Photo Will. <laughs> photo Will. Why is he called that? I want to know why Photo Will is called that. Is he is he a photographer? Why why is it Photo Will? And from there is this guy Emil came over to arbitrate a spin and go for me, who I had been friends with for about a year. Now, how do you arbitrate a spin and go? The second I, time you said that, I don't get I, that either. I don't know. Like a spin and go is is arbitrated and managed by poker stars. They yes. they, they they don't need someone to come over and arbitrate. It it runs itself. Prior, and when he did that, uh, on top of paying him fifteen hundred for being there, well, I want I want fifteen hundred dollars to arbitrate a spin and go. How much was a spin and go? I, I don't know, but if someone wants to pay me fifteen hundred dollars to arbitrate it, I'll do it. Yeah, no kidding. I'll I'll do it for te- a tenth of that. Uh, you know, just because I didn't really feel safe around the person that I was backing who was in 80,000 makeup to me and I wanted a friend to be there to arbitrate. So what he did was he stole my Rolex, which Mm. belongs to my dad, then a bracelet, a necklace with a diamond dog tag on it, um, and a ring that my grandmother gave me for my first communion. So, you know, from there I actually took a meal to the basketball game pretty much courtside uh, where he showed up in the fourth quarter of the game. It was the Raptors against the Cavaliers. Uh, That's not very grateful. Someone takes you to a courtside game and you show up in the fourth quarter. (laughs) um, And from there we went to Soto Soto and Paul from Serpentine showed up. Paul from Serpentine, of course. 
Anyone have any idea who Paul from Serpentine is? Just I think he's friends with Photo Will. We're, we're, we're three minutes and thirty-five seconds in. We've been introduced to a lot of characters at this point. This is uh, this is like one of those really really confusing movies where there's like a million characters to keep track of within the first uh, five minutes, and we're we're not even at five minutes here. And uh, we have Photo Will and, and Rob from Serpentine or Paul from Serpentine. Which which Serpentine was it? I don't know. I don't, some Serpentine guy. All right, so. And there's something about a basketball game. This is going all over the place, as you can see. And and there's a common theme here, if you've noticed, and that's people who are just keep getting money off of him in some way, either charging for things or him him putting up money for people to do things. And uh, I I do believe there may be people taking advantage of him for money. And uh, as far as stealing these things, like the Rolex and the the grandmother's ring, you know, something I I just have noticed about him. And this is where I, I do blame his parents. I'm, I'm not even sure where in this video he talks about his parents, and I'm not going to try to find it right now. But uh, he does blame his parents for cooperating with, with the mafia and uh, covering up what's happening because he thinks his dad is in with the mafia and his dad doesn't want to turn on them. So his dad is denying everything he's saying, trying to make it seem like he's crazy and trying to institutionalize him against his will because we all know, we can tell from this video – that there's no way Marafiati should be in an institution. <laughs> so, uh, he... I, I think one fault on the part of his parents, and this is just from what I've observed of him over the last few years, is that this is clearly a kid with a lot of emotional issues. A lot of... Uh, he has some kind of disorder regarding... Uh, some kind of personality disorder. I'm not sure which one, but he's got something. Okay, and his parents apparently had no qualms about spoiling him and giving him access to a lot of money. And and you don't do that to somebody who has these issues. You don't just uh, give them a blank check to uh, get themselves in trouble with it. Because a lot of times, it's, if if you've got a lot of issues, it's better to be poor than rich. Because you're rich, you get yourself into all kinds of problems, like like what he's describing here: of people taking advantage of you and hooking up with with, with really bad people. And sometimes spending the money on things you shouldn't be. So sometimes it really is better to save your child from themselves, even if you don't care about the money being wasted, uh, by just not giving them access to it and giving them the minimum to live on and maybe even paying the bills yourself if they're responsible with money. But uh, this I'm seeing here like he's – I've seen for the last few years he just seems to have access to a lot of money. And I think that's making a lot of these problems worse. Uh, Do you think so too? I mean, I mean, you're right in general that um, you know when you have a lot of problems, money's just another problem if you have that many issues, and also that he's a target now for people that want to exploit whatever issues he has. Yes. So yeah, it's not helping him. I now I don't know where he gets his money from or what his parents are are not into, but that maybe they're the mafia. <laughs> well, that's according to him. So someone just texted me, "Who is Photo Will?" <laughs> Your guess is friends with Ster- Serpentine Steve. And yeah, so Paul's, Paul Paul from Serpentine. Yeah, yeah. If you find out, tell me. I don't know who Photo Will either, but I want to know. If you, if anyone can figure out who Photo Will is, please let us know. The guys that runs this shop, uh, which I believe how Silverstein owns Ryan Silverstein's dad, aka Ovo Ryan. Ovo Ryan. <laughs> we have another thing. But there's a lot of nicknames here. Okay, let's jump around here. I'm going to just. Move up uh, to the nine-minute mark. What happened is 
they used my rap videos to try and incriminate me, claiming that I was the one who shot Dream or set him up when I had nothing to do with it. I've never harmed anyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they, they used his uh, rap videos against him to set him up. I didn't know he has rap videos. I didn't either. I want to hear him rapping. Is he in the collective? <laughs> I want maybe. I want to hear him rapping. All right, let's uh, let's see more of this here. Let alone had someone get set up to be killed before. It's just not in my character. I'm not about a criminal lifestyle. Uh, I'm a famous poker player that is just trying to live life playing poker. Um, but I guess he may have gotten shot, or they're setting me up. Either way, I'm not sure what happened there. But as I was starting to date girls off Tinder, they were soliciting me, and I was thinking, what exactly is going on here? I don't really get it. I don't either. I don't get it either. But something about a rap video and a murder that occurred, and he was framed for murder. This is pretty serious stuff now. This goes beyond photo will. Uh, now, now we've got a murder that uh, he did a rap video, and then suddenly that, that is used as evidence against him. Then, If that's true, why isn't uh, Matt in jail? How is he in the Panorama Towers doing this video? Um. So basically, somehow, through my rap videos being distributed all over the city... Um, all over the city? That's good, isn't it? You know, various friends somehow got on board with this plot uh, against me, mm. uh, you know, by sending the videos around and other means. So basically... I think this is the first amateur musician in history to be complaining that his uh, videos went all over the city. They're conspiring against him by distributing his music? Yeah. I'm, I'm not following this. Yeah, I, I bet a lot of musicians in Toronto would love to have that problem. That they're, everyone in the city is hearing their music. No, I don't want anyone hearing this. No, they're conspiring. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> My video is becoming too popular. Please, nobody listen to me. Uh, from there... What happened is my friend Jeff Plant Richmond all of a sudden became a very good customer of Lost and Found, wanting to bring me there all the time. Uh, I was no longer talking to Ben Silverstone at this point, who introduced me to Emil because he said, Oh, well, that's good. It sounds like we lost a character here. It makes it easier to. <laughs> also, so, okay, uh, information from the chat. Shout out to Lou Father, Forum Wars, Bobby Orr. His dad it, like runs a hospital in Toronto. Huh. Which means the salary is public. It's about four hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, that's Canadian dollars, though, right? Th- that's true. So it's like ten bucks US. But <laughs> so I mean, is that uh, well? That's on paper. We all know all mob fronts run hospitals, right? <laughs> yeah, anyway. may, I, I'd like to go to a mob hospital. So okay, uh, so at least we seem to have lost a character. He's no longer talking to Ben Silverstone or whatever. So at least we've got one character out of it. It's, it's like one of these like convoluted TV shows where there's way too many characters and then people complain and they kill a few off to make it the plot simpler. So he's, he's killed off Ben Silverstone here, which is good. Boys, I've been dealing with them for a long time. This is how it is, et cetera, et cetera. So I was thinking, wow, Ben, you know, I'm someone that was there for you, uh, you know, when your son was born at... The, you know, at Mount Sinai Hospital, I was there at the baby shower, yeah. celebrating his first, first birthday with you, doing everything I could to show you support and love, employing your brother, trying to get him towards a better life that was, you know, relating to non-criminal activities as he basically sold guns before that and then let his friend take a three-year rap from, from him from Africa. So, Joseph. So... Now, uh, all right, I'm gonna jump around here. This is- so, also, this is the second time he's mentioned employing people, but he yeah. says he's a professional poker player. So, what, what what is their job? I don't know. 
That's a good question. I was thinking the same thing. Like, what? What is the employment? Yeah, maybe. How do we go work for Matt Marafiotti and get paid handsomely? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I need this. I need this U.S. cash. Yeah, you should live like a king. You should. You should do that. You should move to Vegas and come work for him, and then just. Uh, yeah, I'll be on the next video. And tell, you know. t- just go tell him. Look, I don't know Photo Will. I don't know uh, Ovo Ryan or. Uh, yeah, uh, but then I'll you'll hear about Canada Daredevil next time. And I'll <laughs> just be another character. So we had a Vancouver Daredevil and. Uh, he, uh, I, I told him I was at his baby shower, and he didn't care. He screwed me over, too. Uh, you know, my uncle and I were having an argument on Thanksgiving last October. Uh, I skipped around, by the way, to 15 now. Sorry, the October before last. Oh, the October and before last. Okay, good. It led Canadian to me saying, don't threaten me with a good time and walking out because my uncle was calling me an ace in the hole, you know, making fun of me when really he was just mad because I was wearing a $50,000 watch to a Thanksgiving dinner, which maybe was kind of arrogant and I shouldn't have worn the watch in hindsight, but I don't think it should have resulted in him mocking me uh, in every way that he could have. Uh, so, so I guess at this point in the video, I skipped about six minutes ahead. Now he's complaining that his uncle was mocking him for wearing such an expensive watch and calling him the ace in the hole. You think that's like a gay reference? I, I was going to ask you, is that some kind of Vegas slur? I don't know. I've never heard of You're it. You're a real ace in the hole. Yeah, I, I didn't think that's a bad thing. But maybe maybe that's like saying he's an asshole, saying an ace in the hole, or maybe it's a gay slur. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard of it. So this guy, Emil, also works for Micah's uncle in Montreal. Oh, Mike, Micah's uncle in Montreal. We've got a new guy here. Uh, you know, Micah and Adam Sutt are very good friends who both sell drugs. Of course. Uh, so basically what happens here is... The Hell's Angels, oh, the Jamaican Shower Posse, and the Triads all work for the Jewish mob. Whoa! Well, who's the Jewish mob? That's a good oh, question. You tell see me. The Jewish mob, from what I've been told recently by friends of Lauren Greenberg's, like David Bernstein. Lauren Greenberg, David Bernstein. I, what mob do you think they're in? Do you think they're in the Italian or the Jewish mob? <laughs> Todd would tell us. <laughs> what if I'm engineer? Todd's got this radio show. It's a it's a mob front. The, the free roll is really uh, giving up mob money. This SMI Florida he, guy. Says he loses money on the site. It's all bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's a, this SMI Florida guy and see money. They, they, they laundered money through the site. Uh, Ryan Silverstein. Uh, <laughs> our Mark Silver. Shale Silver's dad, who I've met. Why do these guys have all stereotypical Jewish names? Why, <laughs> I was say. why can't you have just there... a guy like me, like Todd Wittella, so you don't know if it's Jewish or not? Why is it always like Mark Silver and Lauren Greenberg? Like... Somebody silver gold man. Yeah, D- like, David Bernstein. <laughs> it's, like, it's like he tried to. It's like he wrote out a list. Okay, let me think of the most Jewish names I can come up with. They're going to be in the Jewish mafia. And been to his place before because of Lauren Greenberg, who whose dad Bruce Greenberg owns the Hazelton Hotel. Uh, so basically, what's happened is they formed a full movement against me while using me as a pawn to extort the Italian mob for money. Uh, as the Jewish mob. Ah, oh, so here, here it's starting to come together. He, he is being used as a pawn that the Jewish mob is, uh, is going after the Italian mob in Toronto. And, and the pawn in the middle is Matt Marafiati. And the plot thickens. Uh, you know, I've met Simeon Cronenfield before who owes Las Vegas $27 million. And all of these people are on my Instagram. So I pretty much proved everything that I was saying to be true. That, that's the way you prove it. If, uh, if someone owes $27 million to Vegas and they're setting you up between two mobs, and if they're on your Instagram, that proves it. Uh, so basically, the Jewish mob used me to turn on the Italian mob. Huh. And because of that, 
I am now in great danger while they try and play me off as having a mental disorder when all I want to do is relax and play poker, have a good time, not bother anybody. So, you know, I came back from Vegas and my Aunt Jo said to me, no matter what happens, you'll always be my godson, which was completely strange because... I was thinking, no matter what happens, in what way? Because at this point, I still didn't understand what was going on, why these bikers had come to my hotel at the Mandarin in Vegas, when Barry Kruger asked me, are you a member of... Uh, let's, let's, something about Freddy Kruger. Let's, let's move on here. Jello to bring the juice like he used to bring my four cheese. Uh, I also said I would out-freeze... I, I skipped another five minutes. Al Obi O'Brien. And I got the MM in my head because my initials are Matt Marifiotti, but I got it like MMG which I guess pissed him off. Uh, Why wouldn't it? You know, along with other things, uh, which I find weird because, you know, when I was 19, uh, you know, I did a pilot with Lauren Greenberg, whose dad owns the Hazleton, where Drake lives, which is run by the Jewish mob. So from there, um, basically what's happened is now Lauren never gave me back the 75000 for the pilot, which I Uh-oh. mentioned a few times. And so, Greenberg. So, so did Lauren Greenberg really trick him out into like investing 75000 in a pilot for some show when he was 19 that never, never happened? Like He's like, yeah, hey, I'm Jewish, and uh, my dad owns a hotel, and I have, I have connections to Hollywood, of course, because I'm Jewish. Uh, so 75000 please, and uh, we'll start uh, a TV show? Okay, here you go, Lauren. I can't see how this would go wrong. And then I guess the 75000 disappeared, according to him. Shame on you, Lauren Greenberg. Brought much attention to our relationship, along with him borrowing other several thousands of dollars that he never paid back or honored an agreement on. Those damn Jews. Oh. Okay, let's, let's, uh, let's move a little bit on here. 25 minutes. The weekend knew about this whole thing, obviously, because Emil was in XO. And that's why Baca, who I've had over to the house, uh, like when Baca get back on the road, we made it, all that. Um, you know, I had Baca over to my house, and from there, uh, Alex Lawrence told me Baca and the Nash had a lot of business together. Uh, Steve Nash oh. is involved now? <laughs> the Nash. His friends call him the Nash. I, I, guess, I guess Steve Nash has nothing to do these days since he's not playing basketball, so maybe this is what he's getting into. I mean, there, he is, from, he is uh, from Canada. That's true. So maybe maybe Steve Nash is uh, hanging out in Toronto and look, it's, Todd. Everyone knows there's no such thing as a basketball player named Steve Nash. Okay, he's a front for the Jewish mafia. Yeah, he's known as the Nash. In those in those circles, he's just the Nash and the the Nash and Baca. They're like a morning show team. And, yeah, <laughs> and the Nash he's he's funding the mafia there in Toronto with with all the money he got for uh, not playing. With the Lakers, just sitting and, on the bench all the time. And stealing people's jackets. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the jackets in the Lakers locker room disappeared. It was, it was the Nash. It's all the Nash's fault. So these guys are running an illegal drug, extortion, and prostitution ring. Hmm. So they decided, you know what? We're going to extort the mob now. We can take these guys. So they're using me as a pawn to extort the mob for all of its money and set me up as the person who set Dream up to get shot, which I had nothing to do with. But they're using the rap videos to try and legitimize that I did. You know, what if these mobs put a hit out on me because I'm like exposing all their secrets on this show? And they're like, oh, my God, they're, they're on to us. They're on to us. They're giving this exposure. Yeah, but Todd, you're in the mob that runs all the other mobs, so yeah, that's true. worry they're, about it. That's right. They'll say, wait a minute. This guy's in the Jewish mob. We're not going to mess with him. He can, the Jewish mob can take everyone. If they, if they go after me, Lauren Greenberg's going to give them a lot to answer to. <laughs> or to try and legitimize that I have a mental problem. That's, 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 no, no, that's crazy. That's going to be tough to do. 
That's, that's going to be a tough thing to convince anyone. That's a hard sell. No one's going to buy that one. Of which I have. So, you know, from this point on, basically what's happened is my mom was going to shoot me in the head. They took an air gun from my house that I was pointing to my head like this. Which was clearly an air gun. She tried to shoot me with it, so I called the police to report an attempted murder. They didn't show up for 30 minutes. Then my dad called a third time, and they showed up. So wait a minute. It sounds like his mom was the one turning on him. His dad was trying to get them over there, saying... Uh, my wife's about to kill my son with an air gun. And with an air gun? Yeah, I don't understand that either. But uh, an air gun, whatever that is. I mean, is. I know we have strict gun laws in Canada. But... <laughs> maybe that's why I have an air gun. It's, uh, instead of shooting bullets, it shoots air. And uh, maybe they're going to they're gonna just pump it. Maybe it's like the old game Dig Dug, where you just pump him up really big and he explodes. Maybe that's what an air gun is. I've never heard of an air gun. Well, I've heard of Sometimes they call like. BB guns, air guns. Oh, okay, maybe that's what he means. But still, I don't think he can kill someone. His mom's trying to kill him. That's, that's pretty bad. When they showed up, uh, Noving, Turnbull, and Richards recommended me going to Cam H, where my mom had taken me yesterday, which I found really strange considering, you know, I had reported, you know, this attempted murder. Uh, you know, I had reported this attempted murder that my mom was trying to commit on me. And days before this, on Halloween, my phone got stolen for the second time. But it was like my mom had asked me to go to this Halloween party, and within five minutes of being there, my phone was stolen by... You know, I, I hope that he gets the phone insurance. If there's ever a candidate for the phone insurance, which I usually see as, as a negative EV thing to get. I, I don't ever get phone insurance, so if you really want to piss me off, steal my phone. But uh, I, I think in this case, I would support paying the 10 bucks a month of the phone insurance. What do you think? You, you ever notice that... There's a certain type of people that always lose their phone somehow. Like it's always stolen or they lose it. I've never lost or gotten a phone stolen. Yes. There's people that like every six months something happens to their phone. It's yes. always guys like this. Yes, it is. That's it's. Uh, so, people are complaining the sound effects are too loud. I guess I – the problem is he's okay, – let me tell you why the sound effects are a little loud. So he's really soft, so I had to turn him way up. And then when I turn him way off, it automatically turns the sound effect up. Also, he just introduced three more names out of nowhere. Yeah, I've just I've just kind of tuned them out. There's like like 200 names at this point already. I just, <laughs> it's like he's he said more names in this video than people I've met in my whole life. If they make this into a movie, the the casting director is going to have uh, some job on the his hands. The budget's going to be out of control. That uh, green yeah. whatever he's going to have to pony up. <laughs> just, I'm just yeah, just for the casting director, they have to employ like five of them to to cast for this movie. I mean, this is a, a lot of characters in this story. One of his friends, Andy Wilson, who links back to all of these cocaine dealers that go to. Uh, Coda and Comfort Lounge and they sell cocaine. Uh, so basically what's happened now is a massive ring of drug dealers. Yeah, I would, I would say it's pretty massive. Uh, I don't agree. You know, which are actually backed by the Jewish mob. Hmm. You know, it goes basically Jewish mob, Hells Angels, Shower Posse. Shower Posse? <laughs> shower Posse. What? It sounds like a gay singing group. <laughs> the Shower Posse, they're, they're either really, really clean or uh, or maybe they're into golden showers. I don't know. It's, uh, maybe it's both. The shower posse. <laughs> Does everyone he knows, like everyone he mentions, sells drugs, sells guns. His dad's like. Does anyone he know just like roofs houses or something? Like... <laughs> and they all have a nickname, or they're part of some funny group. Yeah. <laughs> they're all controlled by some mafia or another. Like... <laughs> the shower posse. <laughs> you know. So Bobby Lang said to me. Chinese Jamaican infusion, as in the triads and the Jamaican shower posse have joined forces together. I think I once went out for Chinese and Jamaican fusion. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. 
That actually sounds good. So, you know, basically, my dad has been out-muscled and is some big Uh-oh. mobster, which I had no idea about who was the boss of all of those guys, but they've now overturned him. Uh-oh. They were extorting him for all the money, and he's being forced to play me off as crazy, prescribe me medicine I don't need, which is anti-psychotic medicine. Oh, I would, he doesn't need that. <laughs> he doesn't need that. <laughs> you know, what's more likely here? You think that the, the, his dad, the hospital administrator, is actually a mafia figure who's been forced out and now is uh, being forced to play off his son as crazy and force medication on him when he's really not crazy or that Matt is crazy. Which one's like slightly more likely here? I think it's like a 50-50 chance on this one. If Photo Will's involved, (laughs) I I believe Matt. We need to get Photo Will for his testimony on this one. We need to have him give – we need to give equal time on this show to Photo Will. Uh, When really all I'm trying to do is play poker, relax, and live my life. Yeah, While that's... they are actually seizing all of my assets, trying to seize my half of a $3 million home, hmm. and using the power of corrupt police, corrupt political power, and corrupt lawyers to try and stop me, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. They also are try- they also tried to frame me as the person responsible for uh, the shooting of this dream character who... You think in 20 years this is what I'm going to be dealing with with Benjamin? Like, this video will be made about me trying to frame him and... Taking away all his money, and I'm in the Jewish mafia, and I, that, is this what I had to look forward to in uh, 2036? God, I hope not. Uh, was I... like, like I bet when he was like five years old, I bet his parents are not picturing this. Like Twenty years later, obviously wrong to steal my stuff, but after that, I just dropped it, and from there, I guess my dad's friends set him up if he did get shot. And now they're actually trying to pin it on me so they don't go down, which is the ultimate sign of cowardice. It's the ultimate sign. It's like ultimate, yeah, ultimate bet. Okay, so let's, let's move on to the seriously serious accusation. Okay. A seriously serious enters the story here, which okay. uh, you think so far he doesn't have much to do with. This is all like Toronto stuff, but seriously well, serious. What's his name? Video Tommy? No, no, he's just seriously serious here. Oh, okay. He's, he's already got a name. Well, that's why on... You know, after my mom nodded at my dad that way on September 13th, and I asked my dad, did you know Dream got shot? He said no, because he would have been brought to the hospital, so I would have known. Uh, You know, he also told me, oh, they're being watched by police. Well, it's because, you know, my dad told me he has a special relationship with the chief of police. special relationship? What does that mean? The city of Toronto is run by the the shower gang. (laughs) One way or another. And now there's been a shift in power between the Italian mob and the Jewish mob, which they blame me for through a song that was created about me by Seriously Serious called I'm Such an Awesome Guy. Oh, so it all comes back together. Okay, so so I can't play that song anymore. Seriously Serious has removed it out out of – Seriously Serious is such a nice guy that – and I'm not being sarcastic here. Seriously Serious felt bad when Marifiati was freaking out so much about his video making fun of him. And it's totally deserved. Like, Matt Marifiati put himself out there. And, in fact, he was attacking people constantly. But Seriously Serious felt bad thinking that uh, Matt Marifiati is crazy, which he is, and uh, and took down the videos that were making fun of him uh, just out of uh, sympathy for what he saw as Matt's condition. So despite that, he's not getting a lot of credit. Instead, Seriously Serious is part of this whole rant where uh, this video, this comedy video of I'm Such an Awesome Guy is somehow now connected to the mafia and that they're using now this video against him by Seriously Serious. Those logs are just a lie. Mafioso will kill all you, where I referenced a situation where uh, someone had owed me 200000 and then my dad's friend somehow got me the money back, which I didn't ask many questions about I just told him the story about what happened and my dad said you know that's fine we just wanted to know etc he said I, I'll get you the money back uh, so he did and I never questioned it again 
Sorry. Yeah, his dad's. Hey, Matt. So you saying these guys they uh, they got two hundred thousand from you? Yeah. You tell me about it. You just tell me. Okay. Yeah, I'll take care of it. You'll get the money back. And then just the guy comes back and gives him the money. He said, I don't ask questions. My dad just made it happen for me. So so he said he was referencing that once. And then Seriously Serious made fun of the situation in a song. And now this has come back to bite him because apparently these mobsters listened to Seriously Serious' song and, and took this from it. Yeah, well, Todd, don't you know the mob is all controlled by YouTube videos? Yeah, yeah. Can you, um, can seriously you... Serious, if you have a rap song, they'll take all that shit. Okay, wrap it up in a big conspiracy. I, I wonder if the mob also listened to his songs about uh, Prolad Friedman and uh... like Don Vito. Listen to this about the DOJ. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe seriously, Syria should become the official uh, songwriter for uh, the mafia. Maybe that should be the next job he gets. I know he's been you know, he's been looking since uh, Bluff closed down. Actually, he left Bluff before it went down. He people were, were criticizing seriously, serious for just leaving the Bluff job, and then he was proven. To be uh, wise as he left before Bluff went away itself. Basically, on the way down to Vegas, John Zulu had asked me, have you ever had a little taste of hell? Wait, John Zulu? Uh Have you ever had a little taste of hell? (laughs) Uh, He's also friends with a lot of Hells Angels, along with John Savides and these other Greek guys that run poker games in Toronto that are actually, you know, they use house players and high rake to, you know, basically cheat people out of their money at these games. That sounds like every card room in Vegas. Actually, actually it's worse than commerce. Commerce really uses high rake to cheat people out of their money. And they don't Greeks. give you any and they don't give you any free food in commerce anymore. It's like I I feel like I go to commerce and they you know they're like I play the the 4080 game and they're dropping a dollar every time even though there's no flop. They're taking another dollar for the jackpot. They're charging like another $5 for the rake. I'm going crap. The, that sounds like a mob conspiracy. Yeah, I think the mob is involved here. I think they're they're beating me with high rake. That's right. Which is aside from the point. The point is, is my dad said dream up to get shot in my view, and now they're trying to frame me for it along with other things because my parents are being extorted because my mom sold my dad out as a top member of the mob. <laughs> so, so his mom here's, – so here's what's going on. His mom first sold out his dad as the top member of the mob and somehow exposed this, which I, I would think to other mobsters would be known anyway, but somehow that's, that, that happened. And then uh, – his dad, in turn, had to sell him out, and so now his parents are trying to set him up because they're being extorted. Like, instead of his parents saying, "Hey, look, you know, you can extort us, but don't go after our kid, or we're not going to cooperate," the parents are like, "Oh, well, okay. How about we just get out of the uh, whatever you're demanding we pay you? How about we just set up our kid instead? How about we just do that?" That's what he's claiming is happening there. So, uh, basically, I'm, I'm going to not play anymore here. It's uh, nine minutes left or eleven minutes left. I, th- I think we've gotten the picture but you can find it if you want to watch the whole 43 minute video uh just on the poker fraud alert flying stupidity forum you can look for uh, marifiati gets framed by the illuminati and <laughs> you can watch the video there that's also the title on youtube you can type marifiati gets framed illuminati i'm sure it'll come up you can watch the whole thing if you want and uh you can watch all the craziness but th- this is really uh, – it's either someone who's really crazy who's trying to explain why everyone is, is trying to deny his you – know, why his parents are trying to deny his access to money and, and hospitalize him and, get, and forcefully medicate him. Uh, right. or, or, or this is just some weird plea for attention. Like uh, th- this is something he wants to 
do so people talk about him. But I, I have to think this is real, that he really believes what he's saying. He's, he's just spouting this all off without hesitation with all these different names. Now you, how do you make all this up in, in uh, a 43-minute rant if, if you're making yeah. it up? I, I like that he also keeps referencing, like, you know, all, all I just want to do is chill out and play poker. Like, yeah, that, that's been your history already. Yeah, he's never done that. <laughs> like, every, everyone knows that about you. Yeah, that real chill guy. Like, he was just constantly in controversy, and uh, that, that's what he seemed to live for. And if some of you may remember also on a radio show we did about four years ago, uh, he was involved in a very bad conspiracy, actually, conspiracy actually involving a an organized crime group, the Swedish biker banditos, which are a real group and that uh, have been linked to a lot of these break-ins that where people's uh, are in hotel rooms and their uh, room gets broken into and, and Trojan horses are put on their laptop to where their whole cards can be seen. And Matt Marafiati was involved in that and in fact bragged to people that he was such a nice guy that uh, despite doing this, and even though he could see certain people's whole cards, uh, he was nice enough that he didn't cheat them. <laughs> so so he, uh, he was nice. He could see your whole cards, but he didn't cheat you, even though he could have. So but he bragged about this, and, and just to show you this wasn't just him talking uh, – one of the guys who is very closely related to, to these uh, break-ins and, and thefts and and, uh, and uploading of Trojans to people, uh, part of this uh, biker banditos gang, uh, was seen in, in pictures with Marfiati being very chummy with him, being very close with him. So there was there was definitely something going on there. So Matt, he just he likes to get himself involved with these shady people. He seems to be attracted to that lifestyle or whatever. And then they turn on him and take advantage of him, probably when they see how crazy he is. Maybe, like you said, no one's going to believe him if they steal from him. Yeah. And and then uh, and then he either lies his way out of it or when anything happens as a consequence, he blames it on everyone but himself. So uh, I definitely think there's a lot of mental illness here. And I think his parents are, are trying to get it under control, and now he's blaming them as being part of the conspiracy. I think he did get involved with some bad guys who took advantage of him and probably got a lot of money out of him. And and this is what happens. And in fact, you know, Ken Ken Scaler was referencing earlier about this guy extorting money out of him. I've told Ken that he needs to stay away from people. And you know, Ken isn't attracted like to, to a lifestyle of people who are who are bad, but Ken keeps taking these jobs full of scummy people, which he doesn't have to. He just takes these jobs because they pay a little bit more. He's familiar with it. And uh, he gets involved in these industries where it's, it's full of criminals and bad people, and then they take advantage of him because they see someone who's kind of a mark. They see someone who, who isn't uh, all that street smart with this type of stuff mm-hmm. and, and is easy to intimidate. So I, I said to him, you just need to stay away from these people. You're just not someone who can really handle these people. You just need to stay away from them and, and take normal jobs with, with normal people and uh, uh, not surround yourself with that type of element or they're going to t- keep taking advantage of you. You're going to have the same situation over and over. And it's the same thing with Matt Marafiati. And while I don't think, I don't think Ken Scaler is crazy or, or delusional like this, you know, he has some other issues, but not, you know, he doesn't have anything like what Matt has. Uh, but this, th- this is some of the problem. I think Matt likes being associated with people like that. And then they ended up turning on him because they see an easy mark. They see easy money and, those type yeah. of people can't ever be trusted. Yeah, I mean, and you know, look, this is a comedy show, so we make fun of everything. But in reality, like, I, I hope he gets the help that he needs, and you know, and maybe this video will help, you know, that they can institutionalize and make his take, 
his medicine or whatever. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's, that's a good there. point. He's he's actually putting out evidence of how nutty he is. That yeah. that if, if there's a decision to be made by the courts, they could just play this, and I think any yeah. judge is going to rule. He, he, needs to be, so. he needs to be put away here. So he he thinks that by making this video that he's outing what's happening and he's uh, showing how crazy he's not. But uh, often in those type of attempts backfire, where the person attempting to prove they're not crazy shows that they're crazy. So, uh, so this is the case here. So this is one of these cases where uh, saying nothing actually helps you a lot more than saying something. So that's happening there. And, yeah, I, I agree. And we were making jokes about all this. But uh, hopefully he does get help. Hopefully this, these videos do assist his parents in getting him institutionalized. And maybe, maybe there's some kind of medication he can get on to s- fix these problems that he has. Uh, so if some things you, you can fix with medication, some things you can. I don't know what his particular condition is, but he has some condition. There's some kind of condition where he has uh, uh, paranoia and uh, uh, a lot of... He has some emotional issues, for sure, that seem to be... He seems to have some kind of mental, emotional problems here that uh, I don't think is being faked. So let's talk about Poker Stars now. This is a story that came out, and it's one of these things where when you first see the story, uh, it sounds outrageous, and you, you get really mad at poker stars, and you think, wow, they're just really getting hostile toward players, and they're just real assholes. Uh, poker stars, it, it has been revealed that poker stars is demanding that certain high-limit players video themselves playing for over an hour minimum do a full 360-degree view of the room and upload it to them. And if and then it'll be analyzed to see if their play during that hour matches the play that they've been doing recently. And if it doesn't, they get banned and their money gets confiscated. Now, I play a lot of Bovada. Imagine Bovada made this... If they made this demand of me, and I don't use any bots or anything, you know, if they just made this demand of me, I would be nervous when I was doing this hour. That what if I play a little differently? What if I'm a little faster, a little slower? What if I, uh, what if I just play a little differently, more aggressive, more less, less aggressive than yesterday? What if it just doesn't match up and they take all my money? And I'd be worried about that. Not only would I think, you know, like why are they doing this? But if I did, and then I, I'd be worried that the conclusion would be something that's incorrect, and that they're going to steal my money. So I can understand on the surface why people find this to be very invasive and inappropriate for poker stars to do. By the way, someone uh, sent me a message during the <laughs> during the thing about Matt Marafiati. This whole thing makes me want to poke my eye out with a pen. So I, I hope you're happy this is over. I hope you're happy we switched topics. But. I see it differently. Is if you look at it more closely, this actually isn't bad. And I'm on PokerStars' side on this one. So this is something that was sent to a PokerStars player, not clear who, but a PokerStars high limit player received this uh, message, and uh, this was brought to the public by. Uh, let's see. What's the guy's name? Too Curioso, Too Curioso One, whose name is Nick Frame, is his real name, and he is a mod on Two Plus Two. So he brought this to the high stakes forum, or actually, I guess I guess to uh, news, news and gossip on uh, Two Plus Two. 
and said this is someone he knows, but he would not say who it is who got this message from PokerStars. The message goes as follows. We require a video recording of you playing. This recording has a few mandatory requirements. At the beginning of the recording, we must be able to clearly see your face in order to confirm your identity. Before starting to play, you must rotate your camera 360 degrees to show us all your surroundings. You must start playing your session from an empty computer desktop, whereby you initiate the PokerStars client and log into your account, meaning you can't have anything running in the background. Uh, after logging in, you must play a regular session of yours. Your playing session at the tables must be a, for a minute of a minimum of 70 minutes. It's kind of weird. Why not like 60 minutes or 90 minutes? 70 minutes. Yeah. Uh, during your play at the tables, the recording must be of sufficient quality to see and track the activities that are taking place on your desktop, meaning the computer. Uh, the, in addition, the recording must capture your surrounding environment, including your monitor, keyboard, mouse, and movement of your hands. What if the guy is like jerking off while he's playing? Does he, <laughs> does he have to show that movement? <laughs> Not what I meant to play, but uh, is that what he has to show with movement of his hands? Like, uh, what if those are the, like? What if he was doing that? Would he have to show that? Is that what, is that what, what, what if he showed that, sent it in, and like they couldn't do anything? About yeah, it, really. he'd, he'd say, just "Well, be like a big fuck you to poker." Yeah, he'd say, "Well, you asked for the so, movement of my hands. That's what I do when I play. That's what I do when I play. You wanted it, you got it." <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, audio must be included in the record. Oh, great! So it, like. He can include the audio of him moaning too during it. <laughs> or he, he'll you'll be seeing the up and down movement of his hands, and you'll be hearing. That's what I would probably do if they if they demanded this of me. You must minimize the amount of individual video files. Longer continual recordings are preferred. And you have ten days to complete this task. So if you don't get this done in ten days, you're you're gone. So uh, then they said. If you, it is important that your playing session is conducted in the same manner as one of your typical sessions, as your tendencies will be contrasted with your regular play. You must supply the resulting recording to us via email. In the likely event that the files exceed attachment limits, please utilize file sharing services such as Dropbox, Google Drive, or whichever service you prefer. We'll largely leave this option up to you. I don't know why they have to set up like a little FTP area for him on PokerStars server if they want this, but whatever. A failure to follow these instructions, or if the video is of subpar quality, will result result in this task needed to be repeated. I, I guess that's one way to buy extra time, though. Like if he hasn't done it in ten days, just make a terrible video and then send it in. Okay, you've got more ten more days. So that's what they're doing, and uh, they also said that he. Uh, this is not in the official letter, but they. It was also said that uh, they're going to keep his money if he doesn't do this, this person who got this uh, email from Stars. So some people were very angry about this. How can Stars demand this? This is an invasion of privacy, they say. This is unreasonable. Uh, also, how are they going to determine if it's the exact same? What if it's a little bit different? If What if he plays slightly differently? What if he's in a different mood that day? Uh why are they making it so hard? He has to upload you know, hundreds of megabytes and figure out a way to do it. And, and uh, the, the quality of the video has to be really good. Uh, they're, they're, how are you going to play under these circumstances knowing you're being recorded? How, how can you relax like you normally do with the poker table? So some people were, were thinking, this is terrible. This is probably what they're doing to any high-stakes regular who wins money on there who they want to get rid of. They say, hey, you're winning too much money. and Just make this demand of someone. And when they either don't comply or when they comply and you, you just falsify a reason why 
this wasn't good enough or it doesn't prove what they were looking to have proven, uh, kick them off and take their money. So a lot of people got outraged by this, but at the same time, others saw through it. I am actually on PokerStars' side on this one because I think this is obvious that they suspect the person who received this has been using botting software, that someone has been botting, multi-accounting, or both, and that they have sufficient evidence that this person has been doing it. But rather than just close down their account and confiscate a large sum of money and be accused of stealing or trying to kick off high-stakes players, they're giving the person one out to basically prove that the evidence that STARS has against them is not what it appears to be. So STARS is saying, we've caught you, but we're going to give you this one chance to prove that you're innocent. It really looks like you're guilty, but here's your one chance to prove it. And you have to follow all these instructions. Because if you look at what they're saying to do, uh, you have to play normally. You have to play for 70 minutes. Uh, you, you have to start from an empty desktop, so you can't have any of the software running in the background. I, now, I don't know why the desktop matters. I don't know, like, you could be running things in the background. You could set up things to run in the background. So that's kind of weird. They, they should say we yeah. want to see your processes, but maybe they can see that anyway. Uh, they're, they're saying uh, that uh, they have to see the entire surroundings of the room. And they have to see all the movements you're making so they can see you're actually the one moving the mouse and not not botting software. And they're only giving 10 days, so this way if the person wants to develop some kind of software to simulate all this, they don't have time to do it. So th- this is what they're doing. They're concerned that the player is not really playing for themselves, that either someone's playing for them, that they're, they're getting outside help, that m- most likely they're using a bot to play on the site. And likely they have caught the botting in some way because there's a lot of things that give away that a bot is playing. Uh, The mouse movements, the timing, uh, especially the mouse movements. You may have seen on Google that it'll have you click something like, I am not a robot on certain Google products. And then you don't have to enter a capture. You just click, I am not a robot, and it puts a check mark. And you think, okay, well, why can't a bot click that? Well, the funny thing is Google has figured out a way to differentiate the way a bot moves to click something and a human moves to click something. So by clicking that, uh, so so things like that, PokerStars is using the same technology to detect the way bots move the mouse versus the way a human moves the mouse. I didn't know that. I thought it was just like random that sometimes, because I thought I've clicked that and sometimes it then asks you for like a captcha. It, but it, only like one out of you know twenty times. Yeah, well, maybe those times it's inconclusive. I'm not saying 100. percent This concludes 100. percent But they they must have used a lot of different methods to tell whether this person's a bot. Maybe by their their stats that seem uh, incredibly consistent and almost identical from one session to the next, right. which of course indicates a bot. Uh, mouse movements, timing, where they, they, they always seem to get to click the button within a very short period of time. Like it's always, uh, for example. Uh, you know, exactly half a second or point forty six of a second every yeah. single time, and a human would never do that. So all these things together, they probably came up with the belief that this person's a bot. But we've had this many times in 2 plus 2 where someone comes out there and whines, I'm not a bot, I'm a real player. You guys know me, come on. It's been me the whole time. And then their money gets confiscated and you never know the truth. And I, I've seen examples where I believe the person was wrongly accused of botting, especially on Full Tilt. This happened a lot. Back in the old days of Full Tilt, I saw a lot of people whose money were confiscated that I didn't believe were bots. Uh, and then there's others who said they were botting and uh, they were not botting and they were accused of it who I believe 
we're actually doing it, and we're just coming out there to try to use that as a last-ditch attempt to defend themselves. So this is attempting to give a person they're about to confiscate their money for botting or some other major terms of service violation one last chance to prove they're legit by playing a session identical to what they were doing before. And I... Let's say that this, instead of making these, quote, intrusive demands, let's say Starge just said, we have detected through multiple means that you are using bot software. We're closing your account and redistributing your money to other players. Would anyone be outraged? Probably not. They'd say, okay, they caught a bot or great. And as long as there weren't a lot of false accusations going around, people would applaud this. But people are not applauding. Well, some people are, but a number of people are against this because Starge is giving this person one last chance instead of having their money confiscated, to actually prove themselves they're not a bot. Now, I admit it's annoying to get something like this if you're actually innocent, but I believe they probably have a lot of evidence prior to making this accusation. And one other thing is weird here. The person who is being accused of this, the person who is being told to do this by stars, has not identified themselves. Their friend is speaking for them and will not identify who they are. Now, if this happened to me and I was pissed about it, I would come out as myself. I'd say, I have not botted. I never botted. You guys know me. I have no idea what they're talking about. I don't want to do this for such and such reason, or I'm afraid they're going to find some flimsy reason to confiscate my money. And I would I would come as myself. But since the person is not coming forward, and by the way, this, this guy who's bringing this out is claiming that multiple people got this, but not one of them has come forward, which makes me think that whoever got this knows they're guilty, and is afraid to say who they are because uh, maybe people have knowledge that they were using bots. Yeah, and is also, you know, (laughs) like, you think someone who's accused of this who's innocent, their first reaction is, okay, I'm going to find a friend, and uh, then they're going to be my spokesperson. Like, it's just... It's just... It's so bizarre, not something you would instinctually do... Uh, if you were innocent. Yeah. Whenever people are accused of things like this and then they hide and won't say who they are, that really makes them look guilty. If you're innocent here, say who you are, stand up, be honest, say this is me this is happening to, Stars is treating me unfairly, they're falsely accusing me, I don't want to stand for it, stand behind me please, you guys know me. But I think it's either someone who's known to be shady and everyone's going to say, oh yeah, that person's guilty, or someone who is afraid that others know about their botting activities and someone's going to come out and go, oh, yeah, I know about this guy. And, you know, he used to talk about doing bots with me. Like, it's yeah, someone or, who doesn't want this coming out. Or, or it's going to – or the video is just going to prove that he is a bot because the play is going to be so much different and then he'll be outed in the end anyway. Yes, that, that could be it also, that he's afraid that if he does go forward with this, then he's then people are going to say, well, what happened to your Stars account? And then when it's found – because if he is guilty, there's no way out of this. Yes. Because yes. he can't play the same way as the bot did. That might, that might actually like be he it. Knows that. You might actually be on, onto something here. That, that's, that he knows that uh, either way he's screwed here. If he doesn't do it, people are going to ask, why won't you do it? Why are you just going to let them take your money? And if he does do it, they're going to determine that with certainty he was using botting software. And then when he doesn't come back to stars, everyone will notice. And, and they'll know he was botting, and then he'll have the reputation of being a cheater. So instead, he just has his friend speak for him and not identify him. It's, yep. it's really weird. Like, I, 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 would, I would really be shocked if this is just uh, a false accusation. So, 
I think this is now. It's possible the friend doesn't actually know he's guilty. It's possible he's taking it to the friend, going, "Oh my God, look what they're doing!" And then talks the friend into posting this, uh, and the friend's not even aware he's botting. It's also possible the friend knows he's botting, but is just doing this to help him, because there's probably a large sum of money at stake that's, that's going to be uh, confiscated here. But uh, whenever we get these people complaining about the way poker sites are treating them, and then they either won't give the whole story or won't say who they are. There always seems to be a reason for this. And there was actually a woman who uh, I, I I used to know, an older woman. She was like in her late 40s at the time. And uh, Full Tilt confiscated her money for botting. And I'd actually played her heads up before. And and I I didn't think she was a bot because she had a tilt problem. That's why I played her heads up. She was, she was a pretty good heads up player, but she had a tilt problem. So I didn't think she was using a bot. I thought Full Tilt was uh, wrong on that one. However, when she brought it to 2 plus 2, she clammed up when people started bringing up evidence that she was also multi-accounting. So when I was talking to her about it, I said, well, what's the truth? She said, well, yes, I was multi-accounting, and that's why I don't want to talk about that, but I was not botting. And I said, you know, I actually believe you, but unless you come completely forward about everything you're doing, uh, you shouldn't come out to a site like 2 plus 2 and ask for sympathy because uh, now you look shady that you are multi-accounting and, and you won't answer to those accusations, but you want everyone to be to feel sorry for you and to take your side about the botting accusations. So you, you've got to be honest about it and say, look, I, yes, I was using two accounts. They were never in the same game. They only played heads up. Uh, I just I just used them both. Uh, I know I shouldn't have done that, but that doesn't have to do with this. And then you know, wherever the chips fall from that point, fine. But they already they already confiscated the money. She didn't have anything to lose at that point. So, but she she didn't do that, and she she blew the the war of, of PR that way by acting shady. So, but but usually when anybody's acting shady or acting evasive about the facts or won't even say who they are, usually because they're guilty, they're hiding something. So I I think Poker Stars is in the right here, and I'm happy to see this is happening. Uh, and if there's someone who feels they're being mistreated, then come forward, see who you are, and tell your story. Otherwise, I'm going to believe you were cheating. And, and yes, botting is very much cheating. Anybody who's caught botting on these sites should have the money confiscated and redistributed. That's, that's one of the, the bad forms of online poker cheating. It, it's very unfair. Not only does the bot have perfect memory, not only can it adjust uh, strategy-wise to, to its opponents, but uh, it also doesn't get tired. It doesn't get emotional. It has a lot of advantages over players that uh, over a human. It's not fair. It's, it's cheating. So... Uh, another suspension that has occurred at Poker Stars, though this one won't involve money, the player has been told he will have access to all his money, no matter what. Jason Moe did something stupid. And he's known as a very brash, kind of like, uh, tell it like it is, uh, be offensive for the sake of being offensive type of guy. He's someone who likes to be outrageous. Some people like him because he's not afraid to call out whoever deserves being called out. He's not afraid to tell it like it is. He's not afraid of getting people angry. Some people could say it's kind of like me. However, uh, he's he also has some immaturity to him to where he likes to just say and do things to be outrageous. And and then this gets him into trouble. So this, this has happened here. Uh Jason Moe came out on January 16th, four days ago, 
And uh, he, he even has an immature Twitter name. It's CuntyCakes123. C-U-N-T-Y Cake, C-A-K-E-S-1-2-3. He says, it's been over 24 hours. PokerStars account still locked with a large six-figure sum and no in- explanation. What's up, Stars support? A day later, he says, update on Stars account. They have confirmed they're looking into it. Cheers, Stars support. You are really earning your keep. Next day, day three, no update from PokerStars. Might be time for me to lawyer up. And then he hashtag could have done more, hashtag cunty stars. So then finally, uh, later that day, he five hours later, he gives an explanation about the frozen account. Took PokerStars three days to tell me that they locked my account and withheld money from me because I sent a threatening tweet to Lee Jones. <laughs> Lee Jones being uh, the poker room manager. I believe that's his title now. Was that his official title at PokerStars now? I know it was. Yeah. I don't have any reason to think it changed. Yeah. Now, Lee Jones, uh, this is how he, he rose to prominence in Poker Stars. I learned how to play Limit Hold'em from Lee Jones from his book. That's all right. First yeah. book I ever read. Yeah, me too. Uh, called Lim- Winning Low Limit Hold'em, which was a good introduction to Low Limit Hold'em, especially in those days, in the in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, and that's all he was then. He was a Bay Area low-to-mid-limit player. Uh, he was nobody special or particularly well-known in poker until he wrote that book. And he just noticed that at the low-limit games, everyone sucked, which, which was and still is true. So he wrote a book, on, uh, which is seen as like a beginner's book. You know, he explained the very, very basics of poker, what a flop is, what a turn is, etc. So this is not a book anyone should get here uh, to learn how to play poker. Except there are some concepts in there that uh, some people could benefit from if they don't know limit poker very well. But... Uh, this book was really the best book at the time for learning from scratch how to play Limit Hold'em and to not be terrible. It was not going to guide you to become a winning player at, at mid-stakes, but uh, it was going to make you one of the better players in the low-stakes games. So in PokerStars' early days, they uh, eventually they, they developed that uh, FPP store where you could buy things with your FPP points. And one of the things they had there were books, and one of the books that they sold there was Winning Low Limit Hold'em by Lee Jones, which I'm sure he gave to them at a big discount. And you know, it benefits both parties, where they get it cheap, and then uh, he sells books that way. So he developed a relationship with stars through that, and they got to like him, and they thought he was a smart guy, and they thought he had uh, a good head for management, and he quickly moved up to become the card room manager. And as poker stars grew exponentially, uh, his job became more and more important. And he stayed there until I think 07 or 08 when he quit to become the card room manager of cake poker, of all things. <laughs> and people said, why would you ever do that? That's like quitting to be the manager of, of a well-respected uh, downtown steakhouse to go manage a McDonald's. And I think the reason he did it is because he was scared. Uh, this was before the Black Friday bus, uh, but this is after the UIGEA, and I think uh, for whatever reason, I think Lee Jones is worried that they're going to go after stars, and he didn't want to be seen as an executive there. So he, he moved to Cake Poker, which was much... Uh, much of a lesser room and less likely to be busted. So uh, then Cake was a fail site. I, I don't blame him for this. It, it was just a fail site, and he got to know that. So 
he left there and then uh, made his way back to Poker Stars. And I believe the way he made his way back is he left there on good terms. He probably just told them, hey, look, I'm, I'm kind of scared I'm going to get in trouble, but can you please leave the door open for me? And they said, sure, because they, they had a good relationship with him and they, uh, they liked Lee. So he's back there. Uh, we had a comical incident on uh, Never Win Poker about 10 years ago when a forum poster named Bangham posted that he got suspended from Poker Stars. And the details came out that Bangham had taken some bad beats and had a bad session on stars and emailed support saying that next time he sees Lee Jones, he's going to, quote, hit him in the head with a waffler. (laughs) And and by a waffler, he meant a waffle iron. So they uh, suspended him. And then Bangham said he was sorry, he just has a temper, he's never going to really do that, he just was mad he lost money. So Lee Jones wrote back to him personally, and Bangham posted this on Never Win Poker, where Lee Jones said he can come back if he makes a donation in Lee's name to the Heifer Project, which is a, a charity. And I don't know if Bangham ever really did that, but that was the... Uh, what That was what Bangham was told he had to do to come back. So something similar just happened here. And of course, anybody who was around in Neverwin Poker was reminded of the Waffler thing, because that was that became uh, part of Neverwin Poker lore at that point. Uh, but this is what Jason Moe did that uh, got uh, him in hot water. This was on January 13th now, three days before he got suspended. Uh, someone had posted that Lee Jones was like, at the PCA was like on the dance floor at some club there. Is it like getting down on the dance floor? So Jason Moe posted back, I would likely pony up a large amount to give a swift kick in the nuts and say JMO sends his regards. So that's uh, that's that was the tweet that got him in hot water. I would likely pony up a large amount to give a swift kick in the nuts and say J-Mo, meaning Jason Moe, sends his regards. So Lee Jones saw this as him offering to pay people to assault him. And in fact, while Lee Jones did not get assaulted, a guy named Bones on Twitter, who's in Australia, tweeted back, if he comes to Oz, referring to Australia, definitely done. So the argument on the part of poker stars was that what if some jerk takes this seriously and goes and kicks him in the balls and then comes to Jason Moe and says, okay, where's my money? Where's my uh, large amount? And there are people desperate in poker who, who really need money that might want to do something like this. They might take the chance of whatever trouble they'll get into, you know, do that and run away, and then come to Jason Moe and say, okay, I, I did it. I said, J-Mo says his regards. Now, where's my money? Now, now this never happened, but uh, it could have. I mean, it's, it's not far-fetched to see that it could happen. He And, and – uh, it's not like Jason Moe came back right afterwards saying, no, no, just kidding, no, don't really do that. Like, he just left it that way. So Adam Schwartz, who we talked about earlier in the show, someone who came over to needle us that our intro is too long, the host of the 2 Plus 2 PokerCast along with Terrence Chan. Adam Schwartz, on January 13th, same day, sent a message back to Jason Moe saying, totally classless to say something like this. And then he quoted the message from this Bones guy saying that he would do it if Lee Jones came to Oz, he said, this is what I mean, Jason. Some idiot could follow through on your threat to prove how cool he is. So how did Jason Moe respond to this? Did he say, oh, yeah, Adam, you're right. Okay, hey, everybody, don't really do this. 
Like, this is just after it happened, so, like, he could have quickly backtracked and said, no, no, it was just a joke, I didn't really mean that. No, what he did was he wrote back to Adam and said, don't you run a show sponsored by poker stars? <laughs> so, so he's accusing Adam of being biased in this situation and, uh, and only giving him a hard time because poker star sponsors their show. So, so he, he really would not back down here. So I, I can't believe this. I, I cannot believe that Jason Moe does this and then is surprised he gets suspended. By the way, the poker star said, and he, uh, Jason Moe agreed that poker star said this. In fact, he posted this. He posted a, a message from Jim from the Poker Stars Game Integrity Team, a manager there. He said, after you provide answers to these questions, we, we expect that we will be able to complete a review of the situation. If you decline to answer these questions, it's not clear what the questions are, uh, we will naturally need to complete our review without the benefit of your point of view. Finally, we can confirm that we do not envisage uh, confiscating any funds from you here. Regardless of the outcome, at the conclusion of this review, you will be able to re- regain full access to your account balance. So they're basically saying, we're just deciding whether to kick you from the site, but either way, you're going to get your money. So this is not about money here. Uh, but Jason Moe's an idiot, is all I can say. You, if you're going to be playing on that site, if you want to be able to play there, and if, you, if you're never coming back to PokerStars, fine. You want to say something dumb like that, you're not going to have much consequence. But uh, if you want to keep playing on that site, you do not say something like that, that you would pay a large sum to have someone kick one of the executives of the site in the nuts. You don't say that because they can kick you off. They can say, we don't want his business anymore. And, and that's exactly what happened. So I don't know why he thought that he could do that without any consequence. Now, imagine if I went on Twitter during the World Series and said, I would pay a large sum of money for someone to kick Jack Effel in the nuts or Seth Polanski in the nuts. Imagine if I said that. But I'm not saying that, by the way. Nobody nobody take that. <laughs> I watch someone's going to cut this and try to send this to them and claim I said that. But uh, uh, I, I'm going to qualify this again. I'm not asking my, anybody to do that for sure. But if I did do that and they kicked me out of the World Series forever, in fact, kicked me out of all Caesars properties forever, I wouldn't be surprised. It would be my own fault because I would be instructing people to commit an act of violence against executives at Caesars. And uh, whether that actually happens or not, me telling people that I would pay them to do it is definitely reason enough for them not to want my business there anymore. And so I would never say that anyway. I would never, no matter how mad I was, I wouldn't go tell someone to go do this to someone else or or bribe someone to go do this. But but, uh, even if I did want to do that, I would never do it if I still wanted to go to Caesars Properties or play at the World Series because I would know the result. If I, if I posted something like that, it would be very likely they would kick me out for life and say that I'm a danger to their staff, and they'd be right. So this is the same thing. Just like if you posted on Twitter, uh, you'll pay someone to kick a restaurant owner or manager in the nuts. Well, the man, if the restaurant sees it, they'll probably say, you're not welcome here anymore. You can say this for any business. Any business can say, we don't want to give service to you anymore. That's it. You're gone. And PokerStars is not required to provide games to you. They can kick you out at any time. You do have a right to a few things on PokerStars. You have a right to a fair game being provided to you. You have a right to access your money when you need to access your money, provided you weren't cheating or acquiring it in some illegal way. But uh, those are your rights, but it is not your right to continue playing there. You can't just say, well, you can't kick me off for that. Yes, they can. 
And it makes sense. If I were running Poker Stars or I was one of the managers there and someone wrote that about me, I'd probably want the person gone too. And it's, it's not a matter of being hypersensitive. It's a matter of you just don't want customers who are going to treat your managers that way, especially a customer who's a winning player and is not good for your site anyway. So it's not like it's not like Jason Moe was a huge fish and was donating huge to the high-limit games and they're tolerating this. This is someone they'd prefer isn't on the site anyway. So they, he just gave an excuse to be kicked off there. So he was stupid. He made a stupid statement. He was stupid. And uh, this is going to be the result. So uh, I understand it. And I, I, I support what PokerStars is doing here, too. I, I, I can see where they'd also decide not to do this. I could see where they decide to forgive him and realize he probably wasn't serious about it. And I don't think he was actually proposing to have Lee Jones kicked in the nuts. I think it was uh, he was trying to look rebellious and cool. But yeah, Adam brought up a good point. Someone could just go do it and think it was serious. It wasn't a com- it wasn't totally clear it was a joke. It was clear to me, but it wasn't totally clear to everyone as a joke. Right. And I agree with PokerStars course uh, of action, but I I do have a bit of an issue with the way they went about it because they should have told him right away. I agree. To, to have someone who has six figures on the site just be locked out of his account and then email support and not hear anything. It feels like they did it on purpose. Yeah, but, uh, yes, you're, you're right. It probably was a passive-aggressive way to get back at him. Maybe Lee Jones said, hey, this asshole, let's leave him uh, sweating yeah, for a few days. Let him sweat for yeah. three days. Let him think his money is going to go away and then, and then tell him yeah. we'll, we'll give him his money back. We're still deciding what to do. So Yeah, that's the only thing. Like they should have just hey. The minute they close this account, your account's been closed. Here's why. You're going to get your money, but we're you know, reviewing what, if you're going to play here in the future, whatever. But yeah. that's the only thing I have a problem with. But other than that, yeah, I agree. They did, they, they did what they had to do. Yeah, usually even on Poker Fraud Alert where, where no money's involved, when I kick someone off the site, uh, I, I want them to know why they're kicked off. I don't just uh, – unless it's obvious. But I, I don't want someone to just wonder why they're just banned abruptly. I, I, I would want them to know – you did this. This is not acceptable here. So you're gone. Like that's so. Poker stars to wait for three days. I agree is inappropriate. But and I believe it was intentional too. But he did this to himself. This is what you get when you think you're the the Twitter rebel. When you think you're going to look cool, uh, you say dumb things like this. I think a lot of these guys uh, don't really understand how real life works. They they are good poker players. They win a lot of money. A lot of people respect them for that. And then they lack the skills to. Uh, negotiate real life situations and understand expectations of them, and and you can you can act like a punk at uh, on the online poker tables and whatever, but you 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 go too far with things like this, and then you screw yourself, and that look, looks like what happened. And my guess is they're going to kick him. There's a chance they'll give him one. You know, they'll give him like a warning to say if this ever happens again, you're gone, and let him back in. But they. Uh, it sounds like they, they want his answers, and, uh, and that's it. But I think the fact that he's taunting them on Twitter about it is not helping either. Yeah, also, like you say, it, <laughs> this is like the kind of player they don't want, period, right? Yeah, so they have an excuse so to get rid of him. He's a winner, and so, yeah, it's, uh, I'd be surprised if he stays. And the thing is, that they don't even care if this causes any kind of PR backlash because... It's too late for that. Yeah, the, they already have a PR <laughs> backlash, and, the, yeah, and they don't care. Yeah, segue to the next segment. Yeah, like all the high-level players, okay, if you kick Mo off, we're gone too. Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> See ya. Uh, 
you know, it's, it's almost like a like a girlfriend you don't want to be with anymore. Threatens if you keep doing such and such things, she's going to leave. And you go, okay, <laughs> go, bye. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but you were going to break up with her anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. So the next segment, uh, as you said, a segue to that. Donnie Stern and other supernova elites met with poker stars on Friday the seventeenth to discuss player issues. <laughs> And you may say, why am I laughing about it? Why, why, why is the audience laughing about this? What's, what's so funny about poker stars meeting with players to discuss uh, player issues, ma- mainly like the VIP program, that whole flap they had back in November? So one of the strongest voices against what they did with changing Supernova Elite was Donnie Stern. Uh, Isaac Haxton also was unhappy about it and actually left as a poker star sponsored online pro because of this. So those were two of the people who uh, went to meet with poker stars executives at Amaya headquarters. And they went on the 17th of January. The people who went were Donnie Stern, Ike Haxton and Daniel Zvoris. I don't even know him. He's, I guess he's a coach at one, run at once poker, and I don't know much about Daniel Dvoris. Do you know who he is? No. no. Is he the is he the <laughs> is he the coach of the Moscow Wolverines? <laughs> yeah, he might be. So Daniel Dvoris, uh, Donnie Stern, and Isaac Haxton went, and Negrani was present as well. And they met with poker stars. This is one of the things Negrani promised as their. Uh, Suppose that small concession to these players when, when they just basically told them, F you, we're, we're keeping the changes exactly as stated and we'll have a laughable free roll in 2016 for, for the whole site to make up for what you guys are losing, which was funny. And, uh, but we're going to have a, a player forum for you guys to, like an in-person forum, not like an online forum, for you, for you to air your concerns and, and have a, a constant dialogue with us. So this is the first of one of those meetings. Now, Keep in mind, Donnie Stern was one of the people organizing these strikes where, where high-limit players just wouldn't play on certain days that they agreed. And and by the way, part of the action against poker stars, in addition to the strike, was a, a 10% cash-out. So the, so the people involved in the strike also cashed out 10% of their role. <laughs> that, that'll show them. That'll show them. You'll cash out money you won. That's, that's going to really hurt stars. So... Uh, as I mentioned before on this show, in response to all of this, Amaya put out a press release basically saying, ha ha, you guys failed. Your strike didn't do anything. In fact, we had more traffic than ever. Ha ha ha, it didn't work. So we're, we're now even happier with the changes we made. So that, that was what they said. They were really mocking the people who did the strike. And, and the fact that they gave the players nothing that they were asking for, even with the Granu trying to go to bat for them, shows that Amaya just does not want these players and doesn't care what they think. So it, it's weird to have meetings with these same players as if they matter. You've already proven to them they don't matter, and then you, you're just going to meet them in person and, and try to give them lip service, which you would think if, if they're intelligent, they're going to say, no, 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 this is, this is BS. They, they're not going to do anything for us. So, so these look like almost like propaganda meetings where they'll meet with the players, uh, show them w- all the compelling reasons why they had to do what they did, uh, paint themselves as the good guys, hope the players buy it, and then make the players think that their voices are going to be heard. Make the players think as they're leaving that they're going to be listened to in the future, when in reality they won't. But it almost seems like 
propaganda on both sides because it's like this is for show on both sides. They're letting them come there. They're going to hear what they have to say. Then they're going to tell them, you know, their reasons. Then, you know, it's just going to go back and forth. And look, these are smart guys, right? They obviously know that this meeting isn't going to change anything. So I'm surprised they would even go talk to them. That's what I'm saying. I, I think. Well, I, I think maybe they're maybe they aren't that smart with this type of thing. Maybe they're smart poker players, but they're not smart know. with with these type of things. And they they really think that okay, poker stars is going to backtrack with the, with the VIP changes. Maybe in the future they're going to give these guys a voice, and they just they want to go there and feel important, like they're going to have a voice. And maybe they're delusional enough to believe it. So I don't know. I feel like it's more a show on their part. Because they're like, see, even though we've left and it's bad, you know, we're still fighting for all the other players. And yeah, it, it might be. So so this is what uh, was written on Twitter by various people involved. Uh, Donnie Stern wrote, tomorrow, Daniel Dvoris, Isaac Haxton, and myself are headed to my headquarters to meet and discuss VIP changes with poker stars. We'll update when I can. This is on the 17th. Um, so I, I, maybe they met on the 18th. I thought it was, yeah, it was the 18th. I thought it was the 17th. These tweets are the 17th. They're meeting the 18th, but who really cares? Uh, then... Isaac Haxton mentioned he's going and said you, you left out Daniel Negreanu, and Daniel Negreanu confirmed that by saying, off to Montreal for a player meeting with poker stars as part of an agreement to have regular meetings with players on all things poker. So it's been two days. What happened? You would think that Donnie Stern would rush back to his keyboard and let everybody know what occurred. Well, not quite. This is what Donnie Stern has said. For those asking, uh, Isaac Haxton and Daniel Dvoris will be publicly discussing what happened at meeting, but we need to gather our thoughts effectively. We signed NDAs, that's non-disclosure agreements, and saw data that we can't share, so we can't just come out and say what we think without thinking it through first. <laughs> so that, that's funny. They make them sign NDAs, so so basically they're afraid to say anything now. <laughs> There's no point to any of this. I mean, really? It's, this is they got to sign gosh. NDAs. Why? Not? I, I would say forget the NDAs. Just don't show me anything that I'm not supposed to see, and then let me talk about everything. That's what I would say. Otherwise, be afraid. You'd be afraid to say anything. You're going to get sued. So Ike Haxton hasn't said anything yet. At least on his Twitter, I don't see anything. And this. Uh, Daniel Zvoris, let's see if he said anything. I don't think he did. I think no one I think they're still gathering their thoughts a day later. Let's see. But see, this is perfect for poker stars because they can say whatever they want. Yeah. And they say, Oh look, we're having these uh players here, we're listening to them. Oh, we showed them all this data that proves our point. They can't say anything on the other side about it, and it's like it's just everything's done their way. Yeah. Again, I don't know why you would agree to these meetings under these terms. So to me what it sounds like with with the data that they were shown. I think it was something like this. They, they got there and they said, hey, guys, uh, first of all, we want to let you guys know that we're really sorry about this whole thing. We should have communicated it earlier. We're really sorry. We really value you as customers. Uh, but let's show you some data here uh, regarding how quickly the fish are losing and how, how we've projected the site will go if we don't change anything. And then they, sh- they show the way it is, and, everybody, and, and like they say, so if we keep up at this rate, by the end of next year, you're going to have almost no fish to play, and you're not going to make any money. So we had to make these changes. Now, here's our projections uh, of how the fish are going to survive 
with these changes, and a much more favorable picture, and see what's better for everybody. I understand that uh, this kind of sucks for the supernova elites, but if we didn't change it now, things would be irreparably damaged by a year from now, so we couldn't wait another year, uh, blah, 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 blah. And so, like, they must have just dropped all this data on them with, with impressive-looking graphs or whatever uh, to try to snow these players that this is all for their own good. Uh, and at the same time, they had to sign an NDA to where they can't give specific numbers or, or talk about exactly everything they've seen. Uh, but I think that this really sounds like that they were just uh, – it, it was almost like propaganda. It was like that they were tricked into believing – and I don't know if they really believe it or not – that uh, this is all for their own good and it's fine. I, I don't think these guys were dumb enough to leave and say, oh, well, Poker Stars is good. Okay, never mind. We have a big misunderstanding. I'm, I'm sure they're still pissed. Uh, and, and it's possible afterwards that they're like, oh, man, they were bullshitting us. Oh, man, they weren't straight with us. Oh, this is a waste of time. Like, But how do we tell everybody without – Violating the NDA, like it could have been that. Exactly, but that's the genius on Poker Stars part. They're <laughs> controlling all the message. Yeah, <laughs> the NDA. I mean, really, like, like that would be the first thing to say as soon as they pull that out. I go, whoa, what's the point of this if I can't yeah, exactly. uh, can't discuss it? Because if you violate anything we you promise, I can't discuss it by law. Uh, screw this. I'm mm-hmm. no NDA and just don't show me anything sensitive. That's what I'd say. That's. But uh, the thing is here, these guys are all fairly young. I, not really, really young, but I, I always thought, like, when the whole UB th- uh, AP thing happened, and they selected, when AP selected one person to send to Costa Rica to go through the AP office, and they, they just didn't give him access to much, to show him everything's on the up and up. Right. Well, just like Joe Seabock looked over the UB files. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Okay. So the person they selected was Nat Aram, who was uh, very instrumental in, in analyzing the data that, that uh, proved about the super user. So while Nat Aram was, was very smart and mathematically oriented and was able to crunch the numbers and, and prove about the, the super user's existence, especially in that one Pot Ripper tournament, I found that it was likely not, – not for sure, but I thought it was likely that they selected him rather than me or some of the other people who were over 30 at the time. That they selected the youngest guy. I think Nat Aram was 25, 26. They selected the youngest guy to come there and look at it. And then when Nat Aram came back, he's like, well, you know, they didn't show me that much. They showed me this and this, but it didn't mean that much. Like, like apparently he didn't really object at the time. Uh, I think maybe because it's a little intimidating, too, to be in a foreign country where, uh, you know, bad things could happen to you, if by, especially from an organization that has a lot of money. So, uh, but I thought at the time they selected Nat just because of his age. They just felt like that, that could be the easiest, the easiest person to snow and easiest person to control rather than someone older who, who may have more life experience and be more skeptical. Now, that's why they didn't pick me or, or, may, or, or several of the other people who were around my age that uh, had this occur to them, who, who were just as vocal at the time. So this here, I mean, Negranu is, is not young. He's, he's 40, I believe, but he, he's on their side, obviously. Yeah, he, he works for them. Yeah. He's so, on the payroll. But, but the people who came, I, I, these are all younger guys, and I, I also think that uh, Stars was probably happy to have that as well. It's, it's, it's easier to uh, – a lot of these people, all they've done their whole life is play poker. And, and that uh, when it comes to deal with real-life issues outside of poker – uh, you have less experience than someone who has done other things in their life before poker. I, I didn't start playing poker at all until I was almost 29. So uh, I, I will say that I have more life experience and probably less naive than a lot of these young poker players, even if these are very, very smart people who are, who are excellent players. So 
Uh, that may have to do with uh, cause we have uh, somebody to add to this show that maybe some people are not expecting. That person is Br- Brandon Drexel Gerson. Hello. Hey. Are you still doing the fraud show? We are doing the fraud <laughs> show. Uh, and, uh, yeah, see, you're getting smarter with this, though. You're calling later and later into the show thinking that uh, we've we're got to be done. We'd we'll be done soon, but actually I wanted to... If you start talking about daily fantasy sports, I'm hanging out. Uh-oh. <laughs> Everybody's against it. Everybody's of against it. Of course, it's because it's terrible. Everybody's against it. Nobody wants to talk about daily fantasy sports. We have two hosts that are, are trying to commit mutiny over this. And then we... Ruski? No, no, we, uh, Daredevil here. And, uh, and uh, he, objects hey, he objects it to it. I bet Trader Reese Group would too. I bet uh, everybody. Like, we had a user complaining on the forum about it. That's why I buried it at the end. Like, uh, so, okay. Uh, so let me get to, quickly to the other two topics there, and then I'll get to a topic which uh, I, I think Brandon will enjoy. Listen, I was uh, having dinner with my dad. That's why I was running a little late. But it's actually funny. Uh, your name came up during dinner. Oh, well, I want to hear about this. Uh, we were having dinner, and somehow poker came up. And uh, he started asking me about that uh, Antonio Esfandieri. And uh, I said he didn't like him. He said he looks arrogant every time he sees him on TV. <laughs> and then I said, oh, my friend Todd played in a uh, $10,000 buy-in limit tournament hold'em, uh, you know, thing with him last summer. And there was some key hand they played, but I couldn't quite remember to tell my dad the story, what the hand was. Uh, could you just remind me what was the story? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, if, if, yeah I, if, I, if, I, if I want to lose the entire audience, sure. <laughs> I can uh, – th- yeah, Anyhow, so. though, truthfully, he thinks that S. Fandari is arrogant. He doesn't like the looks of him, he says. Really? I mean, I found at the table he was – like, he, he definitely loves attention, but uh, he wasn't unpleasant at the table. I'll say that. Like, he made the table uh, – he gave it a fun atmosphere, which, uh, which especially you – know, he was in – definitely the game had more action because he was there. It, just from the attitude he brought to the table and the, the, the fun atmosphere he brings to it made people looser. And which in limit holding tournaments, you, you think uh, I'll, uh, I'll validate what you're saying. I, I actually have played, believe it or not, back in the day, circa probably 2006, 100, 200 limit at the Bellagio with him. What he used to do, uh, this is obviously kind of, I mean, well, it was during high stakes poker. So I guess you could say he'd already blown up, but when he was on a list for 10, 20 or 25, 50, or I guess 50, 100, no limit, if there was an open seat in 100, 200 limit, he would always do this. And it was, I, I'd never understood why he would, instead of just waiting, he would jump in that game and then sit there and talk about how boring Limit Hold'em is and how he doesn't understand it. <laughs> and he'd lose, but he'd tell everyone the same story. Like, I'm not good at Limit Hold'em. What do you do? This is boring. How do you people play this? And then, but he would do it again like three days later. Yeah, there's, like, other, you know there's, I mean? there's other people like that too. I see when I play live limit hold'em, it seems we get we do get, especially in Vegas, this happens more often than commerce. People who who sit down in the game and just instantly complain about limit hold'em. It's a stupid game. I hate it. Uh, you know, I. So I you would I, always do that. And you know who else would do that? That uh, FPT Mueller. He, he was another one. He oh, he, always, did he do it? It's funny because he he, he started would sit but 100, 200 limit. Well, again, this is almost ten years ago, so I don't know. You know, if if his views are different, but he'd sit down and he'd always rag on the game. But yet, like I'd see him three days later, and he'd sit down and do the same thing. Yeah, he played limit hold'em a lot. He's also a mixed player where he played limit hold'em. Like he plays limit games. That's like mixed. you. Like I know in the past, back in the day, when you're at that Bellagio, 
when you're on the list for one, two, or two, four hundred, you would sometimes sit in ten, twenty until your name was called, but you wouldn't sit in no hold, no limit hold them and start complaining about how boring and how awful the no limit game is. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I just sit there. Yeah, like I, I just played normally. Yeah. Yeah. So remember the last hand you and I played together? Yeah, I, I think it was something. Uh, I remember what I had and what you had. Did you have jacks and I had nines or something? Yeah, and, I had, yeah. Jesus Christ, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and I check raised and bet the you, whole way, you, and then I and I had you, the worst hand. You raised under the gun. I three bet you. You four bet me. Did I four You're bet? Either under the gun or under the gun plus plus one. And then you let out the whole entire. Are, are you way. sure? I I, th- I thought I check raised the, a low flop and bet the whole way. That's what I think. Okay, happened. maybe maybe that's what. Anyhow, you you bet the whole way, and I'm just yeah. There was nothing higher than than maybe a, an eight or a yes, ten yes. on the board, and I called down, and I'm thinking, well, it's got. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, the hand kind of played itself. But well, it could have gone either way. You could you could have been if you had ace king. Well, what I'm saying is that I was not folding on that texture. Of that no, board. for sure. If you, you had jacked at that point. I, I was just destined to lose. And right. uh, uh, but I, I check raises if you, if you had uh, since it was an underboard. Uh, if, if you had ace king, you're going to call down and you know maybe fold the river. But uh, um, I didn't want to let you check behind. That's, that's why I did it. No, I, I wouldn't have four bet you pre with nines when you three bet me. Then I, you I, check raise the flop. I check raise the flop. Yeah. Somehow I remember I, I did three bet. And then you did take control of the hand. Yes, so yes, I, thought, that's, I, I believe that's what happened. So, and then after that, you got called. I think it was two hundred, four hundred, or one hundred, two hundred, and that was the last hand we ever played. That was that during the uh, uh, NWP days. No, it was a little or, after that. No, was, that was Dogtown. I think it's, I think it's during Dogtown days. Yeah, yeah, that was the last time we ever played together. Yeah, that's true. It's been a long we time. Never, even in the fifty-fifty, uh, what have you, this past summer, we never. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't get at the, same, the table. same table. That's right. We just didn't yeah. end up at the same. It's not like Ronnie Barta, who's with me at every single table of uh, every tournament I play. And your ex business partner texting him, "Good luck." Well, yeah, no, I really am like a Ronnie Barta magnet. He's just always at my table somehow. That's yeah. So I, I you know what? I have a lot of those too. I, I get stuck. Who have I been stuck with the most? I've gotten Todd Brunson a lot. I oh, really? Know, I don't. I hardly ever got him. Yeah. yeah, I've had Todd Brunson a lot. Never had Phil Ivy. I've never. had him, but only, I've only had him for brief times. Like he gets moved there, and then uh, we play like you know half an hour, and the day's over. That's what I've had with him. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think who. So who would you say the biggest pro you've had? You've played with uh, more than anyone else in tournaments. Oh, the ones I've, I mean, I've like a big name person. Like you just have played. You know what I mean? Like like I said, I've had I've Todd Brunson's been at my table like at least ten times over the last seven years. Like I'm constantly wound. I wound up playing with you know him. the one the, the and the, Robert Mizrachi too. I've often get matched up with him for some reason. It, well, I've gotten Michael Mizrachi a number of times, not Robert many times. But uh, the one I probably had the most of, of the big name pros is Negreanu. Oh, yeah, I had him this year at the Deuce through seven. Yeah, I've gotten him a whole lot, and, uh, uh, and I don't I, like playing with him. I mean, he's nice, but it just it's too much fucking show. Yeah, there is. I, I felt the same it way. It's distracting. It's, distra- down it's distracting. Just, I agree. He becomes. Almost more important than the game itself. I, I like agree. That, it's, I agree. It's distracting. It's, it's just it's obnoxious. You know the fans and people talking. And, he, and I get like you know when the when the when the cameras are going, I totally understand. And it's good for poker that he's talking. But he's doing that. People don't realize he's doing that even when there's when he's telling stories. He's you know it's kind of like a spectacle even when there's no cameras or yes. nearby. He's getting up to sign autographs on the rail. Like it's just <laughs> it, it, it's obnoxious. Like it's, but then that is his real personality, right? 
But by the way, I got well, a. Yeah, it is. Like, I mean, I will say that for for you know people that wonder is that how is he only like that for the cameras? No, he's just like that. How, how you see him on TV, even when there are no cameras, he's yes. talkative. Uh, he's telling stories. He's sitting there hemming and hawing, like you know, with a decision that should be pretty relatively easy. You may, I mean, you know, I mean, seriously, like you know, like there's a hand where. I don't remember exactly what it was. It was deuce to seven. It's the limit. And he had like a jack and he got raised. He had like a jack low and he got raised and he announced his heads up. So he's announcing he has a jack and he, it's like five minutes and he's talking it through. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. it was like, it was like in the second level, it was like 50, a hundred. Like, and he's talking the hand through, like, you know, he's on high stakes poker and Gus Hansen just made quads on the turn. It, 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 you remember the hand. You have to actually admit though, that season he had the most ridiculously bad luck. I don't know how many if you guys yeah, he were did. big fans of high stakes poker. I was a huge fan, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've seen every episode. I, th- yeah, I still so think, besides maybe the early days of WSOP, I think that's the only watchable poker that was ever played. But I was always skeptical that it was real. I thought maybe that they're they're playing for lower stakes than it appears. You know what? I I, I don't know. Interesting enough, I did read an article. Um, recently and they got it's actually funny Maury how do you pronounce his last name Escan Derry is that his name yeah I producer so. of it and he also produced all our television shows they were doing some interview recently and uh, you know talking about how that was the greatest you know televised poker ever announced and how it came to be and uh, I found out they got paid and this is by GSN uh, Game Show Network they got paid a thousand dollars an hour, which uh, I mean, I guess you know, because you kind of have to think what you know. I always wondered, at least, were they getting compensated in some way? Were they doing was you know GSN doing part of their buy-ins? Because thinking about it, you know, that show still to this day was the highest-rated show ever on GSN. Most of their programming isn't even original. It's like reruns of like Family Feud and what is that hundred thousand dollar pyramid and shows like that. So. You know, they're raking in the commercial and the revenue. The overhead's really, really low versus normal shows where you're, you know, paying a cast, you know, or actors or anything. But anyhow, they ended up getting paid a thousand and change an hour. Um, but I, yeah, yeah, which is, you know, I mean, it's when pots were, especially like in the last couple of seasons, are hundred, two hundred, $300,000 each, it's not much. But still, yeah. though, you know, you could kind of sit there. Maybe that's why, like, certain players would sit there and just be so tight. Yeah. Up. And, I, I knew they got paid something. I didn't know it was that much. But even in season one, because sometimes you can kind of hear the table talk through the commentator. Right. I know in season one they were complaining that Stupak was just there to get that money. <laughs> because yeah, they were like, they were like, we should cut up his share because he's just literally That's folding. Funny. He's like looking into space and going away from the table. Like, is he just here to get his hourly rate? Like, I never, never thought or, or heard that. But it was like eleven $1, hundred and twenty dollars an hour they got paid. Um, you know, which is kind of interesting. I, I'd never, you know, yeah, I guess it makes sense. Well, I guess if they had the role, or maybe they can get people to, maybe people traded pieces, maybe the people. Uh, I'm sure, them. and I'm sure they did. Yeah, so they, at that point, they can say, "Well, it's uh, it's worth so much to play but this, I, even even if it's a small." Think, you think of probably, you know, there's probably five really really memorable hands, and one of them is definitely the hand uh, Barry Greenstein versus Tom Dwan, where. Barry Greenstein had aces, and uh, Tom Dwan had king-queen suited. And I think maybe it was surpassed, but at that point it was the biggest pot ever. 
And in that hand, the flop came queen high with two clubs. Cotton Tom Dwan had king queen of clubs. And Barry Greenstein, or Tom Dwan asked, and this was after they were all in for like three, four hundred thousand dollars. Barry, or Tom Dwan, excuse me, asked if Barry Greenstein wanted to run it twice. And back then on that show, that's kind of what made running it twice prevalent. You didn't really hear a lot of it. Um, even in live games, which now they'll let you do most casinos, people never did it, but that's, people never even heard of it, but that show really is what started, uh, you know, mainly it's in Potlum and Omaha, but sometimes even in No Limit where they were on two boards and even, even as many as three. Anyhow, Tom Dewan asked with the queen high flop, he had king queen and a flush draw and Greenstein just had the aces. He didn't have a club and Greenstein declined, but then said to Tom Dwan, do you want to just pull some money back? And Tom, Tom Dwan said, nope. And then, of course, on the turn was another queen. And Tom Dwan ended up winning the hand. But you could see the pain, like, on Barry Greenstein's face, like like the the anguish of losing money. Well, and, imagine if uh, Barry had that money now because he's playing, like, 4080 now. <laughs> the point I'm making is I noticed just from looking at his face, and it wasn't about pride that he either had all of himself or, you know, back then he was blowing up. It was before that monstrosity of, of, of fucking cash dumpster fire poker road, where supposedly that's where, I mean, that's what he, he claims a lot of his net worth went into. But well, we also, also, it seemed like his house did, too. He, he put a lot of money into that house. Yeah. Um, but you could just tell by looking at him that that was his money, or a large percentage of it was his money. Um, so, you know, I often wondered, I know on Poker After Dark, because I, I can't think of the kid's name, but I knew he lived with Aaron Bartley and that whole crew. And he was a producer on that show. Did you know what I'm talking about? You're talking about the V-Rob? No, it wasn't V-Rob. He lived or, in that house. Or, or to... Bill B? Maybe. I'm trying to – no, it doesn't – well, anyhow, he worked on the show. And he told me a lot of stuff, a lot of insight. And he said it was common that they would make deals. On, and that wasn't even a lot. What was, was it 20000 the buy-in on Poker After Dark? It wasn't a lot. It was like maybe ten or 20 and you play all week or whatever. But anyhow, I often wondered on, on – uh, you know, high stakes poker, if they made deals or things like that. And I'm sure some of them did, but like, I, I think a lot of the, I wouldn't say outcasts, but guys that were kind of independent, like Sammy Farha, you know, who really isn't part of a particular clique, you know, like he never, you know, doesn't run around with anyone. You don't really hear him hanging out or close with any other poker pros. I think a lot of them probably use their own money. Um, but anyhow, I never quite understood, and I still don't even now after reading this interview that they did with Maury, why they ended that show, because it, it was the highest-rated show GSN ever had. Um, and the thing that was so strange is they had a winning formula. You know, Gabe Kaplan is, is you know, the funny guy, and they had A.J. Benza from, you know, formerly from the E! True Hollywood Stories or whatever it was, as the, the you know, straight guy. And then they replaced, they fired A.J., and he was still bitter about it. And brought in Kara Scott, and then they had like made it like it was an NFL game where they had like a they used her as like a sideline reporter. Like, I don't know if you guys yeah, which was also totally fake. Yeah, it was, because it was, they they made it seem like she's talking to these people right after a huge hand, and it obviously wasn't. It was obviously right. taped way later. And I never quite understood it because they had you know it's it, it's I know it's cliche, but it's like that old you know saying like you know if it's not fucking broken, don't fix it, and that's kind of what they did. I mean, it wasn't broken. The way that I heard it was basically the head of the network changed. And even though it was getting big ratings and everything, he just didn't like poker and he didn't see it as like a game show. 
Well, then you know what? That would make sense because, like I said, it, it, even when it went out, the last two seasons, anyone you know that watched it, even diehard fans, will admit it wasn't as good as you know the pinnacle of it. But it still was no. good. It was still the, was the highest rated show. And what did they do? They didn't cancel it. Just after whatever season seven or eight, whatever it was, it just never came back, and they never just you know renewed it. They never got the whole gang back together. So I always thought, kind of thought that was odd because it, it, you know, and again, I never watch. I don't watch poker on TV. I I probably. I think the last World Series I watched on ESPN was the Peter Eastgate year. What was, <laughs> wow. that? was that like 2008, oh, it, yep, I think? Yep, it was eight. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that was the last time I watched any televised poker. Um, uh, what about Todd? Did you did you ever enjoy watching uh, high-stakes poker? No, you know, I didn't. I've said it before. I, I hardly ever watch poker on TV because I, I play so much. I just find that watching it, uh, it becomes too much. I just don't even watch. At the, even at those stakes when you had like – uh, you know, hundred, two hundred, half a million dollar pots. You know what? You know what? I would uh, between the thinking that some of it may not be real, and also just I didn't have a desire to just go turn it on and watch. Sometimes I'd be flipping around channels and I see it, and then I stop and start watching. I go, "Oh, this is interesting." Like I, it would hold my interest while I'm watching, but then I wouldn't be like wanting to run back and watch it again. It's one of those type of things. Like uh, it's not something I looked forward to watching. It was oh. something like if it was just there, I would have it on. For a little bit, but uh, I I just was never that into it. I, now I know some of these major hands because I watched them later, or I'd hear people, like I'd find them on YouTube later. People talk about some major hand, and I'd watch it, like that thing with uh, Tom Dwan and Greenstein I'd seen. Uh, but I just I've just never been into all yeah. that stuff. It it just hasn't appealed to me that much. Here's uh, I want to read this. This is really interesting. This I just pulled up the interview with Maury, and there's one little tidbit at the end. Okay, here it is. Okay. This is season six, and this was the first season that Tom Dwan came on. Um, Wait, are you gonna are you gonna play it on here? Or no, 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 no. Okay. It's just an article. It's an interview. Okay. It's not. It's not audio. Anyhow, the fear. This is uh, Maury Ascandari's words. The fearless Dwan crushed the game in season six, so the producers hatched a plan to have him wield a sledgehammer to smash the four-foot-tall high-stakes poker ice sculpture that the Golden Nugget had carved for the show. The scene would bring the curtain down on the season as the credits rolled. While the crew was setting up the cameras and lights in a rundown alley behind the Golden Nugget where the sculpture would be obliterated, unbeknownst to anyone in the show, Tom Dwan had cashed out for a million dollars from the Golden Nugget cashier and stuffed the money in his backpack. Dwan then walked to the alley, dropped his backpack on the ground, put on safety glasses, and began pounding the frozen water right on cue. It eventually shattered. Yet it was only after filming was finished and everyone had packed up and went back into the Golden Nugget that Dwan realized something was missing. Oh, I guess. He left his backpack with a million dollars of cash in a back alley of the Golden Nugget, said Escondani. We dashed back and all the spotlights and everything was gone, but the backpack was still sitting there. I said to Tom, you just won your money twice. <laughs> so they're saying that everything else got stolen back there? They, they no, no, back? no. They're just saying no, everyone had already it. packed up. Oh, okay, okay. Like the cameras and just everything was gone. And the only okay. thing left remaining from the set was his backpack. It, it would be a better story if they like stole all the lights and they're like, oh, some, like, some guy's backpacked by some homeless guy's stuff. Forget it. Well, you remember the one poker player that left uh, it was 300000 plus in a cab. Leaving the art. Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> the, other, uh, the other, I think, kind of famous it's a paper story bag. was, didn't Chip Reese leave like 300 grand on the top of his car and he drove home with it? 
It's Chipper uh, Doyle or one of the old-time guys. The other interesting thing I heard about high-stakes poker is how A.J. Benza left the show. He was bitter. Um, yeah, he was – well, so the way I heard it was basically the show got, was huge, as you say, Brandon. It was the top-rated show. And Gabe Kaplan asked for so much money that they could not pay them both. And so he no, was pissed I did not that, know that. that he was – I guess he said privately to some people like, this guy's so fucking greedy. And they basically just took his salary and just added it so on they, to they, they didn't want him to, add, to welcome Cotter back to the show. <laughs> That's what he's basically saying. So, Interesting. See, right, yeah, so the whole thing got started. Why I brought this up even was I'm not sure what season it was. It was probably halfway through. And uh, Negranu had this terrible run where he'd flop a set and he'd got out, get outdrawn by a flush or get outdrawn by a, a straight. And there was one in particular hand where he flopped the middle set and Gus Hansen flopped bottom set. And Negranu turned a full house, but that gave Gus Hansen four of a kind and anyhow he ended up losing close to like I think it was like a million do you remember do you remember the season I'm talking about uh Daredevil yep uh, it, I think he's lost every single season <laughs> but that was the <laughs> yeah, worst one was, you're right he was one of the biggest losers he played bad or he ran bad it's a combination yeah. yeah and he started chasing and playing more hands and yep although when you think about it Maybe Barry was the unluckiest because not only that Dwan hand, which was the biggest hand up to oh, in history, Farha hand? but the Farha hand at the end of season one, which was also an all-in, and you could see it in his face again. You're right; like that was his right. Moment. Those are the, those are the cues that made me think this is real because you could yep. see it. If if they were just playing, you know, money and then giving everyone money, their money back, or just taking small percentages, then but you could see the anguish and like his head shaking and like his eyes and just. The emotion of him, like, knowing that money hurt him. Yep. Like, even if he only had half or 30%, whatever it was, like, you could tell that hurt. So, to me, that always made me watch it and believe that, hmm. you know, these guys were playing either with, you know, some of them, their own money or at least, you know, part of their own enough that it made yep. a difference. The, the other moment was, if you remember, they had this weird, like, super-duper high-stakes one where Guy Laliberte was playing. Absolutely. And there was such a big pop between him and Benjamin that he let Benjamin take some money back. Because well, he was like, look, I'm a billionaire. Do you want to take some money back? And he was like, okay. So, <laughs> like, th- that's another thing where I thought, well, I think you know, it's got to be real. Ben, I think he, well, one of the two had a draw. And yeah. I think I think Guy had a huge draw, and, and Benjamin had either an overpair or a top pair or something like that. And then I think he made some agreement: if you donate something to the charity, or it was something about yes. that, I'll yes. take it all back. Yep. But yeah. But again, so that that speaks to the fact that it was real. Mm. You know what yeah. I mean? Because why would he? And then he accepted, like, yes, I am afraid <laughs> this is too much money. Like, let me take. Yeah, some. maybe. Well, it's a good then point. the hand that gets criticized a lot. And I, I will I will get off this topic. The hand between. Uh, Farha and Jamie Gold that lasted close to 15 minutes, one hand, where Gold had aces or Gold had kings, Farha had aces, and they both were nervous that that one had a set or you know obvious or, or you know, something to that effect where they were negotiating literally for 15 minutes before the hand finally ended. Do you remember that? Hand? And they both say the whole time, "I know what you have," but they don't. Right. Yes, yes, yeah, <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> right, right. It was awful. That was probably the one moment. Yeah, that was absolutely embarrassing because it went on way too long. It wasn't edited, um, you know. And they just basically, after a lot of action pre-flop and on the flop, they basically convinced each other more or less to just check down the turn on river because both of them were just 
I don't know, maybe it was the end of the night and they wanted to lock up money. Who, I don't remember, but uh, it was it was pretty brutal watching that whole exchange. Um, and, uh, you know, there's some pretty memorable lines. I think one of the – my favorites, anyhow, this was early on. I think season two, maybe season one. And uh, Ted Forrest was playing heads up, at least on the river, against Doral Brunson. And Ted Brun- – or, or uh, Ted Forrest – made some pretty sick call. Like, I don't remember the amount, but it was maybe like a thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 bet on the river. And he called Brunson down with, like, bottom pair. Like, might have been a pair of deuces or fours. And uh, he, it was a great call. Brunson didn't yep. have a pair. And do you remember what Brunson said after that hand? I sure do. What did he say? Tell he us. He said, I should have known better than bluff this idiot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. And then the next episode, he actually apologized. I don't even yeah, remember Yeah, it was like that. the next season, I think. You know, yeah, maybe that was like the season finale. He actually apologized. So, again, that's another example. Of, it's real money. Because if it wasn't, yeah. why you know, why would Brun- – because Brunson get pissed. He'd get cranky out there. You know, if he you know, wasn't catching cards. Well, maybe maybe or, you guys are right. I, I guess if I noticed these things back then or if someone had pointed it out to me, I might have had more of a desire to watch. I, I, I just – I hate watching fake things, and part of it was that – I uh, I just didn't think – I thought there was a good chance it wasn't real, and that was part of what drove me away. I also just – I've just never been really big about watching poker on TV. So, okay, let's, uh, let's I'll, move I'll on. I'll tell you just another real quick moment from season one that, that I, I find super interesting. There's a canned ad within the show. It's like hidden advertising for Dr. Pepper. And Jerry Buss orders a Dr. Pepper. And they leave that in the show, which obviously you've never seen anyone order a drink in a show. But he asks the waitress, he's like, do you have a Dr. Pepper? And he goes, well, I, I think I'd like that. Yeah, refreshing. Okay, get me a Dr. Pepper. That's funny. <laughs> and you know what? By far, I think Daredevil, you and I would agree that Phil Hamuth was probably the worst cash player that was ever on that show. <laughs> this, it was I, embarrassing. I we spent too much time on this. There's a yeah. hand in season one that he plays against the ground with trying... like ace oh, four. Okay. It's like it, it, it's just it's so un, unbelievably bad. Yeah. All right, so so uh, we'll get through these topics. Then Brandon, we'll get to another thing I think you'll enjoy. Uh, the poker stars, Italy was trying to hit them for a 300 million euro, which is a little more than 300 million dollars. Uh, tax bill from before Amaya owned Poker Stars. This was between 2009 and 2014. Poker Stars Italy. They claimed uh, that they owed 85 million euro in taxes, and then thanks to penalties and, and substantial interest, it moved up to uh, 300 million euro. So Poker Stars said, "No, no, no." They were arguing, arguing, arguing. Guess what? The settlement. They just settled this. Guess what the settlement was for. And it is over. It's settled. It's over. How much with the three hundred million? It was three hundred million after interest and penalties, on an, a principle of eighty-five million euro. What they claimed. How many euro do you think they paid? I wouldn't have a guess. I don't know. Ten million. Five point nine million euro is all they paid to get out of this one. What is that in dollars? It's a little more than six million. The the euro and the dollar are getting pretty close now. I think there's like it's like a dollar nine for, per euro right now. So, so I guess it was it was like six and a half million dollars. So they they really got off easy on that one. They they thought this was going to be a major dent in them, where they may have to cease operations in Italy. Now they got past it and uh, they can continue, and that doesn't really harm them very much. Now what they still have pending is this Kentucky illegal gambling case, 
where Kentucky right now has a judgment of $871 million against them. So they're still trying to fight that. So they're, they're not out of the woods yet. And uh, because Italy got some money out of them, now France and Spain, who had similar like country-only sites, PokerStars France, PokerStars Spain, now they're considering trying the same thing to get some money out of stars, so they may have to go through the same process again. Amaya stock, by the way, has continued to fall. If you bought Amaya stock, it was so funny. There, this guy wrote this analysis that Amaya stock may double. That was back in October when it was worth $23 and change. Uh, today, for the first time, Amaya stock has slipped to under $10. So if the guy went the other way and said it's going to be cut in half, he'd look like a genius now. But it's, it's been steadily going down ever since... Uh, that point and uh, it did close very slightly above 10 today it, it closed at 10.02 but it got down as low as 9.67 today 9.67 which is the lowest it has been and uh, it uh, I mean it, it's been lower a long long time ago but uh, uh, definitely since the poker stars days since it was purchased by stars it's, it's gone way way down as recently as October 9th, it was 24.64. So in just that short of a time, it's much less than half now, down to 10. Uh, someone who's been following this on Twitter, a guy who goes by Mary Bacon, I know he listens to the show, he says he thinks it's good to go down to five. He thinks that this is going to continue plummeting. And it really has not... Is who? Seven degrees of Kevin Bacon? <laughs> Mary, close. Mary Bacon. M-A-R-R-Y Bacon. And he, he listens to the show, and he's, he follows this, and he said... he Wait, thinks, his name is Mary Bacon? On, on, on Twitter, on Twitter, yeah. Like he wants to marry Bacon. I think it's from a Jack in the Box commercial. Oh. Uh, so is it you show? Know what I like on Twitter that I am Lloyd. He's a big follower of this show. Yeah, he is. I know. He's he. I am Lloyd. Get those ar- archives up right away. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Every, every, every every week he gives me a hard time if I dare do anything else Shout between out. the end of the show and and put up the archives. So I'm usually pretty fast with that. Last week it took me a while because uh, that we had such fail with the internet. I had to combine a bunch of parts of the show that split up tonight. So far, despite my uh, not perfect internet, it's better than last week. That uh, it has not failed once. We're so, real fast before I forget, uh, I don't know if this has been addressed. Uh, I, I read earlier that uh, M Robot is back, Michael. Yes, she's a good guy. I'd never met him, but spent a lot of time back in the day talking with him. I think you know a lot of people here. I, I forget that you know how old, how long I've been on these forums for. That a lot of people don't even know the history. In fact, you know, it, it actually would be compelling if someone could maybe just write some anecdotes or quips of some of the best memories over the last, I don't know, 12 years. But my favorite M robot story, I think this was like 2007 or 2008. And he was, uh, like a penny, literally like a penny poker player. He'd play like one cent, two cent, like no limit or PLO. I think he played Omaha, like, like Omaha eight or better. So I'm not sure. Yeah. Go on. Um, so I think it was either it was 2007, 2000, and maybe someone in the chat that's old school remember. But they used to have one of these tracking sites. No, it was Poker was, Table Ratings. This is 09. Okay, poker, yeah, Poker it was Table in Ratings. Oh nine. They used to have awards that they'd give out every December to like the high stakes player of the year, best Omaha player, best. And users would vote. And for whatever reason, uh, everybody, and this was NWP, everybody – 
on MWP, it was started like a campaign, and they all started voting for him. Even though he was a losing player that year. And he was, right, and he was a losing <laughs> player. And I no, remember, you know, for, for every person that won an award, you know, I don't remember who it was, but the guy that, you know, wrote the article would critique that person. Oh, Phil Ivey, he's just torn it up again. And they're like, we have no idea why this guy got so many votes. He's a losing player, even though he's played like 850,000 hands this year. But our low-stakes PLO player of the year, anyhow, he, he, it was quite an achievement. But that was, that was the kind of pull that we had back in the day. And now we can't even get awarded for a, a fucking pod award. Well, well we're going to talk. Yeah, well, th- we should talk about that. That's right. That's the thing I forgot to add to the agenda. Yeah, he did play. He played like 850,000 hands. I think you're right. He played some insane number of hands that year at super low stakes and, and, and lost overall. <laughs> and he was like the, the player of the year. Maybe it was PLO. It was one of those things. So I don't think it was eight or better. but it, Maybe yeah. it was PLO. So yeah. let, let's, let's talk about the, getting snubbed here. Uh, this was discovered by Daredevil, and it, it depressed me, and it depresses him. And uh, yeah. so let's talk about what has occurred here. We've we've gotten snubbed. The American Poker Awards. Have you guys heard of this uh, esteemed award presentation? <laughs> Not until today, but no, I, I heard of it. I, I remember hearing about it last year because I'm just thinking, really, they're doing this in Beverly Hills. And uh, the only horse I got in this race is that Anthony Zeno. Yeah, I know. I noticed him. Friended when he was an absolute no one. I was I spent. Jesus, one day alone at Caesar, like 10 hours with him, showing him how to play 2-4 limit hold'em on that uh, heads-up bot. And uh, I mean, he was, like, playing. It's just amazing how, how this works in the poker world. He was playing, like, $200, $100 Venetian tournaments and dailies. And now, basically, he's probably, after, especially after the World Series, he had he won a bracelet. He's probably, arguably, the best tournament player right now in the world. Yeah, he's, he, based on he, he's, he's been insane successful. In fact, he was at my table at the World Series and just ran insane at the at the 10K limit hold'em in 2015. Uh, so this this American Poker Awards is associated with the Global Poker League and Global Poker Index. And I don't know if this is one of these BS award ceremonies, uh, like in that uh, they're actually making money on it. There are some phony award ceremonies. Which uh, it's funny. My first exposure to this was a sh- watching an episode of Archie Bunker's Place, which is the follow-up to All in the Family. So obviously, that's a very old show. It's from like 35 years ago. But uh, in this episode, Archie, some guy came to Archie and said that they want to award him the uh, the Queen's New York Businessman of the Year and the Man of the Year or something. So he was so flattered. He thought it was because he he you know rose up from nothing and was running a successful bar. So. He was all proud of himself, and then it, it came to light at the end of the episode that this is a scam, that they just came to random people who own businesses and said that they're going to make them man of the year, and then they would charge them a lot of money to put on a whole ceremony for them and invite all their friends, and the, it was just a way to put on a, an expensive party for, for a phony award that didn't really exist. Uh, and it turns out that this is a real thing that happens. I don't know if they made it up back then, and it's like life imitating art, but uh, if you Google L.A. Music Awards, wouldn't, wouldn't it sound nice if you're a band, especially like in L.A., wouldn't it be great to win an L.A. Music Award, since L.A. must have a pretty big music scene? It would sound like it. Uh, no, the L.A. Music Awards is just like that. The L.A. Music Awards is, is a similar type of scam where you have to pay to be nominated, if you want your band to perform at the LA Music Awards, it's another $500. Each person attending the ceremony has to pay $300. And uh, as you can and, and people who vote for you, people who have voting power there, it's, it's, it's a voting thing, 
they have to pay to vote. So if you want your friends to come and vote for you, you have to pay for that. So it, it becomes very expensive. And a lot of these bands do it and think this is something influential and something that they have on their resume that they're, they're going to blow up huge. In reality, it's just a guy who set this all up to fleece people of money. So if you Google L.A. Music Awards scam, you'll read some interesting accounting accounts of it. So I've always wondered some of these poker awards, if it's similar. And this is associated with the Global Poker League, so it may just be like a, a way to promote that. But this is the American Poker Awards. I had never heard of it. This is the second one, Brandon. You're right. This is the second annual American Poker Awards. I remember last year and I laughed because, I mean, listen, they're just taking it too far. I mean, you don't need no award show like that. I mean, you know what I – Yeah. On, this isn't fucking – I mean, I thought the ESPYs were a little over the top. Like, really, we're going to have a Oscar-like four-hour show just about, like, best catch of the year. Best, fine. Okay, give them the ESPYs. They do the Jim Valvano speech every year. Okay, I get it. But come on. Do we really need – in Beverly Hills, of all places? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what makes me think. they stupid thing anyhow – do it at the the you know the Bellagio or do it somewhere in Vegas, the MGM. This is really what makes me think at, having it at Beverly Hilton doing next to where Whitney Houston was getting <laughs> started off for titties. Come on, it's actually at the SLS in Beverly Hills, but the same thing. Like same I, 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 especially the name American Poker Awards, it just seems like something they're trying to make sound like it's a big deal when in reality it's it's just some BS thing they concocted. So I don't know what the angle is behind this, but nevertheless, we still got snubbed, which we always seem to. So they, here, here are some various. Uh, People who are up for nomination. And they snubbed you if they had a hand for the year. It should have been you and that S. Fondieri. <laughs> they should have. They don't listen to the show for sure. So, tournament performance of the year Jonathan Duhamel for the High Roller, Mike Gorondisky for the uh, Poker Players Championship, Joe McKeon for the main event at the, the, all the World Series, and Anthony Zeno at the WPT. So, uh, tournament performance of the year is dumb. It's just like take major tournaments. And, and pick one of these people. Uh, moment of the year. Oh, 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 go back again. What were the first two? Not Jonathan Duhamel with a one-drop high roller and Mike Gorondinsky for the Poker Players Championship at the World okay, Series. Okay, so if we're going to go through all these, we might as well just briefly recap our <laughs> uh, feelings and opinion. I think as incredible as it is for my boy Zeno to win two WPTs back-to-back. What the hell is that? I, I took a call, but it's very noisy in the background. I, I thought they'd be quiet until you finished speaking. Hello. Yeah, hang, hang, hang on a second. Let, 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 let Brandon finish, then we'll, we'll take you. Go Was ahead. Is he on a motorcycle? Yeah. I mean, yeah. This is, well, we're discussing high-level awards here, Todd. Well, okay, we have a guy in the, on a Harley Davidson here. What can I say? So, All right, go, let him talk. Go, go already, ahead, Mr. Mo- Mo- Mr. Motorcycle. Mr. Motorcycle, go ahead. What's, what's going on? Yeah. I wanted to talk about, if you're familiar with this uh, daily fantasy site. Okay, this no, is no, 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 no. This is no, hang no. up. This is ridiculous. Hello. No, I, no, no. come on. I hang up. Just hang up. Let me talk. Hang Let up. Let me fucking talk, you hang motherfucker. Up. Fuck you. <laughs> These are the calls you take, Todd, seriously. I'm on a motorcycle. Fuck you. Anyhow, I would think because it's the pinnacle of poker, it would have to go to the main event winner, whoever it is every year. Unless somebody so won, like, five bracelets in a summer. Yeah, like that's that. what I don't get. Like, it's, What's the criteria? Yeah, it's, it's so stupid. Like, they're just picking so major what, what tournaments. Do you, who do you guys think the winner goes to? I, I would have – I think McKeon because he was so dominant at the main event at the end. I think See, so, too. I think it's uh, – look, I have this argument with people all the time. But to me, poker is poker. It's not Hold'em. So I go with the Players' Championship. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. next award. Moment of the year. You know, some people have waited a lifetime for a moment like these. So here we go. Uh, Anthony Zinno going back-to-back winning the WPT Falls View and L.A. Poker Classic. And then, of course, at the World Series, he did very well as well. 
uh, but that wasn't mentioned. Uh, this is a dumb moment. Over 22,000 players enter WSOP Colossus. How is that even a moment? It's, it's, Those sound, are like 22,000 different moments. It sounds like they're just sucking off the World Series here. Uh, Phil Hellmuth wins bracelet number... I got number my $565. <laughs> Mine too. Phil, Phil Hellmuth wins bracelet number 14, and Daniel Negroni busts 11th in the main event and falls on the ground in face. Okay, no matter what, it's going to be Phil Hellmuth 14 just because it's bullshit, and that's what they're going to make sure wins the award. So I'm saying Phil Hellmuth wins 14. No, you're just you're just killing Anthony Zeno here just by being your friend. I, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm just saying. I think the media will whoever votes. They, you know, they can put Hellmuth on the stage. They'll probably give some shout out to Steph Curry, like they're <laughs> hanging out every day having sushi, and that will be the end of it. I probably, but I, I think that the deserving winner here is actually Anthony Zeno. No, I actually, agree. No, I no, agree. actually, I, I'm wrong. It's, it's the uh, the 22,000 players at Colossus. Yeah. That's God. the that's the moment. I agree, Zeno, but I think the one it goes to Hellmuth. Yep. Okay, next next award. Eve, this is a, a breakout performance of the year. Joshua Beckley, Asher Conniff, Kate Hall, or Kelly Minkin. I, I don't even know what these guys are. Wait, are. I clearly don't keep up with poker because I don't know who any of them <laughs> Which one is – are they two girls, Kate and something? Well, I, don't, I, I don't know if Kelly is a guy or a girl, Kelly Minkin. Hold on, let me Google. Is that a guy I, or a girl? It's Kelly K E L L Y Minkin. No, she's a girl. M I N K I N. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Who's taller, Kelly Minkin, and then Kate Hall. Kate with a C. No, no, Katie. Ooh, Katie Minkin. No, Kelly Minkin. Oh, Kelly Minkin. Okay, no. she's cute. I mean, she's what we used to call poker cute. A poker pretty was the term. Yeah, poker. That was your okay. own term. You who's remember. the other one? Uh, Kate Hall with a C. C A T E. She's probably British, so we're gonna say no. So I'm going to say yes. You're alienating our British listeners. She's oh, got bad British teeth. No, no, Look. Oh. Let me see. Ah, well, it's actually they're – actually, they're both – where is this Kate Hall from? Kate Hall, you know, her teeth, they're just big. They're not like what you picture for a, a Brit with bad teeth. They're just big. You know, you know how some people – I knew just because of the – she's named after Kate Blanchett or whatever. No, but you know, you know how some people just have big teeth and they can't help that? It just – their teeth are big? So they yeah. they smile. It kind of looks like a horse smiling. That's uh, like hers aren't huge, but they're on the big side. And that's I, I've never liked that when someone has big teeth. They can't help it. That's just the way it falls for some people. But uh, okay, I'm gonna go with the other one, the, the Kelly Rifkin or Rim Minkin. That's my vote. Yeah, you know, I don't know when, any of these the, the funny thing is when Kate Hall keeps her mouth closed, I think she's prettier than than uh, Kelly Minkin. But uh, but then the, you know the big teeth thing kind of kills it. All right, so. That, that's not the criteria we're supposed to be using, though. We're being sexist here. <laughs> all right. So, that, oh, but wouldn't sexist be thinking men were going to win it and disregarding? Um, we're, we're all. Oh, that's we're right. That's right. Women. The feminists are the feminists are going to be happy with us that we're choosing yes, women based on how they look and and, and, and oh, criti- yeah, that, criticizing their teeth. Segment. They're going to enjoy this big time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here, here's a here's a very important category. I, I don't know who's going to be there to accept the awards for this. Um, <laughs> the, the 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 event of the year. So is up the event to two thousand dollars? Yeah, is, yeah, event of the year buy in up to two thousand. So, he, so the, the, these these events Stratus are going to be there. For a forty dollar nightly. <laughs> that, that, that's what I would vote for. Weekend. Yeah, but if if like I guess the events are going to be there to accept the awards. Uh, the Colossus, of course, the WPT five hundred at Aria, the WSOP Millionaire Maker, and the WPT Deep Stacks. And the winner is. The Colossus event. Colossus, come on up here. Yeah, it's got to be the Colossus. Okay, now what about buy-in over 2,000? We have the Super High Roller Bowl at the Aria, 
the WSOP. No, no, okay, that gets eliminated for one reason alone. What? Because the dude it, that entered yeah. was yeah. The guy that entered the bought <laughs> in for like 120 bucks and he got in there and he knocked out eight pros. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that should get, they, no. You should give it for that reason. That's, that that's, should be moment. Of that, the year. That's the yeah. That should be moment of the year. You're right. <laughs> they, yeah, they blew it on that one. So, so the aria, what have you, and then what the, else? The, the main event of the World Series. That's creative. Uh, the one drop high roller, the World Series, and the WPT Seminole High Ro- Seminole Hard Rock Poker Showdown. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, against the grain here. I'm gonna say that's a uh, Seminole Hard Rock thing. I remember that got a lot of press. Somebody wants something. I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> All right, industry. How could it be the main event? That's just like too. The, the, the two categories were dumb. Event of the yeah, year. There's actually, I could think of better categories. Like, and, and who's going to accept the award? I don't understand it. Like, who's going to cheer well, for it? Is, uh, it? What's her name? Amanda Leatherman accepts it. <laughs> is, okay. it. Industry person of the year. Jack Effel of the World Series. He, uh, they should have a tweeter of the year, actually. Twi- they blocked me at one point. Let's twi- see how many of these people blocked me. Tw- Twitter blocker of the year. Uh, they blocked me. William Mason of the Seminole Hard Rock. You think the Seminole Hard Rock uh, pays this? Uh, pays yeah, them? Or has, clearly, they must. Uh, John Pappas of the Poker Players Alliance. I watched him speak at uh, at large in Atlantic City, and I went out outside to go play. Uh, well, here, here, here the, I went to go play Sex in the City slot machine <laughs> rather than to hear him speak. Well, hold on, hold on. This is the best thing about John Pappas. True story. The, the, the PPA was pressing so hard about uh, everyone needs to. Object to you know, write your congressman, write your senator about this Rawa bill that Adelson was trying to put through, and they they were really positioning themselves like they're on the forefront of fighting this Rawa bill that's going to restore America's Wire Act that would make online poker illegal, and they were really really making themselves out to be important players here in stopping it. So they had a hearing recently for the Rawa bill. And had a lot of different speakers come up, and uh, John Pappas of the PPA said, uh, "Yeah, I'd like to speak," and they said, "No." <laughs> so the, the, the PPA was not allowed to speak at the hearing for this Rawa bill. So the, all this posturing they did, it, it was meaningless. And then, yeah, uh, but Todd, you're being unfair. I mean, think of all the things they've done over the last ten years. Um, um, hmm. Well, they. they uh, I, I think shit. they may. I think they like stopped some sort of uh, major poker bill that makes it illegal to play poker in kentucky or something i think they did that once so who's the other one it's the uh, oh, guy, last Patterson, one is jack eiffel uh, so jack eiffel william mason from the seminoles john pappas of the ppa or matt savage hmm. so, he likes so the i know people. matt savage is going to be the poker player's choice but i'm going to go get against the green and root for because uh, i liked him in fargo william h mason <laughs> I'm going to go with Jack Effel because he 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 was the oh. one who made the most news with blocking and then unblocking people. Yeah, but did I, you a, see Fargo or now he's in Shameless? Too. No, I know it. Uh, William William H Macy did, uh, he he's been pretty good for poker too. But I'll, I'll break the tie. I'm a big cooler fan, so I'm going to also go with William H Macy. Oh damn it! See, I, I just thought Jack Effel he deserves so much credit for all the unblocking he did this year or last year. Okay, charitable initiative of the year. I, I, I know who would win that in 2013. Who do you think would win the charitable initiative of the year in 2013? Someone we know pretty well. I think uh, someone you know should have won it for 2015. 
charitable initiative, meaning that they donated a lot? I don't know. I, I, so Jacep should have won it in 2013, but in, two, uh, in, 2000, in 2015, who should have won it? I don't know. What, I think it should have been. By the way, is he still sending payments? He sent some he again, sent and then, but then now he's got he, – he did a few in like late December, and now it stopped again. Hmm. All right. How much do we got in that kitty, by the way? Like th- around 3,000, I think. Jesus. Yeah. I think it's time for distribution. Well, I keep saying now. you guys got to decide how you want to yeah. dist- distribute it, and I'll do it. Okay, I will do that. It's not. Day. It's not me. I'm not holding it up. Are you making interest off this money though? Uh, non interest bearing. Yeah, account? it's in. It's in PayPal. They're, they're paying me a, a fortune. Okay. So. All right. What's the next award? Okay. So charitable initiative of the year. Uh, Jacef doesn't qualify. This is for 2015, not not 13. Uh, we have the Chad Brown Memorial Tournament. Uh, and Maria Ho and Vanessa Russo. Are you kidding me? They're giving awards out for for memorial tournaments. Yeah. For Vanessa Russo and, and Maria Ho. Oh, I'll take a call here. Caller, you got to hang on here while we, we vote on this, okay? Caller, you got to hang on. Do what? Just, just hang on here. Okay. Uh, okay. Charity series of poker that Matt Stout did. Never uh, heard of it. Tiger's Poker Night, hosted by Tiger Woods. Never That's going to win it. for sure. And uh, the WSOP One Drop High Roller that, of course, uh, and the little one for One Drop, you know, the one that uh, Caesars rakes. Yeah. yeah. I gotta think because it's water. What it, it's water for people that don't have water. Yeah, that's not what they stand for. It's either gonna be that with Chad Brown, water, Vanessa Russo, horse face. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with uh, the feel good story. I go with Chad Brown. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go with the one drop high, uh, not the high roller, but the little one for one drop, which is combined with the high roller, just because Caesar's Entertainment has been struggling so much, and uh, them putting on a charity tournament where they make so much money, where they make millions of dollars, uh, is gonna help their bottom line and get them out of bankruptcy. So that's that's the I think it's charity for Caesar's on that one, and they and they give drinking water to Africa, so it kills a lot of birds with one stone. Uh, what what do you say, Daredevil? It's gonna be Tiger because they want the press. They're gonna try to you know get a picture. Yeah, but what's your vote? Something like that. What's your vote? Oh, though? my personal vote. Uh, go with the uh, the chat brown. Uh, what what about you, caller from the nine seven nine? What's your decision? I'm not paying attention. To okay, th- thank you. Where's nine seven nine? Taking this call. I, I don't even know what nine seven nine is. Where are you? Where's nine seven nine? It's like a Houstonish. Houston, you're from Texas. Okay, so caller, what are you calling about? Well, uh, first of all, like, what's up, Daredevil and uh, Brandon? Who's this? Sorry, some guy from nine seven nine. I don't know. No, it's I'm I'm a, I'm typically I'm. Okay, just get to the point. <laughs> oh, sorry, uh, no, I was going to ask. So, what do you guys think about uh, two plus two poker cast, which uh, you obviously respect? being um, advertised by the Poker Stars VIP Club. I mean, what do I think of them being a sponsor? It says the 979 area code is near the Brazos River. Is that true? Yeah, it's absolutely true. Have you ever been on the absolutely. Brazos River? I absolutely have been on the mm-hmm. Brazos River, yes. Okay. What do I think of it? I, I don't care. if the, I, I'd be happy if Poker Stars wants to sponsor this show. I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't censor Wait, myself for what Poker I say Stars about that. Poker Stars or 2 Plus 2 podcast, I thought. No, he's was. asking what I think of the Poker Stars VIP club, which has fallen under fire recently, Why sponsoring. 2 Plus 2 podcast. I know, sponsoring the 2 Plus 2 yeah. podcast. That's what oh. he's asking. So well, I, all I can say is this. It's just from a. Thank <laughs> you. It's all, yeah, it's from a mutual respect level because I know he listens to the show. He's giving me shout outs. I like that Adam Schwartz. I mean, I, I maybe we see things a little differently. Like, uh, remember that show Tequila Sunrise or the movie 
Or Mel Gibson's the drug dealer, and Kurt Gibson is the cop. Or, Kurt Gibson. <laughs> or whatever his name is. Do you remember what I'm talking about? So we're kind of on opposite ends. One's good, one's evil. You know. You know, I no, I usually agree with Adam. Actually, I like. We're, Adam. we're usually on the same no, side. No, well, I'm talking about the Mason. Oh, Mason, yeah, yeah. Alliance, you yeah. Know, is his, but I like Adam Schwartz. I know he listens to this show. I got respect for him. He's a class act. So, you know what? That, that and his father, Jim Schwartz, used to coach the Detroit Lions. I got nothing bad to say about him. I like Adam. Yeah, Schwartz. no, you, so I, 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 I do. I do too. And as far as them, you know, Poker Star sponsoring them, uh, that, that's. They have a sponsor. So that's on. what it is. And, can yeah. I can I butt in or no? Yeah, go ahead. It's not, it's, Wait, who is it's this? not only that. Poker is this a, are you a lurker? Or do you have to? Do yeah, this? I'm. A, I would say I'm, I'm for sure a lurker for the most part. Okay. Uh, it's not only the fact that that PokerStar sponsors them. It's literally the fact that like PokerStar is the VIP club to what sponsors them. Well, and yeah, like, but the and I I don't know like uh, the thing is that they. They have a sponsor. That's the way it is. It's either they do it or they don't. It's not even Adam's decision. It's uh, Mason who who handles that or, or someone. I don't even know who does Adam, I feel like can who I? Does Adam, who does Adam Schwartz host? He does it with a uh, Terrence Chan now. He used to do it with a, a guy uh, Mike that's Johnson. The, 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 the I feel like yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. Yeah. So can I, speak? I don't mean to be a dick. Can I speak? Yeah. Go ahead. Jeff, I feel like you're being a massive hypocrite here. Like I feel like if it was any other podcast or any other poker forum that you'd be crushing these guys for taking money from the exact people that are just fucking over poker players. Okay, but sense. is it – so are you saying it's affected their reporting of it? Because I'll be honest, I don't listen to you guys are going to talk about poker. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brandon's going to have a cigarette. So. <laughs> I mean, I just won't. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Brandon. I know we were having uh, fun. And and yeah, and calls. Okay, go ahead. We'll, we'll handle this matter. We'll, we'll wait for you. But come back, come back soon, Brandon, so we can finish the awards here. Shout out, though, to the oh, Jeff Bezos River. Okay. Okay. Well, hold on a second. I want to be clear. I do not want to ruin the uh, show. So if, if you guys want to hang up, it's totally fine with me. Okay, well, that, thanks. Late, yeah, you know, you, you drove Brandon away, but that's that's too late. Brandon has run <laughs> no, off to house. I, mean, I have a feeling it's gonna be like a I long mean, cigarette. He won't come back for like twenty minutes or something. Watch this. <laughs> to, uh, to me, it's an interesting debate. Well, uh, you look, look. The thing is here, I don't. Uh, poker stars should have a right to advertise where they want, and uh, I, I don't. I don't know how they've covered the poker stars VIP situation. Have you Have you listened to all that? I haven't heard how they've covered it. Yeah, that was. Yeah, no. I mean, the reason why I. The reason why I'm calling today is because I, I find their uh, coverage of it to be horrific. Uh, well, if, if that's true, then th- that's unfortunate, and, uh, and that's why we don't have sponsors here. Well, like, uh, when no, I, say I, I want to be—I want to be fair as far as like this is my opinion. It's not, you know, the universal opinion, but you know, it's, it's, it's just frustrating to me on a personal level that they could have direct access to a company. And like get terrible answers from the company when they ask on their on their podcast, uh, you know, the responses to the hotel situations that have been happening or whatever, and just accept it and just move on, like no big deal. But it's like, you know, like I understand, like, hey, we're getting money, whatever. But there's to me, there's an integrity level where it's like, you know, what money, what, how much money do you have to be paid to ignore? Well, okay, I, I haven't heard their coverage, so I can't comment on that part. If what you're saying is true, then that's the reason why we don't have sponsors here. And, and if I did take a sponsor, like I, I would take PokerStars as a sponsor if 
It was promised to me that I could report exactly on them how I want, and I wouldn't be censored whatsoever. And if if I had right. to if I had to change the way I would uh, approach things they're doing, and as you may have heard tonight, I agreed with them about two different things that some people are criticizing them for. So I'm not always against yeah. them. I, I'm I'm very fair. Sometimes I'm for them. Sometimes I'm against them, depending on what they're doing. Uh, but. I always want to be able to say exactly how I feel. Once you have a sponsor, sometimes uh, your ability to do that goes down. I even heard this, so I don't know if that's what they're doing there or not. If they are, uh, that's unfortunate. Now, I will say that this the sponsorship is not being done by the host. This is being done uh, above them by Mason or whoever like negotiates Mason for Mason. Whatever, yeah. so, so they've got this show on 2 Plus 2. They've got a built-in audience from 2 Plus 2, and they have to decide, right. are, are we going to play by the rules that Mason wants or, or not? And uh, so there's advantages to do a show on a site like that where you have a, a lot of traffic, and you have to decide. I mean, all radio hosts that have sponsors will sometimes run into this situation with not being able to say things or do things they want because of pissing off sponsors. This is one show, because we don't have sponsors, I, I can just do what I want. So I, 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 can, right. I can understand, and uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me if the coverage was poor for that reason because they felt their hands were tied. I, I wouldn't run this show this way, but you know, if, if, if you're doing the show there on 2 Plus 2, and you know it's either do that or you're, you're just not going to have the show anymore. You've got to make a decision. And uh, um, and it's not like they're promoting lock poker or something that's an outright scam. This is a company that, uh, for, the, for the most part, act, has well, acted honestly. But They but, did scam people out of they've money. Been, they've been really bad. But they did, something, well, they did the something unethical with this. I, I, I've well, said that before. It's more than unethical. I mean, they did basically steal from people. I, I mean, yes. I mean, I don't know. Like, that's why I'm calling you, Druff, of all people, is to ask your opinion because I feel like, I, I like I respect your opinion as far as like I feel like you'd be the most like pissed off whatever you want to say about this. I, I feel like the way they handled the VI Club situation as far as PokerStar, like the company, is unacceptable. It is unacceptable. So the but idea it is. So the idea that you would be sponsored by the company, like you'd be literally, you're not, you're not even. They're not even being uh, sponsored by PokerStars, right? It's the You're VIP program. Sponsored by right. Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's true, and I'd probably be unhappy about that if I if they were my sponsor. Unfortunately, they're not. So, yeah, okay. that's so I, I, I agree. That's uh, I guess this is my question. What? Like, I understand. You, I, I like Adam. Adam seems like a great guy, as far as what I've listened to. But I mean, at what point do we go? Just like fuck it. Like we can't. We can't be sponsored by them anymore. Well, but it's because, not his decision. He's got to either quit the show. He can't just tell Mason we can't be sponsored by them. Mason will okay, say, F you, they're our sponsor. Okay, so okay. he's got to either quit I'm or – yeah. So, if I'm being confusing, I apologize. That's literally what I'm asking you. It's like at what point you just go like, I can't do this as a human being. I can't do this to – you know, as far as like um, – Jesus, Hollywood. What's his name? Uh, Hollywood Dave? Long-haired. No, 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 no. <laughs> not Hollywood Dave. Hollywood uh, Dan? Axton, Axton, sorry, uh, Ike. Ike Axton. Yeah, so, I mean, like, the guy just quit because he couldn't do it anymore. Well, but that didn't so make much sense, point... though. I mentioned on another show that I think it was last week that Ike Axton quit supposedly out of uh, uh, outrage over this, but yet he wasn't at all outraged when his friend Brian Hastings was multi-accounting and cheating people. So I like. <laughs> well, but, th- but hold on. You, I mean, I understand, like, I understand there's, uh, like, just a big position or whatever, but I'm saying in this moment, you are literally sponsored by the VIP club, right? For PokerStars. 
They give you unaccessible answers and just cop out answers. Every question you ask, what are you doing? Yeah, here, here, Brandon just came back, so we're going to end it. I, I, I probably would uh, not want to be sponsored by the VIP club anymore. I, I probably, I, okay. it, it depends. I, I, like, I, I, it'd be a tough decision. But like, if you just quit, then you lose your show. And this is this is one problem when you're not in control of your own show completely. And this is this is what can happen. Now, the good thing about not being in control of your own show is, uh, you know, you may be paid by by the person who's helping you, you put it on for. Uh, you can get a built-in audience here. I have to do everything myself. So uh, it's you know myself. I don't mean you know the co-host. I appreciate, but listen, I sat there for twenty-four hours multiple times to draw off everyone. To, come on now, I hook up a mic. I sit. I, you know how hard it is to talk for a day. Three days, I did a 72-hour scam show. <laughs> okay. I sat there multiple times. I started at 11 o'clock, and I'm still going at 9, 10 a.m. in the morning. Druff, it's not that hard. You know, get the microphone, you hit play, and no, what, 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 what point are you making here? What in God's name is he talking about? He's no. saying that it's hard to do a, a radio show. No, I'm, I'm saying that I'm talking about uh, when you run the whole thing yourself as far as getting an audience, getting sponsors, getting paid. That's the hard part. And, uh, and for a lot of people, honestly, I know, Brandon, it comes naturally to you to do the radio here, and, that, and that's one of the reasons everybody loves having you on here. But for a lot of people, this is hard to just go do a show. It really is uh, not I don't easy. know, Jeff. i got to be honest. Like, the fact that you're, like, questioning this, like, questions my uh, opinion of your integrity. Like, well, I, I feel like this is a no-brainer. Like, they, like, they haven't been honest from, from the get-go. As as I, I think this was mishandled, and I think what they do with unethical, I, I can't put it anywhere near as bad as something like, like what Locke did. It's two totally okay, different so things. Okay, so what would you do? You, you would just, like, because you have, you have a, a voice, you would just ignore what they did? Or no, I, I, I'm telling podcast? you what I, I'm telling you. I would not yeah, put I'm myself. I'm going to go watch an episode of Charles in Charge. <laughs> I really like uh, I, I, I wouldn't put myself. That, what's that young blonde? She was on Baywatch. She was Nicole Eggert. Somebody page me when we're done. No, hold on, uh, Brandon. Yeah. We're going to finish it here. I, I want to continue I with the reward. Her. I want to continue with on the rewards here. Just make the final statement. I wouldn't do a show where I can't speak my mind about whatever I feel. So I wouldn't be in that position. That's why it's hard for me to answer because I wouldn't put myself in that position right. in the first place. Okay. Right. So, so yeah. all right. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for your call. Sorry, dude. All right. So, uh, so shout Brand- out to the Jeff Bagwell River. Who the is Jeff that Bagwell. now? Uh, you know what? It was some, I, it was some I, lurker I, from the nine seven nine who wanted I, to hear. I'm sorry, but I, I gotta ask. Like, what, what? So we're on a topic. It's, it's good. It's like, did you know what he was calling about? Did no, you know, you was, know what? Like, you know what it why is. Do you take random calls. I'll, 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 I'll tell you why. I'm very disillusioned I'll, right I'll, now. I'll, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you why I took calls. Okay, because, um. Like I get calls into the show, and it, it gives me like a warm feeling. Oh, people are listening to the show. Oh, people want to call in. Like, like, have you ever heard some awful radio shows right, where the, where the host is like, "Call me yeah, up seven seven five three seven two, and then right. then nobody you calls. Know, and you normally make it clear. In fact, I've heard you say we're not taking yes. calls now. During we're, a second. Like, if you're doing, say, your little hour thing. At I the thought end, he was calling about. I thought he was calling about this. I thought he was calling about right. this. That was the okay. problem. Say at the end of the show when you do your your you know how to example and how to not get ripped off buying a garbage disposal you don't take calls when you're in you know to get interrupted when you're talking about your jewish tip of the week and buying garbage disposals that's okay, kind of what but you realize saying. we're always on something here so i, I kind of just will take calls randomly uh if i knew it was about a totally different topic i wouldn't have taken i thought he was calling what we were talking about and then once once he asked me i wanted to answer that's how it happened but let, let's continue let's let's uh, continue here i won't take any more and calls the thing is, I, I i i get that this is a poker based show but until I can play on poker stars again, I don't care. It, it just now maybe what you should do is branch off, but, take but, maybe a, maybe a Thursday or Friday night out 
and do a Druff and Euros friend show. No, <laughs> I, I can't do that. There's only one show, well, and and not only that, we 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 branch off to tangents all the time. We we don't like go start to finish. You on have topic. to understand. I'm very disillusioned because none of it. Yeah, poker. I don't even know. I, I know the topic didn't interest you, but the thing is, we, well, we always go on tangents. Poker stars did something with their club. The, the, the we club. we always go on tangents, though. That's why I don't understand the complaint. What did the club do? They took away our points. I thought you don't want to talk about this. I, I, that, well, that's the whole point. I don't even know what it is. The, they they changed the terms of the Supernova Elite. That uh, is like a two year program. That the second year they they degraded what these guys are going to get. It's kind of like in Seven Stars, where you if you earn it one year and you get the whole next year, and like then you get to the next year and they took away everything they promised for the second year. That, that's kind of what happened. So anyway, let's let, here, here's the next thing: media person of the year. See, but what Daredevil was saying is we're all in a groove and a rhythm, but it got kind of ruined. Well, we, we by can get back in it. Guy it's, from the Jeff Bagwell River. Okay, column. but but we we, 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 we can get out of the river here, and we can we can uh, we can get back in the groove. Remember, just, we're all in a groove, and we, it was interesting. See, we're there's somebody calling now. I'm not going to take the call because of this. So let's let's just go on. Let's just uh, let's. Let's move on here. We've had tangents before. This is not the first time we've had tangents. So where were we now? Media person of the year. And I think this is kind of where we got screwed. It's either it's either media person of the year or media content of the year, which is at the Boy, end. This is the one with William H. Macy or no? No, we already got past that. Okay, who are the nominees? The nominees are Joey Ingram. Do you know who that is? No. Oh, is yeah, that the uh, Chicago? He won a Heisman Trophy out of Alabama. Yeah, that's what I thought, something like that. No, that's Mark Ingram. Joey Ingram? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's, he's, oh, he's the Chicago, Chicago Joey guy. Joey, yeah, right. Chicago Joey. That's right. What does he do? Uh, he does like a video podcast where he interviews. It's kind of like softball interviews on a video podcast. It's kind of like softball. Okay. Tommy, is my, Liz, is my Lizzie Harrison, a.k.a. Lizzie Monroe, on there? No, no. Uh, three of the people on here is four people, four nominees. Three what about of, the Asian girl we interviewed once and we made her uncomfortable talking about sex? That, Christina something? The Christy Arnett. Yeah, remember that one? Yes, she got yeah, that was because we asked her about sex and she had, uh, uh, what have you, a fiance? A fiance, yeah, that was a very uncomfortable. Remember, and then who was the other? Remember Lauren Kling? Oh yeah, she, no, she got mad. Of her after no, she hung up. we got we got two similar girls mad at us over uh, comments about how they look. Lauren and then Kling. And the one cunt got drunk that night and started bitching at us. That I don't remember. We had Lauren Kling. Oh, no, got, I was in the cunt's house. Okay, Lauren Kling got mad, and then also. Uh, uh, that that Canadian girl, a talent chick, uh, after after the she was on the show, not this show, but the Donkdown show. Uh, you had talked about how she looked and, and didn't say flattering things, and then she, I guess she left the show on. We thought she just turned it off. That she, same thing with the Lauren. Clinton. I know. I you said she was poker pretty. I got yes. her really angry. But that was before her hairy asshole too. That was before that came out. Okay, so so Joey Ingram, the the softball interviewer, Kevin Mathers, Kev Math. Wait, what is this category? Best what? Media person of the year. Jesus. Uh, Donnie it's amazing Pe- that poker has become this where there's a media person <laughs> of the year. Donnie Peters of Poker News. And then uh, for the gay vote, Jason Somerville. Wait, where's my boy? The, Which, I mean, do you – okay, there's somebody specifically that should be on here. You I know me. A, a huge no. I, I thought you were talking about us here. We we're, we could have been media people. No, but of the we're year. not really media. Uh, yes, we media, are. We, we, the biggest, the media, biggest media guy of them all. Showman? No. <laughs> Nolan Dalla. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, he only does. Yeah, but he didn't do very much this year, right? 
I mean, he's done media for the WSOP for the last 10 years. No, I know he's been like he, he could be he, like lifetime media person. He does but... media for the that fail. I'm sorry, Nolan. What is the the Poker, Poker Night in America? Night in America. But I, I think I think he should be like media person uh, lifetime achievement award, and not so much the year. This year he didn't do that much. Like that, like he'd really notice. Anyway, I mean, he'll sit in the back of a plane with me and he's drinking those little bottles at the, the Delta uh, Jet Blue. You know, the little bottles they give you on the airplane. Getting drunk at one, two in the afternoon. Who does that? He's a, he's a great. <laughs> I, I guess he does. So, yeah. so Joey Ingram. Uh, Chicago Joey, Kev Math, Donnie Peters, and Jason Summer. I gotta go with Kev Math just because. Yeah, I have to also. During the World Series, he'll do everything from tell you your seat assignment to recommending not getting the fish from that overpriced place by the basketball court. You know, uh, Kev is Math is called? Kev Remember Math. The... Kev Math is actually the most helpful WSOP employee, and he doesn't work for them. <laughs> well, what's uh, the overpriced? Uh, you're talking about uh... twenty-five dollars for a piece of chicken and one broccoli spear. Uh, right next to the basketball. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, I yeah. got something once, and we're like, never again. It's it's ridiculous. Wait, the, uh, the, Boozios? The healthy, Bo- healthy. Boozios? No, or, the, the, or, or, or. outside by the oh, basketball. Oh, oh, All American Dave. All American Donnie. It's, it's thirty dollars for a piece of chicken. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're geniuses because what they did is they they overcharge for quote healthy food. And they have hot girls bring it to you in a bag, and for some reason that's worth more money than you just get a the... smoothie with, with a couple of fruits, seventy nine dollars. Yeah, like like why why does anyone care if a hot chick brings it to you? Like, does that really matter? I, I I'd rather pay less and have a, a big fat ugly guy. They're bring only it to Hollywood Don They're not that hot. That's a, they're, they're poker pretty too. Yeah. Oh no, they do that because then they well they get a chip. Well, you know what I do? I give them a non-denominational tournament chip. <laughs> give them one ante. Playing stud, they get one ante chip. That's, that's probably why. twenty-five or a fifty on it. They get all happy and think I'm balling until they realize. And then they get disqualified because they're seen as stealing tournament chips. Reminds me of the story of the two hookers at the Bellagio that went to authorities because after they had sex with two poker players, they ended up paying them in Bellagio tournament chips. <laughs> and they couldn't redeem them. They got two $5,000 chips. Oh, funny. They were funny. so excited. They went to the cage. But the best part is they admitted they were hookers. It's like the I – mean, It's, it's like, like going, yeah, I bought drugs from this guy. He right, gave me a Bellagio exactly. chip. That's, and that's a true story. That was in the paper. Oh, I wish I had heard about that. I hadn't heard about that before. That's hilarious. Oh, it's out there. That's Everything's hilarious. Okay. Okay, now next one. Uh, so who we all agree? Kevmath? Yeah, Kevmath. Okay, Kevmath did a unanimous sure win. You don't want to take a call and break up the flow? I can call out to the guy who just called me if you want. Okay. Poker presenter of the year. Sarah Poker Herring. Presenter of the year? Yeah. But what does that even mean? Like, like the, I like guess host. the person, the host. So, host of what? Whatever. Commentator. Shows, something, some kind of poker host like in some Like Dave Kaplan, he would have been it yeah, back. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, okay. So Sarah Herring. I think she works for Poker News or something. Uh, Kara Scott. Joseph Stapleton. Or David Tuckman. Do we know – I mean, I know Kara Scott. She takes Ambien and gets kind of loopy with the Twitter. Right? I, I'm, I'm going to give David Tuckman because he, he's de- he? he's like deaf. You have to tell us who these people are. David Tuckman does like the World Series uh, – no, I, I heard this. I heard David Tuckman is well, he's mostly deaf. he's a guy deaf. that, that has like, one guy break. tell him his hands or something. David Tuckman does a lot of the World Series of Poker stream commentating uh, d- during the World Series, the ones that are not on TV but they stream anyway. And he's deaf? He's mostly deaf, yes. They should have a category with him, the one dude Hal Lebrowski, and the white guy who has to look at his cards with his yeah, feet. He's not completely deaf, but he's got to be like, like super loud in his ear. This is what I heard that David Tuckman is deaf. What's the guy's name who looks at his cards with his feet? 
William William Rockwell. Yeah, I forgot his name. Yeah, that was like that, that seems just kind of nasty to me. Like, how would you like to use those cards afterwards? Jesus. How do you like that guy next to you and like he uses his feet, his bare feet to like? I, I guess maybe David Williams would like it, but <laughs> everybody else. All right, I, I gotta go because we're on the. I'm on the feminist kick tonight. I'm gonna go with uh, Sarah Hartley. Sarah Herring, okay. Yep. I I have to go with David Tuckman just because just because he's deaf. I got to give the uh, the handicap. If she was over. on. Uh, if this was a real sport, you know what? Chris Berman, you know, gives everyone a nickname. She'd be Sarah Pickled Herring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about you, Daredevil? Who I'm you go gonna with? go with Joe Stapleton. Okay, because I enjoyed his. Uh, and what is Sarah? What is this Sarah Hartling? What does she do? Again? I, I think she's with Poker That's... News. I think she does the Poker yeah, News she's interviews. The poker News main. I think she's the one who interviewed. Uh, Z Justin when he talked about being yep. a swinger, and then she said she was like part of the lifestyle for like a year and decided she didn't like it. Wait, the, and then is this the same Z Justin that said every woman in poker is raped or yes, sexually yes, harassed? Yes, and the the same guy who always uh, complains about integrity when he used a multi account. I don't like him for some reason. I, I don't he either. Me the wrong no, way. no, he was a jerk to me at the at the World Series this past year. Was that the whole? Some people think they're the greatest yes, yes. players in the world. Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to go with the girl, and you guys are going with Joe Stapleton. No, he's has Joe Stapleton. I have David Tuckman. So we, we're all, we're all split on this one. So no winner. And what does he do again? The Tuckman. He's deaf. He he, he, does he, do, he does these. Uh, nobody seems to know he's deaf, but he, or he's mostly deaf. But he does these uh, these broadcasts for the World Series, the ones that are not on TV, but they stream anyway. What he announces? Yeah, he announces. He announces them. Yeah, he announced in fact the final table I made in th- 2013. You know, the one where uh, David Baker came on and trashed me. That one. Okay, uh, poker innovation or, or initiative of the year. Poker Central launches twenty four seven television network. Yeah, which I can't watch. Does like anyone does anyone get that? Does anyone get that? Wait, what no. is it? Say it again. Poker it's... Central launches twenty four seven television network. What is like a? It's like a. Like I, a I guess it's like channel, a, cha- a channel or something. Yeah, but yes, nobody okay, gets it. But here's the thing: it's not on. Like TV, yeah, it's not on TV. So it's on like Apple TV and Amazon <laughs> TV and some other weird thing I've never heard of. So like so, nobody watches. I, I, I bet this show I gets much. I, I get we. Get, I bet we get much better ratings on this show than they get for even their best rated show on Poker Central. But it's sad because they just basically brought back high stakes poker, which I do kind of want to watch. It's their own version of it, but but I can't figure out a way to watch this thing. Here's one that'll shock you: something that uh, they don't seem to care much about. The Seminole Hard Rock uh, Poker Open live streams four final tables in the same room at the same time. Oh, wow. And Phil Helmuth, they didn't mention that Phil Helmuth was disrupting it. Uh, WSOP adds an online bracelet event. That's, that's a real innovation, even though it's a fail. Or, just in case we don't have enough awards about this, the Colossus event. <laughs> So I, I have to go with none of the above. These these are all stupid. I'm going to do a write-in ballot for the no hold 'em fold 'em as the most innovative thing of 2015. What, the, the what do you mean no hold 'em? The, the, the fold 'em. Oh the, the, oh, the bot. Yes. What is it called? <laughs> oh, the Texas hold 'em fold up bot. Texas yeah. hold 'em fold 'em. It's going to be a write-in on my. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll second that one. I, I'm, going to, I'm going to second that nominee. These all suck. Yes. Yeah. I these agree. are terrible. Okay. And here's the last one. Will Are we... you all writing in with me on the yeah. phone? Yeah, I'm yeah. actually writing it on my, my touch screen with a pen. Uh, so me- media content of the year. Now, this should have been us, but of I course know. of course, we just get ignored. I mean, it's, it's bad enough we weren't. Uh... Listen, this mumbling fuck uh, what mumbles, mumbles badly. badly. Yeah, Brandon, stop complaining about Druff taking a random call. Some of the listeners like to call in but can't wait until the conversations you guys have 
peter out because they may have constraints on when they call in. First off, who uses the term peter out? <laughs> I mean, listen, how long has this mumbling fuck been around? I don't know. He's, he, he, like a year, six months. Listen, you like don't that. bark at me. Okay, you don't bark. I've been at this fucking gig almost a decade. Okay, and this mumbling fuck loving. You know what? This little icon under his post that says report post. I'm going to report it. What does that mean? It probably it just goes to me and I get a report. All right. I'm write something. You just I'm reported reporting. it to me right now, though. You just told me. I know. You have to report Well, I'm doing it for the record, though. <laughs> In case okay. this goes to court. Okay, so hold on. The media content of the year. So here's, here's the great things that were nominated over us. Okay. Bust, an insider's account of Greenville's underground poker scene by Brad Willis. Huh? <laughs> that's, that's the uh, bust and a, an insider's account of Greenville's underground poker scene by Brad Willis. <laughs> that's, 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 okay, that's, I, have a, I have a few questions. What is bust? Who is Brad Willis? <laughs> Where is Greenville? I think Greenville, Brad North Willis Carolina. Was one of the kids that him and Demi had. Before <laughs> oh, they, right, right. Uh, Rumor, Taluma, and then Brad, Brad. They, oh. they don't talk about him much because... Uh, he was deaf like the other guy. What was the other uh, deaf like guy? David again? Tuckman, yeah. Yeah, they don't talk Well, then maybe I should him. vote for it. It's a pretty good uh, documentary for a deaf guy. But uh, look, uh, uh, so Bruce Willis and Demi Moore's son, who else? By, by the way, have you seen uh, Rumor Willis's breasts? She walks around New York with yeah, her shirt off. Topless. Yeah, I don't yeah, get I, it. I don't either. Somehow they allow that in New York. Like It was like an equal rights thing. Like if men can walk around with their shirts off, women can't too. And they're like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I it. agree with that law. Yeah. All right. Well, it depends who's walking around. Like if a 50-year-old's doing it, I don't want to see it. All right. So uh, Farah's Jacka's homeless poker millionaire on CNN Money. Jason Somerville's record Twitch broadcast during the WCOOP in September of 2015. And then uh, Joe Girone shoots a photo of Negranu crumpled on the floor after the World Series of Poker main event elimination. That's Phil Ivy's alias, no? <laughs> These are the this is the media content of the year. Not like our show, not like the two plus two poker cast, not like something that actually consistently produces content the whole year. It's it's these little things like bust well, the documentary a, of Greenville's poker scene. Well, one of them is a picture, right? Yeah, one of the is a, a single like picture. A picture of Negrano well, on the floor is in the final form that like a hundred people probably took. I'm in a sentimental mood tonight. And being that since she's passed, it's basically a lifetime achievement award. I'm going with Farrah Fawcett for what was a <laughs> the homeless movie? poker millionaire. Farrah Fawcett in the homeless poker millionaire. That's very nice of you. That's my vote. You know, uh, because I've alienated some gay listeners here in the gay poker mafia, pressures people not to be listening to this show or posting on the forum. I'm going to just vote for Jason Somerville to get some of them back. Jason Somerville's my vote. Shout out well, to Yellow. I'm going to vote for uh, John G. Ron um, for for his uh, excellent photography. <laughs> and uh, shout out to uh, Photo Mike. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fo- yeah photo, no, photo Will. Oh, yeah, by the way, I was told that uh, Photo Will, that his girlfriend is Kodak Carey. That, that's, uh... I, I mean, th- th- literally a picture that happened in, like, a public space. Yeah. Anyone t- like, what the f- <laughs> Like you know, it, the thing is, I could sit down with the two of you and brainstorm for maybe an hour and come up with way better categories in this. Yes, of course. Oh, by the way, you shouldn't vote for Kelly Minkin. She's already getting something. It says, also honored this evening, Byron Caverman will be getting the 2015 Global, Global Poker Intex Award uh, for the Player of the Year. And Kelly Minkin will receive the trophy for the 
female global poker index of the year uh, player of the year award. So, so, so the guy who made two WPT final tables isn't player of the year. Apparently not. So, okay. yeah, they have a, a ridiculous. They're, this global poker index was used for the World Series of Poker. Uh, remember this controversy about how they're calculating player of the uh, year, and it was like an yeah, awful, yeah. awful formula. And then they didn't want to change it, and it was very embarrassing. Like, the, so this is this is. It looks like here that any tour that associates themselves with a the global poker index gets to be part of this. That's why they kept putting Colossus in so many things and, and Seminole Hard Rocks. Again, this is some sort Don't of thing. Don't you all, neither of you realize how ridiculous all of this is? There's global poker indexes, there's awards, there's there's, there's a league. Well, there's I'm, a imagine, league. Going, imagine going to Beverly Hills I mean, for the award ceremony for this. this uh, is, I, I'm sorry, it's ridiculous. I, I can't wait to get my uh, <laughs> San Paolo Mets jersey. <laughs> Yeah. No, but imagine going to the award ceremony for this in Beverly Hills. You're sitting here, and, and this 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 poker league they draft you. Yeah, yeah. So if you get drafted by Brazil, what do you hold out till till you get? You say I won't play for Brazil. Like how does that work? I don't know. Yeah, you can hold. Maybe you can hold out. You could say, well, what if you live like in L.A. and Vegas? Can you just say, well, I, I can play for either? Well, no, team really. Or... If you get drafted by a foreign country, does that mean you have to go there? I think they may have to draft someone in their geographical area, but what about if someone who lives in both places, like L.A. and Vegas? Uh, couldn't you hold out saying, I don't want to play for the Las Vegas moneymakers, I want to play for the the, Las, the L.A. Hoes, since it's managed by Maria Ho? I, I don't know. So is she's there, like, trades? Really milking, that Maria Ho, she's really milking that career. Oh, huh? she. The funny thing is she is, she is, is now, but you, no you know who got her to do this? Maria Ho totally wasn't doing this before, and I used to, I used to say, why is Maria Ho not taking advantage of uh, – how she could milk this as a female in poker who's who's known. And then she got to be friends with Tiffany Michelle, and it was all over. Then, like, yeah. the milking just started and never stopped. So, yeah, so that's the American Poker Awards. Have you seen the site for the Global Poker League? They show a picture of people playing heads up in a giant stadium in, like, a transparent cube. <laughs> and then on the Jumbotron is their hole cards. <laughs> They should have. They should have it as like a like an after the game thing at Dodger Stadium. Like someone's gonna have a big foam finger. Like <laughs> number one, I, Las I Vegas moneymakers. Number one. I mean, like I said, we, the three of us could brainstorm and come up with much more original, entertaining choices. And well, you know, maybe we should. Bluff is gone. Yeah, maybe every year there should be the PFA awards. We'll give some out. Yeah. Okay. So so let's uh, let's see. Let's talk about this the scammer in uh, the guy who is the supposed gambling expert. I can't believe people like this actually get money. It, uh, I think JSIP and guys like that should move to Vegas because it, it sounds like that they would be able to really clean up. Is listen to how ridiculous this was. This makes uh, Project SEP look like something that uh, looks like amateur hour compared to this. Okay, so this guy. Uh, Whose name is Mark Giorgantis. That's G-E-O-R-G-A-N-T-A-S. Mark Giorgantis uh, claimed to be a gambling expert. He said he can beat Baccarat. He said he can beat Blackjack. He can beat Craps, and he can beat Roulette. And in fact, now they can beat Roulette. Not a, I know, I know, you're, you're a very special Roulette player, but but not, I am. But hold on, do you win every single session of Roulette? I bet you don't. No, no, I've lost before. No, you've lost, and but he wins every single session. He says he wins every time. His his uh, system's that good, and uh, he convinced idiots that he can do that with these magical abilities of his. 
and that not only will he beat the casino, but because he can crush Vegas like this, he's going to become a worldwide sensation who will make all kinds of money selling his systems and having movies about his life and and having a reality show based around him. So uh, based upon his ability that he claims to win at will, he solicited people to invest large sums of money into his businesses that he gave each one each little business a name uh, of both gambling and selling gaming systems. And, of course, he just ran off with the money. But uh, it's amazing nobody even questioned if you're winning every time you go in, why do you need us to invest? So here's uh, – so what was fun, So he even had a, a LinkedIn with, with this stuff. Uh, on his LinkedIn, he actually listed that he was once associated with a company called Fire on Ice Incorporated. The funny thing is that company – he was convicted of stealing credit cards to fund that company in 2006, and yet he still lists this as one of his – Past employments, <laughs> but uh, this is the money he got out of this. Uh, in, he he met a guy named Evan Rodich, R O D I C H, and convinced him to give fifty five thousand dollars to him to uh, invest in his companies, and not to be, uh, not to have uh, Rodich as the top investor. Marcelo Caraveo gave him three hundred grand, and uh, Mark Gigantis whipped out. An elaborate contract that they signed that made it all look very official. Now, here is what they were expecting as return on their investments. Monster Gaming Products, LLC, on a $250,000 investment, which is going to be selling videos of his winning system. How much do you think that he was promising they would make from their two hundred fifty dollars investment? Any ideas? No. Uh, uh... One million dollars. I knew you would guess that. One million dollars. But it's not. It's four billion dollars. What is that all? Four billion. People actually invested believing they're going to get a four billion dollar return on a 250K investment of selling videos of his winning system. Uh, Then he claimed that his other company, or one of several companies, Monster Intellectual Holdings, LLC, uh, on a $50,000 investment, which is probably what this Rodish guy invested in, will make $400 million on a reality TV show about you know, starring Mark here and a movie about his life. That's somehow, not only is he killing the casinos, but uh, the casinos will not adjust to his amazing system to win every time and that he'll make $4 billion selling these videos and then have a movie about him and a reality television show about him. He really convinced people to do this, to invest in him. Uh, so he has been indicted for for this, and uh, he's missing, though. He ran off with the money. He literally ran off. He, the last thing he told them that his parents died, and he needs some time to himself. And uh, he ran off. His parents really did die. One parent died last in, in 14, one died in 2015. But right after uh, his second parent really did die, he just disappeared with all the money. So he has been indicted, but in absentia, they they, uh, they don't know where he is at the moment, even though he made a post on his Facebook. You can find him on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Mark period Giorgantas, G-E-O-R-G-A-N-T-A-S. Uh, I'd like you guys to take a look at, at his pictures. He's an interesting-looking guy. Uh, go to the Scam Scandals and Shadiness forum and click on Phony Casino Game Expert Under Indictment. You'll see it's like the third thread down. Take a look at his pictures and tell me if you'd give this guy money. <laughs> yeah, 
It's a very, very uh, honest face he has. Yeah, he kind of looks like the Duke of uh, Fremont. A bit. <laughs> yeah. You like the you like the golden phone? Maybe that's the Mount Charleston line. He's right? holding up a bunch of two dollar bills. Well, yeah, he's got two dollar bills in his Gucci hand. Hat. A red blazer and, and holding two dollars, and he's got he's always got this phone wrapped around him, this golden phone that kind of looks like the Mount Charleston phone. Like, wh- why walk around with a phone around your neck <laughs> with a cord? So that's him, and uh, he posted on a forum in 2013 when someone posted a warning on a on crapsforum.com. Apparently, it's a forum just about craps. I wouldn't think there's enough to discuss with craps, but apparently there is crapsforum.com, and a guy named Crapsman. Uh, on January 12, 2013, posted, this guy offered to play craps with me and then slowly tried to sell me on this can't-miss system. While I ga- and when I gave him grief about it, he started to get rude and belligerent, calling me, among other things, dickhead. And then he went and gave this guy's info, and he said, uh, here's a little excerpt of his soft sell, by the way. He said, he never, never loses, right? Once you experience winning with a, quote, biggins craps system, you will never look at gaming the same. Uh, talk about living the dream. Where else can you fall out of bed, go downstairs to a table, win, and go to cashier? No employees, no boss, no inventory, no hassle. Pure cash, baby. That's what he really wrote. So so he's warning about him. Well, then Mark showed up on the forum, typed these long posts in all caps under the name Mr. Smooth. And he typed in, I just read your comments. You actually, ha- you absolutely have no right to lie in this forum. First of all, everyone who knows me or has played with me knows nothing is for sale. For you to even suggest I try to sell you anything is not only a lie, but why are you a complete liar? No one likes a liar. So he goes on ranting like this, uh, and then later he writes, Again, which of you tough guys accepts the challenge? Either bring it on or shut the hell up. You losers lose because you have no idea how to win. I look forward to the one man with balls enough to accept my challenge. And so his challenge was, uh, anyone bring your bankroll to to meet my program uh, in Las Vegas if I do not perform as promised. uh, uh, And he doesn't say what will happen. But he also says... Let's move on to this punk. He calls himself Super Jew by email, which all of my Jewish friends say is an insult to their world population. (laughs) I have never played with this punk ever. So how dare you call me a scammer, Super Jew? You two are nothing but a low-life piece of shit who lies, cheats, and tries to manipulate people. You have never won ever by your own admission. Dare to call me a scammer? Why don't you shut the fuck up? So he, he, he types up these long posts there. Uh, well, there's a phone number for this guy. We can, yeah, obviously he's not going to answer, but let's let's see what it what. This is a three year old number. Let's see what we get if we call it. This uh, Mark, not the poster, but Mark Gant is the scammer. Seven zero two five eight seven three two six three. Let's give it a call. Let's see what we get. Probably disconnected or something. Probably just get some innocent person who has the number now. But whatever. Uh. You have reached the voicemail box of seven zero two five eight seven three two six three. At the tone, please. Re- so, uh, something else uh, about this guy here. Let me get to it. Is, is the funny names he used to go under? He, he's he's had a lot of different aliases that he's used. There's a Las Vegas Review Journal article about him that uh, came out on the seventeenth of, of this month. Uh, he was known as, besides his real name, Mark Gigantis, Mark Gigantis, Mark G, and Mr. Smooth. <laughs> he also claimed that he worked for the CIA, and he also claimed that uh, his clients included George Clooney and Matt Damon. He's 53 years old, 
there is a media report that and I'm not sure if it's been verified, but that at one point when he was in prison, because he's been in prison in the past, as you might imagine, that he escaped through a storm drain. Now, what does that remind you of? Shawshank. Yeah, so I guess he did a Shawshank-like escape. I don't know if that's just a – maybe he told them that. or It says that there's a media once reported, so who knows if that really happened. But he, and, and speaking of aliases, of course, rest in peace to the thin white duke. Anyone? Bowie, yeah. Thank you. Yes. Well, we, so we, we, covered, we, covered, that, we covered that last <laughs> week, though. This, this week it's all about uh, Glenn Fry. What about uh, Natalie Colt? Didn't she die this week? She did. She died, uh, I think, the week before. Who else? I, was Scott another... Wayland. No, no. Natalie Cole yeah, died in two thousand. I mean, he's forty something. No, you know, uh, Natalie he, Cole died. He in was two... free rolling the last decade. <laughs> Man, that Celine Dion had a hell of a week. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and well, uh, oh, yeah. you know, it, it was actually two thousand fifteen when Natalie Cole died. She died on like the thirty first oh. or the thirtieth. So it wasn't quite this year. By the way, I think I cracked this case. I think I know where this guy is. (laughs) You know where is he? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, okay, I'm seeing a pattern here. He said he could beat casino games, and he was asking people for money. Now, Brandon, is this story sounding familiar? (laughs) Yeah. I think he might be on an island. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least uh, went to an island and came back. So, yeah, that's that's what's going on. I, I can't believe that people give money to people who make claims like this. I mean, can you imagine getting 300k from someone where you say you can turn their 300k into 4 billion and they go, "Oh, okay." Like and you win every single time you play and some somehow you still need investors despite that. You can turn uh money into more money at will just by going to the casino and somehow you need investors, nobody questions that. Like how does someone like that get 300k in the first place? Do they inherit it like how do you make that and save that much money if you're that stupid? I don't want to shame the victims here, but where did Crazy Mike get his money? That's still a mystery. Yeah, that is still a mystery. Everyone's heard inheritances, and you ask him, he'll tell you he won it all in poker. But that—that's yeah. He just came out of nowhere with and played high stakes. Yeah. I don't believe that. That's the. I wondered that from the start. That how, how does the guy just appear out of nowhere playing high stakes? With a bankroll to do so, who came from the military? There's, there's no way he had the bankroll to come in that way. So, yeah, it was weird. But uh, what kind of odds can I get from either one of you that Jimmy Carter won't make it to 2017? I think he's the next big name to go. Is, is he sick right now? He's had cancer, inoperable cancer for I think the last six months, eight months. Oh, now, of course, a doctor said he could live like five more years with it, but I don't think so. I think he's going to – it's amazing. You know, it really – I was reading an article on him too. You know, I, I do a lot of reading, and it really is amazing because I, I was too young to, to remember any part of his presidency, but his legacy was awful. It was worse at, at the time probably than uh, how we regard George W. Bush. Well, how you regard George, George H. Well, w. Well, yeah, Bush. I was going to say Al Badruff, who <laughs> thinks he's a hero. But Yeah, well, I'm um, saying in terms of approval ratings and just not <laughs> – we're not going to get into all that. But he's basically rebuilt his legacy doing – Yeah, it aged really well. It did. Well, he's done things since then that have been Well, that's not well. what I'm saying. He's rebuilt his legacy mm-hmm. through – you know, all this peace work, building homes, and and mediating yeah, human and rights, human stuff. rights, and well, you know, he's he's ninety one years old now, so that's no. another reason he's not going to live that much longer. 
You know what I was thinking about today? Does Sheldon Adelson have a son? I don't because know. Because he's like, what, 89 years old? And he no, looks... no, no. I think he's 84 or something. Really? 84? Yeah. Like, what's going to happen when that guy dies? Uh, I'm, sure he has cause, he I'm sure he has causes. I'm sure he has causes. He's, he's probably leaving. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But it's, it's interesting because he has companies. It's not just wealth. Because he could say That's he'd live to I mean. causes. But yeah, I wonder. Uh... He has five children. Oh, he has five children. Okay, well, there you go. Let's like, see. who's going to run the Venetian? Well, now we have the answer. His uh, worth is, Jesus Christ, is worth over $30 billion. Yep. And all the newspapers and all the, you know, he owns so much stuff. And by the way, you know, Jimmy Carter almost wasn't even the candidate for the 1980 election, despite being an incumbent. That's almost, that's uh, very, very unusual. Uh, he only got 51% of the vote in the primary in 1980. And every incumbent since then? Has won at least seventy-two point eight percent of their party's primary votes, so that shows you how and, unpopular in two thousand thirteen. He had the biggest wealth increase in the world, not in the U.S. In the world, I think we're talking wow. about two different people here. <laughs> right, we're not talking about Sheldon Adelson. You are. I'm talking about Jeremy Carter still. Oh, I'm sorry. I somehow didn't Adelson get thrown in there? Or am I hearing things? No, he got thrown in there too. Yeah. Anyhow, in two thousand thirteen, his net. Worth increased thirteen billion, or fifteen billion, in one year. Fifteen billion. Wow. Anyhow, yeah, I'm just you know you're older than me, Druff. Do you remember? The yes. Country's overall dismay. Yes. Towards Jimmy yes. Carter. Yes. I do remember. I remember the complaints about the inflation. Now I didn't understand it as well then because I was when when he left office. I was just about to turn nine, so. I, I was old enough to hear talk about inflation and, and understand my parents telling me what inflation is. But, uh, yeah, but it, it wasn't that. That's not what did it. If, and even to this day, this is what he says. This is out of his mouth. I'm not making this up. He claims if he would have sent one more helicopter into Beirut, he would have won a second election. No, no. The inflation was huge. That's, that's not true. I, I'm not saying that, but that's what he claims. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying the inflation was a, a huge thing. It, there was it was the hostage situation and the inflation was was a killer. The the inflation was was out of control and people were by, by U.S. standards, not like these these uh some of these third world countries where the like every day your money go uh, you know, loses value by several times. But uh, yeah, it's it's funny. I was just talking to a guy who came from like one of these former <laughs> like Russian republics, and he said the inflation was so crazy at a time. As soon as you got paid, you ran out and bought as much stuff as you could. Yeah, because literally the next day you could only buy half as much. Yeah, sometimes like, even it's worse. Crazy to think about. Kind of like how cat is now. No offense. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so uh, yeah. So that was that was what was really killing the, the inflation and the interest rates, which were just insane. So you know, you you buy a house and you be sometimes the the interest rates were as high as twenty percent in nineteen eighty. So people were just uh, th- this was just out of control, but by U.S. standards, and uh, that that was the end of it just just like in 08 when the the banking crisis happened and that just shut out any republican from winning not that they would have beaten obama anyway because he was very popular uh as a candidate but but still that that just completely destroyed any republicans chance was when the the banking crisis happened in uh, the late summer of 2008 so this was this is a similar thing the inflation got so terrible that uh it, it was known as stagflation and uh that that was the end of that so for jimmy carter and uh he lost the election. Uh, he actually did win six states, but uh, which is better than Mondale did four years later. Oh, Mondale! That was wasn't that the biggest landslide? Yes, in, the, the only two states. History? The only states that uh, Mondale. Minnesota, won. I'm going to guess, his yeah. home state. And, 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 D- and yeah, DC. No, that was not the biggest landslide. It wasn't. Nope. nope. 
I believe it was Nixon. No. No, I did, Nixon didn't win 50 states. I think he lost. Uh, he won all but one, didn't Mondale he? got raped. I mean, I remember. No, I'm going to see here. I don't believe it. Okay. And, um, well, you know what? In all fairness, the, the kid's normally right. <laughs> it's very, very bright. Very he's, bright. Ta- he's talking about the 1972 election, which was, was a landslide. But uh, let's see here. Uh, it was uh, it was the same thing, forty nine to one. I didn't know it was t- it was the tie actually. Yeah, he only lost. It was it Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So in electoral votes, actually, he he did slightly better uh, Reagan because Minnesota had fewer than. Does this kid know so much? But it, it was a tie. He was he was he was half correct. Okay. Because it was it was forty nine. It was one plus DC. He won just like uh, just like Montel yeah. did. Now, looking at this landscape now, uh, has anything changed in either one of your opinions in regards to uh, our election? Um, not that much. Except Bernie, the biggest change is that Bernie Sanders has begun to threaten a little bit to Hillary Clinton. It's not. It's not a hundred percent anymore. I wouldn't even call it a threat. It's a moderate threat now. Hil- Hillary more, has a history of like, choking. It's more of like six toe Pete harassing you on Twitter. No, it's, uh, it's, no. I'll, t- I'll tell you why it's a little bit of a threat because. Hillary blew a what looked like a sure win at one point in 2008, and then o- Obama came up and just crushed her. It wasn't even close by then. So while uh, – Well, you know, hold on. I wouldn't say he crushed her. I mean he won, but it wasn't – He won pretty easily It's the point. It wasn't I mean, even that it, much drama. I mean it went all the way past yeah, it, Tuesday. it wasn't easy. It, I would definitely say it wasn't easy. I, by crushed, the time he gained the momentum – Crushed is definitely not the okay, term. Okay, it wasn't crushed, but it, it was something it – was, it was a pretty decisive win, though. It was it, – it looked for a while like he was going to get it once, once he moved past I mean, I, th- I don't know. I mean, I'm – I basically recall it being that it almost kind of went down to the wire. It wasn't – That's I, the way I remember it, too, because okay, I remember Okay, let's look this up now. Let's look this up now. Exactly, yes. I remember the superdelegates being thrown in. Either way, I, I don't think he – the term crushed it is – Okay, so he didn't he, – he, he won uh, He won still 2285 to 1973 in delegates. So it wasn't that close. Crushing it. Okay, but it wasn't that close either. So so uh, anyway, she she choked there and she was seen as having a huge lead over him at one point. And now Obama's a better candidate than, than Bernie Sanders is and has a much more wide appeal. But but still people are, who are supporting Hillary are a little concerned now that, that she threw away – like a, a 25, 30 point lead, and now nationally has like. Wait, a, now what does she do to throw this away? She just hasn't been taking him seriously, much like she has with Obama. She'd been her, her camp when she's look been speaking. Mud. I mean, come on, look at him. Okay, first off, he's seventy four. I know he's seventy four. He doesn't look like he's going to make it to seventy. I know, I know. He looks really old. He he doesn't come off as presidential. He doesn't come off as presidential. I know all these problems, and also he's an admitted socialist, which is another problem. But but uh, he's gotten very popular on the left, especially ones that don't trust Hillary. The U.S. is the people are not ready. They're more ready to elect a female than they are a bald president. Here's the other. Thing. He's also a Jew. Yeah, that too. But look, Hillary's doing what any huge front runner does, just play it safe. So, of course, like there's almost no way for her to get more points than where she started from. And then someone like Bernie can say whatever he wants and he gets this momentum. And until he gets super close, she's, again, not going to react because any political strategist will say, well, just don't lose it. Don't, you know, she's not trying to win it. She's trying not to lose it. Okay, I'm destroying momentum again. I'm taking a call here. Caller, you're on the air. 
Yes. Go ahead. Turn off the radio and speak. Hello. Act like you've been here before. Turn off the radio and and tell us who you are. All right. uh, Well, you know who I am. Um, I'm just amazed that you guys aren't talking about Donald Trump. Who is it? Is this a? Are you in a parking garage? If Trump knows who it is, he has to announce it. Or what do you mean we know who you are? I don't know who. Druff, who is this? You guys realize you're going to be our next president, right? Druff, who is this? You guys do realize that, right? It's it, it, it's it's Marty. It's Marty. It doesn't sound like. Marty. I know it doesn't yeah. sound. He sounds like Marty's in a. It's Marty in a tunnel. Oh, yeah. what's up, Marty? Jesus, I, I never would have guessed that was him. It doesn't sound like him at all. It's terrible sound quality. Where he's calling, it's not even on my end this time. Last week it was my end. This week it's on his. Here, end. I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'm confused about how to talk while listening. So I'm just gonna cut off radio, and I'm gonna leave Skype open. But but your 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 sound um, quality is very poor yeah. right now. Are you sure that really yeah, does not better. sound like him? It's him. It's him for sure. Well, he's also not cursing at you. Are you sure it's him? Well, he probably put down the bottle tonight early. Marty, how you doing? No, I'm. Uh, see. Yeah, see See why did it, why did it, why does Todd take that jab? I'm calling the Todd politics. Todd, don't take those cheap fucking jabs at me. You know, if you want, I'm excuse and Bernie Sanders and Trump. I, I can do this all day. Okay, so what do you want to say? Go ahead. You know, let, let's talk about numbers. Let's talk about no, let me give me please. Okay. Is it, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't. He's breaking up. Okay, Marty, no, you're gonna I have can't. you're gonna have to try again, Marty. I, I cut you off here. Uh, Honest to God, I'm not even saying being to be sarcastic. I, I didn't. That did not sound like him. No, it, I mean it, I know it, it's him now, but yeah. it, I can barely hear him. Yeah, it's uh, it was a very terrible connection. So whatever Is it way he Skype, was, he called through or for from a phone. number? He called from a phone number. Huh. So it sounded like it was a bad Skype connection. Yeah, it did. So whatever it is, it called back here. It's a. I guess it's a small chance it's still my internet, but it, it sounded like it was just on his beat. You guys sound perfect. You guys still fighting? Uh, I, I don't think there's any time when we're not uh, in some yeah, way. Well, you know, it's a little-known secret that the two of you once actually met in person, and... Uh, I've seen the photograph. I've, met him, I, I've yeah. actually seen him in person a few times. Well, yeah, uh, no, that's all right. Well, I, remember, I, mean, I was there. I remember the first time you guys ever met. The first time was Money... money, money uh, what is it? Money Plays? The yes. bar right yes. off uh, yeah. Flamingo. Okay. No, well, he, yeah, he so, actually came down to my apartment at one point. In, I remember in I was there. Yeah. So and okay, you went to his later on. Look, the thing is, there's never an excuse. When you've got a, a, an insurmountable lead, what it looks like, like 25 points, and, and then you, you let it slip to eight, there's no excuse for that. You've got, uh, you, you have to see that coming, and Hillary has a history of, of ignoring the competition that's uh, behind her until it's too late, and she was – uh, up till then, she was criticizing the Republicans, but never going after Sanders, and and then allow that allowed him to gain some momentum, because there, yeah, there, there was nothing she, out there that was negative she, about him. She changed her tune. Uh, yeah, she changed her tune now. It's just like the Sanders thing is a pipe dream. It's it's like an exactly. It's, an, it's like an ultra conservative candidate on the right. It's like yeah, people he gets a lot of groundswell. You know, people get excited about him, so he he, he gains his points. But at the end of the day, people are going to come. To their senses I mean, and realize why would we why would we nominate a guy we know can't get elected? It's I'll tell you this: happen. there's not a lot of things in this world that I'd bet my life net worth on, but I would bet my life net worth this guy's not going to win the nomination. Well, he is. He is. I will tell you since his peak last he's week, he's close in Iowa, but that's that's. Well, 
Last week he got to his closest point. It was down only 8.3 nationally, which which got to be kind of close. But now he slipped to behind uh, 13.2 nationally, which kind of puts him out of reach again. And then in Iowa he's four behind, so he's probably going to lose there. Yeah, he'll win New Hampshire easily, but that's because he's right next to New Hampshire and Vermont. So uh, so he'll win there, but that's kind of meaningless. Uh, Trump is going to destroy New Hampshire. He's he's up by 30 or by 20 points there. Uh, Kasich is actually second there, but uh, in Iowa it's going to be close. But Trump is Gotten a little ahead there. Uh, it, it's, still spending more money than anybody else, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jeb Bush. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of. Oh, oh, yeah, you missed earlier in the show Ken Scaler. Yeah, Ken Scaler, he thinks Jeb Bush. Ken Scaler is engaging in old school thinking. The he thing thinks is, Jeb Bush is what? He thinks he's, he's going to come back nominee. and he's going to come back and be the nominee because never he has all the money. The, nope, the, the thing happened. is, Ken Scaler and, and others are, are still engaging in old school thinking. What's very new about this election in 2016. Is that and Donald Trump helped prove this? Is that the old school model of spending a lot of money and blanketing ads everywhere does not work in a, in a presidential election anymore? Because there's too much social media. There's there's too yeah. many there's too many media outlets all over the internet and and on TV giving free publicity. I mean, to interesting I candidates. Remember, you remember back in the day, unless you read the newspaper. Or watch TV, you didn't even know who the presidential nominees really were. Yeah, because there wasn't any other outlet, you know. And that's why and that's that's an excellent, excellent point you're bringing up. You know, with Twitter, with Facebook, with I mean, all these different methods now, it, it, it definitely is not as paramount. And, and, and what? And you know what? He's got over a hundred million dollars in his super PAC. And it's not going to make a difference in the world. Yeah, it's and so, so so Trump has done something very smart. He's just been interesting and, and uh, coverage-worthy for, for the media, and the media it, runs it, to it, him and, and covers him for free. The other thing that you have to take into consideration, and, and this is really truthful, if these guys were smart, you know, whether it's YouTube or you know, some other form of social media, the percentage of Americans – I mean, I don't know what it is, but the percentage of Americans that actually watch commercials, I mean, it's got to be below 30%. I mean, I know I don't watch commercials. Yeah, it's gone way down. I I, I don't, unless, I mean, honestly, the only time I watch a commercial is if it's a mistake. Or I'm watching something and I just, I'm busy eating and I just don't grab the remote in time to fast forward to get to, you know, the continuation of what I'm watching. I don't watch commercials at all. In fact, even live TV, I normally will record and wait till it's over, if I, you know, if if I can, just so I don't have to do that. I mean, so think about that. Like, compared to back in the day when you had to watch them, you know, what percent of Americans are are watching commercials? What would you guys even guess? It, it's yeah, it's got to be pretty low. A lot of people are not even watching traditional TV anymore, and those right. that are, a lot of them are fast forwarding. So, I mean, it. how many ads have you guys seen that you can recall? Of Jeb Bush on on on. Oh, I've Bush seen I've seen zero so far. I don't think I've seen one either. And well, I I don't know if they're running it in these states, but uh, what I'll say here is that they it's a totally different game now. Trump has spent very little and and has gotten the most coverage, spending the least pretty much because they run to him to cover him. And there's so many ways you can be covered now for free. That you don't need to spend money, and uh, and and the way to what Trump's proven a way you can win is just by being media coverage worthy, and and they come to you, and you don't need to spend. It, right. It's a di- it's a different situation than it ever was, and, and like more back so. Back in the early '80s, you know, I don't know, someone would put out an ad. 
Pat Buchanan hates Jews. This presidential <laughs> ad was sponsored, but you know what I mean? And yeah. all the Jews in Florida, oh my God, he hates the Jews. You know, Mildred, that's, you know, I mean, it, but it's, it's just, it's not like that anymore. But even in 2008 and 2012, uh, there was more, spending money on your campaign was worth more than it is today. Today it's worth less than ever in 2016. It's a big change. It's one of the biggest changes we've had recently. Uh, in politics, and, and this year is proving it, and, and this is why one of the many reasons that Trump has has surprised people, and, and this is the reason that some are still in denial about Bush. They think he has so much money, he'll find a way to to, to win. One, you can't. The one, the one strategy that I'll I'll give Bush credit for, and this is absolutely amazing, is he's been doing now. It seems like for months, but I guess it's probably been about two months at the most. These small little town hall meetings in New Hampshire. And a recent poll came out that said something like it was like either two and a half or three out of three out of every ten residents of New Hampshire have either met or seen Jeb Bush, and that's kind of fucking nuts <laughs> to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, just the old school like campaigning door to door. Well, I'll, I'll tell you how this happens. I I was uh, one time I was driving through New Hampshire in, in, at night and. Uh, we saw this a lot of activity on on like a field somewhere. This is a small town. A lot of activity on a field. So we pulled over just to see what it was, and we got out, and it was some sort of high school football rally, and the whole town was there. Literally, the whole town was at this high school football rally, and they had they had out food you, you, they were giving for free, and that's not why we stopped. But but we stopped there just to kind of experience what it's like to be at a small town high school football rally. It was actually kind of fun. And nobody had any idea we were from out of the area. Like, who would ever think that people from uh, Nevada or California are over there? But uh, in a lot of these towns, anything like that happens and everyone's going to want to come. Every single resident is going to want to come, uh, with only a few exceptions. Now, in, in the, the few bigger cities that are in New Hampshire, then you're not going to get as many or as high of a percentage of, of the residents. But in all these towns... Like something like that is is huge, and everyone wants to be part of it. It's it's one of these things where uh, the town acts as one a lot more, even than in small towns in other areas. Maybe in the west that you may not be. Uh, the, it's a different culture over there, so I can see how that would happen. I can see how Bush has pulled that off, and he is he is up to uh, eight point three. He's been rising there, but to to, to beat Trump, well, that's because he's met. Four out of every yeah. fucking ten residents. But, but he still got, and he still got, doesn't even have forty percent. So he's only like one tenth of the people that meet him still want to vote for. Him. Yeah, he's moved up, but the thing is, that he's still twenty-four points behind Trump. So Trump's going to easily win that one. And uh, Iowa's close, but I, I've also I've thought that they're overemphasizing the importance of Iowa and New Hampshire. There's there's this what I think is a false belief that uh, if you win those, you win one of the two, that it's well, going to create this momentum and propel you to winning all the other states. I, I don't believe that's true. I think it's it's only a small bump you get from it. I mean, it, I, it, I, listen, yeah. I'll give you that uh, Master Scaler is a idiot savant. I mean, he's obviously a very bright, smart, intelligent guy, but uh, he's, I, in my opinion, he's way off. Bush has no chance. Of course. I mean, and at, it, Unless he wins one of the first two states. Because that's what is important. Those first two states are not that important unless you're you're on the brink of almost not being in the race. Yes, I like agree with that. The, the 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 two front runners can weather a loss in one or even possibly both. But if you're you know six out of six, 
and you're six out of six in the polls and there's no surprises, that's when you bow out because you need money and no one's going to give you money because you have no momentum. That's where the momentum comes in. So you might see candidates drop out after the first two states that didn't have a chance, seemingly anyway, unless, you know, Kasich wins or comes second or something like that. But Trump and Cruz, it's, it's not going to matter. Okay. Uh, and Trump's going to – I think he'll win both and go on to the nomination. You know, and this is actually pretty interesting. I, I, I didn't want to say this before. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter now. Marco Rubio and I both went to the same high school. I didn't know that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Both went to the same high school in South Florida. He graduated two years before I did. But uh, being that when I went to the high school that I went to, it was 9 through 12. I know – some back then, that was kind of when they were going, you know, they're still 10th through. When you guys went to high school, was it, were ninth graders in high school or was yes. it still junior high? Yeah, where I did it was ninth. yeah. yeah See, me, we, we didn't have junior high. We had 8 to 12. Wow, 8 to 12. Hmm. Hmm. Anyhow, do, do you think, though, and I know a lot of people don't like to hear this uh, politician stuff, so we don't have to stick on it, but do you think it's true what you're saying that Rubio, though, is the future of the party? Uh, yes. Well, I don't know if uh, – maybe. I, can I mean see. it's him or someone like him because the, the problem is the minority vote, which gets bigger every year and the Republicans lose more of every year. Yeah, they, ha- they so have to find a way to – they want to win, they have to get it. So they're going to need a minority candidate. Yeah, they'll have to find someone that, yeah, like him, either him or like him. And uh, uh, I, I just – I don't think he's going to do it this time. I think he's too far out, off at this point. He's just not, not quite – he's not quite capturing uh, – and he's only like forty three years old, though. I mean, he's yes. got, no, he has yeah. time. He has time as yeah. far as uh, to recover, and you can you can lose a primary and, and come back and win the next time. I mean, even even Mitt Romney did that. He didn't win the presidency, but he, he lost in 08 and came right back in twelve and won. Uh, so yeah, so let's let's move on past the the politics topic. Uh, is have you guys uh, heard of Hayden Ware, formerly of WSEX? I don't even know what WSEX is. Uh, World, World Sports Hayden. Exchange. I don't know what that is. It, it was a, uh, a failed uh, uh, sports and poker site, uh, online poker site, that uh, uh, eventually uh, closed and ran off with people's money. But uh, Hayden Ware was a fugitive for 15 years uh, for, for running W6, and, uh, and he took money out of it. Uh, he, Wait, Andre Ware, the no, guy from the Eisman Trophy winner? Hayden Ware. Oh, Hayden and, Ware. And, and so uh, hmm. he, he he stole at least a million dollars from it. But he also made way more than that just on, on the business, but he also stole over a million. He used to post pictures all the time, social media, of these uh, these sweet houses he had in Europe and just to, to flaunt all the money he had. And uh, he wants to come back to the U.S. now. Uh, I guess uh, – his mom is sick, and he wants to see her. And uh, a judge named uh, James Francis IV has decided, after 15 years of being a fugitive, uh, for, both for uh, for running an illegal online gambling site and stealing from the gambling site, that they're going to reduce it all the way down to just one charge of conspiracy, and he will get no more than a year in jail and maybe zero days in jail. And uh, this is what I think, uh, and then I'll let you all continue. I think it should come down to the opinion of the attorney for the Southern District of New York. 
Because doesn't he ultimately just decide everything anyhow? <laughs> well, it actually wouldn't be bad because this guy this guy looks like he's going to get away. He stole over a million dollars. Players got screwed. In 2013, they completely closed. And uh, the, they already were having trouble paying in 2009. And then for four years, they continued to operate. And eventually, they uh, they owed over a million dollars that, that – this guy, this guy just kept taking money out of there, so he he was the one who stole it, and uh, and, and so so he stole over a million dollars. So in addition to running a uh, an illegal site, he stole money out of the site, and now he's going to be able to come back to the U.S. and maybe not spend a day in jail, which which actually makes uh, Mycon's deal look bad. Because Mycon at least had to pay a fine, not a very big one, and and. Uh, uh, but Mike, I didn't steal anything from anyone. But but this guy stole over a million dollars and, and is going to get to come back and, and has been a fugitive for 15 years. So uh, that's uh, that looks like it might happen because he wants to come back and see his mommy. So it's, it's amazing how you have these lenient judges. And you know, it's one thing to say, OK, we're going to let the person off because they uh, they just ran an illegal gambling site, but they didn't hurt anybody. But the, here he stole money and he ran off. Here so he Woody had... Allen's married to his daughter, and every two years he gets nominated for an Oscar. So what are you going to do? <laughs> Soon Yi Previn? I mean, yeah. really? Jesus. So, okay. Uh, the uh, uh, a, At the Valley View Casino, this might interest you, Brandon. A, Is that the one where you hit all the flushes, the royal flushes? Yeah, a guy wins. Not all the – he had two royal flushes. In a, in a relatively short time, but not like back to back or anything. Just ban them then. They just they That's just banned them. They they say That's they, what I would do. <laughs> you're gone. Well, you, they did it to the guy that worked for Microsoft that made the yes, squiggly yes, thing. Yes, yes, that was uh, Richard Richard Brody. Richard Brody. Oh, the palms, yeah. Richard he has Brody. His own little no, no, from Har- he got, no, he got he got banned from uh, Harris actually. He's got his little Sunyi Previn Asian girl. You ever meet her? No, no. I, I, I've known. I actually knew pretty well a girl that he dated uh, in around '08. But was she Asian? No, she was actually white. <laughs> but I, I know he's dated other Asian, like Asian girls are a lot younger than him. Yeah. Well, anyhow, if so, you so, have more than one royal in a short amount of time, you're obviously cheating. Ban him. Yeah. So, so I could imagine what happened to me. I hit six royals at the Rincon back in March. I'd never let you come in. I'd fuck you on Bob Newhart night. <laughs> Ban him. <laughs> okay, It'd so, be your fifth night to stay, and if you had to stay, I'd make you stay in the noisy tower. Ban him. Right, actually, actually, ba- banning me would be better than making me stay in the noisy tower. But here's here's what the guy wrote on a Yahoo group. This is my first experience of being kicked out of a California Indian casino for winning. I played video poker at this casino on and off for a few years. This is the Valley View Casino in California. Uh, for the past year, I've been playing the ten dollar. Not so ugly deuces wild game, which is a ninety nine point seven three return game, and not hit a royal flush until this past November. So he he'd been playing for a while without even hitting one. Then on in December I hit a second royal flush. I was only playing about eight hundred hand sessions three or four times a month, so this is obviously a fluke. Last week I got a phone call from a casino manager saying they didn't want me to play there any longer, and my account had been closed. He said they review accounts quarterly, and mine had been chosen for termination. I asked about my unredeemed points. And he said the account was already closed. I could speak to the GM and said I, I would take it to tri- the Tribal Gaming Commission if necessary since the points were worth about $3,000. He called me back in about 10 minutes and said they would pay me by check for my points. Now, I know, Brandon, you've got points confiscated before. You didn't get any check from this. You just got you just lost the points, right? I never got anything because in – well, at least in American casinos, and I imagine it would be the same in, in one run by Indians, the little uh, – 
disclaimer always says we reserve the right. And once it says we reserve the right, that basically means we can fuck you if we choose to. Yeah. So they. So, yeah. Surprisingly, they paid the guy. You know what? I, I, I'm just reading what you're saying, and it's not even the fact that he posted this on a Yahoo user group. A hundred percent. He's not telling the whole story. It just that doesn't happen. I've worked in casinos. I have friends that still work in casinos. I'm not talking about you know blackjack dealers or low entry people. Guy hits two rolls. They're not banning him. Well, hold on. It's either lying or there's more. No, to hold stuff. on. But the, the, hold on. Listen to the rest of the story. I, I believe him. I'll tell you why. Uh, he said when I went to get the check, everyone was very nice, but I was made to sign a letter that I would never gamble at Valley View Casino again. It was not a trespass, and I was told I am welcome to come back for the hotel or for the restaurants. Uh, and then he goes on to say the buffet is good there. Who cares? Uh, he says, uh, they stressed I hadn't done anything wrong or illegal, but was just too good of a player. If the problem is the $10 not-so-ugly-deuces or jacks-or-better machines, you know, which are high-paying machines, uh, th- there are only two of these machines with these games. It seems like eliminating the games instead of the players would be a better solution. I see lots of play- people playing the $5 not-so-ugly-deuces there. Maybe you're okay if you only hit one or two royals in a quarter. Maybe you... Maybe you might okay, want. Okay, so if he's a plus EV player, then that, there you go. That's why. Well, no, this is what I think him. is happening. No, I think this is what's happening. Okay, you can't be a plus EV player on. Maybe, maybe with a point, but probably well, not. I'm saying counting comps and what you get out of it, you can. That's no, I, I think you're probably not. I think you're probably still not. But I think it's like this. I think it's probably very close to even after the comps, and I think they're figuring. Look, the guy hit two royals. We see he's he's playing well enough to where he's probably a perfect strategy player. At best, we're a tiny, tiny favorite over him. But what if he's figured something out we don't realize? What if he's figured out how to make it plus EV that we don't know? What if there's some strategy in the game that we haven't figured out? Screw it. He's not worth it. Let's get rid of him. That's what I think happened. I think that he was too close to a break-even player and that uh, they just... And why would somebody betting low denominations like that even be on their radar? He wasn't. It wasn't low denomination. A ten dollar video poker is is high. That because that's fifty dollars a hand. I walk by all the time at the Red Rock, which is a locals casino, and they have multiple in their high limit room, multiple video poker games. Five hundred dollars a spin. A three of a kind locks it up. And and I see multiple people, people I don't even know. Okay, like, let, it's not like it's the same people. Let, let me tell I you mean, something. That's the Red Rock. I'm telling you that the California Indian casinos, even the Rincon, which is the, uh, a very big one, yeah. they it's a different story over there. First of all, they're super risk averse over there because they're it, each tribe runs one. It, it, every little bit they lose, it, it hurts them. They're they're constantly paranoid about variants, and they and to them a ten dollar video poker player. Uh, actually, is a big deal. In fact, the Rincon has been degrading their pay tables just to chase out players like that. They've been, they've, they've, all these Indian casinos are very, very worried about p- not just positive EV players, but even players who are close to break even that may just beat them with variants. Okay. They hate that type of player. I know these casinos well. I don't know the Valley View specifically that well, but I know the whole scene over there pretty well. Okay, and it's totally and believable. If that, if that is a case, what's what? I mean, and I'm not being critical of you. I'm, What's newsworthy of this? What, what's newsworthy this of this? All the time. Well, no. What's newsworthy of this is that uh, hitting two royals just triggered them to kick him. It wasn't. It, it, it just he hit two royals that must have made I them. Mean, I got eighty six out of every MGM Mirage uh, casino in the in the entire United States. But you were doing something. Months. You were doing something. You were doing something non-standard. I'm not saying you were doing something wrong, but you were doing something non-standard that they thought maybe you have an angle with. He was just playing video poker. He was just sitting down playing the video well, poker games they were like offering. He was playing perfect strategy, and that's what scared him. 
But either way, I don't, I don't, I mean, this happens every day of the year where people that are just decent, good, smart players are, are, are backed off or they're. I, I haven't seen a video poker. I mean, blackjack, yes, all the time. But well, video I, poker, look what happened to Richard Brody. That's, that's going to say, there's only two incidents of this I know of. There's the Richard Brody oh, no, one with, with Harris, and they, and they, uh, they rescinded that. They, they reversed it. After there was enough outrage about it, so I think they may only. I think he had to agree he won't play the video poker there anymore, which now they probably don't care about because it sucks at all the Caesar's properties. But back then it didn't. So, but they made him. I think they made him agree not to play it anymore. But they did let him back in the World Series. He was banned from gambling at any Caesar's property in any way, including the World Series, at the time when this happened in 07. But uh, there is that, and there's this. I haven't. This is unusual. Here's just an example. Here's just an example. I mean, not that, you know, just to tell you, this is an article. <clears throat> Greek Town Casino recently ejected 30 video poker players in recent weeks because they have been unprofitable customers, casino officials. When said. was this? Uh, this was a number of years ago, like six years ago. But still, I'm just saying it, ha- it happens. It, it's not anything rare. The players' winnings combined with cashback incentives and comps are costing the casino, according to Greek town officials, who said the casino would have to consider broader cost-cutting measures if it didn't bar some of their gamblers. Anyhow, I'm just saying this this happens more than you think. And it's only when a big-name player or somebody like Richard Brody or somebody that, that – either lost a lot or won a lot where it just kind of becomes mainstream news. But in the casino business in general, it, it's really not. Well, I think this is important for people to hear, though, because this isn't widely known. This is not widely known by video poker. In fact, I had thought that the Richard Brody thing was a fluke. I had not he- heard of this ever happening except for that. So that's why I thought this was newsworthy for the show. And I think for the listeners here, many of whom play video poker, uh, it kind of sucks that it's one thing if you find out some kind of trick or, or exploit that uh, even if, if it's a legal one, even if it's legal what you're doing, uh, it's one thing if you figure that out and, and figure out how to beat them and they don't like it and kick you. This is if you play exactly by the rules they've set forth with no shenanigans whatsoever, that if you play good enough strategy that they're going to throw you. So they, they basically want a loser and a clear loser, not someone who's going to lose by 0.02%, that, that they'll kick you. And I think that's a, a very bad thing for the players, that here the games are offered, but then if you play them and don't make dumb mistakes – then they don't want you as a customer. That's uh, that's pretty offensive to me. I, it may happen more often than, than people think, but I think it's important everybody knows this. Hmm. So at least I'll give Valley View credit at least. At least they gave the guy his comps in uh, in a check form. They, they could have said to him, okay, you have $3,000 worth of comps. You can spend them in our restaurants. You can use them here, but uh, we're not going to give you cash for this. They didn't have to give him anything, but to actually give him cash for this was pretty nice. Uh, but but it, it isn't very nice. I... I, I think he's you know, right. If you're going to offer these games and and p- people play them, it's not like card counting where they can say we don't intend you to do for you to do this. If they're going to offer video poker and you play the right video poker strategy and they kick you for that, that's pretty crappy. There is a sweep in Vegas about two three years ago, and you're going to laugh at this, but it's true, where there were a number of slot players that were banned. Slots <laughs> was Slots. my was my kind one of them. And, and and I mean this isn't a joke. And they were doing a lot of like what Mike Kahn was doing and what Alan Kessler, uh, I assume, is still doing, but maybe not because he doesn't tweet about it much or, or post as much as, as he used to do. And what this was, was 
up until recently, and, and I guess they're still there, but not anywhere near the frequency of, of where they used to be, there were tons of machines in every casino that had what's called minor and major jackpots. Do you know what, what I'm referring to, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're must-hit by jackpots. And usually the first one would be small, like $50. And then the second one would be anywhere from a 500 to $1,199. And the reason why it would it'd be that $1,199 is because that's the threshold that it can pay without uh, – you know, hitting a jackpot and, and having paperwork to be involved. And, you know, you can still basically cash out without there being a hand pay. And what people would do is they would literally scout. And even like in a small casino, you know, like the Palms, I remember there, there was probably maybe 30, 35, even 40 of these kind of games. And, you know, I'm not really a math guy, um, but, you know, the, the people that were doing this literally figured out uh, how much coin in you need to put in? Meaning, say the minimum jackpot was a fifth must hit by fifty dollars, and it was at like forty two or forty eight. They would figure out how much coin in you'd have to put in, plus theoretically what you would could win or lose to get it to hit. Yeah, I remember Mike. Mike walked me by these machines and showed me ex- that's what he exactly. Was doing. So people started doing this, and they were making a profit. They were scouting out machines with literally with the patience and and uh, you know just. The fortitude just to, to, you know, they were smart, they were disciplined, they were patient. Yeah, I know. You know, and, I, I knew someone 15 years – I actually had sex with a girl in Vegas 15 years ago who did this for a living, believe it yeah, or not. Yeah, so, I mean, so, uh, so <laughs> they, they were teams. And, uh, you know, I'll kid you not, Kessler, and again, I don't know if he does this now, he would sometimes drive around to 15, 20 casinos in a single day. And if he couldn't find a play that was right, wouldn't play at all. I mean, it takes a lot of discipline. Not only that, it, it seems so boring to me. I could never do it. It would be the, like the worst existence to me to, to be doing that, even if I'd be profitable. Yeah. Let's say someone said, I can see the future, and, and I could believe them. I can see the future, and if you do this for the year 2016, uh, you will be profitable. You're, you're not going to make a million dollars, but you're going to be profitable, and you'll make a nice profit. I, I, I would hate every day of my life doing this. I, I would absolutely hate doing this. It would be so boring. So but boring. But also somebody like you, you know, that that relatively is a, is a high-stakes gambler, what would be the incentive of winning a $50 minor, even an $1,100? No, I know. That's the other problem. When, you played, when an average pot you used to play would be $1,100, $1,200, $1,500, So, it, it, you know, a lot of it's that too. How, you know, you used to play... Two hundred, four hundred online, or well, even for game, even go, go to even go to today at thirty sixty online. It's still way too big compared to that. I mean, there's plenty right. of pots over a thousand dollars there. Walk and scout and, and do all that to, to try to you know win fifty bucks. So, but anyhow, they ban people for doing, it. and that's something you know. I, I know we talked about this over the years, but many people don't know that in Las Vegas, unless it's one of your federal rights, you know, such as age, race, religion. You know, discrimination. Casinos in Las Vegas can kick you out for any reason they want. Yep. Any reason they don't have to have a reason. You know, it's not like walking into a McDonald's or you know a library. I mean, they can just tell you we don't want you in here. They don't have yep. to give you a reason. They don't have to tell you why. They just basically, and, and that's kind of strange about what you said about the not uh, the gentleman that that just got barred. He wasn't trespassed because that's normally the first step. What they'll do is. They will trespass you, and what that means is they'll, 
you know, let you know that you're trespassed. They'll have security escort you off the property. And then that gives them the legal right that if you show up again on the property to have you arrested. Yeah. And they don't have to give you any other reason, any other warning, nothing. I mean, literally, if, if you know, a lot of guys, and I guess it's not too prevalent anymore, but there is a guy that uh, now he's black. He's, he's in the Nevada Black Book, meaning that he can't go into any casino in the entire state. But there was a guy that uh, I guess I shouldn't even say allegedly because he was convicted and it was proven in court. But he had ties to the mob. His name was Rick Rosolo, and he also – and I might be pronouncing the last name wrong. He also at one time or the other was the owner of a strip club in Las Vegas called the Crazy Horse which before Sapphires and uh, the other big one, Spearman Rhino, that was that was you know, yeah I remember that the eighties and nineties along with cheetahs, it was basically just the the must go to you know strip club in, in Vegas. Anyhow, he had connections to uh, you know, crime syndicates, the mob, and even before he was convicted of anything, just because of his reputation, uh, basically every casino on the strip, and this was around 2001, 2002, right after I moved here, they ended up banning him. And not that he had even done anything wrong in their casinos, not that he even frequented them. I mean, I don't know. But uh, ended up just banning him. It's kind of like it's kind of like how uh, Mason Malmuth just bans me when I haven't broken any rules. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, this is very, very small that, that it can happen. But, for instance, Druff and I, or even Daredevil, and we're on here and we're critiquing the World Series of Poker, we're saying things are a fail. If they really want to do it, and they wouldn't, just because of the publicity, and I mean, that that just would look shitty on them that someone's critiquing them. But if they wanted to, they could just ban us. And, yeah, you know, I know, and I've yeah. thought of that before, too. I've thought of it, like, uh, because there, there have been reports that the World Series is, is unhappy when, when media criticizes them. I've, I've heard reports about that. So people have asked me, you like playing in the World Series, are you afraid to do shows that are critical of the World Series. And I said, no, because I, I believe the World Series wouldn't do that to me because I, I, they know I would make a lot of noise about it and, and it would look bad for them. So I think that, uh, you know, unless I did something uh, over the top, which, which I wouldn't do, you know, I just express my opinion, but I don't ever uh, do anything really over the top, uh, it'll be fine. So, uh, yeah. But anyhow, that's the point. I mean, they don't have to give you any reason, um, you know, if, if I'm winning too much money, whether it's Red Rock, whether it's you know, something like the Bellagio, they don't want me there. But you don't, you're not allowed to come, and I don't have any recourse. So yep. that's something to always, you know, remember, especially if you live out here. You know, don't do stupid shit. Don't burn your bridges. If you want to live in this city, if you want to be able to come out here and visit, just keep that in mind that, you know, you basically are a guest here. Even though I live here and this is my home, I'm a guest here. And, I, you know, when I'm in a casino, when I'm somewhere, I do show that kind of respect. I mean, I... You know, I, I don't ever do anything that would put me in a bad situation because you have to think now more than ever. I mean, you take away the two big companies and you're basically left with like, you know, a handful of other casinos. That's why I, that's why I stopped playing blackjack, because I was yeah. I, I don't want to lose the large numbers of properties from getting caught exactly. card counting. So I just and if you were going to ever do that. You know, you'd want to go somewhere like the Hard Rock or Tuscany. Right, right. You know, that, that, that's what I think. Banned, it wouldn't it wouldn't affect you. I mean, Harrah's, MGM, I mean, those are nationwide. You're talking casinos in Mississippi, Atlantic City, in the Midwest, yeah. you know, all over. I, I actually think when I 
the time I want to play blackjack the most now is when I'm in some out-of-the-way casino that I know I'm never going to come back to, and I don't care if they ban me. Now, unfortunately, a lot of those are small, so they get very, very paranoid about card counters because they can't uh, – Well, and, and right. I mean if, if – They can't accept the loss places, very well. If you, even if you start firing green chips, you're going to have people looking at you. Yeah, so that's the problem. You get kicked very fast. But, but uh, like that, that's just – when I'm playing somewhere, if I'm going to – Play blackjack and card count. I I always consider. I always ask myself if I get completely kicked out and trespassed in the casino, is this going to be very upsetting to me? And if the answer is yes, then I don't do it. So I so for that reason, I, for sure, I don't ever play blackjack anymore in any MGM property or any Caesars property. I just don't. Yeah, it, it's crazy to think about like the, the strip and, and what a duopoly it is, because if you think of like basically from Mandalay Bay to TI, there's only one property on that side that's not one of those two. And then the other side from, you know, Tropicana to Venetian, there's only one pro- there's only one thing on that side that's not one of those two. I mean, you get banned from those two, you, the strip's basically over for you. Yeah, what scared me is that uh, at the Bellagio and Aria, the last two times I got backed off with Blackjack, uh, it, wasn't, it was never an actual back off, but it was close to one, and it scared me from ever doing any of these properties again. Uh, at the Bellagio, some pit boss, a male pit boss looked around my age, uh, came up to me and said, all right, Todd, flat bet from here on out. You can uh, you can bet the same amount the whole way, but you can't adjust your bet. And so then I, I picked up my chips and he, to stand up to leave, and he says, what, leaving now? Why would you leave? Why? He was trying to mock that uh, you know he caught me doing something here. And so, so I just didn't answer him and walked away. But uh, the disturbing thing to me, I wasn't using a player's card. And he called me Todd. Then the same thing happened at the Aria. A little, a little bit different, but I was playing at the Aria when it was new, playing blackjack, and a female pit boss that I'd never seen before comes up and says, Hi, Todd. How are you doing today? Didn't give a player's club card. Didn't recognize her. So I knew what she was trying to do. I knew she was trying to f- freak me out. So I said back to her, Oh, I'm sorry. Do I know you? And she didn't know how to answer that. She says, uh, I'm... Um, Oh, I knew you from the Mirage. Well, I hadn't played in the Mirage in years, and when I did, it was very little. There's no way she knew me from the Mirage. So it was obviously they knew of me just by face, and uh, and knew I was a counter. And and uh, I think they didn't want to cause a scene at the table of kicking me, so they just uh, sent her to do this, and then I would get the message that they know who I am, and then I was going to run off. And it worked. I, I got up and ran off. So. Uh, the the point is here. I was like, okay, this is getting too close. If I continue here, they're gonna just uh, kick me, and that, that'll be that. So I, I that was the last time I ever played blackjack at an MGM property after that Aria thing. That was right when the Aria opened, whatever year that was. So I, I hardly play anymore, and uh, it's too bad. I, I kind of enjoyed it, but uh, wasn't worth the risk. And uh, okay, so. Uh, Let's talk about uh, – I'll, I'll give a quick rundown of, of this uh, topic that I know you guys love so much. Uh, Daily Fantasy Sports, It's. Uh, it seems like every attorney general of a major state now is jumping on the bandwagon to declare it as illegal gambling. And the latest big state to do it is Texas. Texas has – the attorney general there has declared that Daily Fantasy Sports is illegal gambling. 
And that's that's the way they go after it. As I've said on other shows, they they don't go after the shadiness and the insider cheating and all that. That that's harder to prove. It's much easier to just prove it's gambling. You're not licensed to do this. Get out. So, Attorney General Ken Paxton of Texas said it's illegal gambling according to Texas state law. Interestingly, he didn't go off on on daily fantasy sports being bad or uh, criticizing it. He didn't give a personal opinion. He just said he examined the state laws. And the state laws, uh, by the state laws, this is considered gambling. They don't have a license to do so. So therefore, it's illegal state gambling. That's it. And uh, he quoted the section number of their law. And that's it. So uh, uh, DraftKings and FanDuel responded with the usual thing about we, we disagree with the um, with the attorney general and his prediction of what the courts may or may not do if ever presented with the issue. Uh, the Texas legislature has expressly authorized games of skill, blah, blah, blah. So uh, it's not banned there yet. It would have to be banned by the courts. This is the attorney general saying that he sees it as illegal gambling. It's kind of like tipping his hand that he's about to take action here. So, And they're going to fight it just like they've been doing in, uh, in New York, just like they're going to do in Illinois. Uh, the thing is, all the major states now, except for California and Florida, are now attempting to make daily fantasy sports illegal or at least to make it temporarily illegal to set up some sort of regulation for it to operate. So uh, it's interesting that big states are doing this and that, that you know, that's really going to choke off their, uh, their customer base. You know, if, if Texas, New York and Illinois, if you can't have players in those states, that's going to be a big blow. And then if, if for some reason, California and Florida do it, that's going to really choke off a, a very large portion of the country. That's the, the, the biggest population centers uh, in, in the country, the five biggest. So, we will see where it goes. I'm not going to talk about it anymore since we've had listener requests not to do- go too long on this and host requests not to go too long on this. So there we go. Uh, here comes another favorite topic, Bitcoin. Uh, <laughs> Daredevil's groaning. Uh, Brandon, do you like the Bitcoin topics or not? I, I guess the, the silence is the answer to that. I think I mentioned Daily Fantasy Sports. You probably went to go have a cigarette. He probably he probably just ran off to uh, uh, to go do the cigarette thing again. And uh, I mean, you have to give me credit. I, I waited till the end of the show, so at least give me that. You know, no, turn off that phone there. So, so yeah, uh, Bitcoin had a pretty major development that sent the price tumbling down again. But of course, uh, the Bitcoin faithful ha- have uh, recovered from it, and they're they're starting to buy again, and the price is starting to go up. Uh, Brandon, do you have anything to say about this? Hmm. Never mind. All right, so uh, actually, actually, let's just shavings. Oh. No, I hate when these commercials come on. I don't want free commercials on this show. So okay, Bitcoin was at uh, around 450 for a while, and uh, and then came the problem with, with uh, someone delivered an opinion about Bitcoin that was not very flattering. Not just any someone, but a former Bitcoin core developer named Mike Hearn. Uh, Mike Hearn, who was one of the original developers of Bitcoin, declared that Bitcoin has failed. 
and uh, that it's the end is near for it, basically. And his complaint was about the uh, size of the blockchain and the ability to process transactions. That by uh, by not expanding it, that it's never going to go anywhere. That Bitcoin is always going to be just a, kind of like a cute little science project that doesn't go anywhere. That there's just it cannot process enough transactions at once, and and eventually it's just going to fail. So since one of the early developers of Bitcoin was saying this is this isn't some longtime Bitcoin critic saying that it's failed. This is someone who was super pro Bitcoin and in fact was involved in developing it. Uh, also, uh, Mark Andreessen uh, the, dropped away from Bitcoin recently. So, and and Hearn also wrote that he sold all of his Bitcoin. <laughs> so this really scared people, and Bitcoin quickly dropped from 450 all the way down to 357. Uh, Brandon, I, I recorded your comments on this earlier. <laughs> so, uh, so. People were saying this is really serious. Even people who were very pro-Bitcoin in the past, people who used to call this show and post on on the site and argue with me that Bitcoin really does have a future, that I'm just being pessimistic, I'm just bashing it because of Micon liking it. I I got a lot of those responses. Some of those people were posting, hey, I'm really worried now. I think that this is it. The only time that uh, Neverwin posts is about Bitcoins of 90s radio silent. Yeah, yeah, Neverwin posts on Facebook, rants about Bitcoin, and then he just goes quiet again. Every time something good happens, oh, there you go, I told you. And then when something bad happens, he just goes silent. So Bitcoin uh, seemed like it was going to really go in the toilet because even the diehard believers, some of them were starting to change their tune. Hit down to 357. Then it popped back up to the higher threes, kind of stagnated there. And for whatever reason today, has shot up, and now we are back to 414. I have no idea why. I have no idea why everyone was doom and gloom a few days ago. And now they're like, all right, cool. It it didn't completely crash. Okay, we'll just ignore everything that was said there. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even follow it anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I I used to look. I couldn't tell you now. I guess it's what, like in the two hundreds, three hundred. No, no, it's four fourteen. I just said it. It, oh, it fell from four fifty something to three fifty seven, and now it's back to four fourteen. But what surprised me is that you had one of the core developers writing this scathing review of where Bitcoin's gone and how it has no future and it has failed, and people panicked and sold. You think that would be the end of it? But it just seems to have a hundred lives. Like it just there's been so many of these crashes, and then it recovered. It just. You can never predict when the final one's going to be, but I think there's going to happen eventually. At some point, there's going to be one it doesn't recover from. You just It just always seems to have enough blind believers who buy back in. And, uh, and so this has happened again. So, so that's, that's where it stands. And uh, Judon tried to call back in, by the way, and I didn't take his call. But if, if he wants to call in now, uh, I, I'm ready to do it. But uh, it, while we're waiting... He likes to be referred to as Tide now. I'm sorry, Tide. But in, uh, while we're waiting for him to call... Brandon, I know you were gone last week, as was Daredevil. Both of you were just kind of missing in action. So I, uh, Last week, I had a tough time. Last week, I ended the show very frustrated. Uh, I, I had no co-hosts. Everybody was MIA. And uh, you know, I know you guys didn't promise to appear or anything. You didn't flake on me. I just couldn't reach anybody. And, uh, and then my throat hurt a little bit. And then it got to hurt a lot worse from talking myself the whole way. I had traded Ruski a little bit, but uh, you know, he fell asleep. So... I also had to contend with a horrible internet problem. Uh, starting pretty much in 2016, my internet has been terrible. 
I have Horizon Fios, which, despite being known for poor customer service, uh, is known to have good service in, in, in that uh, it works. So I have them for TV, I have them for phone, I have them for Internet, and I've had them for years, and, and they work well. And I, I've, I've had no problems. Yeah, I've, I've had any ish, technical issues I've had have been computer issues, usually not Internet issues. But, but uh, since the beginning of 2016, my Internet has been very poor. And Are you using one of those circa 2001, 2002 Netgear routers? No, no. In fact, the Verizon, router, the Verizon router is, uh, is something that has its own wireless on there. It, it, so it is the router. Their, their, their cable modem is the router. What do you pay a month for internet over there? Well, it, it's complicated. It's part of a whole bundle. But if you were going to just break it all down. I don't know how it would break. As I don't know how it would break because it's a retail price, but then you don't really get that price. You get a much cheaper price for what you – know, so it's just all BS. It's like all smoke and mirrors. So it's hard to say uh, what it I actually is. I pay fifty nine ninety nine for uh, that Cox, the highest speed, whatever, what have you. No, I get cheaper than that with a bundle. Well, of course you do. I, I mean I would wager a large sum you do. So, so sure but, you're, you're cheaper than my phone bill, my gas. What is your – do you have gas? Yeah. What's your gas bill? Well, right. but I don't I don't skimp on that, just whatever it ends well, okay, up. Okay, but what what is your gas bill during the winter? Uh it's it's eighty dollars or something. I'm about hundred twenty. Mm-hmm. What uh what's your electric bill go during the winter? The winter it's lower than the summer. Me, so. Yeah, I'm about eighty. No, no, I'm way higher. Well, I'm in a bigger place during, here. During point. the winter, huh? Yeah. It's because a bigger place, it just use up a lot more electricity. It's a what? It's a bigger place. So it, than mine? Yeah. How do you know? I, I know. What do you mean you know? I, I know these things. <laughs> I know. It's bigger. He's been there with a video camera. He's never. I mean, okay, how many, square, how many square feet is your home? I, I don't want to say, but it's bigger. Okay, is your home bigger than 4,000 square feet? I, I don't want to say, but I tell you it's bigger. Is it? How would you know that? Well, I'm not 100% I'm living, sure. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm about 95%. Are you saying that I'm not worthy? Of no, I'm, I'm just about 95% so you're saying sure. you know that. So I can't be in a ten thousand square. No, I, I think I would have heard about it I if you were. I would have heard about it if you were. I would have heard about it if you were. That's what I'm saying. I think well, I would. You would have heard about. I think it you would have told me. I think you would have told me. That's why. I would just call and say, "Hey, I'm living in a ten thousand." No, I think home. it would have come up at some point. I think it would have come up. Okay. Anyway, uh, so let, let me let me. So get, you're living in a mansion. I wouldn't go that far. Let me let me get to the point here. Did you see the picture I posted in my office? Though I did post that. That's the only picture I've ever posted about this of this place. Hmm. I picture I posted the picture of the office where I do the uh, the radio show from. Anyway, let's, let's that's not the point I'm bringing up here. The point is about the internet. And so last week it was a fail show. I, and there were a lot of people who liked it last week. I was surprised. I thought it was crappy. There's no co-hosts. It kept failing. How many full bathrooms do you have? Uh, five. Oh yeah, it's probably bigger than mine then. All right. Yeah. Go so, ahead. Point proven. <laughs> so, 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 by the way, Todd, when th- there were no co-hosts on the show last week, where did you postulate that uh, we were? Uh, I, I postulated that maybe you were on a, a gay vacation together. Uh-huh. Is, is that true? See, so we, we missed one show, and uh, these are the kind of mud. No, it's not, no, no, no. It's not just missing a show. It's that you were both unreachable at the same time. Both didn't respond to me. About I have coming three and a half bathrooms. I mean, I guess... That's no, that's not fine. Bad. That's, that's not bad. I so, have a custom-made shower. It's like all tile. It's kind of like I, a, I have. I have one of those too. I have one. My shower, shower is kind of like, like like the best way to compare it is like you know the shower is at the Augustus Tower, but like a little bit bigger than that. You know how they're tile? And yeah, you yeah, yeah. Sit and it's you know more than one shower. Okay. 
No, I, in ahead, uh, some some years ago, I, I paid a a contractor to make the the master bathroom very very nice. It's, that's that was the the most upgrades I put in was in the master bathroom. Mm. So it's a so I, I have a one very nice bathroom and the rest are just kind of mediocre. So, uh, so so going to the internet thing. It was very inconsistent. Last week on the show, it cut out like six times. I had trouble with Skype calls. It was a disaster. And and I said, after it was over, I was so frustrated, and I said, I'm not going to do this again next Wednesday, meaning today, unless this significantly improves. Now, uh, at the time, I had already gone through a, a nightmare with, with tech support on January 9th, where, where I was hung up on four different times. When you call Verizon tech support, it's not like the old days. Here's the problem. In the old days when you had internet issues, you'd call up the cable company, tell them you're having internet issues, they send a tech down the next day. No charge, they just send them down, and then they try to figure it out. Well, since then, these companies have gotten cheap, and they've realized that a lot of people who call up with, quote, internet issues are people who don't understand computers very well, who have malware on their computer, or maybe they've got a computer running that's eight years old, or, or their OS has gone corrupt. So it's actually not the internet, it's their computer, and these people don't realize it. So they'd send text down, the text would realize it's this person's computer, and then they've, waste, they've wasted their time. So what they do now at Verizon is they test your line from their end. They, they use tools on their end to test what they can without ever showing up physically to your property. And they determine whether or not it's on your end or their end. Your end meaning like if your house's inside wiring has a problem or if, uh, or if your computer has a problem. So they can, quote, test their end, and if they determine that it's not on their end, they give you the middle finger and basically Do you have an say, elevator in your house? No. So, so they basically say, I'd be scared to have an elevator, honestly, because, like, if it gets stuck, uh, like, like, who's there to save you? I guess you'd have to have a phone or something. Otherwise, I wouldn't want to do it. I got an elevator in my place. Really? Well, again, yeah, that's I'm how jealous. I get my apartment. I'm jealous. Yeah. Okay, so, so what what happens is that do you have a, do you have servant quarters? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I don't know. No, I know. I, no, I have one maid. I don't have the. I have one maid that comes. Your once son a week. isn't one of those kids who has his own pet horse, is he? No, there, there's there's a dog here, as you know, and he and I. Well, it's an old dog. You wanted a nineties dog. dog or... I, I know it's a two thousand five dog. I wanted a dog that reminded me of winning a bracelet. So so I said I, I went around and I said. I want a dog that was born in July 2005, preferably July 4, 2005, when I won the bracelet. And so all the pet stores said, no, we don't have that. And so I couldn't find any dog that was born on July 4th, even July 05. So I finally got this dog that was born in August 05. That was as close as I can get. So that's what I have. It's, it's, okay, it's, if it's, I came over to your house, what would be the chances I'd find an aquarium <laughs> facility? On, on There's no aquarium. Home? There's no aquarium. No aquarium. What yeah. about an equestrian? What, do you have a horse in my house? No. I mean – so so anyway, they, they would not send down a tech. And, and think of how frustrating this is. Your internet's not working. You know from being a technical guy that your internet, that is the, their fault. It's on their end. It just stopped working. You didn't change anything. Your house is fine. It's their fault, and they won't send them. Well, I know with Cox, you can call them, and they can tell you, you know, like you mentioned, on their end what the speed. I don't know. Nothing. Yeah, so they told me their speed they is fine say, on their like, end. Yeah, it's, it's, everything's fine on our yeah, end. Yeah, but they were full of crap. I knew they were full of crap, and they wouldn't believe me, and, and it was – it was so difficult. So argued and argued and argued this past week uh, between the last show. Because after the last show, I was just, I, I was furious, and I said, "I'm either going to get this resolved, or I'm going to disconnect service and go to the other company, go to the cable company." So I fought and fought and fought, and finally got them to concede. Okay, we'll send a tech down, but we're going to charge you a hundred dollars. 
I guess if you really, really demand a tech, they'll send one but charge you $100 for the tech visit. So I said, absolutely not. They said, well, if he determines the problems on our end, we'll waive the fee. I said, I'm not gambling. I'm not gambling with this. I, I know it's on your end, but it's a subjective thing. He could say it is, and I could say it is. And so argue, 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 argue. Finally, after a long battle and talking to several people, they agreed to waive the $100. First, they wanted to charge me the $100 first and waive it later. I had to talk them out of that. Finally, they scheduled a tech for Friday. The, you know, this past Friday, the uh, what, what date was this? The, uh, the 16th. Or the, sorry, the 15th. Friday the 15th, they were going to come. So they told me between 1 and 5, the tech's going to come. All right? So I had stayed up all night playing on, on Bovada, and I was very tired. I dropped How are you doing that, by the way, that Bovada? I, I was on a very nice streak, and then the last week I, I, I haven't done that. I haven't lost that much, but I was, I was, I was killing it for about uh, – uh, between December 9th and January 13th, I think, I won 47K there, which was, was very nice. And then uh, – but then the last week I've won like I, – I didn't win. I've probably lost like 4K in the last week, playing a lot of hands. Are so people still giving me shout-outs in the chat? No, at least not, not in the limit hold'em. So, so one time uh, they did, you said. Yeah, they did. They did in the Omaha game. <laughs> so and they mentioned Team MLK too. So I, I I scheduled for one to five, but I'd stayed up all night and I was exhausted. So I I, I thought okay, I, I need to sleep some, and uh, so yes, I could wake up at one and just wait for the guy. But I I think I'm gonna try to just leave the door open, make sure there's no other noise in the house, and I'll hear the doorbell ring, or maybe and I'll leave the phone right by me with a loud ring, and then you know if he he's supposed to call before he comes also, so hopefully I'll wake up. So I go to sleep and I feel like I'm sleeping for a long time. Have, have you ever woken up and like kind of felt like you've been sleeping a long time? Like like you just know a lot of time has passed. Do you get that yes. feeling when you wake up? Yeah, but I'm not always right about it. I'm usually right, believe. In fact I've gotten so good at it sometimes I can wake up and like I go like I bet it's uh I bet it's eight AM right now. I look and it's seven fifty eight, like things like that. And it's not not even like a time I usually wake up. Like I can wake up and just like think I bet it's this time and be fairly close. It's it's kinda weird. It's like way better than I could do if I'm awake. So so I wake up and I go, Crap, it kinda feels like it's near four. And I look and it's like three forty eight. I go, Oh shit. I bet I missed the guy. I bet I just was so exhausted I just slept through his knocking and, and, and calling me. Look at my phone, no calls. So I call them and go, uh, yeah, I, I know it's not five yet, but it, it, when's the guy coming? They said, uh, actually, we canceled it at 11 a.m. <laughs> I said, what? The time was one to five. They said, yeah, um, we have down here that the tech support department put not a good enough reason to deploy a tech uh, Ticket is closed. <laughs> so some someone overruled it in the tech department, saying that uh, that that they didn't feel the reason to send down the tech that I wanted is good enough, and they're not sending them. So I was furious. Uh, at that point, I enlisted the help of someone who I knew personally that worked at Verizon Tech Support, uh, and and this guy pulled some strings to get the to get them to reschedule for the next day. So a guy came the next day, and lo and behold, guess what? I was right. It is a problem on their end. He verified it. He went directly to the box that connects to the house, saw the speed was slow. And so I was intermittent. And so everything I had claimed was happening, the disconnects, the slow speed, he agreed with all of it. He said, yep, I see it happening, and I see it happening at the box level, which connects directly to our network, so it's, it's nothing in your house, nothing in your computer. You're correct. 100% you're correct. So you'd think that it's a happy ending, then I should have uh, working internet now, and you'd think by listening to this show with zero cutouts tonight, 
zero problems tonight that I've, I've won. But I have not. Because I am supposed to have... Uh, so, so first, they, they had to fix this in the central office. So I, was, I had almost no... Relo- like, the internet kept cutting out. It was, it was barely usable for over the weekend. Was cutting out now. Is it? Oh, you wish it was coming out now. Well, you can you you can cut it out yourself if you want. I mean, that's a. So so anyway, after at the uh, at the end of the whole thing, when they finally did whatever work they needed to do in the central office to fix it on their end, now I don't really have cutouts anymore. But the the speed is slow. So I, I was supposed to get like seventy five megabits up, seventy five megabits down, and it's right now like like uh, I get twenty download and and. 28 upload, which is not terrible, but it's not what I'm paying for. And, and also that's indicative of, of a bigger problem. It's not just the speed slower. It's indicative of, of there's still some kind of problem. So I'm still battling it out. Wait, so at this point, you don't even know what the issue is? It's on their end. They have oh, some right. problem, but they, 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 they what they think they fixed, they haven't completely fixed. It's only kind of half fixed. So it's it's good enough to do this show without cutouts. It's uh, it's it's not it's still very inconsistent. It's still the speed is slower than it should be by a long, a wide margin. Did you try just to turn it off and turn it back on? <laughs> you know that's uh, that's amazing. I should try. You know, if I only tried that, this could have been all prevented. No, so that's this is so frustrating though. It's it's so crappy now when they do these tests remotely and tell you you're wrong. That's what I hate. Like a, like before you'd have someone physically there. That you could prove what you're saying, but but the, here they wouldn't even give me that chance. So, and I guess the cable company does it now too. That's why, like, a, I was considering going to Time Warner, which is the cable company here. But number one, they just have a horrible reputation, and I hate them. Wait, so what do you have bundled again? You have your internet and the what else? Internet, home phone, and, uh, like and a landline phone. Yeah, a landline phone and a uh, and the TV. Wait, the TV. You have TV. Wait, you have TV from who? The same it's... thing. Verizon FiOS. I mean, they don't have those. In Vegas, it's either no, they don't have that. Or it's Cox. No, they so. don't have that there. But it's so wait, a, what is Verizon FiOS? TV? It's fiber optics, and it's uh, it's not available everywhere. But it's fiber optics, and it's it's known to perform very well. And for years, it has. It's just in 2016, it's a disaster. Now, the TV's been fine, and the phone's been fine, but the internet's been horrible, and and the experience of trying to get it fixed has been even worse. So you have all the movie channels over there? No, uh, I, I no, I don't. I don't do premium movie channels except when I get them for free. Uh, really? I, you don't want? No. Let's, you won't pay nine ninety nine for HBO? No, uh, but I, I do. I do get one of the better TV like free channel packages. I just don't get the the pay yeah. channel packages. While we're on this, I want to. I want to. Uh, I don't watch a lot of TV. I'm not sure about the other two. I would assume Druff, You're not really that big of a TV person. Uh, but I started watching this show on on Showtime, and I think uh, the first two episodes are actually they were free. Uh, you can on Showtime the website, and they're also on YouTube. It's with one of my favorite actors. His name is uh, Paul Giamatti, and also a gentleman. I don't know his last name. His first name's Damien something. He was Brody in Homeland. The show's called Billions, and it's been on. Uh, the second episode will air Sunday, although it's already on the internet. Great show. So, I mean, I know on, on the Poker Fraud site, you know, people recommend shows, and there's threads about shows. Uh, if you haven't heard about this show... Uh, Billions? Okay, I'll, I'll try watching it. I, I haven't heard of it. Check it, it out. Yeah, it, you know, it's one of those shows where I mean, it's kind of like a soapy, you know, kind of show, you know, what really is in these days. But uh, the the writing is excellent. It's a very intelligent show. It's not some dumb dra- dumbed-down, you know, show where people are just sitting around a coffee house, you know, drinking coffee. 
Uh, well, no, I'm mean, just that seems like every sitcom that's what people are doing. They're just sitting around a coffee shop now. I mean, you know, everyone's trying to recapture the glory of friends from 20 years ago. Anyhow, the show's called Billions. Uh, if you haven't heard of it, uh, check it out. Very good acting, very good writing. Uh, and Druff, you know, I'm sure you can find it, uh, you know, on the internet. I know, like I said, the first two episodes are already on there. So check it out. I think you'll like it, Druff. But, but I, I will. You've already uh, heard of it and you've already watched it. No, I, I will. You're <laughs> no, writing I have, a thesis I've, I've, on it. <laughs> you know, you know uh, by the way, we got, a, we got a text from someone who I, I think has finally made the conversion after, after probably – after reading a dead site with zero posts per year now and reading it every day still. I think he's finally made a conversion. You remember this guy, Do- Doom? Or Doom no, 805? he just texted me two minutes ago. Yeah, he texted me and said, Doom gets the cash. Zod is God. Druff for Prez. Yeah. Team ship at poker. I'm glad he's he over like here. He was like the last person still posting on the other side. Yeah, he was. He was the last person on Knockdown that was still posting other than kid. spammers. And like he just, like he just, for whatever reason, he just, uh, he just couldn't bring himself to, to give up on it and come here. So I think he's finally given up on it. And uh, about the, you, you can't even read Knockdown unless you go through a search engine now. I try to explain him how to uh, listen to the show now because he texted me. I told him I was on the air with you guys, and he said that uh, what is it? What did he write? I tried to download the VLC app from my phone so I can listen, but it didn't work. Well, just tell him. I just t- wrote. You just hit the play button. No, tell him to call the phone number. Tell him to call uh, that. That. that oh, the what's call- the number? Seven one two. Seven one two. Seven seven five. Seven seven five. Eight one six two. He's a perfect candidate this for. This is it. one of those things that that your phone thing that you're so proud of. Uh, yes. Can listen. Okay. Seven one two seven seven five eight one six two. Yeah, it's a. Uh, th- he's a perfect candidate. He must have an Android phone where he needs to get the VLC player to play it. And uh, there's a lot of droid phones need that to listen to the show. And I just recommend just calling that number. It's much easier. So, You know, I'm taking a look at this Billions here, Brandon. Mm, yeah. You know who one of the creators is? Don't tell me. One of those, was it someone related to Aaron Sorkin? Maybe. I saw the last name Sorkin. Yeah, watching. there's a guy named Andrew Ross Sorkin. I'm not sure if he's related, okay. but one of the creators is Brian Koppelman. Oh, who also did Rounders. Rounders, yes, and he also did uh, he also did Tilt and some other. Uh, he's he's done a number of things, some good, some bad. I think he did Ocean's Twelve or something. And again, I only I only bring this up, gentlemen, because I I true, truly, other than my sports, which mainly is just football, college, NFL, uh, I don't I don't watch a lot of TV. I just don't find. I mean, movies. But you know, I have some little uh, little box thing that you know can let me basically watch any movie. Uh, like I saw this movie; uh, it's in the theaters now, still. Or I saw it at home. It's called The Big Short. Uh, great movie. I think it's going to win an Oscar. Or at least one of the characters were Christian Bale's in it. Uh, Brad Pitt. Um, uh, geez, I can't. Remember. Uh, uh, yes. Steve Carell, Steve Carell in a dramatic role. Very good movie. Anyhow, I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't. I watch either movies. I watch my football, and, and that's it. Um, but uh, I, I, there's actually two of my favorite shows now are on Showtime. I, Billions, you know, which I just mentioned. I've watched two episodes, but I like the way it's going. As well as a show that's been on for six years, and I think this is one of the most underrated comedies on TV. And I don't even think there's ever been a thread on PFA, and I would just think there would be because the show's so outrageous. The characters from PFA are so outrageous, and our boy William H Macy, of course, stars in it. And what would that show be, Daredevil? Oh, what is it? Shameless. Shame. God, he never missed. <laughs> me. Yes, I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, Shameless. I mean, just hilarious. It's it's such a funny show on such a sick like. It's almost like if PFA 
was going to make a show about the average, at least what we portray ourselves to be on, on the forum. That's what Shameless is. I mean, there's no boundaries. They're all degenerates, either whether it's drug users, gamblers, uh, you know, adulterers. I mean, it, it's it's fucking a brilliantly funny show. Um, but other than that, I, I don't I don't know. Druff, do you have a favorite TV show? Is there something every week, or even if it's seasonal, like you know, an HBO or some kind of cable show that's not a no, not, not majority of the year, not really anymore. I, I watch some shows. I know you but, like the '80s TV. We all yeah, know that. no, I, it, and I watch some of those too. But uh, yeah, there's not a show I'm really excited about this year. There's some shows I've been watching for a while that I watch you know, when they have new episodes, um, and and then uh, you know I'll, I'll flip around the various channels I have to see what uh, what looks interesting, whether it's something old or. Uh, or something newer. That the, but there's which, nothing on that DVR in, in the 10,000 whatever square foot home with the bad internet that you just every week set to watch. No, I have things with it, but it, it's not like things that I'm, I'm super excited about anymore. So Okay, but I'm saying, if we were just to briefly get a portrait into Todd would tell us his life, what would be on his viewing schedule in terms of new programming? Well, I, I, I still I still watch the, the, the new Hawaii Five-0. Though it's it's uh, it's okay. been kind of fail recently, but uh, just just uh, because I was such a lover of the old one, I, I have to watch right. the new one. I, I agree. I watched I think the the first two episodes. I couldn't get into it, and I stopped watching. You're it. saying the, uh, of the series or this year? Of the series, I, 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 I thought at the beginning never... it was it was better, and then it uh, it it's kind of uh, gone downhill as many shows do. Okay. What uh, else? Uh, and then I, I watched these uh, the Seth MacFarlane shows like The Family Guy and, and uh, the American Dad and ones like that, and. Uh, now, like these big name shows, I mean, I don't watch any of them, like NCIS or whatever, Blacklist or whatever these, you know, NBC, ABC primetime shows that are always the popular shows. Do you have a favorite amongst any of those? I, I, I used to, uh, I was watching Person of Interest every year, but it's, it seems I like. I heard that was really good. But it might, it might be gone now. It's, uh, it, it had a really weird uh, situation with how CBS has treated it. CBS. Uh, Ordered a, a, like a half season of it that they were going to put as a mid-season replacement, which means it should be on now, and it's not. It just didn't make the schedule. They paid for the episodes. They bought it. Uh, the ratings were, were decent. They, were, they weren't spectacular anymore, but they were decent. And then uh, they, uh, it just never appeared, and it's, it's not clear what's going to happen with it. Uh, another show I watched that, that I liked but didn't make it very far, uh, do you remember that show called Vegas that was re- – Semi-recent, yes, and the the one that's like in the sixties or yeah, in the sixties, and and it was it was on a very very expensive set where they recreate sixties downtown Vegas with fictitious casinos, which I thought was weird because if you're going to have all these casinos that are now out of business, how hard could it be to they have they have to create fictitious names? Um, If if you recall famously in that the show, uh, what was the, the show with James Caan? Oh, and, uh, yeah, that was called Las Vegas. Just Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah. Same thing in there. Every casino, I think it was called the Montecito. Or yeah, Mata. yeah, but but, but no, that, that made more sense, though. I thought that made more sense. No, it was the Mandalay Bay. It was, it was no, even it was shot in the Aladdin, but anyway. No, it was, it was supposed to be the Mandalay Bay where it was where it was located. It was the Mandalay uh, Bay. Let's see who's it, right. Hold oh, on, let's see who's right. It even had, it was it was the location of it was the Mandalay Bay, and it even was supposed to have similarities to the Mandalay Bay. It even begins with an M. So it may have been shot in the Aladdin, but that wasn't what they were intending it to be. And Are you talking what are about the, the interior shots? Yeah, the interior shots. 
Well, the exterior was like a CGI, it wasn't even. It was a CGI, but it was, it was supposed to be something that was similar to the Man- I forget, there were some other things there that were similar to the Mandalay Bay that I'm forgetting now. But that that's what they were trying to go for. And do you know that right now they're shooting in the Riv a movie? Yeah, I, I know that. I forget yeah, the name. Sure, yeah. So so My confidence in you just went down just a tad there, Devil. He's right. Uh, so so with this show Vegas, they uh, who's right. Is. This is what shot, I don't understand. Shot with, in the Mandalay Bay. With with Las with Las, with Las Vegas. I'm re- I mean, that's what it says on. I'm looking on the inter- interwebs. With, with Las Vegas, that show it was supposed to take place in modern day. So I understand why modern casinos uh, wouldn't want to associate their name with it and then have bad things happen in the show. Of course, in someone but, commits suicide. Right, or but some, someone steals and but, people are dumb enough. It's like the old adage I used to say when when. Uh, Back, you know, two two instances since I've been out here. Back when America was U.S. was having that little tiff with France about maybe six seven years ago, people started boycotting the Paris. I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> same thing. No, I'm not kidding you. I, mean, I know. And same thing with the Aladdin, which is part of why it failed because yeah. of our problems in the Middle East. People don't want. They didn't think they should be giving their money. Well, yeah, they they reopened right after 9/11. It was like the worst time. Right. Of course, but people didn't want to be seen associated giving their money to. The, a themed casino based on the Middle East, which yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, it was. That, it's ridiculous that people in this day and age can even think along those lines that they don't get that. That's not. It, that, it's it, it's interesting too because if you think back to like the beginning of Vegas, that was the theme of every casino, right? It was yeah. like the desert oh, in the Aladdin, the sands. The, yeah, that's true. Like, but wait, going back to what I was saying about the show Vegas, these most of the casinos around in the 1960s are gone. So. There, they don't have to worry about bad publicity because they don't exist anymore. So it, now they may have to still pay some kind of licensing fee, but how high could it be for – they can't just use the name without permission, but how hard could it be to obtain permission? I'm thinking that either they couldn't uh, contact whoever was you know, hold, held the rights and it was too hard, or maybe yeah. the people declined it, or maybe they were demanding too much money uh, and decided they could do without it. But aside from that, I, I thought they they did a, a good job of uh, – you know. The, the casinos were fictitious, but other than that, they did a good job of, of the atmosphere they created, and I thought the plots were good. I thought I thought it was a good show, and what's funny is it got pretty good ratings, above average ratings, but did not get renewed because it was so expensive because they had to create this whole street of, uh, of a whole you know fake Vegas there. It was such an expensive thing to produce that it needed spectacular ratings to be worthwhile to continue with. So it was one of these things. It was like the last season of Seinfeld. I mean, NBC was so desperate to just keep it as its marquee show. They actually, and this is you know not something I'm making up. This is the fact they actually offered Jerry Seinfeld twenty million dollars an episode for one last season, and he said no to it because I guess he's one of the, I guess the few people in this world that would just say enough is enough in terms of money. I mean, you know, when you already have Christ, I mean, I know he's made hundreds of hundreds of millions just in syndication. Uh, but that's normally what brings down TV shows is because it becomes so popular. Like in the beginning, they're giving, you know, no-name actors, maybe they're making 10, 20, 30,000 an episode. And if it really takes off, you know, towards the end, everyone's getting paid close to a million a paycheck. And it just brings up the cost. And that's usually what, what leads to, you know, a lot of cancellations that these shows has become unprofitable. Yeah, and, and in Vegas' case, it was, uh, it was actually uh... – the production cost of the show, not even the actors that were that were driving up the cost so much, but but yeah, it had it was interesting that it couldn't continue simply because it was I, so expensive. 
I tried. I mean, I watched that show a little bit in the beginning just because, you know, I live in Vegas, but it just got so annoying because of the fact I live in, you know, Las Vegas. I, I worked in casinos. I spent a lot of time at casinos and, you know, just based and I, I, I get it. Like, that's why they have to have a show. But based on the novelty that every day something, you know, someone's kidnapping someone in a casino or there's they're building a secret tunnel you know or they're, they're you know what i mean they're counterfeiting money in in one of the rooms i mean it just it was so preposterous and i get like you're right they have to have a storyline if not what are they well, going to talk I didn't, about you know what else i didn't got, mind i also didn't because it was set so long ago it's a different era it's, it's different than modern day where it'd be a lot harder to pull that stuff off that's why it was easier for me to believe seeing that taking place in 1963 or whatever and and the, and the main character was actually the real sheriff of clark county it, you know, it was the the name of the character was the same as the actual sheriff of Clark County at the time. So, yeah. so I, I, I like that, and it was, but it was canceled. And Daredevil, what about you? If we were going to look at your DVR, what uh, what are your favorite TV shows? Um, I, I, there's not much that's currently like airing. Like I'm waiting for Walking Dead to come back, Game of Thrones, those shows I like. The last show that I watched, which just finished, as my, it's one of my favorite shows on television. That was called The Leftovers on HBO. Oh, I, my, yep, I I have seen parts of it. That's that's the one where the uh, they're like in some futuristic place or something, and people are trying to get home. I, I know that there's a couple different plot plots like plot lines, right? No, I, 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 you must be thinking of something else. The leftovers. It's basically this is not a spoiler because it happens in the first minute, but. The premise is basically two percent of the world's population just disappears one day. Yeah, okay, no, that's a show. I I, I, I remember one episode. There was like a bald dude. He had a wife that like couldn't speak, but she used to be able to speak, and he was trying to get her home, and he ended up like hung on some cross or something, or like some guillotine, like yes. chained. Yep, that's yep, a yep. show, right? Yep, that's it. Okay. But by that's the way, the, that guy, the guy from the river in Texas, he's he's texting me like crazy here, and he's he's very angry. He's a. Uh, uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's like long text, but uh, a bunch of stuff about the uh, about the whole Poker Stars thing is really pissing him off. He said, if you weren't an Adam Schwartz fanboy because he listens to the show, you see how terrible this is. It's really, really bad. They are a direct line to the VIP club, now, and they continue to shill it. Uh, is po- that Lloyd? Because Lloyd in the chat was going off about it that. It might be Lloyd, yeah. I think it's it a is. different he Lloyd, though. It it's, not, it's not IMD it's Lloyd. It's just, and then he says, Poker Stars is getting really bad more than you even know. Boring sh- – five minutes later, boring show. I know you're reading this. Tell me where I'm wrong. And then, then he just texted uh, 25 minutes ago. Really questioning your integrity. He, now he's calling back here. And by the way, he, let me ask you: If he's in Texas in the U.S., why would he be so fired up about? I don't know. For some, well, here he's calling right now. Let's let's see what his problem is. And he he also criticized me earlier. He said I've gone downhill since the donk down days. That uh, what, I, what do you mean you've gone down? That I, I guess I'm not as interesting. Go go ahead, Lloyd. Is this you? Yeah. Uh... I don't mean to sound disrespectful. Is, is that what you're? Is that the angle you're trying to take? No, I'm just, I'm just saying. What, I'm just saying what I've been observing here from from your comments in the chat and in the text messages. Oh no, I I mean I only listen to the show because I highly respect your opinion. That's why I'm so frustrated with, with your. Uh, what about what about me Nicole. and uh, what about myself and Daredevil? 
Well, I called earlier and you left. So. <laughs> he has a point. Oh, no, he has a point wasn't, here. That wasn't that wasn't a smack <laughs> in your face. I just bring it up for a break. But I mean, do you want me and Daredevil just to go branch off and do our own show, like Daredevil, Drexel, and Friends? I think we kind of bring a little bit to the show. You know, no, no, no. I think it's. I, I mean, honestly, the uh... he's a Trader Ruski fan. He doesn't. Oh, no, you're I, on I, the Trader Ruski. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I didn't know that. I mean, can I listen to fall asleep by Trader Ski guys? Or no? I, I don't think you will as long as you got Wait, this so, poker stars thing on your mind. You won't so fall what, asleep. Okay, what are you upset about? I mean, uh, let's give you. Obviously, you have the floor. Talk to us. What what what's bothering you? No, the reason why I'm calling is I assume the show is coming close to an end. Yeah, it right? is. Is that fair to say? Yes. Not, I mean, you never really know. Probably. <laughs> no, you don't. Like, it could go for hours. After this. Well, but it's time for assumed... Amanda Leatherman to come on, so that's about the time for us to end. Right, okay. Well, here's the thing. I, I completely... I don't really know Daredevil's uh, ethical uh, opinion. I don't think he... Have you, Daredevil, have you gone, like, super ethical as far as your point opinions have, are concerned? On what? Have I gone super ethical? Yeah, I don't understand, I don't understand, the, understand, the, I don't understand it either. Just like no, no. Just like generally speaking, have you like? Well, I, I've seen him state his opinion on things. If that's what you mean, like he he he'll. I'll talk you about the ethics of the show for a year and a half. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I yeah, he's he's, he's, he's given his opinion on things uh, of ethical uh, questions. If that's your question, right, if that's what you're stating. Right. No, I mean that is kind of my question. I, I just I don't. It's like Trump. I don't understand. Like I feel like this is something you sh- you would be very passionate about as far as. Uh, I don't mean to do round two on a on a phone call, but or on a uh, podcast. But like, I've done a lot of segments on this. I've done a lot of segments on the Poker Stars VIP thing. I've agreed with the portion of of the complaints that Poker Stars screwed people who. Uh, you know, who earned Supernova Elite and expected it to have the same benefits for 2016, and then it didn't, and then that took away from why they would have earned it. In the, if they knew this in the first place, they wouldn't have earned it and spent all that time and maybe even money to earn it. So I understand their point, and I agree with them, uh, but uh, I, I think now it's a stretch about uh, the whole thing with 2 plus 2 and, 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 and what Adam Schwartz should be doing. I mean, you can feel what it, you want about him and what he wants to do, but this doesn't have much to do with me. And and I can criticize poker stars and their actions with this without going as far to get mad at anybody who who has a radio show that's sponsored by them. I think by the way, Doom is enjoying listening to this back and forth using the dedicated line, so I guess it is serving a purpose. It, it's a great line. He's on the line right now. He loves it. So, so by the way, uh, Lloyd, do you uh, do you ever use the call to listen line? No, I mean I don't. I just I typically I'm a podcast guy. Okay. Like, well, the the call to listen line is is one of my great technical achievements of uh, 2015. <laughs> so, so wait, again, and I'm sorry. It's just it's very very hard for me to concentrate on on poker subjects. What is <laughs> Daredevil? In a nutshell, Cliff Notes like. You know, we used to cheat when we had a exam the next day. We never read the book. What is Lloyd, Jeff Bagwell River guy, what is he upset about? Okay, he's upset because... Why is he mad at Druff, too? Okay. He, okay, so he's upset that Poker Stars changed... He's upset that Poker Stars changed their VIP program, 
and that Poker Stars is sponsoring the Two Plus Two podcast, and he's upset that Todd is not more upset about that. Yeah, he wants me to be angry at Adam Schwartz for hosting a show that's sponsored uh, by the Adam Poker. Adam Schwartz get paid, Daredevil? I I, I assume yes. he does. Yeah. Yes, I, he said he does. Yeah. Much. yeah. Yeah, I had to think he does. So and, and, I mean, and, and, our checks are in the mail, I'm sure. Right. And the and Lloyd thinks that Druff has gone down since Donk yeah. Down. Yeah, he, like he the thinks, quality or yeah, yeah. I wonder, that that comment you made earlier today what, about me being—I uh, uh, I don't know what the word you use, but something about how I've uh, degraded since the Donkdown days. Explain that. Uh, I don't know. You, you haven't been as funny, but like, <clears throat> like the biggest, uh, like the biggest, like soul rip for me was when you admitted that you you stole uh, comments from the uh, from the chat, like. I stole what? Like you, you stole comments from the chat. I thought you were always the funniest guy, and then you were saying like, "Oh no, I I stole these." Uh, Wait, you thought he was always the slides. funniest guy? Yeah, I mean yeah, a lot of yeah. good qualities you can talk about Todd. I mean a lot, but not the funniest guy. <laughs> you think he's, he's kind of boring? No, I, I've I've made a lot of funny contributions to these radio shows. What are you yeah, talking about? Not, not, well, I know, but you but you stole them from the chat. That, no, that, I stole some of them from the chat. Was... I, I stole some of them. Sometimes Wait, the... you're saying you think he's more funny than me. Why are we making this competition uh, here? What's going on I, here? I feel like I'm being insulted now. I've always said I was the No, no, no. Uh, no, Brandon, you're like... Yeah, yeah you're MVP, basically. So. See, now, now it's becoming like, like a competition here. I guess I'm not leading on anything. You're, I'm like the Gabe Kaplan. You're the AJ Benza. I mean, no. like, you're the straight guy that, that, you know... I'm the one who does all these prank calls. What are you talking about? But they're always my ideas for the most part. The good ones have always been my ideas. But the, the ideas and real execu- good ones. Yeah, ideas and execution are two different things. When you wanted to play poker, the one-two pot limit with whoever it was who was coming, they were announcing it ten, ten months in advance at the Venetian, and you were coming over from London. Who was it? I don't you, even know what you're talking. Oh, about. Uh, Erica Schoenberg. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. No, I, I think oh, I think that uh, I think Lloyd I think Lloyd believes that I'm uh, that I lifted too many comments in the chat room. I I I was exaggerating that. If, uh, sometimes I'd see some things that are funny in the chat room and just uh, say it without uh, saying buddy, it. I don't from. know. I don't know. I mean, well, maybe I maybe I stole maybe it all. True. Maybe it's wait. True. So what did maybe you steal? True. What did you steal from the chat? No, he says what I used to. I don't read the chat much anymore, but sometimes I would read the chat and someone would say something funny in there. And then I would say it on the air, and it would sound like it was my idea. It was kind of like what Howard yeah, Stern would yeah. do with, with Jackie Martling writing for him, and then uh, he'd yeah. say something funny, and then yeah. Jackie would bust up laughing. So, no, uh, are we allowed to talk about the uh, former employee or blah blah blah? Like, I know you hate talking about that, but Doom thinks I'm funnier than you. Okay, well, yeah, Doom, Doom, <laughs> Doom read uh, Donk Down every day for the last three years, so. So listen, I, I got somebody right now, and I kid you not. I mean, I've, I've talked about this before. I'm not really fascinated with them, but it's late at night. I'm a little hungry now, and so I want to get a smoothie, and I'm going to get some uh, smoked queso chicken, okay? So I shit you not. I send a text out, okay? What do you want? And I like, I write, I want a Blue Lagoon. Now, you look on the menu. The Blue Lagoon is blueberries, strawberries, and banana. And I get a text back, and this is from a straight person. Now, this isn't someone that would fuck with me. She doesn't have the recipe. Can you tell me what's in it? This is a person that works at Tropical Smoothie. <laughs> I mean, Why would you have the recipes? Uh, well, I mean, I know it's strawberries fucking... <laughs> but wait a minute. Who, who are you texting? I don't understand who you're texting. The person that's guy. at... The, no, the person that's at Tropical Smoothie now 
But why would you be texting them though? That's weird. Because they said, "What do you want?" No, but how are you? In, I, I, I've never show. ordered anything by text. You're, you're texting. No, 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 it's his friend. I have somebody at this place right now that's bringing me this. Oh, okay, okay. I so was... they're like, "What do you want?" And I'm, I'm telling them what I want. And then the girl there doesn't know the recipe. She's asking me what's in it so she can make it for me. Okay, I thought that was funny. I mean, I'm not. It's anyhow. Uh, yeah, I'm getting the blueberry bliss. And also, this, this is seasonal. It's a smoked queso chicken. So I'm kind of gambling here because I've never tried this before. But it's grilled chicken topped with smoked jalapeno cheese, onions, and kale. Now, Druff, I'm not a big kale fan. I'm going to assume you're not either. I'm not an onions fan either. Yeah. Hmm. Well, kale anyhow. fucking disgusting. Sorry. What is? Kale. Yeah, I, I, should not I, be eaten by okay, humans. I don't want. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, you you have people just around the city who just bring you things that are just in different places. Todd, do we got to spell it out? Come on, man. Yeah, obviously. So also, before I forget, um, my my friend Karina Jet uh, this Sunday is holding. I think it's her either her fourth or the her fifth annual. It's called Anti Up for Autism. It's going to be at the Golden Nugget. It's uh, this Sunday, January 24th. It's 6 p.m., so it's going to be right after uh, the final football game ends. So if you're in Vegas, uh, come on out. Uh, in It's $125 to buy in, $40 rebuys. As of right now, uh, and there's going to be a, every, everyone from the poker world that's at least in town is going to be there. Uh, Jose Canseco will be playing in it, uh, former UFC all-star legend Randy Couture will be there. Um, and guess who else will be there? That uh, UFC fighter that I don't like very much. How about Mason Malmuth, the lover of charity? I, I don't think he'll be there. <laughs> no. hey, here's here's a, a question. Uh, there, hold on. There will be one UFC fighter there that I have heavy disdain for. Who is it? Daredevil? That you have heavy to stand for? Oh, is it that McGregor guy? Oh, uh, no. Why would it be on him? Well, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't think know, that would I mean, it would be on the guy that, that lost. I bet on. Oh, that lost. Mr. Aldo. Okay. The, other, the other way. Yes. Jose Aldo. He will be there as well. Are, are you going to go up to him and tell him how much you appreciated his performance? <laughs> I mean, he, he would obviously destroy both you, me, and Daredevil all at the same time. I mean, he got his yep. ass kicked, but he is 29 years old. He's, uh, what are, what's the highest level of jiu-jitsu? Whatever that one is there, that's what he has. No, I'm not going to fuck with him. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, Anyhow, it, 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 I'm just giving a little plug here. So that, that's this Sunday again. Uh, if you have the Twitter, you can tweet at Karina Jet. You can just show up. You can tweet at me. Uh, it's... Uh, a good cause. There's no rake, you know, nothing for the house. So, so, so when when is uh, Karina sending me the check for this commercial? Uh, I mean, it... <laughs> it's no, it's fine. Karina called me up uh, when I when I uh, was in the hospital two years ago with with uh, right around exactly two years ago when I had the broken ribs and all that, and I was in the hospital. Uh, she and Jeannie called me up on three way just as they were about to push me into the. Uh, the I remember the CT, I was the with CT them. scan. Yeah, so I I, I, I got to give her a free plug here since she was concerned enough about me back two, two years ago. Well, even if she wasn't, I mean, it's still it's for autism. It's a charity. It's not you know it's a great thing to do. I mean, it's you know I can vouch for her that this isn't some. It's not a Jason uh, no. charity. Okay. No. 
All righty. So let's see. Uh, so so from this guy from Texas here. Uh, anything else? I mean, I, I I'm just telling you, like I I'm I, I'm on your side about the poker stars thing. I think well, I think you believe it's a bigger you. deal than I do, but but I I agree with the I agree with you that it's wrong what poker stars has been doing and people got screwed. Texas guy, being like me, <laughs> an American citizen that we can't even be in our living rooms and in our drawers naked playing on the site. What is it? Why does it upset you so much? Uh, I just. I mean, honestly, it's like, I'm glad you asked that. Uh, it, you. What upsets me is the idea of, like, that they have a direct line to uh, questions that we all want to know. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, Druff can't ask, or you can't ask. So they have a direct line to the Poker Stars literal VIP club. They get, like, these bullshit answers, and they just, just move on, just no big deal. Well, the thing oh, is, they, okay. they, they, cool. they don't Thank really you. have a direct line. They, they, they have even a worse direct line than we do because they they have to be afraid to say the wrong thing or else uh, they can cut the sponsorship and then Mason will get pissed. <laughs> I mean, so that, what, but, would you guess, but that, would you, what would you guess either one of you or all three of you, what do you think they get from stars to, to do yeah, that? Yeah, I've always podcast? wondered that. I've always wondered that. I mean, no one knows. But just, I, I mean, dude, like, there's, I mean, any number would, would probably not surprise me but also surprise me, like, one thousand? Yeah, I was thinking around a thousand. That's my guess is one thousand. A thousand a show. Yeah, but, but what do you mean by that? Mason gets a thousand, or each host gets? A no, thousand? no. I think they give yeah, it to Mason. Exactly. I think they give it to Mason. Yeah, Wait, but then so what does are the Adam hosts Schwartz make? do? Pod? Does he do his podcast? Is that like his job? Does he have a day job? Like, does he? Uh, no, I don't. No, I, I doubt that. I doubt that's his only job. <laughs> he's he's rich off affiliate money anyway. He God, imagine if I could just no, do I guess... shit and make some money. If anyone's listening that thinks I'm talented, <laughs> even though my score footage isn't as big as Druff and wants me to professionally do a podcast, holler at me on the No Fraud site or Brandon Gerson on Twitter. See, Brandon, I'm going to bring Daredevil with me. Yeah, yeah. I, they're going to abandon the show. Look at this. I, I'm doing this for the community, and everyone's going to run off to get paid. I'm just listening. No, you know, I, this show cost me money. I worked my way up from an intern, <laughs> from a podcast intern. I mean, what the fuck is that even? I was a podcast intern nine years ago, and I've worked my way up to to being a part of Druff and Friends. I mean, Tide has made how many months of stipends? Make and Mark is probably still getting $100 a month from <laughs> Poker News. Okay, I've got nothing nine years. So, yes, I'm a mercenary. I'll bring... I'll, I'll, but look, I'll I've, post, I've kept it. I'll I, poach the site and I'll bring Daredevil with me. Listen, I, I have kept this site running. I've been here every week to do the show, only minus and a I'm few weeks. I'm bringing C Money's wallet with me. Too, I know. I see. I, I've I've kept this whole thing stable and 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 running every week. And and I I do stable how we. Uh, what do you mean stable how I, I I'm here every week. Yeah, but there's like 18 cutouts okay. last week. Yeah, but see, I even tried then. If I try, I mean. And I'm just going to call it how I see it. If I try reading the fraud alert site during the nocturnal hours, all I see is Brittany Griner's clit post, which I can't even understand. I try to understand what he's saying. It doesn't make. But you're sense. talking about things no, in the. Doesn't. You're talking about things in the forum you don't like. Well, we're talking about. We're talking about. No, we're talking saying. about the radio show. It's a completely different crowd. Oh no, it's 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 not. It is. It is a different crowd. This Lloyd guy, he doesn't no. post on there. Can I cut in, please? Yeah. Sorry. 
Have you seen the video on break of the uh, super douchebag guy that won the uh, tournament in, in uh, Florida? No. How would I send you a link? Like, what's the? Uh, I, I guess you you can send it on on text. I guess I can go there from there. Okay, sorry. Right. Don't send any. You can't send pictures or video. We can send a link. But no, it'll be a video though. That's what I'm saying. No, no, that's fine. You can send a link to a video. You just can't send a video itself. Right, right. Okay, I understand. So, uh, so uh, no. What I'm saying here is, I, I, I've kept this thing running every no week. One's, but this isn't about you. It is about me because there people just ditch me. People ditch me because it's about me and that no, I, I'm holding it together, honest, and then people run. Be honest, be honest yeah. Texas listener. Listen, I, I hold it together, and then everybody runs off when, when it's time to get together? paid somewhere else. I don't understand. You don't understand. If it was left up to you, it would. Corporation. Yeah, like we're the Beatles. And Listen, you're, you're, you're if if it, if it was left up to you, there would be like there would be like seven weeks between shows. No one would know when it was on. Like I, I'm here just about every week. It's it's a big thing. I and I'm doing all the technical work here. I'm doing everything except for no. He didn't. That was the problem. What do you mean he didn't? He, he didn't. didn't. That's why it was such a disaster. And... He had to get all these all right. failed people helping him. Texas user or listener, what is your view on this? Give us a neutral opinion. Is Druff holding this all together by a, a thread? I don't feel he well, is. No, it's, it's an interesting uh, question that I don't. I don't. For, for the record, I'm a huge fan of Druff, but I would also say that like the show at MyCom was more entertaining. If that makes sense. But that's not what we're discussing here. We're discussing we're here. Discussing. We're talking about him holding the show together by a thread. We're, we're, we're discussing well, here. It's yeah, got to have both consistency and it's got to have someone who does all the work to keep the whole thing going. It's if you, you yes, you can show up at uh, in the middle of the show and, and join, and we're happy to have you. But uh, <laughs> but the thing is, th- the show has to exist before and after that, and it has to be you know, has to have an agenda. It has to have the free roll set up. It has to have all these things. It has to have the the Belly technical Buster. running. It doesn't have to have a free roll. Exactly. It doesn't have to, but it's it's, I mean, it's really a feature that, people that, like. That should just be donated money to them. No, it's a, but the thing. All yeah, these things are all. All these things, all these separate things are work, and they're all held together by one person who does it all, and I'm happy to have co-hosts who, who make the show better. We don't have an intro for an hour about what we're going to talk about for the next seven. Oh, well. That's, That's a completely like, different matter. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about the show bro, itself. I'm complaining to you about the, the uh, intro. For, I'm, 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 I'm talking about the show itself and that this is something like, that people need, need the consistency or they forget it's even there. There, there's like TV well, shows like this. TV shows, TV true. shows that are good where the schedule's all over the place and they failed. Great TV well, shows I think this fail. This is what the problem is. I mean, you know, and this isn't anything personal. You know, I, I've, you know, Todd, I like you. I consider you a friend. I'm not just on here to hear my own voice. In fact, you know, sometimes I'm not even on here for months. It's, you know, it, it's <laughs> okay. So you, I, you're, you're you making know, my point for me here. Whether it's whether it's Tide or whether it's someone else, they could say Todd's this. Todd, you know, I know you. I know who you are. I know what you're about. You know what I'm about. You know, I, I like you. I mean, you're, you're my friend, and, and nothing's going to change that. But I think at the point we're at now, and, and someone's bringing this up, uh, Lou Father saying that he feels a split is nearing Drexel Poker Radio. Um, you have an ego, Todd. I have an ego. And it, I mean, it's kind of like the whole with the Beatles, and, and maybe, maybe Daredevil is a Yoko. And, and that's Paul just, who's Paul McCartney? That's 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 I am Paul McCartney, and 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 and, 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 and Todd, Todd is John Lennon because he's holding this by a thread. So the point is, the point My is, who's their devil? Like you know, Hello? I think it was, I think it was 
maybe a month ago or six weeks ago when you were doing and – and I like your segments at the end, Todd, when you talk about you know, your Jewish chips. But I think you were talking for an hour on how to save money buying used tires or something. And uh, – no, I'm sorry. It was something about maybe Mercedes or used tires or how to, how to get a steering wheel. And you talked for an hour, but I just sat here – like I was like a backup to like Paul Abdul like in the 80s and it is a little insulting because I am not a backup dancer to Paul Abdul I am well you can, yeah. you can jump in I mean there's there's segments you you can right. jump in there's segments I can't which... talk about saving money buying tires for an hour it's just it's, it's... it's just whatever whatever's going this is a long show at the at no, the end there's a lot I, of uh, t- topics that will take a while I, and, and I realize that you the show together, and I also will even give you the fact that I am eccentric. Tonight, you text me radio tonight, and I text you a picture of my dinner. I text you a picture <laughs> of grade A5 Wagyu. Did I not? Did you? Okay, is that, that's my point. See, you see it here. So, and not only that, think think about what happened. We, we had a split. We had a split five years ago, where where I left Donkdown Radio. Yeah, and, that, and, that was totally different. And no, but. I have no issues with you. No, I know, friend. I know, I know the issues. Be- I, I know the issues behind the split. The World Series, Hang on, the, the issues behind the split I occurring. I'm just stocked up on hamburgers. If I just want to eat hamburgers for the next six months, Todd, between you and Trader Ruski, I'm eating a lot of gourmet okay, hamburgers. That, that's great, but we're, we're getting off topic here. I'm saying that we, when we split five years ago. Forget forgetting the reason behind it. I, I'm saying that the show changed when I was gone, and a lot of people quickly lost interest in the show that that existed without me. So, I, I'm saying here. Yeah. So I'm saying here that it's it's better to keep it all together, and and uh, if if you split, you're going to start losing people. And the funny thing is, there are really about a thousand listeners to the show overall, not live, but but overall every week about a thousand different human beings. Marty says there's like forty five. Well, I know I know Marty likes making that up. But the, <laughs> the, the, the funny thing the funny thing is Marty forty five would have been great ratings for him when he did his show, but. Oh, <laughs> I mean, here, Marty! Marty got a few people listening. Marty got a few people. What? Sorry, no. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Marty got a few people listening from the forums, and that was it. But uh, this really has like about a thousand people who listen. That's why there's always new people coming out of the woodwork that that say they listen that I'd never heard of before that have actually been around for uh, uh, listening for years. And, and there's always new ones coming to me because there's so many people who listen that we've never heard of that never post in the forums. The, the thing is here, a lot of them do listen for the poker right. content or partially listen for the poker content. And right. uh, and, and uh, it, it's so hard to please everybody because everybody comes to me with different things of what segments they like and what they don't. And sometimes we get completely opposite opinions of, right. of what people love and what they hate. And, and I try to eliminate things that, that people just universally seem to not like. But but it's right. it's so hard with, with what so many do people th- universally not like. I don't th- I don't find that. Uh, I mean, maybe well, they universally not like Antonio Esfandari limit Holdem hand recaps. But what would somebody universally not like about a show that you do with me, with Daredevil, or without us? Give me one example. Can I speak? Like I think I'm a good example. Of okay. A, yes, like, you're a great example. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, I have I have no like forum. Like I I I don't post in the forum at all. But what's weird is uh, there was a moment where, like, there was a forum fight that happened on uh, happened on the podcast. And Brandon, you were like super against it, right? Like, you were like, stop it. There was a forum fight. There there was something uh, something related to the forum. He's saying where people were arguing, and you didn't like. I think it may have been Marty or something. I don't know. 
Oh, with that, was when everyone was on there just yelling and screaming, and you couldn't hear a word. That makes good radio. Was that the time? You're no, there, there was a time yeah. you just didn't want to. There was also a time you just didn't want to hear the whole thing. Like you just didn't. You weren't. In the yeah, I would here. say it was about a month. I, I, honestly, to be honest, yeah, I remember what you're talking hard. about. But they were no, all yelling I mean, well, and screaming and talking on top of each other, and that makes awful radio because no one can hear anything, and it's just not. It wasn't just that. You just didn't like the topic, too. There, I don't need to shit on your point. I don't think Marty was involved, to be honest. He may not have oh, been. Not, I feel like this was. I, I don't know, remember who was involved, but, but go on. What was yeah, the point? It, it, I, I'm not a forum member. I found it fascinating. I was completely. I love it. Honestly. Wait, so you can be in the chat and you're not even a forum member? You're allowed to do that? Well, you, you can be a member no, and just not, not ever read the forum. You can have an account but not ever really use it except for that. Oh, so you have, No, so I you, mean, this is... Okay. This is literally my first time to be in the chat tonight. The first okay. time ever. What I'm saying is, like, I, I typically am a podcast listener. I listen on uh, just driving for work. So what is it you universally would think that everyone does not like? Ooh, does not like? Uh, I mean... That's what you <laughs> I think Druff would know my opinion. I, I think his intros are fucking horrible. Like it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that is universal, to be fair. But well, I've tried to cut them down some. It's, it's almost to the point where it's comically so awful that it's funny. Well, no, but I've actually cut it down some. No, I've actually, I don't think uh, it's funny at all. I think, uh, I think I, I've cut it down some though. I, I've I've uh, I made the free roll thing where you just go read it online now, and I don't repeat it all. Like I've begged him multiple times to just put in the uh, take the show summary. Uh-huh. When the uh, when the show actually starts, he won't do it though. He won't do it. He can't do it. I just forget some. I just forget I when it starts. Did it once. <laughs> I've done it a few times. But look, oh, uh, he did, no. Uh, to be fair to him, he did it for a long time. He just stopped. Yeah. So so look, the 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 point is that uh, it, it's it's better with with all the varieties. This way, people get something out of it no matter what things they prefer. And when you start trying to say, oh, I bet everybody likes this, I bet everybody likes that, uh, uh, we already had this five years ago where, where, where certain people determined... No, that's not what led to all this. No, that's not, no, no, that's not, I'm not saying that's what led to it. I'm saying we... we I'm saying, no, no, I'm saying... Hold on, you're not listening to my point. I'm saying that we had it proven five years ago that when I left the show, the show went downhill. It, it, it was it went downhill big time and it wasn't the same anymore and then it collapsed and people just didn't have the same uh, enthusiasm. I mean, I, I uh, it wasn't the same. The, okay, I mean, but uh, so what? I know. It, it's the, <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you, what you I'm trying one, to say here is it, it's better to have element out of that show though it wouldn't have been as successful, right? So are you that's just, saying, just the same as saying that if I left? And, and you and my con did a show, or my yeah, exactly. left and you and I did. It, it, exactly. it just it, everything just changed. It, it, that's what that's I'm not. That's not taking. So, away so that's what I'm trying to say. You're, but you were taking you, away anything from you. You were just saying. Not. You were just hold on. You were. That, that's what my point is. You were talking about uh, uh, yeah, time to leave and, and separate and, and this whole thing with, uh, with Paul McCartney and uh, and John Lennon. I'm saying that th- that that would be a mistake. If you do that, then then okay, here's you kill example. you kill something that people like. <laughs> I think. <laughs> For all the good that you do, and, and, and there's a, a insane, I mean, just not even talking about radio, just talking about the forums for a second, you know, the fact that you take the incredible amount of time that you do to write posts, and sometimes I'll read something, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this must have taken him an hour to do, maybe it only took you 30 minutes, but right. the time you put in, that's not even, you know, but here's an example, I don't think that you're a good, it's maybe comparable to like a, a, a college football coach, or basketball coach even. I don't think you're a good talent developer, for instance. Now, for what example, I see with Daredevil, 
there is a lot of not unpolished raw talent that needs to be developed with this kid. Developer, that, what am I, I supposed to like do these here? Development's being stunted. What? Can I uh, can I uh, oh, compare okay. Brandon to like? Sure, go ahead. Like athletes are concerned. Brandon, you're the athlete who's like is super talented but doesn't care. Like, uh, like, like so, Randy Moss. Would you say like Randy Moss kind of? Well, I don't want to compare you to Randy Moss, but you're the guy who like. But what athlete doesn't? Like Allen Iverson, he didn't care. No, I, I, what I'm saying, like you're you're super valuable to the forum, and like we need you, and we need you for the podcast, but like you just don't care. So, I don't care. You know, right. if I you don't. take like three or four months off, good, great. I mean, I care, but, like, but it's it, I I don't I I if I I can't build my life around well, no one expects a you to podcast do that, so. I mean, you know, what I've been trying to do, and I think you've all seen it, is for the most part, I try to come on like around 9 or 10 so we can be done with Poker Stars, Amaya Gaming, FPPs, Lock Poker, Cash Outs, and and, and who won the tournament in in Bell Gardens that week. And then, you know, I can come on and and we could talk about, you know, the other stuff. Right, exactly. I don't think I've hid my stance that in general I'm just bored. Totally bored with poker. But even with that, even with that, you're not coming on every week. And there's, there's. Uh... I think I've only missed one week in in a while. But trust, trust, like. To but again, remember Brandon, who is who is uh, Randy Moss incarnate? You spent the first two hours. First off, your your intro was terrible, an hour long, unacceptable. It was not any close to that. What are you like, talking about? Unacceptable. It's not even close. And to then, like, tonight, it wasn't that bad. What are you talking about? But then you spend an hour on just parking, dude. Like nobody gives a fuck. Are you talking? You kidding me? This. That's, uh, I like that segment. See, that's the thing. You, okay, of course you did. This is the, the topic on the internet with, at the home internet. That was a little too long. But that's at the end of the show. At the end of the show, we, I don't worry about that stuff. That's why. That's why I put. Do you understand? I I I build it up. I I put the show in a certain order. So this way, at the end of it, we can just waste time, and whoever doesn't like it can turn it off at that point. And that's, right, I'm still here, and I want to make it fun. I want to bullshit with uh, right. Daredevil. Was the internet segment a little bit too long? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Now, when we all had that mojo going when we were doing the award show, do you think it was – I mean, I'm not saying disrespectful, but do you think it was bad timing to take the motorcycle phone call? Well, I said as much. No, 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 the, I think I interrupted the call too, by the way. So I no, no, he, no he's the one who interrupted. The motorcycle lasted like two seconds. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm not just saying at all. I mean, Druff, you do way more than any of us. But the sink is just off. The sink is just, I don't know. It's something just so. And like I said, Daredevil, we have, you have, you have a real diamond, but it's in the rough and it needs to be molded and groomed and shaped. Well, the kid has a lot of talent. But, you know, if that's, that's, but that's but not I'm even my me. role. It's not my He'd role be here. People, you would be better than me. If one day. I, I'm not, that's not my role here. It's for people want to show up and be a co-host. They can be. And I'm happy to have them. But it's not my role to develop talent. They they just they got to develop themselves. No, of course not. No. And no. and but, what? But trust, like you can't. Nobody nobody cares about parking. I, I mean, I, I don't mean. See, that's not true. See that you don't care about parking. See, that's that's the. What, I mean, you show me a genius, and I'll show you his protege. I mean, you say you don't need to mentor somebody, but it just. You know, maybe you should. 
mentor him. I mean, you have 10 plus years in the podcast business. I, I don't feel like it. It is brand so, Josh, like, would you say, like, is, is it fair to say that, like, you lead, like, as far as the podcast is concerned, for a week to week, you lead with, like, the number one topic? I, I lead with a topic that uh, I, I think is a, a big story at the moment. It's, for you, it may not be interesting, but, see, every week... Uh, People like different things, and that's and sometimes and I try to select something. Hold on, I try to select something that I think people will find interesting. Sometimes I get it right on. Sometimes it turns out it wasn't. Sometimes I'll right. like I'll read the chat room. I'll take glances at the chat room, and if I have like everyone saying this sucks, move on. This sucks. It may just be that the people in the chat may be skewed one way, and it turns out most of the listeners would have liked it. But I tend to go on that if a lot of people say the same thing. Even if I'm feeling differently, I tend to go on what they're saying, and then we'll speed it through and get rid of it. Uh, I remember I once had an interview that I thought I was interested in, but the chat room said, this sucks, I'm bored, be, be done with what it. So, so I, I ended up talking about some kind of staking controversy. So I, I, I ended it very fast. I, I, once I saw that, I, I closed it a lot faster than I would have. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I take the input on things like that, but I also have to make judgment calls of what I think is the, r- the right thing to do, the right time. There's a lot of different things you have to do to, to have these shows appeal to as many people as you can. I, I don't want to just appeal to, to 10 people who, who like a certain niche subject. This is a, a general interest show. And uh, and that's that's right, what I'm trying to do here. So so and and sometimes some things will appear appeal to some people. Some things won't. Sometimes the segment I think is going to be good and ends up being crap. Sometimes I think something that's uh, terrible that that's, yeah. that isn't going to be that good ends up ends up pretty I mean, good. I talk with a porn star for two hours. I like to get limb fucked, and I got rave reviews. <laughs> Ava Devine. I mean, it's not rocket science. You get on the air. You get in the flow and you talk, and you, you just—it's not. But it depends. You you have different people that are listening for different things, and 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 I've I've heard. Yeah, but see, that's something you just have to understand. You can't please everybody. No, but I'm not trying. I'm not trying to please everybody. But I'm, I also I I don't want to please just a small segment that likes a certain type of thing. I want to provide uh, a number of things that that people will enjoy. Some people will well, like course. some like, things better. Honestly, like as far as your rundowns are considered, that I mean, for the record, last way too long. Uh, like your topics are usually solid, like very good. But I mean, do we need to spend an hour and a half on parking? Okay, let's not go back to the parking thing again. It wasn't <laughs> well, an hour and a half. He, he's, he's, he's yeah, he's exaggerating too. It wasn't even close to that. But but well, no, I'm, I'm counting. I'm counting the horrible intro too. Well, this <sighs> is what I'm looking at here. Poker stars demanding high limit players video themselves something. I don't know. The poker stars suspended uh, Mo Curly, something. Okay, Daniel Stern poker stars something. Poker stars reaches settlement something. Poker star stock something. That's it's that's to me. I look at that and I'm like, Christ. Maybe I come on at midnight. That's well, okay, but that means you don't have an interest in it. That's what I'm trying to say to you. Like, you can't, can't say you... that the majority of people uh, that are listening. That's why I said a lot of people. See, this is a this is on poker front. No, no, no. Listen, the poker star po- po- if you want to do your own separate show, I've always said you can you can turn on and do your own show. That's always been I open tried to you. Once, but then you changed the codes on me. I'll give it the new ones. I didn't change them on you. I just changed them. But I'm saying there's too much poker stars. There, there's just whatever the topics are that week. No, I mean, whatever the topics are that week. Uh, that are big in the, in the poker industry in the news. That's what I'm going to cover. The only thing I don't cover is like tournament results. I think that's really boring, and nobody wants to hear that. But but just general right. news stories, I, I cover them, and I realize some people won't have an interest in that. But this is called Poker Fraud Alert. A lot of the audience is here to listen to that stuff, and of I've course. I've had a lot of a whole lot of people See, tell I've me this is why they listen. Have a show that's comedy and gambling and 
general camaraderie. But we have so we have both. We have the big, the first and yeah. second half. How long is Daredevil's contract with you? If I wanted to buy him out, <laughs> it, it's 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 like a month to month Tennessee. There's no there's no contract right now. The, the, here we, we have a new caller. Hang on yes. for six three one. Go ahead. So we need more guys. Guys, yes. guys, let's relax. So, so both of you have fair points. I just woke up. Well, not really, but I've been listening for like 30 minutes. Hearing, hearing both of uh, you go off. Hold on, hold on. I got to know who Who am I listening to? Uh, it's handicap. Yeah, who is this guy? It's, it's handicap me. <clears throat> oh, that's New York. Yes. Yeah. Handicap. He, so, he, he wakes up cool. and hears us still on the air. Oh, my smoothies here. Hold on. I'll be right back. Oh no! It's going to be pointless stuff. See, what the fuck? He, he, runs, he, he runs off with a smoothie when a, a point's about to be raised. Okay, so I'm just going to make a quick point. Okay, yep. So I'm just going to make a quick point. So I only caught just, I guess, like the tail end of when it started because when I tried to download it, you guys are still on. So all I'm going to say is that yes, Todd does have a point. He does kind of keep the show together. He does add in, you know, content. So it's more like a filler sometimes to try to get to the good stuff and try to keep it going. That's great. What Brandon and Daredevil do is they add the outside perspective where not everyone's always going to agree with Todd. They may think the topic's boring. They may, you know, have their own input. They may disagree. And I think that, you know, if you guys keep it going like this, it would be a good dynamic. I do think that Brandon should join later on in the show because he doesn't really care about, you know, the poker stuff, like the parking, whatever, you know. No, like I care Toys about parking. Yeah, it's Vegas. He cares. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. You no, know, I doubt spend it. spend an hour on parking. I'll never pay yeah, for parking, yeah. I promise you uh, that. I, you know, I'll get it comped. I'll get it waved. I will never No, I, 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 won't, pay, I won't spend yeah, a penny either. Yeah, but you spend an hour on it. We're just well, and I think that's fine because some people will like that. Personally, not me, but... I know he's not live there. What I am saying, though, is that I think you guys have a great dynamic, but I think Brandon, because he is, like, you know, like, he's the wild card, right? He needs to join maybe a little bit later in the show once, like, all the serious bullshit topics are done. And when Brandon comes in, it's, like, three to four hours of, like, perfect radio, where prior, it's more of just, like, the setup, which is great, which is nice, because you need that. And I think their double fits into both aspects of that. So I think Brandon this, should, uh, you know, what's up? Is this Garrett speaking? No, no, that's not Garrett. It's, come on. Uh, no, I really? said Garrett. Do you take Garrett that back? With a J. With a J. No, no, this is, this is uh, Handicap Me. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just going off the chat. Sorry. I, I don't know who people are, so. Oh, uh, no, no, it's, it's just Handicap Me. Anyways, all I'm saying is that I think we're going to be right together. I think that Todd adds his own element that a lot of people like. I think Brandon adds his own element that a lot of people like. I think Daredevil, he compliments both of you. So, you know, stop fighting over who does better at what and blah, 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 blah. All three of you are good. Todd, if I listen to you the archives later and you talk about an hour and a half of parking, dude, I'm going to fast forward to it. Otherwise, I'm sure the rest of the show is No, it's not anywhere near an hour and a half. It's All a, right. Well, that's great. I'm walking into work, and okay. uh, I'll see you guys later. All right. Very good. Have, have a great day there. All right. Thank you. But he, he brings up yeah. a good point here. He's he's uh, 
yeah, that, that's a great point. And that's and that's what I was trying to say. And, and I don't have a I don't have a problem with Brandon coming in later in the show. In fact, it's better if he doesn't have an interest in the topics earlier in the show. Then this the it's a better point for him to come in when those topics are, are finished. In fact, I can even call him or text him when they're done, so he doesn't have to take a guess you know, at when it. When Cal Ripken is, is his final couple years when he was approaching the streak, he stayed in a separate hotel from the rest of the team. If the whole team was staying at a Hilton, he stayed at a Marriott. If they were staying, the whole was staying at a uh, Starwoods, he stayed at a Ritz Carlton. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So, so you're saying that uh, during the World Series, you're going to make sure not to stay at, at the Rio no, when I'm there? You're not getting. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Okay, so look, I I can't force anybody to uh, to participate in this show. Uh, whoever would like to can. Uh, whoever doesn't want to can't. I, I'm not going to you know kill the poker content out of this show. We're going to lose a, a large portion of the audience that we've worked years to build, and I'm not going to do it. Uh, but uh, I'm now also the numbers been stagnant. But the, the, I don't. How much growth have we even seen? We, we haven't seen growth, but we haven't seen deterioration. So, so how do you know that with the new format we might not blow up? Because I because I, I've I've spoken to the people who listen. And, uh, how just many of them? Random. I don't know how many, but it's like a random sampling of people who contact me that they're listeners, and they'll actually volunteer what they like and dislike. And it's all over the place. But what I what I know for a fact is, if I killed the poker content, we're going to lose a lot of people, and and that's why I do it. But you can just come in later. I don't see what the problem is. Well, but but you can't talk to people who don't listen, so you don't know how many people. Yeah, but it's, it's hard in. to it's hard to gain people. I'll tell you how we gain people. See, you're, we we do lose people. I'm not saying we lose we don't lose audience. We do. Uh, any radio show, no matter how good, is always going to lose some audience, but then they'll gain at the same time from people that weren't listening before. So we we have a situation which is kind of funny that we, the number of people we're losing is about the same as what we're gaining. But gaining is not that easy. Gaining they have to find it in some way. And since we don't spend any money advertising, or whatever, uh, people either find it because of some story that Poker Fraud Alert is involved in covering, or they just find it as some kind of like list of podcasts and, and run into it that way and decide, decide they like it. Uh, and but I, I can tell you that I've I've gotten a lot of people telling me things that. Uh, uh, that, that they mainly listen for the poker content. They go, yeah, I like the other stuff too, but uh, you know, I, I really am mainly here for that. And I, I get a lot of messages like that. Now, not, not, they're not all like that. Some people say they love uh, the non-poker segments. They find the poker segments boring. Some people love it all. Some people say they listen from start to finish. Some people, would you believe, listen multiple times from start to finish, even like the six-hour shows. Uh, so it's it's a wide cross-section of people. But, but it, if there was a widespread objection to the poker content, then I would change it. I'm not going to be stubborn and say, oh, I like it, I'm going to do it. I, I would say if, if, other, if, if a lot of people who are listening find it boring and don't want to hear it anymore, and it, then I'd get rid of it. But I, from what I've observed, that's not the case. So Beer and Poker's on. Hello. How's it going? Um, I just called in basically to say, um, you know, for one, you, I, I like the poker content too, within reason, although sometimes I think it goes a little too far. But I do want to say that I think the agenda, maybe as a suggestion, I don't know if you would want to do it, but let your co-host read the agenda topics. Because sometimes <laughs> I think you could just read, like uh, like I'm looking at the topics for now. It says MGM properties, charge for parking in Vegas, crazy woman. You just keep going down the line because sometimes you, you get into the topic and you're actually discussing the topic before you're actually getting to the topic. And that's what causes <laughs> the thing to go on for an hour. That's a good suggestion. It, it does go on a little long. I mean, I'm just going to be fair here. It does go on that, a little that's too a, long. That's a good suggestion. I'll, I'll try that. I'll try to just not discuss the topic, as tempting as it can be. I, I, what I try to do is 
sometimes like tease the topic so at least people can uh, get more of a feel for it to, to where it's a little more exciting than just a one sentence explaining it. But yeah, the, the, you do have the problem where you can start talking about the whole thing uh, while you're going through the agenda, and then the agenda takes an hour. So, uh, I mean, it's good to have too, like to have that anchor topic. Sometimes, like if you, for the live listeners, it's better. I mean. Like if you waited a, like a topic or two, if you know the people are going to be there for listening for several hours to actually wait, to let them ca- come in and actually listen to it live. But for podcast purposes, it's probably better off to have that anchor topic, you know, the long topic at the beginning of the show. Yeah, and I, I try to have things at the, at the beginning that I think are going to uh, interest the majority of people. And then as it goes on, uh, it, it becomes more free form where you can just ramble and go on tangents and, and, and things like that. Uh, because, as I've said, my attitude is that – remember when we were with MyCon, he used to always complain, oh, the show's too long. The show's too long. We could be in the middle of a great segment. Oh, it's been four hours. I want to go eat sushi. I want to go play digital poker. And it was so frustrating to me because so many shows yeah. were ruined in the middle because well, he Mike just – didn't want to be there at the start a lot of times. Yeah, he it's, felt he felt it was it was too long. And, and, I, and he said – I said, why? Why does it matter if it's long? He says, uh, no one wants to listen to a five-hour po- – I said, then don't. They can listen for three hours and turn it off. Like I, I wasn't understanding. No one's committing themselves to listen to time. They can listen to whatever they want. So – I've tried to format this show with that in mind that uh, as it gets more freeform towards the end and just kind of uh, just discussing random things back and forth, if people just think, oh, this, is, uh, this isn't really going anywhere, it's a show about nothing now, uh, they can turn it off and, and everything that's on the schedule they will have heard. And that's, that's the, the way I've formatted it here. And also people who like the freeform stuff can get used to it and kind of fast forward to the – middle of the show around when when brandon comes on and just listen to that stuff and avoid all the poker star stuff so that's that that's... I, I will say this though there is an issue on the show with repetition yeah one of one of them is the intro and then it's repeated later and one of them is just you know the same stories being repeated i don't know how many podcasts you listen to todd but that's just not done it's just not good radio and the other thing is, for me as a co-host, it's like, well, I've heard this story before. I've commented like they, on it. Like so the, no the Ari Han history last week. That well, that's, yeah, that's an extreme example. But, yeah, there's just – you don't want repetition on, on any you know radio show or podcast. If you listen to any other ones, they don't – like if a story comes up, maybe they'll briefly summarize it. But you can't – like the whole thing again is that's, – that's something that could be cut out and make the show a little bit tighter. And then, but you're also not losing anything because it's already been discussed. Well, I've tried to do that. I've tried to say things like, like I don't. Every time we get to the poker stars VIP thing, I don't go through a whole explanation of what that was again. I just say go back and listen or go read about it. Like I, yeah. I, I try not to do a complete repetition. I, I know the Esfandiari thing I did, and uh, and people got irritated with that. But that, that's as you said, it's an extreme example. Uh, so I, I have all these things in mind when I'm doing the show. I have all these things that. Uh, uh, I think about as when I'm doing this show, I think about if I were a listener, how would I react to this? And uh, something I like, I like doing on the show instead of talking about stuff we dislike. Something I like doing is is making phone calls just out of nowhere, like like we're talking about something. Oh, let's call this person to discuss it. We just just hit them with a call or hit yeah, the that's good. hotel that's with good. a call. And I think about as a radio listener, when I'm hearing them just call something, I'm always like excited, like oh, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? They're just calling them. They're really, like that's that becomes kind of exciting to hear. 
And, and so I like doing things like that. And, and I, I even like – I also like playing clips like uh, when we, we played the uh, the Matt Marifiati stuff and her commenting. I've, I've always liked playing clips of things and stopping them and commenting. I, I, I've, I've liked that type of stuff too. That's actually where I have the most fun personally uh, on the radio. Though I also like talking about some serious topics that, that affect the poker industry and the gambling industry and, and, and uh, like people cr- keep – criticizing the parking oh parking for an hour an hour and a half it wasn't really that long but we weren't talking about ten dollars for parking we were talking about its impact of doing that and whether it's smart or not and i think it's a worthy topic to discuss for for a show about las vegas so that that's why it's a worthy topic that parking i mean it doesn't even affect me too much but i think it's a good uh topic yeah it's, it's 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 a it's a big change in in what's always been done there so it's not a topic you've covered over and over again, too. I think sometimes when you have certain topics, where it's like a follow-up because something changed this week compared to last week's topic. Maybe if if you have a hard time getting, you know, really just putting, you know, cutting the time short, maybe allow like allocate ten minutes to this topic because people don't want to hear it over and over and over again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe time limit a certain topics that people just that you, know, you can do that with. If you remember, Whatever. as recently as uh, I don't know a year ago, uh, maybe. Somewhere around a year ago, I used to have to end this show early, like ten thirty, ten o'clock. I used to have to end this almost like Mike on, but not because I wanted to, but because I had to, because Benjamin uh, stayed up later than his mom did, and then there was no one to watch it, and his mom had to go to sleep for for work the next day. So I was, I, I would have to, if I didn't end it by uh, near ten, I'd start getting text messages: "When's it over? When's it over? Come up!" And like, I, I'd finally. Like I, I couldn't go that much longer. So now, since everything's changed now, and and Ben goes to bed uh, at the same time as his mom, now I can just go as long as I want. And th- this has removed some of the time restrictions, which is I don't feel stressed anymore. Oh, we're not going to get to this crap, or I have to just end it. I, I hate feeling like under the gun to to end something. Uh, but this also makes me less strict about with myself and with everybody about uh, speeding things up with time. So uh, that, that's why some th- sometimes things can drag because I feel like uh, we have time here. And, and if I had complaints like, oh, what, these seven-hour shows, I can't stand them, you know, make, it, make it shorter, then I, I would. I'd squeeze more into a short time. But it seems like every time we do a long show, everybody loves it and says, oh, I, I want to hear more. So I, it's I, no, I, it's I mean, hard to cater to I like long shows for the record. It's just really hard to cater to both your live audience and your podcast viewers. Like your podcast listeners can just skip through something, whereas your live listeners are sitting there, come on, next topic. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I've, I've read about – I was once reading uh, advice for, for doing internet radio shows. I read some something that some guy wrote about this. Not, not someone in poker, but just a general advice column someone wrote. And, and someone wrote, since most of your listeners will not be live, which is definitely true for this show uh, – don't do your show for the live listeners. It may feel natural to do it for the live listeners, but don't do it because most of the listeners uh, are not going to be happy with it. The, the ones that are listening in the archives are going to be bored with some of the things that you're doing that are for the live people. And I, I've tried to keep that in mind, as, and it is hard. It is hard because you, you see the people live, you want to make them happy, and it, it's hard to picture making the... 90% of the listenership that's listening in the archives happy because uh, you're not getting the direct feedback during the show. But it, but it I, is, and then you got the live listeners who care more about, like, form topics, and the people who are listening to the podcast don't really care. Like, yeah, afterwards, and, so. and, and, I've, and I've thought about that, and, and uh, so I try to think about that, and I try to think about, like, uh, 
Like, that's why when I thought, I'm going to cut down the intro, I said, the thing, number one thing I should cut out is the free roll, because that's absolutely boring for anybody listening, not live, because they, uh, they don't care. It's already taken place. It's over. So I, I tried to cut mention, that. You can mention it and say, you know, free roll, go read about it in the forum. You know, we just lost map. Brandon, by the way. He just vanished. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 wait, no, he's back. Oh, never mind. Back to chat, too. He left chat, too. Yeah, he left, but he came back. All right, so 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 the, I mean, these these are all, all good suggestions here, and I, I try to keep all these suggestions in mind. I I, I don't want to be stubborn with the show and say I just like it the way it is. Too bad, accept it, uh, deal with it. Uh, I, I try to keep in mind all the suggestions and and try to think what is going to be best overall for the audience. Not how am I going to please everybody, but what's the best overall thing? And and I'd rather have a thousand people mostly liking the show. Than uh, you know, 100 people really liking it and 900 not liking it. That, that's that's what right. I. I'm so what do you? So what do you think the like? What's the uh, what's the best content? Is it funny or is it actual like details of a scam? But I, I, I there is no best content. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it depends on the listener of what they're here to listen for. And there's some who like everything, but right. it depends what they're here for. And that's why I've seen such a wide cross section. And believe me, it would be so much easier if everybody just liked one thing. And I'm not married to the to having to do a poker show. Uh, I, I'd be fine if if everybody just wanted this to be just a pure entertainment show with no poker gambling topics. I, I'd miss talking about this stuff, but I, I would do it if right. this is, if this is what the people were demanding. And uh, I, they wouldn't be stubborn. I, I had that problem when I was on the other show with Micon. Sometimes we'd have arguments where Micon would want to do what some segments. What was the name of the uh, show with Micon? That, that was uh, Dog Down Radio. And, and it was also Never One Poker Radio. And Starring I, I, his? What? Starring his? It, it, was, it was Micon, me, and, and Brandon on there. I just love that you won't say it. I just said it, though. So, so when I did it with, when I did it with Micon. <laughs> When I did it, with one thing that also irritated me was sometimes there would be some segment that he really liked that the entire audience pretty much hated. Like like we do some right. interview with someone who just won a, a bracelet in a minor event, and and, uh, and nobody wanted to hear that. And, and the, the, the interview right, – You do this all the time. And the interview would be, so what's it like to be balling now? So it must feel pretty good to have a bracelet. I'm like, oh, my God, this is, this is awful. Like there's no – this is not interesting at all. None of our audience is here for this. So, like, but but he would he would like doing it, and and I would have these discussions like that. Nobody likes this, and it was very hard to get through because he wanted to do things that he liked, and and so I've always tried to have. And, and so once I I got this show going on Poker Fraud Alert, uh, I said I'm not going to have that going on here. That if there's some something that's universally disliked, I'm going to get rid of it, no matter how I personally feel. And if there's suggestions that I think are valid, then uh, I'll, I'll try to work them in and, and not just be stubborn and say this is going to be my way or the highway. I don't, I don't want it to be that way. So so I – and, you know, people listening here, if you want to email me suggestions, you can do it. Dandruff at PokerFraudAlert.com. You can send me your suggestions. I'm not saying I'm going to take everything you send me as gold and, and do exactly what you say, but it will be additional feedback. You can tell me what do you think of this whole topic. If you want to post in the forum, you can too. Uh yeah. There's a lot of people that like the prank calls, and I do when the, when it's a good one. But I think when you can kind of yeah. tell it's going nowhere, you should probably shut it down a little sooner. Sometimes they get a little bit like cringing in a way where it's just like, can you please just end this call? You're not going to get anything out of it. You know what I'm saying? You, you keep it going maybe an extra minute or two, maybe even a little longer than it needs to be. And it's just being constructive here. Well, like, okay. You know yeah, I, going that, or, I mean, I just – I don't think that's fair because like – you're dealing with like an average person, so you don't know when 
the call could be great. So. Yeah, that, that's that's how I was feeling. Like that's how I feel. Like sometimes it doesn't get off to a good start, but then it improves. I I, I no, try to say exactly. Right. I, I, I do, but sometimes it's just you can kind of tell. I, that's the problem with live radio. You just you just yeah, never tell I mean, where it's going to yeah, go. Yeah, but I mean, like. All, all these prank calls you hear on other radio shows, the, these are pre-recorded and edited, and they that's and they exactly. only play the best right. ones. So when you do anything live, you're going to have fail. You're going to have things that are uh, mediocre, yeah. and that, that's that's part of a live show. And and it, I, I would like to have more prank calls. Even people, if people suggest topics to do, I'll, I'll be glad to do more. Like sometimes you you know the one when you call the poker room and the person you need to talk to is not there and you're not going to get anything out of that call probably. Well, then I try to make it. I think so. I I mean I I think I think he's actually found solid gold. Sometimes just dealing with like just a regular dealer. Yeah. Sometimes just then I try to make it funny at that point and and try. It is hit or miss. And I, I, I'll try to make it entertaining at that point, like try to say ridiculous things or, or work the, the, whatever the character's personality is into into the call. Things. As I said, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And uh, I, I would like to do more of those. Someone complained recently that uh, I met up with in Vegas recently. said that uh, they really missed the prank calls. That was their favorite part, and they're not hearing that many anymore. So I said, you're right. There haven't so been Jeff, that many. Like, oh, sorry. Uh, how many voices do you have, would you say? <laughs> Well, the characters that have been done, Colonel Nigel Fabersham, Alvin Finkelstein, right. uh, Chico Loco, right. and th- those are the main three that have, have made calls. And uh, Could uh, you call Mike on or no? No, no, he'd recognize my voice. See, the, the thing, they all sound a little bit like, they all sound enough like me to where uh, it like, would be. Even with like a new voice, you couldn't call Mike on? No, what I'd have to do would be I'd have to use some kind of thing that either changes my voice. Like sometimes, like if I if I want to call something that I'm afraid, something or someone that I'm afraid will recognize my voice, I'll like sometimes just put it on speaker and back up from the speaker so it sounds a little different, or 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 put my shirt over the speaker to things like that to change it. Uh, but well, other than that, he he knows my voice very well. I was friends with him for years, and we talked and we were on the radio all the time together. Uh, and, right. I, I feel. I feel like as much as I've listened to you, I would recognize your voice if you like tried to fuck with me. What, what's, so what's, let me ask you this: What? Why wouldn't you just call him directly and just? You you realize that would be really really good radio. No, but there's nothing to say. Like this is a. There's really nothing to say at this point. He's not. He wouldn't want to be on this show. He wouldn't want to uh, provide entertainment on this show. And and there's nothing further to say. There really isn't on either side. Uh, everything's pretty much finished. Everything is. Uh, uh, it's just it's just a chapter that's closed. And it's the same thing with Brandon, where he's uh, you know he has nothing to say to him anymore. It's it's one of these things. I mean, there's that, a lot to say though. No, no, we've said we've said it all privately, and it's done. Like there there really isn't. I'm telling you, there's nothing more. We've we've gone over it from every angle. Most of it privately. And and there really isn't. Just everything's done. He's never going to come back. He's never going to be friends with me again. He's never going to be friends with Brandon no, again. He shouldn't. Be. He's he's not he's not going to be on the show again. Uh, I'm never going to be on any of his shows. And and hopefully we just don't have any like a problem with each other back and forth, uh, which which you know we we haven't in a while. But of course he's been away for a while with. Uh, Even if you guys were good friends, with all his legal trouble, he wouldn't talk to probably anybody right now. Uh, I don't think he's barely been on social media or anything. No, so. he's talking to some people, right. but but like friends of his privately. Like if we were still friends, he'd be talking yeah, to me. Well. But but uh, he has been off social media. I, I believe he, he's going to still stay off for the most part because he's on uh, he's on probation, so he doesn't want to screw it up. And uh, so, but Jeff, you understand like that would be absolutely amazing radio for us, like as listeners, huh? Well, but I, I can make a lot of like let's let's say me and, and my girlfriend broke up. I mean, that would be great radio for us fighting on the air. But I wouldn't want that. Like, there's certain things just from your private life you don't want 
broadcast well, yeah, everybody. No, I understand that. I don't. I, I mean, for me personally, I don't think I want to hear you and your girlfriend break up. But <laughs> so the idea that nice. you and Druff just are the idea that you and Mike on spent what? How how long did y'all's podcast go? Five years? Is that safe to say? Five right. Years? Oh, on the sh- well, I appeared on and off on the show uh, going back to '05, but. Uh, and it wasn't a regular show either. Gosh, and, and, long, then, huh? and then, and then, and then in uh, in two thousand eight, in February two thousand eight, I remember is when we started the first regular show that was going to go every single week. And before that, right. it was kind of on and off. And uh, in '08, early in that, we uh, we we got the Lithuanians to. Uh, Mike, was having a hard time getting a. a Running a radio platform that was working consistently. That that was a lot of the reason we weren't doing the show every week. It just was having all kinds of problems. He got the Lithuanians who knew more what they were doing. Because they were actually programmers. He wasn't. Uh, he could just put together. Mycon's ability was to put together tools others had built and uh, you know, read instructions on how to do it. But he wasn't a programmer. So uh, he was able to do some things but not enough. So And for whatever reason, I, I just was never brought into the mix to get involved in the technical way. I, I should have been, but I wasn't. So... When the Lithuanians did it, uh, th- then then we had a show starting from 08, and then that ran for almost two years, the beginning of 08 to the end of 09. Then Never Went Poker, that was the end of that, and then we started Donkdown right away. And it, that show, believe it or not, only went for a, a little bit more than a year and a half with my participation on it. It, it continued a little longer after that, after I was gone, but I was only on Donkdown from December 09 to September of 2011, so it was it was a, about a year and three quarters. Some people think it was longer, but it wasn't. This show has been almost four years. 2011. Yeah, and this show. So I was there less than two years, and this show has been here for four, almost four. So so this this has been the longest running thing I've had, uh, both and and forum wise, the, the the forum that ran the longest from all these was was Never Win Poker, which ran for five and a half years. And this one's been up four, but this is the the second longest of those. So, but of of the radio shows, this is the longest one I've been involved with. So, so when was when was um when was like the bad internet internet uh, online internet day? What what do people call that? You mean uh, when I was having internet problems? I know, as far as like like poker doesn't exist anymore in America. Oh, Black Friday. What, what that was, was that, a, that was April fifteenth, two thousand eleven. Yeah, two thousand eleven. Jesus Christ, that was that long. Yeah, it's almost five years, yeah. That feels like yesterday. And and to be honest, it's uh, five years later, we really haven't made that much progress with having uh, much legalized poker in the U.S. to uh, replace it. Probably won't either for a while. No, I mean, that day day crushed me as far as, like, a job. So that feels like it was two years ago. Like, 2011 is insane to hear. That's funny. Yeah, and we, we were I can, the. F- I can remember. Uh, I can remember the uh, the uh, podcast that went like twenty four seven with what's his name. With Brandon. No, no, no. What was the oh, podcast oh, with, with, with uh, Quad Jacks? Black Friday. Well, yeah, well Quadjack copied us. This, is, this was so annoying. Quad, we when this happened, I remember I was taking a nap and I got a call, uh, and and I was told that. Uh, that uh, they're trying to reach me or something. You know, my girlfriend came in and said they're trying to reach me, and and so it was, it was Brandon and uh, Mikeon, you know, wanted to reach me so we could do this show, an emergency show about Black Friday. So we she woke me up. We went and did it, and and, I, and we did this long emergency show 
about Black Friday, and we had all these people from, you know, Eric Morris from Bluff Magazine. You know, people came on because we were the only show that was broadcasting about this. The, the, I do. I, I can, yeah. And, and, and what happened was remember. Quad Jacks, uh, which uh, they saw this, and, and Zach the Snake in the Grass. Better got, show. He got it. He got show. He got an idea. Hey, I'm just going to copy them, and we're going to have the, this this long podcast. So, so after we went off the air, maybe six or seven hours into it, uh, they did one for yeah, 48 hours, some long ass thing, or maybe a whole week they did it, and and they just uh, I even went on it sometimes. I, I was coming yeah, on. There was, there. Was a, there no, was like I, I remember. Months. I remember you going on it. I, I vividly remember. Yeah. So, they, but they copied the whole thing, and at the time they were they were friendly with us. That was before we knew Zach was a snake in the grass, and and was conspiring against our show behind our back. And when we realized that, we we uh, called him out for it and severed our relationship with him. But uh, that they well, copied uh, that whole idea from us. What's your? Uh, why do you do that stuff? Why do you do that? What stuff? Like, why do you sever relationships and stuff? Like, you're, you're... Well, because because in the case of Zach the Snake in the Grass, he was trying to sabotage our show. That's why. See, I don't remember that part, and I know I listened to you guys. Oh, he was. I don't remember. The... Well, I'll tell you the story. The, the, there was a, a new porn star we were going to have on the show that Brandon arranged, and uh, she was known as Young Smooth. And Young Smooth was going to come on, and uh, we mentioned it, that we may have her on the next week. And then suddenly Young Smooth lost the desire to come on abruptly, and we couldn't understand it. And then we found out that Zach contacted her and warned her not to come on our show. And then he was trying to get her to come on their show. So we're like, wait a minute. Like we, the, the whole thing was a big sabotage. So we called him out, and then that's uh, – obviously at that point we're not going to be friends with him. And he even tried to BS me. Like, like he tried to come to us and, and explain it, but we weren't buying it because he was guilty. He was 100% guilty and he was just lying about it. He didn't even come to us and like say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done this. Like, he, he just tried to spin it like he wasn't guilty and that we were overblowing it, but he was totally guilty. He was just uh, uh, very sneaky and dishonest. We didn't want more to do with him. With MyCon, I didn't, I didn't abruptly sever that relationship. That was something that was a, a long process behind the scenes and, and, uh, we tried many attempts to save the whole thing. In fact, there's a show I, I listened to it not too long ago. A, a show where we came on after this whole blow Hold up. Hold on, you have to you have to explain why you listened to it now. I, I just it wasn't now. It was probably a year ago. But I, I happened to have a copy of it. and I just turned it on to listen. Uh, this was in uh, it, it was August in 2011 when Mike on and I really had our public blow up on the forum. And then, so this, of course, spilled over to the radio, and it was starting to look like I may be leaving Donkdown. Not, not, and they were pretty much forcing me out there. It wasn't like I was just saying I want to leave. I quit. I'm, I'm not a quitter, and but I was being pretty much forced out. And, uh, it, but at one point, it, it it wasn't so much the forcing out. They sure. were just. I was given a whole list. Well, hang on, I was given a whole list of things that they wanted, uh, you know, different. And a lot of things I was very unhappy with that they were being demanded of me. I'm not going to go through all of them again. But uh, I, I kept saying that if we want to, we've got to solve this whole thing, and we've got to convince the listeners that there's not animosity here. We've got to make it uh, clear that. Uh, Everything's made up at this point, even though we're not completely past everything and we haven't completely solved everything. We've got to make the listeners believe that or otherwise uh, the, the show's the show's not going to be effective if, if they're thinking we're resenting each other when we're doing the show. So we so 
I said also it's got to be natural. Like we, we, we can't go on and lie to everybody. We, we have to have this mostly solved before we say that. We have to, in reality, have it mostly solved. So we tried to do a show where we were saying it's all past, we're, we're good, everything's fine, we had some disagreements, but we're, we're back, everything's going to be good. But Mike and I couldn't even bring himself to say it. He was saying it in like a roundabout way where I could tell he didn't feel it and the, the audience could tell and this, this came off so phony. And the, the whole thing came off as so insincere and the audience said it. They, the people said it in the chat room. And that's when I realized that th- this had no future and that there, there was... Do you remember what like a... Like... When that was, like literally, that was in September like of two thousand. That was in September two thousand eleven. So, we okay. did that show, and then I, I, I did a show like a positive EV show. I did, and I, I think that was my last broadcast on there, where I even said at the end, uh, it, "I don't know if I'm coming back. I'd, I'd like to stay. I hope everything works out. But if I'm not, uh, it, it's been a pleasure broadcasting to you all, and something like that. Like almost like saying a goodbye, even though it wasn't over yet, because I knew it was." Likely to be over, and then I was actually forced out. I was uh, I was locked out of my controls there and everything, and I knew it was done. So, did I, you um, like w- once you were booted? Uh, so you you started poker fraud alert. Like how quickly? Six months later. Like six, six months later. And so, uh, uh, Mike almost doing his podcast at the exact same time. Yes, like in between those six months. Yeah, he was still doing it. It's a really weird uh, feeling, and I'm curious to what degree or disagree. Uh, I definitely liked MyCon more in your podcast, right? But I also followed you, and like as soon as you left, I was done with MyCon's podcast. So it's it's just a funny thing. Like, what does that mean? I don't know. But well, it, it, it meant that uh, you you liked uh, MyCon in, in how he was interacting with me, but then when, without me, he wasn't as interesting anymore. That's, that's what I think. Well, no, I, I feel like... That's the way I, mean, I feel, I feel like my com- Is that how you feel about it, for real? Like, yeah, like, what, well, did, when Drup was there, it was a lot better. It seemed like, like, last few months, where before Drexel left, Mike was just, he didn't seem to care. Like, in this, anytime he's, after Drexel left and his show is about, like, Bitcoins and e-cigs and stuff, I try to listen to some Well, that, that was a little bit later, but what, what yeah, I, I'll tell you what I noticed that I, I listened to the show after I left, at least, uh, like, I, I was curious to see how it would go without me. And, I, and of course, being human, I was hoping it was going to be an epic fail when I, once they I was They weren't gone. all fails. Of course. No, they weren't all fails, but I, oh. I, was, I was hoping. So I was listening and I, I, trying to be objective. It was hard to be, of course, because I was hoping for it to not work. But, but listening, and I started to notice, like, like they have, I remember they had inter- Annie Duke on for an interview, and and Mike on uh, just let her just bullshit and didn't say one one word of uh, criticism, just and and just and I thought, wow, if I was on there, this would be so much better. There would be hard questions, and it just seemed like every time there was an interview, it was just an ask kiss session, and there was never any kind of uh, uh, n- never the tough questions were asked, and and it it just lost a certain uh, critical element the whole show that was present when I was there. And and I just I just noticed wow a lot of what made the show what it was uh, is now gone a, a piece that I had there was an important piece and without this piece uh, it's kind of a fail show now and uh, and I and I said that doesn't mean I was the whole show it just means that I was an important piece it's it's much like a on a TV show where you're watching it and you like several characters and then one leaves and even if some other characters you liked are still there it just it's not the same anymore and and it, it just, the show's not good anymore and that's what I felt had happened. And I, and I thought that might happen. In fact, Mike on even knew this might happen because he actually was suggesting it as a way to keep everyone together that I should just completely leave the forum, quit the forum forever, and just do the radio show 
And he wasn't saying this like for my own good. He was saying like the, right. this is a solution. I said, oh, no, I'm not quitting this. I like the forum. The forum's a big thing. In fact, I've been, I've been managing it. I've been building the whole thing up. I've been generating content. Yeah, like I'm, you have, I'm not. I'm you not, have horrible opinions. Let's let's get them in. Let's get them in the forum. So. So I, I said, I said, I'm not, I, I'm not doing that. So I wouldn't agree to that, uh, obviously. And uh, so, yeah, it took six months. And when I, during those six months, I wasn't saying, okay, six months later, I'm going to make a poker fraud alert to make my own site. Especially at the beginning, for those first few months when I was gone, it was like a relief. It was there was so much stress involved with that whole situation that I actually thought that was the end, and that I wasn't going to be part of forums anymore. And that I wasn't going to do any more of these radio shows anymore. That it was just a chapter of my life that was done. And that uh, right. it, it felt so nice not to be fighting about this every day. Not to be dealing with trolls about it on the forum. And, and I, I just said, I, I just want it to be done. And, well, I, and I remember when you left. And then like a few months afterwards. Like you started DanDruff.com. Or you were using that stuff. Whatever you were doing to your blog. And you, you said you were going to create another a forum, but you didn't think, know if you were going to have a radio show or not. Well, yeah, you can still see when, it, actually. When Drexel left, was that what kind of, like, triggered you because you saw a lot of people? Well, I'll, I'll, t- I'll, tell, you what, about everything? I'll tell you what happened. By the way, is, is Brandon still here? He's been just, like, quiet. No no, Brandon. Okay, and what about uh, Daredevil? Are you still here? My God, we just, like, they're just fucking done, huh? Well, they've been here a long time. I don't blame them for that, but... Uh, so, we ruined their spirits. No, it's not, I know the show's been going forever, but some people want to hear these things, so I'm, I'm giving the no, answers. No, I mean, honestly, as, as somebody who's a lurker, who I don't post on forums and I don't, I find it all fascinating, to be honest. Okay, well, if, for people yeah, interested in, in all this history, uh, you can go to dandruffpoker.com right now, and it's up, and you'll see the blogs I wrote in between when I was gone from Donkdown. If you scroll to the bottom, you'll see the first blog is uh, November 17th, 2011. So first I took just two months off completely and then uh, wrote that first blog and, and then all the way up to February 26th, 2012, which is still before – it was about a week before Poker Fraud Alert started. And uh, th- th- So I wrote 12 blogs in that period of time, and then I started Poker Frawler, but you'll even see you know, one of them mentions that the site expansion is going on, or the future of Dandruff Poker. At one time, Dandruff Poker was going to be what Poker Frawler is. I just changed the name, and uh, that's, that's why Poker Frawler ended up being the one with uh, uh, with the forum and everything, and Dandruff Poker is just a relic, having some old blogs. But uh, I, I did the blogs because I, I decided there's still some things I wanted to write about, but I wasn't wanting to come to forums with all the trolling and all that other stuff again. So I, I said that this is the way I'm going to do it. I just post a blog. There's no way to comment, no way to respond. And so when I started writing those, I started getting people messaging me saying that they really missed me on the radio shows, that they want me to start my own show. They want me to start my own forum. They don't like the way Donk Down is. They think it's crap now, blah, blah, blah. So at first I thought, okay, of course I'll get a few people saying that, but that doesn't mean there's going to be mass interest in this. And then as I got more and more people telling me this, I, I finally said, all right, in, in February, I said, okay, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna do it. I, I, it was in, it, I wrote a blog on February 15, 2012, uh, saying that uh, it's called The Future of Dandruff Poker, and it was describing that I am going to start a site. Because when, when Brandon left, there was a fallout. Like, nobody cared about listening to that show anymore. Well, he tried to get some other guests. I know he had, I think he had Karina on one time or something. She really didn't like him too much. I know that from some of the things she said yeah, about well, it afterwards. She yeah, just kind of oh, tolerated him. That's but, a good point. I, this uh, was right around can, that same uh, time. Uh, 
Sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. This is right around the same time when Brand- Brandon had the falling out in February of 2012. I remember I was on the road in, in, in the desert, and uh, and I, I got a call that this was going on, and, and I actually pulled my car over. There's so much to read. I tried to read a little bit driving, but it, you know, I wasn't safe, and I just thought there's so much to read. Like, I can read something quickly when I'm driving, but I can't read like a whole long thread. So I actually pulled over at a Burger King just to sit in the parking lot and read all this. I couldn't wait to get uh, – I was driving to Las Vegas. I couldn't wait to get to Las Vegas uh, to, to read all this. I said, i got to read all this now. So I read all this in a parking lot at Burger King. And, and uh, I spoke to Brandon not too long after that, and, and he was suggesting that, that uh, he may want to come and, and do a show on, on my new site if I make one. And, and, uh, and so we, we talked about possibly doing that. Jeff, can I cut you off for a second? Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, well, <clears throat> you may not be able to speak on this, so it may like completely ruin the uh, conversation. But what was the feud between Mycon and Brandon? It, it was a weird thing. They were very, very close friends. They were closer friends than I was with with Mycon at any point. They really became close and hung out all the time. So, did you meet? Did you meet uh, Brandon through Mycon? No, no. It was this through Neverwin. But okay, but right. uh, Mycon was into this slot gambling at the time, where he, these. Uh, where he'd play slot machines that he thought were positive expectation, but they still had a lot of variance and whatever. My account was broke and he want he demanded a loan from Brandon for $3,000 to play slots. And Brandon said, I, I don't want to give you a loan for that. That's not something that I'm going to loan you money for. And Mike on got really mad at him. And that started a huge falling out. And the, and the real thing that the real catalyst to the public falling out at this point, it was a private falling out. The public falling out was when, Brandon, because he didn't like Mycon's attitude about it, said, okay, well, I'm not coming on radio tomorrow if you're going to act this way. You know, I don't like the way you're treating me here. So Brandon didn't show up for radio the next day. So Mycon came on radio himself and said, uh, well, someone wants to know where Brandon is. Well, I don't know. You know he, he just doesn't want to keep his commitments. So he was implying like Brandon just was flaking out. So Brandon was so mad when he heard that that uh, he went and posted the story of what was really happening. And then that – then it – blew up into this whole big fight, public fight, and and that was that. So, You know what's funny about that is that I, re- I remember that uh, fairly vividly, just thinking like they were just fucking around as a joke. I, I, w- I would never guess that Brandon would take that super personally. What he got well, what he got mad about was that they were in the middle of a of a fight, and Mike on knew very well why he didn't show up. And Mike on very strongly implied that it's just Brandon not keeping to his commitments to show up to radio, which is totally not. Oh really no, I, I mean, so I understand yeah, why he's got mad about that. I mean, I, I would have been mad too. So no, uh, that's what I'm saying. I, as you explain it, it makes sense. Yeah, like, as a somebody who was just a listener, like I actually, I mean, honestly, like if I'm being, I can't be. So I'm being completely honest. I always had my card back on this whole thing. Like I thought my come was the right one, but clearly, as things have shown up, that my come was the uh, wrong one. Well, who's, who's, who else is on the line? Well, we have Daredevil and Brandon like sleeping, but uh, <laughs> we, ha- we have we, well, we have had beer and poker on the phone too. No, but What's I think though. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I was just saying. Stop I that. think. Uh, I'm, I'm saying what I think, though, is like it's like you picture you're, you're, you have a friend, you know, and you help do everything in the world to help him out and everything like that. And all of a sudden, now that you can't give him this, he just like, all right, I don't want to even know you anymore. I'm, I'm pissed about it all. I'm just going to like, 
you know, you, you think you would, you, you wouldn't, you do a lot for that guy. Maybe he don't even do the same for you, but you do a lot for him. And now that uh, you won't, can't do this thing because you just don't find it to be right that he's pissed at you and he's talking bad about you about it. You know, that's, that's not really a great friend. Yeah, it was, it was a very ugly situation. And, and so, uh, you know, people asked me, you know, how, how could you let this happen? The, the show was going so well with the three of you there. Everyone liked it. It was, it was, it had built up the highest audience it had at that point. So, Jeff, what was, like, what is downloads at that moment? Like, what's the peak? Well, so the, the peak was, it actually wasn't that much higher than this show is now. It, it was probably around like 1,400 at the best, uh, on average. The best show and ever, the best downloads was, the, the best was like, like 10,000 for one particular episode. But that was, that was a, because it was something that everyone talked about, the uh, Travis McCarr thing. But uh, the right. but the right. th- the thing uh, the the typical episode got about fourteen hundred listens. This one gets about a thousand, so it's not quite as as high rated as the Dockdown show is peak. But uh, uh, but also the the enthusiasm for poker has waned since then. So we have a smaller group of people anyway. Like the tra- like the traffic on two plus two is much less than it was back in the, even in the middle of 2011. So, so you feel like you've had like 30,000? 30, 30,000 what? Like uh, viewers or listeners. It's, no, there's never been 30,000. It's, it's, it's been, no, I've had like 1,000 every week, but it's the same. You know, <laughs> no, I've never had 30,000, but I mean, it'd be great if I had 30,000. I don't have 30,000. So... Uh, what what I what I'm saying here though is that uh, people said, "Oh, this sucks to break the whole thing up," and it did. But that that's just the way it happened. And and uh, when you have these intense personal disputes where you can't continue anymore, and I knew it. I knew with, with such with, with such intense fighting we were having having back and forth, there was no way we could just go on the radio and pretend everything's fine. There is there was no way. And uh, you, so you ha- like. So are you guys, are you literally talking on the phone and fighting? Are you texting, emailing? We were, well, now we're not doing anything, but back then, yeah, we were talking on the phone. No, no, I'm saying at the time. Yes, we were talking on the phone. A lot of long phone calls, long phone calls. So, like, what are you fighting about literally? Yeah, all this, all this different drama with the site, and and I'm not going to rehash the whole thing now, but it was, it it was very frustrating to me because I I felt like, uh, I, I was almost like in an alternate reality where, where I, I was being told that the sky isn't blue anymore, and that uh, that, that everything that everything is different than what I'm perceiving it, and, and that uh, uh, it was crazy. And and I think a lot of people got a lot of ideas which were incorrect and were proven incorrect over time. Uh, one of which that uh, that I was dragging the whole site down, and if if I just uh, wasn't there, it would have blown up huge. So I left, and you saw how no. big it had blew up. So what's interesting is I was definitely not a forum member, so I can't speak on your post, but. Uh, like from a podcast listener, um, I definitely thought Michael was funnier, funnier than you, but I didn't think you were like slow either. If that makes sense, like I, so it it makes sense to me. Like in hindsight, being like, oh yeah, like Todd was was the better podcast host, but it, it was it was a good comment with the three of us on there. It was a good combination. It, it worked well. There were a few things that were irritating, like Mikeon uh, wanting to end the show early and stuff like that. Like that was a uh, that was frustrating. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to, I don't mean to cut in. I kind of loved that part. I loved it. Like it made me laugh. It, 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 I could see there was some entertainment value to it, but unfortunately, it wasn't just an act. It was it was real, and it was it was actually frustrating for us that he so, kept ending yeah, it early. So, 
on your side, it's fucking. It, it actually, it actually was frustrating, and there was, you know, there were certain things on the radio that I'd pretend to be unhappy about, and we'd have fights about. They were kind of just played up, and they weren't serious. But there were some actual things right. that I was, I was bothered about, and and uh, and those increased. It, it, when we had our falling out, it was something that had kind of been building up over time, and it, it wasn't just a sudden thing. It was something that had been building up, and I, I think was going to happen soon enough, and, uh, and and it did, and. It, it, so, like, what part of you, as far as, like, a smart person, like, did you see it coming? No, I didn't see it coming like that, but I but I saw increased uh, tension that was occurring, and, and I was I was feeling that, and, uh, like, uh, I, I, I didn't see it getting like that, like it did. Uh, that, that was a little bit of a surprise with how extreme it got, but it, it, it did seem like things were going downhill as far as our personal relationships and feeling towards each other and and i uh, so that in that way it wasn't a surprise it wasn't like oh i i thought i thought we were on great terms how did this happen like i i saw what was leading up to it and i i, I was uh th- there were a, n- a well, number Jeff, of, I, kind of issues. i don't mean to uh second guess your uh like judgment of a person but you you clearly started a uh poker site dependent on like scams and just, you know, shadiness, whatever. Did you, did you just not sense that from, uh, my son or. Well, I didn't, I didn't really see him as a scammer. It was just, he, he just wasn't a good friend. It didn't, uh, and no, turn on me. like part of your, part of your, uh, it, it, the shady involved. Well, I but it, that wasn't so much. He, he, he did some things that I, I felt, uh, were, he wasn't treating me fairly, uh, but uh, this wasn't so. Much, this wasn't really about scamming or stealing or anything like that. This this was about uh, a combination of of, of uh, just turning your back on someone that's that has always been there for you, and uh, and, and also not keeping promises and, and things like that. So that that's kind of what it was. It was definitely a, on a personal level we had all these problems, and uh, you know it was sad. Well, it was a stressful I guess time. What I'm asking is like, at, at what point do you just like be like? Fuck it, I'm done. That's what I did. That's that's why that's why I, that's why I was gone. That's why. Okay. Like, like I could have kept fighting it. I could have said when they locked me out, I could have said, "No, I'm 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 an owner here. You can't lock me out. You <laughs> like, have to you have to give it. me the access." I could have you know tried to take him to court, or uh, I, but I said, "What am I fighting for? To to remain a part of a site right. where they don't want me anymore? If if they don't want me here, then fine. I'm not going to hand it away for free because it was making money. But uh, uh, but I actually gave them a, a favorable deal." Uh, to to make my exit uh, easier and 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 left. So and, what? I'm gonna ask you. What what what's the deal? Well, no, I I've I've told people before. I I left. Oh, okay, have you? Sorry. I I left for. Uh, I only got twelve hundred dollars, and the reason it was only twelve hundred dollars, even though I think the proper payment then should have been like you know, three or four thousand, based on what it was generating ad wise. Uh, really? Like you're making that much money? Yeah, and I, well, I own yeah, right? I own 26 percent. Yeah, because it was making month after month and it had very little expenses, and it had a, a lot of ads running. So I, 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 this is like a one-time payment, and so I, I agreed to 1,200. Mike on said this is all he could afford, and it, it was true. He didn't have much money at the time, uh, but but uh, but the reason I accepted this, and I not only that, I accepted it on credit that that he would promise to pay me within six months because he couldn't pay then, and and so like I did this. In exchange for an agreement that he's going to control the trolls there, that once I'm gone, that they're going to start trying to post personal info and trying to post pictures from my family. Like I, I was like, look, I, if you keep these people, basically, if you keep these people under control and, and not to try to uh, uh, kick me once I'm gone, uh, 
uh, then I'll give you this favorable deal. And that's, and that's what we did. But So I didn't give it away for free, but I gave it away for very cheap. And to show you how cheap I gave it away, within uh, five weeks, he made all the money back from what he paid me. Five weeks. So so what what, uh, what percentage is uh, forum member versus just random listener? Oh, there's, there's, uh, right now. so I don't know because there's, as far as forum members who post, there's a lot more listeners. As far as forum right, members who lurk, course. I don't know because it is so hard to tell how many people really lurk because so many people have different IPs now. It used to be very simple where, where, uh, you weren't, you didn't have one person with a whole lot of different IP addresses. But now, uh, a lot of times on your cell phone, uh, you know, you, if you're at home, you'll have the IP of your home IP Wi-Fi. But what, 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 if let's say you get in your car and you drive down to the store and you you, you browse you browse Poker Fraud Alert, uh, right. your phone will have a different IP. Then maybe you're going to go uh, ten miles down the street. It may grab a different IP, and and so you could have just uh, just being out somewhere all day. You you could show up as like six different people. So that's why it's so hard to tell how many people are really lurking on the forum. Uh, versus uh, how many are just duplicates, and uh, and then of course there's the occasional lurkers who don't come there every day, but may come once a week or once every three days. So it's it's very hard to tell. I think there's a good deal of lurkers. Uh, we also have a whole lot of radio listeners that just listen and don't ever even read the forum. And and so this um, this part may be boring to them, except if yeah, I guess if they listen to the Donkdown show, they'd be interested to hear the the history behind it. But uh, this this is the this is the truth here, and this is this is what happened. And I really was ready, uh, especially between September and and November of 2011, and even after that, some to just uh, be gone for good and just uh, say, "All right, this I'm closing this chapter." It ended in a crappy way, but at some point, you just got to be done. It's like almost like a bad marriage where you just got to say, "This isn't right. working. I'm quitting." I mean, it happens all the time in business. You start a business, you know, getting the partners you, you, with all the people you're partnering with. Um, you know, after so long, you see different views of where you know, the direction's going, and then you just got to part ways. I mean, yeah, and and uh, you know, the reason we got in this whole discussion is, if you remember, there, there, it was almost like a tonight. It was like out of a joke where Brandon was saying, "Hey, anybody wants to hire me, call me." And he was only, you know, of course, if somebody wants to really hire him to be on a radio show, I'm sure he would do it, but uh, he, he wasn't seriously looking to leave. And this this whole thing is going to take Daredevil. Like this is all not. Not serious. Play up. I know. It's not. A, but but then it it spawned into this discussion, this whole discussion about uh, about the show and about the direction, and, and so uh, I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So what the? You just completely lost it, huh? I don't know, I've been talking so long, and it's it's oh. three thirty in the morning. It's got to be really tough to do those shows alone, though. Sometimes when you do some of these, I was like, I, I, I just can't imagine. Get that. Like, can we not make fun of Jeff the fact that he just lost his train of thought completely? Oh, he definitely lost his train of thought. I'm just saying, though. though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll say this to the audience. I'll say I'll say this to the audience. Go back to where you were. Oh, I see. I'm seeing Skype problems. I hope I'm not having internet issues. I'm still broadcasting here. Oh. <laughs> It's been going so oh, well. Uh, don't that, use that excuse. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, he has a thousand excuses he can make, but I mean, <laughs> uh, Jeff, you just completely lost your chain of thought. Huh? Uh, I see. We we lost Brandon, but he hasn't been talking anyway. Oh, here he goes. Look at him. He can't do it. He won't even acknowledge it. Just did, Jeff, did you lose your train of thought yesterday? No, I did. I said that. <laughs> but what, what? Listen. What? Uh, 
Yeah. Oh, he can't even get it back. He can't get. It. He can't even do it. Just make. <laughs> just say a word. Just say one word. I could say one word. I was just trying to think what I was saying before. So yeah, you, you a, a, diff- about- a different thought here, though. A different thought is that. When I was talking earlier about uh, you don't realize that you know, I'm holding the show together, there has to be consistency. There, there oh, is there, there is a lot. Here we go. There, there's, there's a lot you have to do to keep an audience of this show from, from disappearing and losing interest and, and, and keeping the show with, with uh, content that's consistent and, and predictable in a good way to where uh, – Like, uh, for example, one-hour intros or – No, no, no. That's, that's not, not what I'm talking about. But I'm saying that there's, there's, a, there's, a, lot, there's a lot everyone's counting on, and, and it's, it, it is easier to just show up as a co-host and, and, and be part of the show as it's running, and when it's done, you just leave, and it's over. So you've, you've, you don't have to do very much other than following some of the topics beforehand – uh, you don't have to do nearly as much. It's a lot more work, and and even running the forum is, is a lot of extra work uh, you know, all by myself. And oh, I know what I was going to say before. It's kind of related. Here to we this. go. When I came and started Poker Fraud Alert at six months after Dockdown, I left there. I thought the one mistake I'm not going to make again is I'm not going to start any businesses with friends. I'm not doing this again. I'm not going to have partners here. I don't need partners right. here. So what do I even need partners for? Because uh, this this isn't expensive to set up. Uh, th- I can do the technical work on my own. So what do I need someone for? I can moderate the forum myself. Yeah, th- maybe there will be some times when I'm sleeping or away that the forum, it would help to have a moderator. But it, big deal. So it waits a few hours and I, and I fix it. Uh, so I said, I don't need this. I don't want moderators. I don't want co-owners. I don't want anyone who can tell me what to do because I had too much right. of that on the other sites where there's argue, argue, argue. Can I, what? Can I cut you off for a second just for like listeners like me? Um, what, what, what was your uh, college degree? Are you master's? Yeah, I have a master's in computer science. Okay. Okay. There you go. That, that's just for people who, have, who don't know. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So, so I, I said I just want to run this myself and – I don't want any partners. I don't want anyone telling me what to do. I don't want anyone arguing with me about how to run it. I, I want to have the power to, if I want to change anything, that I can just do it and nobody else can tell me I can't. And I want it to succeed or fail solely based upon my decisions with it. So if, if I make it a complete failure, right. then I say it was my failure. If I make, if it's a success, right. I say it's my success, and that, uh, and then I live with it. I don't have to worry about third parties of what they're doing and, 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 and arguing with them, fighting with them, and also then it can destroy friendships with, with, where maybe you'd still be friends with the person if you didn't have a business with them. So I said that was a mistake to have done. I, I see kind of how it happened because we kind of fell into it together. And then, uh, you know, at that point when Donk Down started after Everyone Poker was over, it was like, you know, I, I'm not going to quit it just because I don't want to go into a business with a friend. But that that really caused uh, the rift there. Like if there was no Donk Down, then if we just quit the whole thing after Everyone Poker went away – then me and Mike kind of probably still be friends now, but I'm not saying that's what we should have done. I'm just saying that uh, that that was the uh, that was what led to the problems we had, and uh, so so I, I'm not going to do that again. I said, and I said it was too much stress. And I'll tell you, in the four years of running Poker Fraud Alert, it has been much less stressful than it was on Donk Down and even on Everyone Poker with, with when I was a mod there, because there's no other 
owners or other mods or other people I have to deal with that are, can undermine me or, or try to overrule me or whatever. It's just, it's just much less trouble. And, and also for it's, it's easier for, for the users because there's just one person they have to deal with and one person they have whose standards they, that they have to adhere to. And then, uh, uh, they know what to expect. So th- the whole thing's much better that way. You only need multiple people if if there's too much for one person to do, or if it's too expensive for one person to to fund. Otherwise, you're just introducing needless complication. And I realize that, and that's it's made things a lot easier. And if it wasn't easier, then I wouldn't have. I, I would have either quit Poker Fraud Alert by now and taken it down, or I would have never run it in the first place. Because I I decided when I put this back up, it's got to be a different experience than the previous time, and it's got to be something I can do with less stress and. Uh, and that's that's why when you know when I ban someone and they, they lash out and they they try to harass me in some way off the forum, it's 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 unnerving because I I'm trying to avoid all those things and it's 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 hard to run this sort of thing and and not get people angry and not not get people frustrated and not get people uh, blaming you for something. So uh, more of the forum so than you, the radio you, show. Sorry, uh, are you genuinely uh, losing money? Yes, I mean, how can I not be? I'm not I'm not advertising anything. Do you want to throw the number out? I've said it's uh, it's the amount I'm losing in a typical year is is more than a thousand dollars, but it's it's not much more. So it's not it's not as crippling uh, so sum yeah, of money. Like for a month, that's that's super sick. Yeah. So you lose like a hundred bucks. Oh wait, a month you said, Yeah, around you said yeah a year? around a hundred dollars a month. Year? Yeah, it's a year, not a month. Right, so. No, no, not a month. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't run this as like a twelve thousand dollar loss. <laughs> But uh, but like a, a like a, like a $1,000 loss, I mean, that's, that, that I can easily afford, so, obviously, and that's not a big so deal. So just, like, out of curiosity, uh, Hero. Do you remember Hero Poker? Yeah, of course. Uh, what were they, like, what was their um, monthly? They were paying 500 a month. 500 a month? Yeah. Oh, that's it. And so, so were most of the other sponsors at the time. Like, we didn't have a whole lot, but the, they were paying 500 a month. That's why I was saying, like, the 1200 said a joke that I sold my part of the site for. It is a joke. Because, because the, now, there was an argument back that once I leave, it, then the site's going to lose value and it's not going to generate as much in, in sponsorship. But I was like, my response to that was. <laughs> I, I, I was like, wait a minute, you're, you're forcing me out. <laughs> because you don't want me here anymore, but then you're complaining it's not going to generate as much money when I leave. So that's that sounds like uh, more valuable than you're claiming I am. So, so what, what what was the LOL last track? Just number one, like holy fuck, you're paying us that this much. Like what what was that? What do you mean? Like like the site that paid you too much. Like what were they paying? No, there's no there's no sponsor that paid more than five hundred a month. Oh, okay, so it was just five hundred. Yeah, it was five hundred. Yeah, we had a number of uh, we have different sponsors though. God, they were doing this, so, well, honestly. so so yeah, it, it, that was that was nice to have. And uh, there, I'll tell you, like this Mark Hoke show we talk about sometimes. I don't know what he gets, but uh, I I think he's actually uh, I don't know how much money he makes, but he has to pay for the airtime on the station, which is never cheap. And uh, but he's he has a number of sponsors, and I think they're probably paying more than you think. Like I, I have no oh, information. Well, well, do, do you watch uh, Poker Night in America at all? Ever? No. 
he has a thirty second ad for that. Yeah, see, I, mean, I think he has to be paying for that, right? Yeah, like he yeah, right. See, he's he's like spending money and making money. He's spending money on traveling to go to events. He, he had a booth at the World Series, which is expensive. <laughs> so, like, I don't know if he clears any money when this is all over because he's spending so much. We're we're spending like nothing. Like this is a a super low budget operation, and it's even more low budget because I don't have to pay a tech here. I'm the tech myself. But uh, but but <laughs> I mean. So like I mean it's okay if he's if he's breaking even or like in debt let's say or even like ten thousand or twenty thousand uh, ahead he has to have another job though right I, I don't know what his situation is but I've I've wondered that myself but I don't know but I'm just saying there's a there's a number of sponsors out there to be had and honestly I, I I've never tried hard to get them uh, in a way I'm jealous he has all these sponsors uh, because. One, yeah, I, you could easily get a few sponsors to, to break even or make a little bit of money well, if you really wanted to. Well, Jeff, do you do? Uh, do you just do Amazon? I, I would happily uh, click through on Amazon. Yeah, I mean, you like, can. It, you it makes me only a few bucks, but yeah, if you want to, it's better than nothing. Uh, but uh, what, what I'm saying here is that part of the reason I don't seek out sponsors is one, it's a pain in the ass to keep being told no, 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 to finally get the yes. And then then you finally get it and they stay for a month and leave and you're frustrated. Right. Uh, and, and then and then the other thing is I just don't want anything that's either shady or semi-shady or, uh, or is going to complain if I say anything about them that's critical. Now, some of these sponsors, it's not likely that I'd, I'd have anything to say that's bad about them if it's just something that's uh, not controversial. Uh, but uh, I like if you go to the front page, you'll see. If you go to front, this guy actually, I should take the thing down because it, it expired, like in December. But you'll see this thing about online poker laws on the very front page of PokerFraudAlert.com for PokerLaws.org, and that's a non-controversial site. It's just a site that lists the different laws for different areas of the world of where you can play online poker. Uh, nothing could be objectionable about that. Uh, obviously, the site has a commercial application to it where you can sign up for sites from there. It's like an affiliate. Uh, but I didn't just put that up to be informative. Someone paid me a small amount of money to slap that on the front page, and, and I did. But it, Interesting. It, it, it was just a small amount. And, and I'll do things like that. But if it What's was like, small amount? you don't get to say that. What's a small amount? Well, no, I'm not going to reveal that. But what I'll say here Why is not? that is I don't feel like it. But but if I'm not going to give out the, every piece of info here. But what I'm, what I'm saying here is that people uh, who want to advertise something like that, I'm willing to take. But I don't want to take like uh, like shadycasino.com and put it up there because I don't want people playing there and losing money. And, and, and I also don't want something that I think I may have to criticize later. Something like this, I, I thought there's about no chance there's going to be a scandal with it, so that was fine to take. And, and so, you know, I'm not running this to make money, but uh, yeah, sometimes I think it would be nice. Like, what if I had a whole lot of sponsors and and made a lot of money with this show? You don't want to make ads like Mike on Denver, like Hero Poker, and play well, on radio. Yeah, I mean, I would if I had sponsors here. Like, it's a, no, those ads were just yeah, kind of just cracked me up because they were so they're not. <laughs> They were funny, but because they were so bad, like yeah. bad funny. Well, right. Hold on. I want to actually want to dive deep on that. Uh, so, like, were, were the companies okay with how terrible they were? Like, they thought it was funny. Or I, I know Hero Poker was okay with. It. I don't know how the rest of them felt, but uh, yeah, Hero Hero Poker actually seemed kind of legit as far as just like fun. Yeah, the, the, that was the CEO. That was a good guy. He was kind of battling a situation that was. Not winnable. He was a skin that just wasn't going to clear enough money on the yeah, merge network. And, and, and so, yeah, he was pretty much drawing dead. But yeah, he was very. Uh, 
he was very excited about it, and he he really put a lot of effort into it. It just it just didn't have a chance. But I, I don't re- recall any of the sponsors saying they were unhappy. There was this one that I was I was mad about that I think I've told this story before that they they were some stupid staking site or something, and th- it was an agreement we'll give them a month's worth of radio ads and an interview on the radio and a, a sticky forum thread. So the sticky forum thread came first, and they posted their business information, and it was a very flawed model. I forgot why, but it was just something that had a lot of holes in it. So, of course, the users of Donkdown tore it apart and, and were insulting it. And it wasn't just like troll messages that we could say we're deleting. Like these were legitimate questions like, hey, what about this? Hey, what about that? So the guy didn't expect this, and, and people started to, to go off at him saying this looks like a scam. This is like so so – it, it wasn't a scam, but it was just very poorly put together, and it wasn't a good deal, and it wasn't a, the, something that people really would want to do. So people had already exp- expressed their disdain for the whole business model, so they knew that this wasn't ad money well spent before they even appeared on the radio. So they came to us and said that they went and listened to the last episode where we had a porn star on there, and they had no idea that we have stuff like that on our show. So <laughs> they, they, they want a refund. And I said, you've got to be kidding. You knew exactly what our show was, and if you didn't, you should have researched it. You can't, uh, you can't come to us and say we want to advertise and, oh, no, how could you have this? We've had this the whole time. If you didn't research it right too bad, this is, and, and besides, this isn't, it's not like you're advertising a church. You're advertising a poker site. Who do you think you're trying to get to? The people who are going to enjoy the porn star segments are, are the type of degenerates you want to have signing up to your staking right. thing. So I said, this is ridiculous. Well, amazingly, uh, one of the other owners, not Micon, by the way, uh, handed them back the money, and I was furious about it. Like without even consulting the rest of us, just handed it back. And I, I said, well, "Why would you do that?" And the answer was, "Well, the customer's always right." And I said, "That's not a customer. That's that's an advertiser." And you know, there's no precedent in radio that once someone signed a contract for advertising that they can just say after they've already had part of the ad campaign begin that they want the money back. So I, I said, "They can't do this. They can." Uh, I said I would have worked with them if they uh, wanted to abort it early and maybe not hold them to things that they said they do. I could have held the whole thing, but I would have said – I would have just worked with them and said, okay, we haven't done such and such yet. You can have a partial refund. But the, they wanted a full refund, and and, and uh, we had already made time for them. They, they canceled them the day they were going to appear on the show. And I would have said no. I would have said you can get a partial one, but but you, you've already advertised on the forum. The answer is no for a full refund, and this is your fault. So you can continue with it or you can eat some of the money. So I, I was frustrated about that, and I thought it was funny how they tried to back out of it just because they had a failed business and people pointed it out. And and they did. The people who were criticizing it were correct. And So are you, are you still uh, – like what, what is your relationship with like Karina? Oh, Karina, I'm fine with. Like Karina, I've never had a problem with her. But I mean, like, could you ever as a guest? Or a... Yeah, yeah, we could. I mean, Karina's Karina's on good terms with me. I've I've always been on good terms with her. And uh, as I said, she even called up with uh, uh, her friend Jeannie, who I also know, who's close up. Uh, Jeannie's close friends with Brandon, uh, an older woman. But they they called me uh, together when I was in the hospital two years ago. So I thought that was nice. And so like, what, um, like what would it, what would it take for you to give your, uh, significant other's name out? Oh, I'm not going to do that. I, like, I, I, I don't want to do this because uh, there's a lot of, 
freaks and weirdos who who listen to this thing, and uh, I I don't want all of them knowing. Most of the people would be fine with it. Like it's like most of the listeners. I don't want to make, have the audience think that I think they're freaks and weirdos because I don't. Uh, I I actually just met. There were some people who listened from Australia that I met uh, around New Year's that I thought were very nice. That they were in Vegas from Australia and wanted to meet me and like uh, like people like that. I'm happy to meet and and I'm happy to get to know and and happy to. Uh, know who's behind those numbers of, of the listenership rather than just have it be cold numbers of a thousand people. But th- there, there is a small percentage of people who uh, are not all there and, and who, uh, who you know, don't have good intentions and, 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 and weird people who listen to the show despite personally disliking me. It's really weird. So, like, I, I don't want... I mean, I... I... The first time I called in, like, I already had people telling me or telling me a chat of, like, super sick YouTube videos I posted. I never posted the YouTube videos they were talking about, but it's just, like, like who who is that human being that just is, like, boom, going to attack you as far as I can attack you, you know? Well, I just, I, so I, yeah, I just don't want to reveal too much because, uh, especially about people who don't have anything to do with, with this show, which... Uh... Yeah, my my girlfriend doesn't have anything to do with this show. She she knows it exists. She she will sometimes listen to it in the archives, not the whole long seven hour thing, but she'll listen to parts of it. Uh, but she she isn't a part of it, and she's not part of the forum. And I I don't want to drag her into it. I don't want to drag other family members or other friends that aren't part of it. I mean, like Kent Scaler, he's he's parts of it on and off. But right, well, but I, Kent Scaler is a human being you invented. He's not a real person, so. <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't want to give away too much to people who who may not have good intentions, and and it's too bad that these people are there like that because uh, this show doesn't have bad intentions. I don't have bad intentions with this show. I'm I'm really I'm stating my opinion about things. People may not agree with it all, but I, I'm not scamming anyone. In fact, when I, this show is about outing scams and and calling out those who are bad in the community. And and uh, calling out companies when they do things that are are wrong, and and it's all and it's all just about having general discussion. But even if you don't agree with me, there shouldn't be like hatred or anger. There just shouldn't be. The only people I can understand having hatred or anger are the ones that I'm talking about that have done things that are bad, and that maybe they don't like being called out. But other than those people. Uh, who actually usually don't respond and, and don't listen to the show. I don't understand just the strangers who listen and get mad. And if they do, why listen? It's, it's just kind of weird. So I, I can understand if you find it entertaining and just don't like me personally, that's fine. But uh, there, there's some people who, and I said not many, like a few, who just have like the like people who send me troll text messages that are just really, really to try to say as offensive things as possible with the goal to get me angry or hurt my feelings or like that. That's the goal is to, to make me upset. And that that's what I don't understand. I, There's I don't... a lot of haters. And the thing is when you piss them off once, like even if they, if they had this information, they'll just go ahead and leak it. So it's best to like not let that information ever get out there. Personal information like that. If, you know, if that's what you're trying to do is keep it private. Yeah. And, and the thing is, since I don't make money from this, the the only reason I do it is, is because I enjoy to do it, and if it stops being fun, and this is what I said back when I left Donkdown, I just said simply, if this is not going to be fun, I'm just going to leave. And that's I kept having to repeat that to Mike on and then the others I was arguing with, 
uh, behind the scenes because they're saying, what about this idea? What about that idea? And I guess, no, this wouldn't be fun for me. This isn't, this wouldn't be something I would enjoy. I said, uh, um, it has to be fun. It has to be something I enjoy because I'm not making money from it. So if it's not fun and I'm not making money, why would I do it? So the, the answer is don't just leave. Okay. Caller, you're on the air from the 407. Drop. Yes. Garrett. Garrett. Okay. So Garrett is currently, uh, he's currently a ba- banned. I you're going to segue into, but uh, you're still on the air. Good job. Okay. Well, Garrett, call in real quick. I, I've just, I, I've, I've been told you, you've been sending some, uh, very, uh, Nasty messages to certain people and making threats. I, I, I mean, that, I, that's why you're currently not able to post on the forum. That, that's why you're. Uh... Hey, listen. Okay, I sent. I think it's poo. I was sending PMs via the, the chat box. Pretty uh, wasted. Which, in I wasn't randomly sending any random person. No, I'm not saying random people. Poo. I'm saying there were there were just certain people that they were getting harassed and. Uh, uh, some things were said that I, I don't think were appropriate to be saying, and, uh, and and so I had to take some action. I can't have that here. Right, and I apologize to you for that. But understand from my perspective, these are people who have hit me on a chin for a couple of years, whether it's via dupe or one way or another. And well, so I, so I can tell you some, some of them weren't. Like I, I'm not talking about the ones who always troll you with a pictures and stuff like that. I'm, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about people who, who are not necessarily antagonizing you. That's That's what got me unhappy. So, but then I didn't realize that I was uh, starting with them because on some level you have to understand it's a little your forum's hard to weed through who's who because, for example, some people you don't know who a dupe is, and uh, my understanding from some people were in my ear like, hey, that's so and so, and I'm like, you know, is that really? And then I'll try to find a pattern between the two poster similarities, and that's not easy to do. So I could be firing off at people, you know, that I, I shouldn't, and I, I apologize for that. Okay, well. Um, well, There's no disrespect to you. I hear you talking about the creeps and weirdos. I don't ever want to fit into that box. <laughs> but I just don't like... What is going on? Is this a show or... What? Right. What do you mean? Right. Wait, what's happening? I don't get it. Wait, wait, you don't get it. This is Garrett. He's calling in. He's from the forum. I know. It just seems boring. What's... <laughs> does he have a point? Well, he's he's explaining what happened there, but... Uh, look, uh, okay. I'm sorry. I'll listen. I'll shut... I'll, I'll, I'll call devil. and listen. Daredevil, you've been crying about me and since that $63 you thought I scammed someone, man. Where I don't even know who you are. Nobody yeah, cares. I'm sorry. I'll, Let me I'll real quick, and I don't want to derail this whole. It's not why I called in. You have to understand something, Daredevil. You hide behind a moniker called Daredevil. What's well, that? Everyone knows who yeah. I am on this forum now. So when people are posting right. jokes and call me a scammer, that's attached to my real name. Right. Because I don't have yeah. the fortune yeah. of you in some random moniker on that forum anymore. Right. So it's a little bit more personal. And, and I have to defend my name. Okay, yeah, I'm, I get drunk and pound the forum and mess with people. I shouldn't do that. Are you drunk right but now? I, am, no? I will absolutely protect my integrity. Okay. I, so what do you owe me? What do you owe me? As far as what like, do I what? Money. Money-wise, what do you owe me? Let him know the funny part, which is not a big deal. Druffle, I happened to get lucky and finished third in the free roll last week for $25. Because of this little rant, I'm being... That's a sick brag, so... What a sick brag. Pardon, what? It's just a great brag. Third in the free roll. No, because he didn't send it to me because of this beef, which I get. It's not a brag. So you don't understand something, Daredevil. I'm not a guy... Daredevil's gone. He's not here. Oh, who is that then? I'm sorry. This is some guy from from a river in Texas. 
right. Well, anyway, then it's not important. I'm saying you're firing off on Daredevil. I'm sorry, Daredevil, if you're listening out there. If I, I, no, I, I think he's asleep. Was... I think Daredevil fell asleep. Daredevil oh, accepts your apology through me. So, Is this Trader Ruski? <laughs> All right, I'll go back on mute. Sorry. All right, anyway, drop back back to, to why. I just wanted to let you know that I wasn't trying to make a muck of your form. But but I, one of the reasons I get a little more real is because, unfortunately, I, I'm not hiding behind a dupe now. So when things are happening, they're, you know, you're slandering me, essentially. Okay, well, look, look, I, I can't do this here right now. Garrett, I'm... listen, this is Daredevil, and you're honestly like, dude, like you're really offending <laughs> me. Stop it. All right. All right. It, uh, no more. Okay, Garrett. Uh, we'll have to talk about this later. I I, I can't do this right yeah, now. No, it's, it's I've been here like, forever. Are you going to ban me at some point? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I, have to, I have to talk to some people. It. I have to talk to some people here who've been uh, receiving your messages. There's some disturbing stuff. Sent. There, that was uh, you told me. Make a board one, yes. You should be banned. <laughs> all right. All right. It's, it's, uh, I've heard enough. Banned. Dude, I swear to God, I feel like the only post I ever made on the. Uh, Poker squad alert is uh, I think I defended Garrett. Here, here's 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 Brandon back. Uh, hello. That little fat fuck still on the phone. Well, Garrett, no, I just hung, I just hung up on Garrett. Okay. No, I, I just I just got I got tired of all the like all the rambling, but I just can't do it right now. Uh, I wanted to get on while that little fat fuck was still on the phone. Okay, well, if I knew you were calling, I wouldn't have hung up. It's just bad timing, I guess. I, I just hung up. I just couldn't take it anymore. I, I just like I uh, like it, it. Just it's it's too late to hear all this. Hey Drexel, yeah. can I ask you a thing? Like your thoughts? Yeah, this 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 nine seven nine guy with the river. He's he's just been going off here with all these questions. Yeah, I heard you for a second. Yeah, my uh, I was listening. Go ahead. Hey, you, you're very good at like. <laughs> Anyhow, real fast, Wait, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, Brandon. Hold, hold on, real fast. If Garrett is still listening, or even if he is. <clears throat> this is my uh, interaction with him. This is one of the downsides of all this bullshit of uh, being part of the site. I don't know, Garrett. I never had a problem, and, and, and I'm sure anyone that reads Poker Fraud Alert or even Druff can testify for the most part. You know, maybe back in the heyday of NWP, I'd get in it with some people, but that was a different climate. That That's... Fuck, the people that are on Poker Fun Alert now, for the most part, wouldn't even be able to comprehend how different things were. What's all that noise? Yeah, I, I just cut off the 979 guy. He's making too much noise. Go on. <laughs> yeah, back in the day. I mean, I think both. I think you'll, without a doubt, admit that the climate and the way things were back then compared to now, it, it's almost like a fucking sewing circle. I mean, just... A sewing circle. I mean, well, I mean, I don't know. For, I'm, I'm tired, too. No, I know. But you're I mean, saying you're it's, saying it's, 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 it's an easier environment. It's less stressful. It's less a much stressful. easier environment. I mean, the way people get trolled now or the things that went on, go on now. Anyhow, I, I, I never... For all the hate that he took, and he took a lot of hate, I never once contributed. He could... Do you want me to answer his call? Next, He's calling in here. Do you want you want me to put him on? Yeah, I don't care. All right, I'll put him on. Okay, Garrett, you're on here with Brandon and Beer and Poker. Brandon. All right, hold on. Let me just finish. I don't want to be interrupted. So anyhow, when when for the past, I don't even know however long he's been a member of Poker Fraud Alert. I never once 
partaked in any trolling of him, neg repping, ripping him. I never said anything. I kept quiet. For the most part, I only post that. And my only interaction with him ever, ever, was because a very, very close friend of mine, and I'll just say who it is because it's not really a secret, C-Money, who not only is, you know, an internet friend, he's a real-life friend, someone I text with probably almost every day, met up with tons of times, he's a real-life friend, asked me to do a favor. And I guess at some point they, uh, meaning C-Money and Garrett, had come to an arrangement where C-Money offered to stake him in the $1,000 World Series event tournament. And... I happened to be staying on the strip when Garrett came to town and C money asked me not only as a favor to him, because to be honest, he didn't want to meet Garrett, not because of he was Garrett, but just because he doesn't like meeting people that from forums. He doesn't meet people. He does likes his anonymity. Uh, he's very successful in, in his job, his world. He doesn't want things to ever be a conflict. So he keeps his identity, you know, private. So he asked me to meet Garrett. Not only did he ask me to meet Garrett, he asked me to lay out the money. So I met Garrett at the Bellagio, and only because C-Money asked me to, I went to the ATM, because I think I didn't have cash on me, or it was in my, in my box upstairs, whatever it was, and I got $1,000, met Garrett, gave it to him, and uh, tried to be helpful, like in giving him some advice, and the, the only thing that was I guess a negative, if you will, for me is I had to wait around for like three or four hours to meet him. And I had shit going on. And by the time he got off the plane, I didn't know he was taking a bus or whatever it was to the hotel where I was at. I was at the Bellagio. It took a, quite a bit of time. Ended meeting him, gave him the money. I thought I was very friendly to him. And uh, after that, that was it. I didn't, I don't think I, I might have spoken to him after he busted out of the tournament for him to thank me. I think he sent me a text. Didn't talk with him, didn't post, nothing. Then the motherfucker starts SEOing my name, starts making shit comments about me. Uh, it's basically the same kind of thing that happened with the Raw Wolf years ago, where I just really truly in my heart did something to help somebody out. In this case, two people see money and him. And this guy's fucking trolling me and writing my first name, my last name, and, you know, all this shit. So, I mean, I'm not going to get into it with him because I, I don't know. I never did anything. You know, I don't have a problem. I don't know him. But I don't troll people. I don't get on the forums and start bashing people. I just don't do that anymore. Maybe seven, eight years ago, six years ago, I used to get into a people. I don't. Even someone I fought with a lot over the years, uh, Marty, I have no problem with him now. We just had a peace agreement years ago, and it's, I don't know, been two, three years of relative peace. Anyhow, with that being said, as long as I'm a part of Poker Fraud Alert and in whatever capacity, I'm not going to – Garrett's not going to be. I mean, I, it's, you know, I hate to, to pull that card and say, hey, you know, it's either me or him, but in essence, that's what it is. Cause I, you know what, Jeff, you said this to me once uh, in a text that you would afford me the same respect that you would afford yourself. Somebody's, you know, purposely trying to SEO you. Someone's threatening you. Someone's talking shit making, you know, just crazy, insane comments about me, about my family. You know, you wouldn't have it. I'm not going to have it. And, and that's really all I have to say about it. I, I don't know, uh, you know, if Garrett does indeed have some substance abuse problem or something that leads to these outbursts that I've seen with others and now myself, that's not my issue. It's not my problem. I mean, you know, 
<laughs> wish him well. And I, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, go on and on and, 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 you know, engage him. But it is what it is. That's what happened. Did nothing to, to the kid. Don't even know him. Did a favor for somebody else and comes on there with a total lack of disrespect for someone that's done a lot for the community, that's, that's done a lot of favors for people, and that's volunteered a lot of time. And you know what? I, I'm, I'm not going to tolerate it. Dude, you're building that, a reservoir of good intentions on yourself. You have to understand, I don't come from this long lineage of forums. And all Buddy, I, all listen, I don't care. Who's done this for that. I don't get it, bro. My, my I time met you, I gave you, I met you, I went to the ATM, I gave you $1,000 to a complete stranger. How do I know what do you mean you don't know that? I handed you, I handed you $1,000. Wait, I'm, I'm not understanding this, Garrett. You, you did meet him and he gave you the money, you know, the C money gave to him. So how, how can you say that it didn't happen? No, but, but he's mentioned I went to the out of his way to the ATM. I went. How do I know that wasn't just a chip? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. No, but who cares about that? That's, that's an extra step. Even if he's making that, I don't think effort. he's. There's no way he's making it up. I mean, even if he is, that's a that's one small extra step. He's he's saying whether he went five hours or five minutes, it's a step. He, what, what he's basically saying here is that he went out of his way to do something he got no gain for. I, I, I ended up staying in a hotel for about three or four hours while we were conversing. In fact, I still have the text messages. From the time that you arrived uh, to the time that you made it to the Bellagio, it was a number of hours. And I even made it clear, hey, when you come in, I got things to do. I have things to do. Stayed around. I waited for you to help my friend out to honor his agreement he made with you. And that was my only interaction. And, again, you know, you're talking about before I called in, people trolling you and the heat you take. I never gave you shit. Look, look, let's, let's put this on the, on the table here. No, my it's, it's, not, it's done. I'm done. I'm done. Huh? When I got back, that Sonatine thing, you're saying, oh, I, I've had fine scotch with this guy. This is a guy who I don't, I don't know. He's a name on a forum who's posted pictures of my parents' house. But I, a fine line I, I draw right there. But we're not well, understanding. Okay, I don't, when you put your drops, I need somebody you to intervene. Like, I okay, I, I don't understand this here, though. About Sonatine? Yeah, I don't. I, I know Sonatine you have. Sonatine is my friend. I've met Right, Sonatine now we're getting somewhere. Just, and that's where my issue with I've you met, began, right there. Because I've okay, well, posted. Post Vegas, we're talking about months later, PM and on the the one PM you sent. But but Brandon, he didn't get involved with the Salantine stuff. I, I, he I'm some... not going to sit here and do a whole. Well, this is my friend and my friend. Well, let me let me let me at I, least voice my my issue. You want to say what you have to say? Like this isn't a one way street here. There's no issue. I gave you money. I was polite and courteous to you. I went out. I went out of my way to meet you and wait for you. Okay, that's it. There's no, there's no other side to anything. And I appreciate that. I don't show you. I've never asked you. And I honestly, I understand that. I do. I genuinely appreciate that. But I didn't know this was some huge. For all I know, you guys were staying in the block. But it doesn't matter. He, the, the, you, what, what, the, you're, what you're missing is he, he went out of his way to do something. Whether it's a lot out of his way or a little, he went out of his way to do a favor for you that he did not gain from at all. He just did it to be nice. And and so after someone does a favor. For you, than than to uh, attack them afterwards makes them feel like they wish they hadn't done it in the first place, and and that's I, I once had a situation where uh, it's a guy who doesn't post on these forums anymore, but a guy once PM'd me. I think it was on on uh, either Neverwin Poker or Donkdown. He P, he PM'd me and said, "Hey, I want to be uh, Brian Townsend is doing uh, is taking some proteges for for uh, to teach them how to play uh, poker better, but he won't just take anyone. He needs someone who has a recommendation from." Uh, a, a player who's at least somewhat known. So, will you do that for me? Will you? You've seen me around the forum. You know, we've we've always been okay. Can you? Uh, can you just 
recommend me. So I actually said fine, even though I didn't know the guy well. I, I wasn't like promise, vouching for money or anything. I just had to say I recommend him to enter this uh, coaching program with, with Townsend. So I said, yeah, I'll do it. So I thought that was a nice thing for me to, to do. And then uh, one day when a bunch of people are piling on me on the forum, this guy just starts trolling me with the other idiots who were, who were piling on me just, just for no reason. It's not like I'm not saying he was disagreeing with something I was saying. I mean, he was just trying to do mean trolling like others. And I'm going – what an asshole. After I did this for him, which I totally didn't have to do, he goes and does this to me. And I, I actually posted back, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I ever did this favor for you in the first place. So I think that's kind of how Brandon's feeling. But even worse, because this was worse than just trolling, is that uh, he did a favor for you and then you uh, you sent him a bunch of crazy and, and, and threatening messages. Uh, and, and, and he, no, I'm not spiteful. And started spiteful. posting my name. a little bit more. Listen. Listen. All right, so he started the sports betting Forum, right? So there's a no, backhanded compliment in there. He okay, says, listen, let's just stop. Let's just stop with the. Wait a minute! No, 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 no! Because this is this is I a series start, of events that led to the quote-unquote outburst. You want to just discount? I did not start a sports betting forum. See, okay, money started a, a, a sports betting forum in order to gossip that type of stuff. Okay? There's no gossip there. But I didn't like the way you were like. We're trying to make this to me when I posted to to get. Can, can you allow me in there? We're trying to make this an American Express Centurion Club, not Capital One Classic or some shit like that. Come on, dude. That's a I never wrote problem. that to you. I wrote that in general. Yeah, he was writing that okay, to, in general. He, he just, you I know, never he, addressed you. I've never trolled you. I've never insulted you. You started SEOing my name multiple times. You made threats at me. So that's it. I'm done. You're done. I didn't make You're threats. Done. Yeah, you did. Same fuck you to yeah, somebody. You did. Threat. You did. Well, you made threats. Not, and and not, not only that, what I think you got to understand, Garrett, is when he met you to do this favor, he was doing a favor for C-Money, but also for you, because if, if he wasn't, if Brandon said, no, I can't do it, then nobody could have done it, and C-Money would not have met you himself, and this wouldn't have happened. Then it's you just, know what? He would have been here in Vegas, and he wouldn't be able to play. Yeah, you wouldn't have been able to play. So, so, right. You, should, so, you so, shouldn't judge people in life if they have friends or friends with somebody that you don't like. It, too. It, right. That that's a brown way of judging somebody. So, so Brandon did it. So this is because I'm friends with Sonatine, and I've had scotches with him before. That's where your animosity comes from. No, 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 no. That's, that's... You send me okay. I you sent me a PM about uh, I, I I referenced how you know over all the months and stuff with Sonatine posted my mugshots that that's bullshit. You sent me a PM back about how Sonatine is a good person. I've had Scotch. That's a good example though of how two people can have completely different perspectives. Well, that's fine. So you do. Somebody. And he okay. could be a great guy, but he's not to me. This isn't going anywhere. Yeah, it's not going okay, anywhere. Yeah. That doesn't you have to be rude to Brandon because of it. The, the, what, what I'm seeing yeah, here I'm is not... it, it seemed like you got insulted that that he doesn't let you in the in the sports betting forum. But just be, you know, when you met uh, briefly and he, and he gave the uh, the money for the tournament, but he was doing something nice for you. It it didn't mean that uh, this gives you an automatic into the sports forum. It doesn't mean that you're friends. It it just means like he's just neutral towards you. He he met you. He did this favor for C money, which also ends up being a favor for you. Right. Even and more, well, and then, and at that point, at that point, he's neutral. But, but, but if he doesn't want to let you in the sports betting forum, he doesn't have any obligation to do that. He could just say, "I want to let in this, 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 and this person." We, there's even right, another I, secret right, forum. But the premise of the forum, right, was people that can add something. There, there's a lot more about sports than I've ever led on to in your forum. But, but that's that's, uh, that's their judgment call. See, that's that's the thing is they they just decided that that's not a reason to go off on them. If they don't want to let you be part of it, then that's the way it is. You just uh, you say, okay, I won't be part of it. Then then forget it. I've I've 
had it where I'm excluded from things too, that uh, someone doesn't want to let me in. I go, okay. Like it's, it's even like a, like a two plus two. I can't right, post and, and that's there. right. And, that, and that's, that's the grown up thing to do. So I reacted wrong. And I apologize, Brandon for that. But let's be honest. The reason you didn't allow some people in there, like seriously, serious. Yeah. He's good with computers and graphics, but what does he bring to some place that has to do with sports that you're trying to get something done? But I don't see that doesn't matter. See, this is this isn't the well, point. Because it wasn't about sports. It was no, like see, that's not the point. There's, I can tell you, I have access to it. Obviously, not only was I let in, but uh, even if they didn't let me in, since it's on my server, I can see everything. But uh, uh, I can tell you, there's not one post of gossip there. Not even one. There's not one. There's no trolling, no gossip, Listen, no talking about no one. Nothing. How, how is this so? How how are we so off base? This isn't <laughs> what the issue is. The issue is I did the kid a favor. I've never trolled him. I've never bashed him. And he violated basically every rule that you have on your site. I mean, you you, you are – I've texted you privately about this. I mean, you have rules on your site. You're the one that claims that you enforce your rules. I have this kid here. He's putting my name all over the place, posting kid, it multiple dude. times. Well, okay, when the, Brandon kid. always says kid. But here, listen, here's, here's what you have to understand, Garrett, is that I'm the he only – disrespected me. I did nothing to him but, but do a favor. Same fucking bullshit with Raw Wolf. I learned my lesson with Raw Wolf, and I'm done. No second chances. Something's obviously wrong with the kid if he's going to snap and he's going to start making threats. He's going to start fucking challenging me and telling me he's going to beat my fucking ass and – and worse things than that. You know what? That's it. I don't care. Yeah. See, Garrett, we, you know, we, not... what you got to understand here, Brandon, uh, not Brandon, Garrett, we got to understand is that, so this forum, it only has one owner, which is me, but Brandon, you know, for, for all he's done with all the radio shows he's appeared on, including tonight, uh, and, and everything else, uh, yeah, he's, he's done over the years for the community, uh, and, and, and for my personal friendship with him, I, I've told him that even though he's, not an owner of the forum that uh that there's a certain level of of respect all the users are expected to show him and if there's someone who's who's really doing inappropriate things to him uh that i'll remove them just like i would remove someone who's really uh being obnoxious with me and i don't mean disagreeing with me or debating i mean i mean people who are who are being threatening or or anything else that uh you know I, i'll do the same thing for him as as I do for myself, just out of, out of a courtesy, both from from being friends with him and and for everything he's doing for the site. He's not getting paid for this radio show. Uh, he's doing all this because it's fun. And and if people are going to do crazy things to him here, uh, which he doesn't deserve, and I can tell you, he doesn't deserve any of this here. He really has attempted to be nice to you and and not get involved with all the trolling and everything that others have done. Like if you wanted to lash out at Sonatine. Uh, then I could, you'd have a le- legitimate argument. Sonatine antagonizes you all the time, so he can't cry foul if you're going to go off on him. That that would be a reasonable argument. But not Brandon. Brandon never did anything to you, and I, I watched. I, he's never done anything, and that's why, like Brandon, is is completely reasonable to say after all I've done here, I just don't want this guy part of the site. After you know, he's just doing is writing these inappropriate and threatening things to me for no reason. So that's, that, that's, that's what my concern was. And I wasn't sure if Brandon wanted me to bring up his name yet. That's why I was uh, being ambiguous with there's certain people, but that's, that's what I was referring to when you were calling about not being oh, a band. Again, 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 just to make it clear, if my only interaction with this kid ever, or this guy ever was waiting for him, see money, give him my number. I told see money, I would do it. And again, you know what? I didn't want to say this before, I don't want to, you know, just pull C-Money's name to it, but it's true. Since you said it, I'll confirm it. 
If I hadn't gone and meet him, that kid was not playing in that event the next day. Yeah, it's true. 100%. C-Money was not meeting him. Okay, it, 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 it just it was not going to happen. Yeah, C-Money, he I is very bad. particular with who he'll meet. I, and I didn't, you know, and to be honest with you, I felt bad that this kid possibly could come out here and be ready to go. And it, it, it's not C-Money that he's a flake. You know, C-Money sent me the money the next day immediately, maybe even that night after I, you know, covered it. And him and I have done transactions in the tens of thousands of dollars. That wasn't even a concern. But I waited at the hotel. I did you a favor. I never participated in any trolls or any trolling of you. And you know what? You're going to show me the fucking respect that I deserve. I've been here a lot longer than you. I've contributed a lot longer. More than anything, when everyone else bashes you and did all the other stupid, silly shit, I never contributed. So you need to show me the fucking respect that I've earned. Yeah, it's, it's true. Brandon years. never he never got involved with it. He never jumped on the bandwagon of bashing you. He never did it. And that's, what, that's why I was so puzzled why, of all people to select to go off on, it was him. Someone who had done a favor for you and had what never bashed you. You know, let's even be more specific here. I walked him into Bobby's room. I showed him the poker room. I gave him advice on how to get around. I told him the cheapest places to eat. Told him if he had any problems to go ahead and text me. Same motherfucking shit with Raw Dog or Raw Wolf. Didn't do anything. Didn't. The only thing that was funny, and he made some come. Never made fun of him. Was I told C Money, and I may even told Druff that it was funny that you couldn't find the tower I was at. But I wasn't making fun of you. It was just like, did you meet him yet? Did you meet him? C Money's texting him. I'm like, no, the kid hasn't made it. He can't find my tower. He can't find where my tower is. Nothing was said bad. I mean, you know what? Like I said, I was a gentleman. Told you, showed, walked you in the Bobby's room. Pointed out players, Jackie or Johnny Chan walked in front of us. You're like, wow, this is great. I'm in Bobby's room. Walked into the goddamn fucking taxi stand. I hailed a fucking taxi for you. You had no <laughs> idea where the fuck you were. I showed you the quickest and cheapest way to get to Flamingo. It took you to the, to the Flamingo Ballet. Put you in a taxi. Said goodbye. Said good luck. Nothing, dude. I mean, that's who I really am. Yeah, you just, just got to understand person. that. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. You know, I'm, and this shit's happened before with that fucking raw wolf motherfucker. The same shit. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not going that out guy. And I don't three know in the morning. That. That's not where I'm, I'm going out at about. three in the morning to buy somebody who claims he has cancer. All these things, and then I don't even. I, I still to this day don't even know what the fuck transpired with that. How that. Got yeah, I don't crazy. understand it either. So, yeah. Brandon's definitely run bad so, with with meeting people from from the forum that, and doing favors for them, and then it always seems to backfire. And I, I've watched it occur, and I'm not just being—I'm not being biased here. I've, I've watched it, and even I'm left scratching my head. Like, how do these things happen? I mean, and I need someone like <laughs> Daredevil, great guy. I—I I, I invite him to my suite. I buy him a couple of drinks. We do radio together. We keep in touch, and and he just happens to be one of the normal ones. So, but the point I'm making, I'm not going to keep. Daredevil hasn't liked me since he swore I was. I don't think that's over No, we're not. We're not. We're not. Well, that's not the point here. How I so come on. So you're. The fact that I did. The fact that I did you a favor, it doesn't surprise the fact me that, that I was courteous and polite and kind to you, that's all that should matter. Yeah, that's, that's, it's, a, it's okay, a simple thing here. Let's to the chase, Brandon. I heard, and I have some really good sources because we know that there's a crossover between SEALs and fucking PFA that a lot of people don't talk about, <laughs> that you thought, that people thought I was going to scam. So it was almost like enough rope to hang yourself with. But, like, but no, one's, no one's accusing you of Buddy, that, though. Is that true? But no one's accusing you of that. I don't know what no, you're talking about. This is there, the only thing. Things. Listen, one, listen. They the only that I was going to take thousand dollars and run because everybody it's, swore it's I was not, a big scammer, listen. including Daredevil, who I'm hearing you're friendly with. 
But, but why are you blaming Daredevil him for? Why are you blaming him for what Daredevil said? Why are you blaming him for what Daredevil? I'm not understanding. But 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 hold on, you're you're blaming Brandon for things that third parties did said. Thing Daredevil said this, Sonatine said that. Brandon didn't do it. They're on your forum too. But but they but that's not me and that's not Brandon. These are separate people. I did, Todd. I did one thing. C Money asked me to have Daredevil send me. A picture of his buy-in, and then forward it to him. That there, you mean That's Garrett? Money. You mean Garrett? Money's money. It's not mine. And again, I'll go yeah, on record. Of course, record. anything C Money requested, I'm. That that that's on the And I'll go on record again. I'll say it. C Money is a very, very, very good close friend of mine. He asked me to do that. I didn't say, "Are you scamming?" I said, "Hey, when you register tomorrow or tonight, send me a picture of your tournament buy-in." You did. I sent it to see money. Was he knew Daredevil, you were seeing. Friendly with saying, "Were you guys joking behind the scenes?" All that these guys are going to steal this okay. dollars. Watch again. If we're going to do that, I'm friends with you. If you shouldn't be friends with him, then you know what? Then this is a loss. No, no, that's not. A, no, that's, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just trying to draw a line between who connect the dots between who you're friendly with. There's, 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 there's no dots. Daredevil don't like me. There's no dots. So it, it can be independent. Sure I was a scammer okay, over sixty-three dollars. Let me make it. Let me make it. Let me make it clear now to avoid any misconception. Last summer, when this occurred, other than maybe being on the radio once or twice with Daredevil, I had no other interaction. It wasn't until recently when I met him in person and had hosted uh, a couple shows with him that I got to know him better. I didn't know the kid back then other than being connected on Skype with Todd. I had no other communication with Daredevil, whether it be by text, PM, Skype, anything. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's true. So, Even before I showed up, Vegas I don't think July, you do understand. June, Daredevil had issue with me before I went to that. This instead of doing all this bullshit, why tried to get me banned from the forum. Why don't you be Todd saying that I was scamming and I had to, nobody really knew. I was PMing Todd my interactions okay. with DraftKings support. So I say, hey, Listen, it's just a holdup. Like, this usually comes faster. This is There's like arguing with an idiot. Delicious. And then Daredevil turns. All right, I've heard enough. <laughs> I've I've heard enough. Like I can't uh, I can't continue yeah. anymore because like uh, it's just it's going around in circles. I just want to say it's one it's thing. It's not going. Oh, go ahead. Hold on. I'm not blaming you, Brandon. I'm just saying that it's, it's just not, not. It's not going around in circles, but it's trying to argue logic with somebody that can't understand logic, and 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 whatever. I mean, I guess from listening, his two biggest gripes. Towards me are the fact that, one, I am friends with Sonatine, which I am. I don't see him all the time, but every month, two months, three months, we'll exchange texts, we'll catch up. When he's in Vegas, we'll go have a drink. I'm not going to apologize for it. See, Money, he's my friend, very good friend, not going to apologize for it. So whatever other people have said, Daredevil, back last summer, I didn't know. I didn't have any other communication other than maybe a handful of times we all did radio together. So if C-Money is the one who's staking him, is going to give him money, and, he's, and they always, you know, he's complaining about people thinking he's going to get rolled on a scammer, why would he give him money in the first place if he thought that? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's dumb. It's just well, a bunch I, of I mean, forms. Well, we, have, we have a new caller on from 212 in New York. Is this Handicap Me again or someone else? No, it's Handicap Me. It's Handicap Me. I, I don't understand why you let that psychopath ramble on when Drexel has done nothing but help the – like well, because I asked him if he wanted to have uh, Garrett on, and he said yes. 
So I put him on. That, but like, it, like I know he's crazy. I know he's like a manic or anything. And you said it best. Like, Drexel has done nothing but help your side out, help everyone else out, until I think he apologizes and he promises not to call him out. I don't think he should be allowed back. Well, I'm, I'm not. And you know, Brandon. I'm not. Brandon says that. Uh, he doesn't want him here. I'm, you know, I'm respecting that here. Just like, uh, you know, I told Brandon that, uh, you know, people would say, oh, there's favoritism. Well, of course there's favoritism. There's favoritism towards myself, first of all, because I'm the owner of the forum. And, and second, uh, Brandon, who's an important uh, uh, member here and in, in, in radio host, uh, there, there's some favoritism towards him that I, I don't want him to have a, a bad experience here. And I, I don't need to protect him from every little thing, like a bit of criticism. But uh, someone who does things like what, what Garrett did, uh, that that's inappropriate to. It's inappropriate for him to be here, and if Brandon doesn't want him here anymore, that's that's totally reasonable. And I I would feel the same way if I was in Brandon's shoes because Brandon tried to do something nice for him, and and in fact was one of the few in the forum who was not jumping on the trolling Garrett bandwagon, and that's just why it's such a weird thing for him to target Brandon at all. I just didn't understand it. And I still don't. I well, you obviously um, you obviously heard with his flawed logic was the fact that I guess Daredevil, my, I don't even know this to be a fact, but he claims Daredevil accused him of scamming, uh, which I, I know nothing about. The fact that apparently he has a problem with who, who my friends are, specifically Sonatine, and the fact that a sports betting forum that C-Money started, he's blaming me for, for non-inclusion when basically I was told not to include him. Well, and, and, it's, and it's ridiculous because uh, whoever wants, you know, whoever C money wants, even if whoever you want in there, that that's up to you guys, and not uh, it's not up to him to decide that, and, and it's not up to him to say, oh, what about seriously serious? How did he get in? That it's not his business. It's a it's a private forum. Uh, I approved having this private forum here. It's not a gossip forum at all, and if people want to have it, then they don't have to get a reason for why they're not in. They're just not in, and it's just a place to talk about sports betting. It's not. It's not uh, there's nothing sinister being done there. I can guarantee you that. And uh, so, uh, there's no reason to be mad about that. And as far as people like like Sonatine and Daredevil, who have you know given Garrett a hard time on the forum, especially Sonatine, but but that's not Brandon's problem. That's not something Brandon should be concerned with. That uh, he should take up whoever says things that upset him. He should take it up with them directly and not attack. Unrelated third parties who happen to be friendly with them—that's not—that's not the right approach. So, Anyhow, again, again, just to make it clear one last time, I did read over the course of however long it's been since he became a member of PFA, the trolling and the name calling and the shut up there. Never participated in it. You can search again all day long. You're not going to find any posts. I just—I don't get involved in that stuff anymore. To be honest, see money. And, you know, maybe he'll get mad at me for saying this, you know, but truth be told, I mean, it's not going to fuck up our friendship, is Garrett went to see money, basically begged for a stake. See money has, you know, maybe a couple drinks, was feeling in a generous mood, and see money doesn't know this kid from anybody. That's how generous see money is. He just decides to give him $1,000, doesn't even know him, doesn't know him. Kids begging him for money, or absolutely, I don't know if begging is the right word, but I assume it is when you're just going, please put me in an event. Does it? Comes to Vegas and says, basically, look, I don't want to meet him. You know, I don't want to meet him. I don't, and he doesn't meet anybody. He just doesn't. Yeah, he, he's barely, he, it's true. He's, he's met very few people from the forum. So, 
he calls me. And he says, please, you know, I need you to do me a favor. You're at the Blasio. Get a hold of this kid. Here's his phone number. Need him. Give him money. I'll, I'll send it. I'll send you back the thousand dollars. I'm like, dude, I don't really want to meet anyone. He knows a bad experience. Like, please do this. And then, of course, I realized, you know, the kid just flew here from Florida. And if I don't, you know, and I'm not fucking, you know, superhero or, you know, but I realized if I didn't do this, kid wasn't going to get to play. And, and deep down, I still would have felt bad. I and mean, that would suck to fly all the way out here and then just not even get to You know, you know what's funny? You almost didn't have to because uh, if it was like a few days earlier, I would have been the one to do it. It's just I wasn't there anymore. So uh, and yeah. unfortunately, it, felt, it was either on you sure. or nobody. I was, I, and I said to C-Money, asked me, and, and, and I said I would do it. I actually said I would do it, and then he told me the date. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to be there. I'm sorry. So I, yeah. I met him. I spent about 20 minutes with him. I walked him into Bobby's room. I gave him a tour. I was kind enough. He didn't know what was asked from backwards. I walked him to the, the valet on Flamingo to save him money so he wouldn't take the valet on Las Vegas Boulevard on a weekend and be stuck in traffic trying to make that left turn. You, you can relate to what I'm saying, you know, how to, how to navigate. Told him cheap places he could eat. The kid didn't have a lot of money. I gave him some other advice. Literally walked him to a, tag, or to a taxi, flagged it down myself, put him in the taxi, told the taxi cab driver where to take him, okay, and shook his hand and then left. And that's my only interaction with him. And then, again, I had him text me a picture of his buy-in, which he did, sent it to C-Money, which C-Money asked me to do, and that was it. And then, again, look, I'm not being petty. The guy is posting my first name, my last name. He's threatening to fucking kill me. He's threatening threatening my family and saying other crazy shit. I'm, I'm not going to tolerate it. Fuck that. He's going to show me respect. Or he's just he's going to be done. That's it. It's simple. Shows me the same respect I show him, and there's no problem. Just like with anybody else. I mean, I that's it. I mean, that's that's what happened. And yeah, and, and just just to be clear here, and, and uh, this, it's amazing because of all the the discussions at the end of this show. Now it's it's boy, is it a long one here? But uh, let's see how long has it been? It's been about uh, getting close to nine hours. When maybe the longest one ever we've had, but. Or at least I've on this site the longest we've had, but uh, I I can understand where people would be upset if if this was something that Brandon was just demanding from someone who was just criticizing him, or but he wouldn't do that. But but this this was a uh, an inappropriate thing. That, what are you going to do, Josh? If someone starts posting your first and last name, threatens to kill your family? No, I would, I would, I would ban him. I, I just banned this of this course. Greek. I banned this Greek god guy because he was just uh, he, he was posting things about my son there that they were derogatory, and he didn't even know my son. He's never seen my son. Doesn't know anything about him. But he's a you know he's posting stuff about a five year old kid. There insults there. I said that's it. I, the guy does nothing but troll me. I got tired of him, and I just uh, I I got rid of him. Like I just. So someone like that who's uh, just persistently there to uh, to give me a hard time and to, to make me upset and to uh, say nasty things like that about my son, I, I just you know don't what? want I'm them. Not, and I'm not I'm not being a bitch here. I mean, if if I never met the kid, never did anything, and he wants to start, you know, posting shit on forums, minus the threatening of, of family members and other stupid petty bullshit, that's fine. The fact that I went out of my way, waited four hours, did him a favor. I'm not going to be treated that way. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, it, it mean, makes sense. It, it, it makes sense. I, I understand why this bothers you so much. I, I think if uh, if I was in the same situation, and to be I, honest, I didn't. And to be honest, I mean, I didn't want to meet him. 
just because of, of the fact that, you know what, hey, I'm not saying this to be mean, but you know what, we speak the truth here, or, you know, I mean, I know his history, I know he's had some, some he has some illness, or he's had some illness, or he's experienced at the very least some, some serious problems in his life, not the kind of person I wanted to meet. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't sitting there looking forward to it, I didn't want to do it. I did it yeah. a favor. Now, I, I know Brand, you know, Brandon, because he had a, the bad experience before, he, he's he's really trying, as far as people he meets, he wants to, if, like foreign people, he wants to get the vibe of, of normalcy from them before uh, he wants to meet them. So like like someone like Daredevil, who's always come off very normal to him, and when was, uh, Brandon met him, but but uh, yeah, certain people who Same seem, thing with someone like Jaystack, yeah, who I met with right. him once, and I'd meet him again because he's very normal. And, and so, anyhow, this was all out of left field. It pissed me off because, like I said, I, I you know, I just was trying to help everyone involved. And, and, you know, and again, I went, I wasn't just handing him money and walking away. I spent yeah. a good 20 minutes walking him around and trying to make him feel acquainted with the city. Yeah, and I, and so, I, and I understand. Look, I, I've been, there's been so many people all this time who've been, asking me to ban Garrett, why you let him stay here. There's been a lot of people who've pressured me to ban Garrett and take a lot more action against him on the forum than, than I have. I've taken very little action against him. In fact, people have wondered, why, why am I so tolerant toward Garrett? And I, I've tried to even allow for the fact that, that he has some outbursts and he has some kind of uh, emotional issues. And like I, I was trying, and he did sometimes make some useful, good posts about stuff in Atlantic City. So I tried to see the best in him there. But, but this... This one went too far. I just I, I can't allow this. So that's 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 the result. So all right, uh, let's, uh, I gotta go. Yeah, I was gonna uh, end the show anyway. Too. Okay, thank you, thank you, Brandon, for uh, adding to this. All right. Okay. Talk Good to you later. Bye, Brandon. So all right, uh, th- this has been a very long show. Kind of a weird ending here. First, we're arguing about uh, the direction of the show. That's all I called in to talk about. <laughs> yeah, and, and then okay. it turned into all this stuff about Brandon and this uh, this guy from Texas is calling in. I, I can't take the call. This is it. I, I can't even. Okay, by by handicapping. I look. I can't even uh, sleep that much in the day. Later today here, I can't even say tomorrow. It's four thirty in the morning. I, I got to get up early, and then I, I got to stay up, so I'm not going to get much sleep. And uh, I didn't mean to be on this late, but happened so i guess this is kind of like reality radio for the second half of the show with no topics just a bunch of random uh controversy so we'll be back next week on uh january 27th around 7 35 p.m someone calling from the 765 area code you know what hold on i just want to see who this is i don't recognize the area code uh, caller who is this yeah, this is A. Hoosier A. Oh, hey, A. Hoosier A. So just, just quick here because I'm about to end the show here. Is there something you'd like to say? Yeah, I just uh, I was kind of listening about the tidbit about uh, between Brandon and Garrett. I just wanted to tell Brandon that if he ever needs any of Garrett's information, all he's got to do is contact me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're all right to give him my number if he needs it. All right, I'll I'll keep that in mind. I, I think Brandon just—I uh, don't think he wants to harm Garrett in any way or look up info. I think he just wants to be done with him and just like not right, hear right. from I him just, again. I mean, and, I know that he's posting a lot of uh, Brandon's personal information, so I could give him Garrett's personal information yeah. if, if it keeps going that way. So okay, uh, yeah, I'll I'll let him know. But uh, yeah, Garrett's not posting anything now because he's banned from posting. So. 
All right. Well, All right. Well, yeah. Good morning. Good morning from the East Coast. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. That was a Hoosier A calling in, offering his support to Brandon. And I, I hate these controversies. I wish these things didn't happen, but I guess it's inevitable on a site like this. For the regular audience that may have been confused by all this, I apologize. Uh, if you turned it off early, I understand. Next week, we'll be back as usual. Daredevil should be back. I hope Brandon will be back. And uh, we, will ca- we will tackle new topics, even if Brandon doesn't want the poker topics. And we'll do them anyway. And then we'll do the non-poker stuff when Brandon comes on as has been the format recently and I, I like that format I, I'm not going to change anything for right now except maybe cut down the intro a bit that I will work on so thank you for listening if you made it all the way through you're a trooper if you needed something to get you th- all the way through the work day then I've provided that because this was over 8 hours so you could you could have a full work day and take lunch and it will have covered the entire day which is kind of scary in fact you could listen to this show driving to Vegas and back from Vegas from LA and there's still be more to listen to unbelievably it's nuts where is all the time gone well regardless of where it's gone I'm going now thank you beer and poker for being on here at the end yeah, take it easy. good night and shalom